Get Fresh Crew. It's been one week since you spoke to me Reviewed a comic book and said I'm angry Five days since I laughed at Eric Play that drop segregation review Three days since the Get Fresh crew Read all their books and also Jim's reviews Saturday, let the show commence But it'll still be two days till I hear the nonsense Hold it now and pop some popcorn As I read Reborn You'll think you're looking at Superman I saw when Mr. Mix a pick because I love that little And if this book is good no matter what Jim and Eric say hot Like when DC writes a tie-in Only $2.99 because I'm all about value Scott Snyder's got the mad hits You try to match wits You try to diss him but he sells through Gonna take a break no bellyache I think you're really fucking great I like weird science It's the finest of the podcast Gotta hear the show Cause then you'll know that vertigo has got to go It's not selling so just leave it to young animal How can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad Trying hard not to smile though I feel bad I'm the kind of guy who'll listen to your podcast It's kind of long but that's cool I can make it last I have a tendency to sing the things that I feel I have a history of calling in the show It's been one week since you spoke to me Told us wrong to says money's is money's five days in a working week both of your jobs at the corrugated factory three days since the get fresh crew got excited and shouted woo woo saturday let the show commence but it'll still be two days till i hear the nonsense get fresh crew Timothy Werner, the comics blogger. You have a podcast and really hate Flogger. Watching Bloodsport with no lights on. Now start a Patreon. You and the smoking man deserve one. Like the deal, I'm getting frantic. Jim Lee is panicked. The Justice League can never satisfy. Like Dancing Mike, I make bad songs. Okay, I don't make songs. But if I did, they'd be funny. Gonna get a stay of better books. Gonna get the kind with all the looks. Just so my eyes aren't rolling off the splash page. Gotta get in tune with Jim and News. That's the section with the scoops. And Solicit's Pose has got the best theme song. How can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard not to smile though I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who'll listen to your podcast. It's kind of long, but that's cool. I can make it last. I have a tendency to sing the things that I feel. I have a history of calling in the show. It's been one week since you spoke to me. Reviewed a comic book and said I'm angry. Five days since I laughed at Eric. That damn guy loves comics continuity. Three days since the Get Fresh crew. Read all the books and played on the jazz flute. Saturday, let the show commence. But it'll still be two days till I hear the nonsense. Fucking nonsense. It'll still be two days till I hear the nonsense. Fucking nonsense. It'll still be two days till I hear the nonsense. Fucking nonsense. It'll still be two days till I hear the nonsense. Fucking nonsense. Who is laughing? I hate them. Good evening, boys and girls, or morning or afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And you're listening to the one and only Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. We're currently at episode number 115. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to start off because I have this bit written here, but that was a hell of an intro going into yep. this. Jolly Drew sent that in. I did a little editing, added a little sound effects to it. I'm sure he'll be happy. He sent it at the last second, too, so that's why we started a little bit late. I had to get that in there. And when Jolly Drew sends in a song... It goes in the beginning, right? Oh, you damn we right. always do that, but yes. Hello and welcome, one and all, to the official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of March 18th, 2017. Eric, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, 
and the Batman Podcast Network and Tangent Bound proud. Network or everything. What's a proudness? We're proud of it all. And Eric, this is Feel just one of the many podcasts that we have during the week. And I, I like to call tonight's show the vacuum cleaner. Because it seems to suck the goddamn life right out of us, right? It's like <laughs> it's like a time machine that we get in. We, you close the door and we wake up fucking twelve hours later and wonder what the fuck happened. It's uh, crazy yes. too because getting ready for this earlier today, like I was so goddamn tired. I've been tired all week. I got some kind of sickness going on. And I've been tired as shit. And earlier today, I'm like, I got to get ready. And I was like, uh, I'll get ready a little bit later. I'm going to take a nap. And I should not have done that because then my power went out and I was not able to get ready for the show. And then finally yes. came back on and I'm rushing to the fucking finish line here. Yeah, and we uh, we're actually on the same grid, uh, if you will. And it's weird because my power did go off, but it went off for like thirty seconds and came right back on. I was screaming and yelling. I'm telling you, mine was like forty five minutes to an hour, and I'm just looking across the street at the other apartment buildings where I could see obviously their lights were on. I'm like, you motherfuckers, what do you have on around? Lights on, but yeah, I I told you we're on that same weird grid, but maybe it's like a a subsection. I don't know how it works. Maybe uh, the, what happened if you found out was that neighbor downstairs and he friggin' t- you turned off your electric. <laughs> Believe me, he's like he's ain't, he ain't about talking it. about shit tonight. That motherfucker turned it off. Oh, See, I don't know though because I really think that I heard something outside and I do have this big old box really? hanging from a fucking pole right outside my window and I heard blew? something before it happened. I think something might have happened like transformer, that. Transformer, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it blew. Uh, a lot of times, transformers blow. Uh, but yes, Eric, uh, not only do we have this podcast, we have a bunch of others, uh, a plethora of podcasts. And this week, I just wanted to mention we're going to start, official start, to the New 52 Review podcast. Uh, I have something that I have concocted and put together. It is more of a beginning of the New 52, kind of like a little info dump of what the New 52 was at the beginning and label it, you know, listing some books before we do the proper deal where we're going to go through trades, which will be in two weeks from now. Where I believe at this point it's going to be me, you, and Brandon talking about the first volume of Justice League, Justice League nice. Volume One Origins. That seems to be the place to be at Why the not? beginning. Why not? So it starts of, out the new yeah, Let's out get the it. beginning there, and it's good. I did read that this week to kind of prep for it ahead of time. Boy, it's good. And when I read it, I think that's why later. You're going to hear me really freak out about the Justice League because I just can't take this Justice League anymore. And I'm telling you, but we did that last night, actually. We recorded the Justice League. And by the end of the recording session, I was screaming so loud and so – I was so angry that I may edit part of that out. I I mean it got very personal (laughs) uh, at the point then you started going on Brian Hitch's Twitter account and Uh trying to rile me up even more, and it worked, and I was screaming. But if I do uh, do that and edit some of that out, I do think that I'm going to keep the you know uncut, edited version, whatever, or the the director's cut is what I'm saying, and I may actually put that in the Slack chat so people want to hear that. But we also have a pop culture podcast called The Weird Science Pop Culture Podcast that comes out on its own feed. It's a lot of nonsense with that, Erica. It comes out every Wednesday. We like to talk about Drizzy and Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. You get to talk about what Chance the Rapper did that week, and you get all excited. But uh, people often ask me, Eric, why would you do all of these things? Like, why do you do all these podcasts? And there is really one reason. We're fucking insane. Uh, But there is another reason, Eric, and I, I think you'd agree. We do that for 
the Get Fresh Crew, right? Doop, doop. There it is. It's the Get Fresh Crew is why we usually do that. And if you aren't aware of who the Get Fresh Crew is, it's a bunch of people that are our friends. And we like to talk comics with them. They like to talk just about everything. And this leads into me saying, if you want to be in the Get Fresh Crew and become part of the nicest gang this side of the Suez Canal era, Suez, you can just huh? email me or message me on Twitter and ask, and then you pass the test. And to do that, we do have our email, which is weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, Weird Science DC. You can also find us on Facebook and like us on Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics. We're also on Podbean, where we get this podcast hosted and all the others. Uh, Weird Science DC Comics at podbean.com. And right now we are recording live on Mixler. And if you want to get involved in something along those lines, we're on Mixler at Mixler, which is spelled M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Weird Science DC. It all comes back, Eric, though, to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on, right? A lot of stuff. And even on the Mixler. The Rant and Rave line as well. Well, that'll be coming up. Yeah, Mixler, we have uh, uh, radio shows all week and stuff like that. But really, if you want to get involved in stuff, just let me know and you're in the Get Fresh crew. You pass the test. Boom. Uh, But also, we do have a rant and rave line where you can call us at 641-715-3900 and our extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. It's just that easy, folks. It is just that easy, and we have a bunch of rant and raves uh, this week, uh, including Double A Ron here calling you. Double A Ron. Hey, hey, Ron. to you. Hey, hey, oh, Eric Shea. What's up, man? This is A.A. Ron, bathroom cabinet dildo. <laughs> I miss you, Eric. Where you been, baby? Since that day you touched me, Eric, you are all <laughs> I think about. You're I a need mistake, to feel that touch again, Eric. I have never felt like more of a man, and you have never felt like more of a lady. Come on back to the bathroom. Let me make you feel good. I'm going to set you down on that porcelain shit pot and have you chocolate-covered strawberries. Then I'm going to pour you a big gulp of Mad Dog 2020 while I rub your stank feet. I'm going to light some of them fancy candles from Family Dollar so I can turn the lights down low. Then I'm going to turn you on, turn you up, and turn, turn you, you out. out. I'm going to blow in your ear. I'm going to rub your shoulders. Then I'm going to kiss you so deep, I'm going to taste your taste. I'm going to wine you and dine you. I'm going to hug you and drug you. Then I'm going to rape you and gape you. I'm going to rub your temples, lay you a line of butterfly kisses Jesus down the back Christ. of your neck. Then I'ma punch you in the head till you love me. I'ma do your hair and makeup all nice and pretty. Then I'ma set you in the shower and drown you in mold liquor pits. I got a special spot for you in my life. The dumpster behind Frank's Pizza. You gonna make me my money. Come on back to the bathroom, Eric. Let me make you feel good. It's feeling good. Feels good. Come on, Eric. Yes. Come on back to the bathroom. There goes. There goes double. Tell you, he almost had me, but everything got really terrible at the end of every scenario. <laughs> it does always end out. And who the fuck is singing in that background, Eric? I'll never know. Uh, that is double A run. The next is 
Dancing Mike. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, Mother Down. Tell your mother down. Give me all your love tonight. So a few shout outs uh, to the Get Fresh Robot Crew. Beep, bop, beep, bop, boop, bop. MC Extremely Tiny Minuscule So Small It's Almost an Any Micro Penis. A male robot. Those Lost Boys Feeding Their Need for Pop Culture on the Weird Science Pop Culture Podcast. The hosts of the new podcast, Weird Science DC Comics, reviews the new 52 with special guest commentator Dancing Mike reviewing every appearance of Harper Rowe. Gonorrhea Dave. Syphilis Steve. Sexy Johnny the Cattle Rustler. Worrisome Williams. I believe in love. I believe in babies. I believe in <laughs> mom and dad. Oh, Don Williams. And I believe in you. Cotton Virgins and the Get Fresh crew. Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> Short note to my friends oh, in the LGBTQIA community. Please stop adding letters. It's over a quarter of the alphabet already, so if it goes beyond LGBTQIA, which I don't know went, what you could possibly include. Here he goes. Come up with one letter to, to encompass the whole community. Just a suggestion. Big week this week. Four special days in a row. Started out with a pie day. Tastes so good, make a grown man cry. Sweet cherry pie. He's pie tonight. Swing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, followed by the Ides of March, yes. uh, Whoop Ass Day. Ah! Give me a hell yeah, cause Stone Cold said so. And of course, St. Patrick's Day, where I enjoyed some green beer and even invited Eric out to the Smoky Mountain Brewery, and he didn't show up because he <laughs> is a stuck-up snob and yes. doesn't want to associate with riffraff like me. So I he just doesn't like your wife, Mike. Wanted to talk about um last week you were almost throwing some shade at me, Eric, about the song the the version of um Now Mel with Eric as uh -huh. originally as stolen from me by Christopher Cross. I could have yes. sworn I, now, I, I praised I you admit, for it. When you play the two back to back, it doesn't sound like I have my heart into it as much, but it is also, I think, a product of the fact that I wasn't able to hire the original band for that version. No. Mm. So mm. I do apologize for that. It's not wow. that I don't love you just as much as Jim, yes, although I don't. But I would <laughs> never let that intrude into my singing intentionally. So if it doesn't sound as enthusiastic, I do apologize. I told you this. But God if you hear real enthusiasm for Eric and the effort I put into it, there are two songs I can direct you to. Besides... America's Sweetheart. Love that track. Um, the two songs would be from, also from episode 100, the Eric's Review song, uh, Now Here's Eric, which I worked really hard on that, and I brought those reggae backup singers yep. in for it. And That's let amazing. me tell you, the whole place smelled like I think I lost that Dreadbox one. and Ganja because I put up with those those reggae people. Um, also, <laughs> my version of the Rainbow Connection yes. with Neri oh, yes. of mention of Burn Victims, and I think that's maybe, maybe the best pure vocal performance of anything I've submitted to the podcast. It gives me nightmares. Uh, other it than also my gives me dreams. But, and dreams. Yeah, I think that that one, 
of all the volumes. It never be played on the podcast again because it doesn't really fit the format. Oh, that was I've had it a bunch of most times. loving tribute to Eric Shea, I believe. And Eric doesn't remember that because he was so drunk that whole episode. Yes, he was. So, Eric, oh, review episode still number 100, and you'll hear a version of the Rainbow Connection that is actually nice and doesn't mention burn victims. That being said, I did get two comics this week. Let's start with Batman number 19. All right. I love the art throughout this one, the different villains showing up, the two-faced art, and the way that uh, Finch handled that was especially excellent with the two sides. I agree. I love the appearance of Amygdala saying, along with Salman Grundy saying, Amygdala, I don't know what rounds with the Amygdala, or Amygdala, (laughs) however you pronounce it. Anyway, that was funny. I love how Finch keeps the purple to a minimum. You see little flashes, and he keeps it dark near the end of the issue. So, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're putting up with your fucking shit, Capullo. There's your purple. Are you happy? I'm so, I'd be so glad if they ever reboot that costume and get rid of that fucking purple nonsense. Another 50 like issues. Uh, but it is a good issue overall. I did have one problem I'll talk about in a minute. I do agree with Jim's score, which is, a, I'm not going to give it away. It's spoilers for later in the podcast, but I do, I do agree with Jim's score, as I commented. But I don't like how King handles Solomon Grundy. He seems so weak from being taken down by Batman after uh, Gotham and Gotham Girl had a little trouble with him not using so much power. I think people get the idea that 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 Bane juiced up. Bane comes up, I'm sorry, Amygdala, Amygdala, he can be scared because, you know, you can see the terror in his eyes, but Solomon Grundy is wrong turn. Okay, Bane, what are you going to do? Kill me? I'm already dead. And I'm sorry, Solomon Grundy is more, I know Bane was going into full Bane smash mode there, but Juiced up. I, I know they didn't show him taking down someone, Grundy, but I think that, yeah. I noticed that they, they were doing the kind of rever- reverse nightfall thing with Bane being beaten down and showing some oh, effects yeah. of uh, the stuff going on. But I think that someone, Grundy, might be able to put a beat down on Bane because, like I said, he's dead, doesn't feel pain. He's going to keep going. Uh, Bad Bane can do it. Bane can do it. Kill you dead. Yeah. And he's also... Uh, has a special place in my heart because, like I said, I like the Justice Society and all those old characters. Solomon Grundy was one of their villains, and he's been around since 1944. So, just a legacy character that I've always had a soft spot in my heart for. And the best interpretation, or one of the best interpretations of him was on the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. If you haven't checked out those, those are good cartoons to watch for you and your kids, and adults will enjoy them too. Anyway, do that, Jim. Get that long-winded rant. No. Um, like I said, I do agree with Jim's score, and don't want to yes. spoil it for the rest of the podcast for those of you who haven't seen it. But this is what you do every week: you read the comic books, then yep. you go to uh, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, look at the book. reviews, read the reviews, uh, read the comments, uh, leave a comment if you want to, then come to the. Uh, Listen to the podcast every weekend, and yep. then send Jim $73.28. It's that easy. <laughs> it's just that easy, I don't know the book so this week. Easy. Odyssey, the Amazon's number three. Uh, the so art was great as usual. The story is moving along. I think the conflict between the Valkyries and the Amazons was really explained well <laughs> and laid out really logically, especially with the Jotun's interference uh, coming into that. I love the Amazon's counterattack they planned and the and the fight with the trolls um, was amazing. Uh, the, it's Listen really... Him. All, it, I like how they 
handle when a character dies, that they handle it well, and there's been so much emotional investment in these characters that, that really it really moves you and touches you. Um, I like also that there was a lot of good storyline advancement with the captured Amazons and the Frost Giants. It's nice to see they're advancing that plot line as well while keeping everything else going. I was thinking maybe a 9 or so, but the art wasn't as good as this issue, so I will give it an 8.5. Cannot wait for the next issue. And this is the kind of story I crave. That's right, Crave, which is the official serial of the Get Fresh crew. I personally don't like Crave, but I think it was a nice decision to make Crave the official Serial yes. of the Get Fresh crew because everyone loves it and thinks that Kellogg's had a great idea when they that came up with That was a good idea. They're goddamn right. geniuses over there. Anyway, that's about all I've got for this week. Um, two really good issues. Enjoyed them both. And for now, I will say keep it weird. Spotlight out and see you in seven. Okay, now there, there's He didn't little... even let anybody else in on that. That was just directed at you solely right little... there just to boil your there's blood. There's a little problem with that a bit and i'm not first up i will address the crave and i want to tell you that the the story that we've heard is that brett had come up with the idea of crave and had told one of the kids in his class and they went home and told their dad who worked at kellogg's and legitimately kellogg's does have a a place over near where brett lives i know where he lives and that this guy got Brett's idea and ran the Kellogg's and it became the Crave cereal. Now, number one, I'm sure the guy barely even got one cent, uh, usually in that sort of thing. You're just doing your job and doing that, but he probably got a slap on the back, a little handshake. Who doesn't like that? The, the issue that I have with it is I think that Brett is – he's mad that somebody stole his idea. I'm mad that he ever had that fucking idea because that <laughs> cereal is fucking terrible. It's awful. There's no need for it. He let a monster out. I don't care who took the credit for you this monster. Box so I'm it. telling you, as he's angry at people talking about Crave and all this, I'm more angry that he was anything to do with it. But it's funny, uh, Dancing Mike does. Uh, say that he loved the Odyssey of the Amazons. There's a lot of one of his favorite book. Uh, Dancing Mike had been following. You know, me and him, I think, are the only two reading that book, and uh, I did not. No, you like, forced me to do it too. Yeah, well, I didn't like the first two issues, and Dancing Mike had gone on and on about how much he loves it. We this is like the one time that me and him disagree. So what happens is I have to give him a call, and we we throw shade at you and talk about how you're lame, and we're back yeah, on the yeah. same deal. It's funny that here he says how much. He loves it and and points out all the reasons that it's so great because it's funny because he also has another rant and rave, Eric, that he sent in <laughs> after this. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric. And What's up, Mike? Hello, mother. Oh, when I was song. in college one year, I won the Best Actor Award. <laughs> now, usually those skills don't come in handy in my adult life since college. But every once in a while, I can use them to my advantage. And I did so earlier with my review of Odyssey of the Amazons, number three. He's trying to rile me up. I originally had wanted to review that for the podcast because I heard Jim and Eric groaning about it when it came up and thought, I'm enjoying it. It's over the top. It's goofy fun, but, you know, a little bit gritty, but goofy fun, over the top stuff. And... I was thinking, what the heck? I'm enjoying it more than anyone else is. I'm going to yeah. I, I even email Jim, say, can I do the review on the podcast? You guys don't have to deal with it. And he said, read it first. Yeah. yeah. I said, yeah, but read it first. Yeah, I did. I've said 
last issue, if the Amazons end up getting raped by the Frost Giants, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done with this series. And it got even more ridiculous this time with the Vikings just being put to sleep. The Amazons and Valkyries fighting was beyond stupid. It's like we're together, we're apart, we're back fighting you within the space of two or three pages. They went back and forth on their relationships so much. Um, That one kind of Indian Amazon died. I don't know her name. I you don't know any of these characters' names unless they say them right before. That's what I said in my review. You and never know. And she seemed to be one of the main ones, but she just died. But like Jim said in his review, it makes no difference. They're all interchangeable. Hesia is a pain? horrible leader. <laughs> Amazons are dying. Valkyries are dying. Limbs are getting cut off. I don't... It all gets thrown together and makes no sense. And then, yeah, the Frost Giants, yeah, they're just, you know... I think the text actually said used and discarded like rags. Yeah, that's what, how they're treating the women. Yeah, they're just, oh, yeah, yep. you're raped. We're going to bring you back here. We're going to rape another one. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're just we're just raping women. So yep. this series, yeah. That was Great. issue three. No, I'm done. Not spending nope. another He's cent done. on this. He I went from loving it to done. Saw Jim's score on the website. Again, I'm not going to spoil it, but I just ask him, is there any chance we could have a, a wrong turn one? No amount of art can save a story that <laughs> is that was horrible. Okay. And I thought the art went down this issue, actually. It was okay, not though. Not for yeah. anyone. So, yeah. Obviously it's it one is of my lowest Amazon. scores I've given with in that. years. And that is my true feelings. I didn't even need any notes for this. It's straight from just... My disgust for heart. that issue, and now he's like getting on that bummer straight note. from the heart. But yeah. thank you, Jim, Eric, for all you guys do. Oh. And with that said, truly this time, keep it weird. Spotlight out, and I will see you in <laughs> seven. So good. He was now, now, he was we... so upset when he emailed me and said, <laughs> "I'm going to do it." Eh, that's fine. You read this piece now, of crap because we... I was so angry. We did just kind of get a review from Dancing Mike. Does that mean we still have to talk about it? No, we're not going to talk that much about it. Okay. We're not. I tell, Mike didn't want to spoil my score. I'll spoil it. It's on the site, so a lot of people have already looked, but I gave it a 2.5. I, well, I thought it was awful. I thought it was. Ter- I think that this is a book that if more people were reading it, there would be a bit of an outcry. I, You know, how much, like Rocky, I, and this is not throwing shade at Rocky, but how much Rocky was upset at how Wonder Woman, you know, supplicated herself. And uh, this book. book, this book is like, it is setting the Amazon women's lib movement back a, a million years. Uh, I don't know what's going on. He, I know that. They're I think weak, it's Kev- broken, and raped. I think it's Kevin Graveau. I think that's the, I think that's the, the guy who wrote. And he is the guy who actually wrote or co-wrote the Underworld series, the movie series that Eric Shea claims was stolen from him. Stolen, uh, just like still, Brett it, It's not even that. That's the thing. Now you're you're in a crave situation again. You you and Brett <laughs> should hang out. 
because you say that somebody stole it from you. It's a piece of shit fucking movie series in my <laughs> mind. So you claiming you, you started, I want to slap you first and then slap somebody else who would have heard you talk about this and actually thought it was a good idea. But he, he does this book, and I'm telling you, if this was a bigger book or more people were reading it, I really do think that there'd be an outcry about this book. It is awful. It's terrible. And DC, I know that DC can't like it because it was supposed to be 12 issues. And before it came out, they said, no, no, no. Yeah. It's going to be six issues. We, we, I mean, whoever paid uh, for this book before it came out uh, might be – Head, uh, he might be something to do with who signed Chase Daniels for the fucking Eagles, who threw one pass and they paid twelve million dollars for it before they cut him because it's just like it. A little football talk for you, but it's it's a piece of crap book. It's terrible. I don't even know if I'm going to review the next one. I really don't. It's that bad. I, I just I don't know. I, I even I struggled with deciding if I was going to review it this week, and I I ended up. Going with that, we, we try to review everything. So there's number one. I hate that policy now. I think I'm the one who went forced it <laughs> to when we first started. And I'd always yell at you about it too. You're like, well, I don't want to do this. No, no, no. We got a policy. But it's also one of those I try to convince myself, you know, I'm the, the herald of sensibility that, that I'm trying to tell people stay away because there so is a review people. out there that this review, I think at, at the last time I looked, there were two reviews. Oh, I'm looking right now. Yeah, me three and reviews. another guy. Okay, well, there's three reviews now. One is a 9.8. A 9.8 for that piece of crap. And the user reviews are 3.8. Yeah, see? I'm a man of the people. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm trying to warn people. I am a, I'm warning. Where's my all trouble right, alert? Right. What you have here is a 9.6. Somebody had a 2.5, you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somebody with some sense. Somebody who actually reads more than two comics a week, I guess, because, boy. And, and even, I said, 2.5 is, is lower than I've done in a long time. And I think that as we have grown as just comic, re- I don't know, grown, but we've done a lot of reviews. <laughs> Me and you combined have like 3,000 reviews between the two of us. Yes. As you go, when we first started, I'm telling you, I was a fucking moron. I would sit there and I'd just be like, yeah, that looks pretty. That them pretty pictures are pretty good. And that I don't know story, man. But I knows what I like. That, that's the yeah. That was I don't knows what I sees, but I sees what I likes. And then I'd like, hey, the 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 story made a lot of sense, and this is the best bizarro ever. So as this went, I was very high or low on reviews. I you know I was giving ones, I was giving tens, I was handing shit out for just to hand it out. Uh, as we've done all these reviews, you kind of get the idea. Like to me, there is. 2.5, it is tough to go below that. You really have to offend me to go below that because even well, if the art is, you know, even if you cut it between a five for writing, five for art, and you say, I hate everything about the writing, zero, but you know, it was average art, there's a 2.5. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's real yeah, tough to though, go below. You, yeah, I don't know if you know what you're talking about, but the person who gave this a 9.6. Yeah. They haven't had a review score that was lower than an eight since That's, November yeah. 29th. Yeah, see? 
Listen to that. And that was seven point four. And I'm not going to throw shade at that guy. I, I got to stop saying. I say throwing shade about seventeen times a goddamn <laughs> minute uh, anymore from freaking skinny penis always saying it around the house. Uh, but no, uh, here's the thing: if, if somebody loves this book and reads that guy's review and agrees with him, then you know, keep reading that guy's review. If he has the same sensibilities as you do, there you found your reviewer. Uh, that has some, but if you don't read my review then, because I just, I, I don't even know why that book is even made. And to even, to to pour salt on this gaping wound, Eric, this seems to be the book that caused the legend of Wonder Woman to get fucking canceled outright like and, and pushed to the curb because they had this book. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Renee Delise and Ray Dillon, who were writing that book, did have an issue with this series. I don't know if it was the quality of it. I don't know if it was just that it was coming out and kind of stepped on toes, whatever it might be. It was the fight between this book and theirs and things like that that made a fucking one of my favorite books of the last five years go away to be replaced by a book that I can't even stand to look at. When that thing shows up, because we do get the review copies, when it shows up in our review copy deal, I, it just, I cringe. I don't even want to read it. And I think I may have gotten the print copy. I'm going to go down, and in between uh, fucking segments, I'm going to wipe my ass with it. There you go. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm in a good mood tonight too. Good. And now out I'm of, not. You know what, now man? I'm also, not. What? Also, out of 133 reviews, this reviewer's aggregate score is an 8.9. An 8.9. That guy loves everything. But again, here's the thing. That may be accurate. It, it may be completely accurate because this guy may only review the books he likes. Maybe we review everything. This is why when people yell, "Oh, you guys are so negative. You gave this a two point five. You gave that." If I didn't have this goddamn policy that me and you decided on, I wouldn't review it. I would have read three pages of this and threw it right to the side and said, "You know what? I'd rather watch a fucking show with my kids than sit here for that review." Legitimately, may have taken me an hour because I didn't know what to say about it without really be being a real dick i don't like being a dick i end up being one i don't like being it though i don't you, try to be you, you good baby Can we no you're cool Come no on. because now we have one last rant and rave and it's from one of our favorite guys ever brian hitch eric hello all this is brian hitch calling in no is brian hitch british <laughs> I don't know. I hear many I don't of you write in with your complaints about my so. writing, so I thought I would give you some background on me. I just wanted to let you all know that my writing sucks, and I have a micro penis, just like I assume Richard Grayson has. The stories I am writing are the same stories I had planned during my Justice League of America run, but I'm too damn lazy to change my stories or ideas, so deal with it, fuckers. I oftentimes take selfies. Yeah when I get my end around or give good old-fashioned Aussie kisses and I really enjoy half-price starters at Applebee's, but really, who doesn't with a good pint? I have been a Star Wars fan my entire life and enjoy writing and creating Star Wars-themed stories as well as stories that resemble war games, mainly because I think Matthew Broderick is type bum creepage and because I want Princess Leia inside me. I've been asked twice in my life if I was pregnant, he and both British, times yeah. I said no. I have two videos oh, really? of my bosses yeah. performing sexual for acts to mannequins while watching Weekend at Bernie's 2. That's basically why I can write whatever I want, whenever I want. I also believe that Bon Jovi from the 80s looked better than most of my girlfriends in the 90s. I, I think the things thing. I'm working on at this time are 
the Toymus Arc on Justice League, which many of you know, Paul Blart, Mall Cop 3, as to complete the trilogy, and a reboot of the TV show Slider. How dare you. To anyone who hates my writing, all I can say is I don't care. I'm pretentious and the best writer DC has ever had. However, I'm also bipolar and currently take a bean for that. My art is also amazing and I pee standing up like a champ. You balloon knots mean nothing to me and should worship the ground I walk on. All of you guys do is bitch and complain like two little wankers. I really miss the good old days, like when people got upset because Michael Sam snogged his boyfriend at the NFL draft. Let's go back to that, shall we? Point of the call. I don't know what he's talking I'm about. Going to start to no, I don't, your I don't know why a Brit would care about all that. your ideas about story arcs and basically jerk like my nonsense at the same time. Yep. J-Lo said it best. I'm a genie in a bottle. You have to rub me the right way. Misquote in the I will bid you all a good day <laughs> as I must go clean my taint and polish my rape whistle before I go looking for a good tot. You I can never be too careful these days. But before I leave, I have a Next, message for you, bad advice right there. Erica and Jamie, is it? Yes, Jamie, Jamie, your words have not been too kind lately, you useless chode. But I will <laughs> use them as encouragement to do absolutely nothing, you fuckstick. Thanks. I'm going to continue to write what I want, when I want, basically because my name is Brian Hitch. There it is, Eric, and I would not expect anything less. I, he doesn't care about us. What do we care? I, less, at the end of last night recording, we're talking about Justice League, and you are reading uh, tweets from him, and it's driving me nuts. And then afterwards, you continue doing it when we stop, because I don't think that we continued with that. I think no, we stopped. No, we got and off then and continued he, with his, it. His classic tweet, I have just discovered the Beatles. They're pretty good. How dare you? What? And then people are like, really? Oh, that's pretty funny. He's like, no, no, I, I only listen to classical music. I've never heard of these. Oh. What are they? The B.A. tells? <laughs> yeah. Screw classical. That. Yeah, classical. Uh, but yes, uh, we're going to go. Thanks for everybody who uh, called in there, including <laughs> Brian Hitch. <laughs> I only listen to classical music. I only listen to classical. Who are these? The B.A. Teles? I've never like, heard of these guys. It's like I've he's never a sophomore heard. in college trying to get laid for the first time and putting on a whole intellectual kind of feel. I, I just, I, yeah, probably with a sweater around his goddamn. No, that's say high school. I meant college, but still. I don't even care. What you, you never heard? This is like, uh, you know, I say to you, and I always have to stop myself. Like, oh, I don't watch a lot of TV, and then I have to stop myself because I sound like a pretentious prick, and yeah. I say. It's not because I don't want to. I'd love to sit and watch TV. It's that my kids commandeer the TV, and they just have it on all the time. Plus, we're busy with this nonsense. But, yeah, I, everything that I, – I don't even want to get into it. I was in a good mood. Yeah, you'll hear me later. Keep it you'll up. You'll hear me later yelling. But uh, we're going to go now to the news. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's up for Jim and the news. And now it's up for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the news. 
yeah, and I guess Eric's there too. You hear, Eric? I'm here, baby. You hear? You know, I, I love to hear that song, whether we have news or oh, not. Oh, I know. You know that that is the case. But there is one piece of news tonight. We haven't had news in a while. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, here is the news, Eric. That you, you ready for don't, this? Don't, you don't ready let to it be nonsense. excited? All right, come on, bring it to me. You Make it ready good. to get excited. Make Do it you real remember good. during the New Fifty Two? One of your favorite things ever was when DC liked to come out with these one shots, such as Lois Lane number one. Now, now, Joker's daughter, number one. Yeah, I will how, tell you, I like the idea of one shots. The yes. things that we got were not great, though. Well, Maybe Rebirth will help that out. Keep huh? that huh, in right? mind because Steve Trevor goes solo in June. Well, and it's funny that. because that's what. Well, this is why I mentioned the Lois Lane and even the Joker's daughter because this seems right in line with that. And, it Eric, really what does. you really, really enjoyed was that Lois Lane number two, right? That happened? We had a Lois Lane no, number two? they oh. never have it. I, I really wish that That's they would just call shot. this, you know, <laughs> Steve Trevor, back in action. Or, or Steve one. Trevor, guns a-blazing. No, yeah, number is one. This number one always, when you, so once you put number one, uh, to me, you at least need a number two. Uh, but you never get it. But Steve Trevor goes after an ancient evil without Wonder Woman to bail him out. And Steve Trevor, number one, coming in June. Oh, so you're going to get Steve Trevor without the one thing that we want, him and Diana. Steve and Diana's longtime friendship, despite their coming from separate worlds, is inspiring. But in this story, we'll get a chance to see Steve come face-to-face with a villain from Wonder Woman's past, who he'll have to overcome without her help, explained writer Tim Seeley. I'm excited to dive back into the life of Steve Trevor and give him a new and crazy adventure all his own. The one-shot will be written, of course, by Tim Seeley with art by Christian Doucet, who we really like. So that, that's at least, uh, you were going to get some good art yeah. out of it. Um, Wonder Woman, Steve Trevor, number one. So the actual title, they even have to throw <laughs> Wonder Woman in the title because, Eric, it's due out on shelves June 7th. Just after the June 3rd theatrical release of the Wonder Woman movie. And to so, me, this goes, this happens all the time. I'd be embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed I, if I was saying. DC to even fucking say this and release this as a press release. Because all you're saying is, oh yeah, you know what? We want to get a money grab for these people who go into that movie. It's just nonsense. You want to be really a decent is. money grab to release the Legend of Wonder Woman, the freaking second bit of that. Yes. Right Do at that, that point. To, oh, why, why aren't they uh, releasing the hardcover version of Odyssey of the fucking Amazons in this? But again, okay. th- there you go. Th- you know what that book has in common with this one? N- neither of them has Wonder Woman in it that everybody wants. <sighs> yeah, now I'm in bad mood again. I, I need Wonder something Woman. to pick me up. I need something to pick me up. Can you pick me up? How Will this pick me up here? This is how we do Yeah, that will. This will pick me up. Come on. This is how we do that picks me up. How about this? That picks me up. A little. A little. But I don't know about you. <laughs> but yeah, nothing's I was dead the whole that. time. Uh, even, even to the point where I wonder what their nonsense new comic book, our free comic book day book will be this year. That That's all these things bring to mind for me it's going to be a reprint of wonder woman from the new 52 number one yeah probably will be you're right now now you're gonna upset me again but eric i i don't (laughs) care we are we already took a break uh quick so me and you we're going right into the mail 
his waterfalls i don't it care sure what he is, says right? and now you just heard this now how about this one it's with no he sounds like he's about just, to cry just doesn't ring true that, that's because i had a gun to his head i was forcing <laughs> him to sing it I'm like you motherfucker you're gonna sing it but this is the eric male section <laughs> number one eric is about to kill himself uh male section number one if you want to get involved in the mail email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com and we do read every single piece of mail that we get we're going to start with ian ian says hello jim and Eric, and Reggie, and Chris, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. In the past, I've read comics, both Marvel and DC, on and off until the New 52. When the New 52 hit, I stopped reading comics completely. I didn't like the idea of investing all that time and uh, money in great stories over the years, only for DC to reboot the entire universe and undo the history of the characters I've come to know and love. About two years into the New 52, after hearing news that Damian Wayne, possibly my favorite Robin, and top five favorite DC character, and screaming out loud I fucking knew that they would kill him. I decided to finally come around and look into DC's new line of comics, new for me at least, and maybe pick some up. I looked into the new 52 updated Origins and found out that everything got a reboot except Batman and the Bat Family Origin and got me confused. And, and Green Lantern. In the DC Universe and other problems. And also I found out doing my research for the new 52, uh, the Legion of Superheroes there. I oh. had with old continuity in the new 52, I'd ask myself things like, when does so-and-so meet what's-his-fuck if years were taken off everyone? And exactly. this is great, but where is Wally West? And why is Tim Drake such a dick? Along with what the hell, Bart Allen, is that you? I am an old pre-Flashpoint continuity enthusiast and found that new 52 was way too confusing to pick up two years after it started. Years later, I decided to get back into comics, diving headfirst into DC and going all in when Rebirth was announced, figuring Rebirth would be a good jumping on point to get back into comics. Boy, was I wrong. I decided to say, fuck continuity. I got to look at the new 52 as a different beast and look at these characters as brand new. I stopped buying Marvel entirely because, let's be honest, I could barely keep up with real life. And trying to keep up with Marvel now and the constant renumbering and tie-ins they do is that's just bad. Anyway, I picked up some trades in new 52 before Rebirth hit and tried to catch up, but not enough to get a grasp and get the full story. You recently announced you were doing a separate podcast dealing with the new 52, and I think it's a great way to get the full backstory and pick up old trades that I've been holding out on buying. I listen to older episodes of the podcast and use that as a guide to navigate through the new 52. Picking up old trades that you guys have recommended. Now, hopefully with this new podcast, I could get some insight in the whole new 52 universe. Before I end this, I wanted to share the books I loved and hated so far from the new 52. He loved Batman and Robin 1 to 18 before Damien's death and oh, that yeah. silent issue. Uh, and that's, you've said that all along. Up until Damien's death, that's an awesome book. Batman. I love that series. Now, I know what you're going to say, but just don't throw shade, Eric. Again, I throw the, you know, that shade term. We are Robin. 
Here we go. Continuity kid. Give it to him. It, it, I'm saying it's the DCYOU. It's yes. not the new 52. I know, but it, everybody goes with that for the whole deal. Okay, you know I what see, the I problem is? Too. I'll go with it too. That's, yeah, that's the problem. The problem with the new 52 to the DCYOU, uh, the other books continued. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is. Uh, he says he liked Justice League and Aquaman with the throne of Atlantis. He yep. loved Kyle Higgins' Nightwing. He liked New Suicide Squad, Eric, and that is one that me and you we have really been, enjoyed. That. Yeah, we've been calling that out for a long, long time. He hated so far. He hates Teen Titans. Yep. Doesn't like Titans now. And okay. these are so far the only stories I've read. I'm planning on getting more anyway. Look forward to the New Fifty Two podcast. And thanks for all the work you do running a great podcast. And that is Ian. And yeah, thank thanks, you, Ian. Ian. And uh, yeah, I said it, the whole thing with this uh, New Fifty Two podcast. I kind of just came up with the idea. Me and Reggie were talking when Reggie and Chris moved to their own feed, and Reggie said to me, "Up oh, now, you got Sunday mornings free for whatever you want." And I made the joke, and I said, "Hey." Where, that's where Eric's, uh, you know, he's been waiting all this time. That's where he wants to have his horror movie night. And Reggie's like, Jesus Christ, I didn't know that we were holding him back. And I'm like, <laughs> you weren't holding him back. And then me and Reggie were talking. I know that a lot of people have said to me kind of off air or, you know, with emails and stuff that they're afraid. I'm grabbing my towel. My towel fell. Uh, they're afraid that I came up with this idea. I'm like trying to reach down. What, uh, what everybody th- doesn't realize is that Jim podcasts with a single washcloth yeah, over his I junk. I do. I have a washcloth washcloth over my junk. Uh, no, the uh, Reggie and me were talking about stuff about the new 52 and people who, you know, we listen to podcasts and, yeah. and hear people not know something from before. So this isn't any sort of like – Fuck that Reggie. I'm going to fuck him by doing this. And Reggie actually was involved in me talking uh, about this and is going to be on it as well. Not all the time. We're going to have like a rotating uh, series of hosts. Uh, but yeah, Reggie loved like Dial H. Like if we get to that, and oh, fucking Reggie will be on then. You, I always you'll probably about Dial H. Bail. Yeah, bail. yeah. And he yeah. liked a lot of stuff. Uh, even like the rot. Uh, that that crossover stuff but yeah rot world and the thing is like i said tomorrow i am going to put out when you're listening to this it would have been already but it, on yeah. our feed we'll have this intro one where i'm going to go through all the books the creative teams that started out the new 52 kind of what the books were about and it's funny because i was reading some of the things and i actually forgot or haven't read even all of the stuff uh me and you started reading the new 52 after a year that it had been yeah, out. it was like it wave, was around well, the, when wave two was coming out with like yes. earth two and world's finest is when i yep. decided to jump back yeah, and on, even and then we were you that. were you were reading like earth two and world's finest but even then like a really for me it wasn't until that zero month when I really, really jumped into every book. Like, then I was coming well, into was work and saying to you. Yeah. No, it was May and then September. I, I actually looked at the was uh, Wave 2 was in May. And then the, yeah, because those books that they replaced only had eight issues. Uh, the okay. ones that had eight issues all got, you know, like uh, Mr. Terrific and Static Shock and those sort of things seemed to have gotten canceled. And then a little bit later, you had that zero year or zero month. I keep saying zero year when I was even talking to myself about it. But uh, yeah, uh, I jumped in fully then because we, we had and my first book I mentioned in the podcast that's going up is was Aquaman. That was the first issue I actually read. And I loved it. I came into work and was talking to you. And, and even then, I'll, this is going to be repeated on this thing. But I, I say that. When me and you were talking about comics, you were telling me all about the old continuities and Green Lantern and stuff. And when I actually started reading 
um, the new 52, what was great about it is then I was able to come into work and tell you some new things that you yeah. didn't know because the stuff was changing and, and having a reboot and things like that. And it was awesome. And yeah, then that zero month fucked me up with the fucking Firestorm book. <laughs> I'm telling you, but the, all this was going back to I was I was listing all of the books and the creative teams. I was like, I didn't even remember like Tony Daniel started the uh, the Dark Knight book. It's weird stuff. Like I didn't even know. And uh, Joshua Williamson was on a book uh, at in the around phase two, and I was like, I didn't even know that he was involved in stuff like that. But yeah, yeah that'll that'll all be in the podcast, uh, the New Fifty Two one. So I don't know why I'm uh, stepping on my toes, Eric. But yeah, this first one's just going to be me rambling on about the beginning, what led to the New Fifty Two. I actually explained a little bit of uh, Flashpoint. And what happened, and actually it's weird when you read that Pandora, who helped Barry, you know, you can say, quote-unquote, helped him form this new universe, right. seemed to be Grabbing warning everyone about world and the and wild storm world. She seemed to be warning everyone about Watchmen. Now that you look at it, now, looking back with these glasses from Rebirth deal, it does seem like what she was saying was about Watchmen. So it was, it's weird. I don't think it was supposed to be that at that point, but we'll see. Uh, what goes on? But yes, thank you, Ian. And the thank next you. email is Dalton. And Dalton says, hey, Jim, Eric, and the rest of you fine folks over at Weird Science. Up, this Dalton? started out as a simple email, but turned into a novel real quick. Oh. Seems to happen. And he says, oh, well, I'm a pretty new comic book reader collector, being one of the people that hopped on brand, uh, the bandwagon with Rebirth last May. But I've been a longtime fan of the DC comic characters in movies, cartoons, etc. I'm telling you, this a lot of people, and that explains exactly like me with, with the New 52, because I like the characters. I just didn't have any way to get in the books. It was very intimidating. So, yeah, I'm, Rebirth is just like that for a lot of people, though it's weird because it wasn't a reboot. But my coworker convinced me to go to one of our local comic shops, which is Collectors, Inc. in Chico, California, with him one afternoon, and I was instantly sucked into the world of comics. I work in a very noisy environment, so I've been using audiobooks and podcasts to drown out the noise and keep my mind occupied at work. My coworker is a big fan of an Australian Phantom-themed podcast, and recommended, what the hell is that, that I find a DC Comics podcast to check out. So a couple of weeks ago, I read about you guys and heard you do good things. So I gave it a go. What, what did you put street. a review somewhere? I, I just talk <laughs> on things. Uh, hey, check out this weird sound. I hear they do good yeah, things. Yeah, they, they do good things. That This leads into the meat and cheese of my email. First off, I love the length of the podcast. It perfectly eats up my whole work day. And if the episode runs a little long, it gives me an excuse to tidy up around the house after work while it wraps up. And that earns me brownie points with the wife. And that's always a Boom, good thing. So it does seem as if Dalton listens to the podcast on Monday and finishes it on monday eric That's we gotta start right more podcasts i started you? listening at episode 73 right when rebirth started and i'm now at episode 86 i don't want to listen to current episodes quite yet because i fell a few weeks behind on reading and i need to catch up first so i can follow along with you guys but it's extremely frustrating because every time i hear something funny or want to comment about something on twitter i remind myself you guys did the episode six plus months ago <laughs> exactly. and probably don't know <laughs> what the fuck i'm talking manship. about is manship listening manship <laughs> this week he sends me an, an email were you talking about me when you were yelling at eric I'm like, man, Chip, you're starting yes. to sound like somebody who thinks the TV is talking to him. CSI <laughs> is not talking to you, man, Chip. But no, I'll, I'll tell Dalton. 
just message me. Message me in, in private. I'm sure you're going to be more, more coherent than Manship, and I okay. eventually end up figuring out what Manship's talking about. But I love your honesty when it comes to books. I have to say, when I first started reading comics last year, I was getting Justice League and was enjoying it. Here's what we do, Eric. We're, we're the killer of dreams. That's what I hate about it. You know, I think yes. about that. I'm like, is that all we're doing? Is yeah, because he says, fun? albeit that first arc was a little bizarre. It wasn't until I listened to you guys rip at a new asshole that I went back and looked at it, what you were talking about. And it was like I'd been so blinded by the excitement of reading comic books that I didn't realize how truly shitty it was. <laughs> Dream killers. Justice League is one book I'm behind on reading. It might get better. But I'm, I'm not far uh, yet. Where I'm at, it's just awful. Thank you for showing me the light. I don't know. Eric Stray, he thinks that this fucking issue oh was God. goddamn fucking great. You should hear him is that, later. Is that what I thought about it? Thumbs up, he gave it. And that infuriated me even more. So I get you realize that during that whole time we're talking to Justice League, I was fucking grinding my teeth, thinking that you even got a little enjoyment out of it. And it extended the goddamn review by like 20 minutes, me yelling at you. So I guess it's true what they say, you do good things. I was going to rip on Eric in this email because it seems like the cool kid thing to do, but I felt bad because Dancing Mike does it enough. So instead, you. fuck you, Jim. What do you yeah. think about that, Eric? I, I enjoy it a lot. Thank okay, you very much. He has in parentheses, for Jim only. I'm just kidding. I actually like you best. He didn't do none of that. I wasn't supposed to say that. I'll actually send you the email he does. He's going to get mad at me. The real point of this email, I posted a couple things on Twitter, mainly about what you guys look like. Uh, if you remember, I said I think Jim would look like Dan Castellaneta. I get you guys don't really care about people wanting to know what you look like. I, I said I sent to him, Eric Shea cannot get enough of that goddamn picture out on the internet. What? But it ripped this formed at the workplace. When I described the podcast and you guys to my coworker, I described Reggie as a big black guy. Solely based on what I thought his that, voice sounds like. I still describe him. When my coworker started listening, he didn't get that impression at all. Neither did I, and thus started a great day spending debate. I even took a Twitter onto Twitter to get some answers. Jim said that Reggie isn't black. I didn't believe him. Reggie has become such a mystery. I'm now convinced <laughs> he's actually Batman. I'm asking to put the debate to rest and give the people some answers. I'll tell you one of the uh alex m's covers that he put out for a podcast had my picture in it so there you can go and figure that one out to the end uh to end on a dc related note superman and super sons have been my favorite books that tomasi does good things i agree on half of those yeah actually i agree on both i, I still enjoy superman i, I can't say superman that i a weird title for me. superman reborn though because it also involves action comics and dan jurgens and stuff like that i'm gonna treat it almost even like before the, uh, that though was yeah weird. i know well it, it seemed to be setting up some other things or just treading water until we got to the super sons deal all of a sudden reggie what is reggie doing reggie's calling me now <laughs> what is he doing I told him that. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear that? No, I did not. Oh, he's trying to call me. To the end of the DC. Now I'm all thrown out. Your new fan, Dalton. Thanks, Dalton. And yeah, Thank you, Dalton. I'm also going to throw it out there. There are plenty of ways to find out what I look like on the internet. That's all I'm going to say, Eric. And I've every one, one of them sexy as hell. Hakeem's the next like 25 one. years ago? 
Yes, Hakeem says, what's up, guys, 80 years ago. So this past Wednesday, we had a blizzard that brought – remember, Hakeem is from uh, Canada Way. Uh, This past Wednesday, we had a blizzard that brought over 15 inches of snow and 5 degrees temperature. It's funny. My wife said, uh, we're expecting – I'm expecting 15 inches. I said, who the fuck's coming over for that? (laughs) (laughs) You can barely see what's in front of you with all that fucking snow blowing everywhere. To make matters worse, my work still expected people to come in. The managers give shit. Canada. To anybody who was 15 minutes late, and they thought they could show their appreciation by giving us free coffee. Ooh, yeah, they're Canadian. You know, I'm gonna go and you know almost kill myself for free coffee. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. Did I ever tell you uh, the two years I lived in Manitoba? No, I don't yeah, think you ever have. That's, that's a lie. I didn't. Good. But Good. I don't know who to judge really. The dickhead managers or us dumbass workers who showed up and didn't riot. After a day like that, I can't take your complaints about the cardboard box factory seriously anymore. I'll happily swap jobs with either of you. I don't think you would, Akeem. You Whatever, man. He, he, well, switch jobs. You deal with retards. And I'm still not showing up to work. <laughs> yeah, really? You think Eric's showing up at that? And they came to us and said, hey, if it snows tomorrow, and again, this was Wednesday. We Or was it Tuesday when it we Tuesday got It was Tuesday for us. Tuesday. On Monday, they came to us and said, hey, if it snows tomorrow, you wake up and there's snow, we're not going to be open. Don't come in. And then they said, but if it doesn't snow, and Eric just said, whoa, 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 all I heard was not come in, I'm not coming in. And That's I told him right myself, I'm not, I'm not. but yeah, you you see a flake of snow, you're not coming in. It's your Absolutely dandruff, not. you're not coming in. It's no wonder a shitty day like that would bring some shitty comics for the most part. Uh, Kim's a man who agrees with me. The super- <laughs> And you, really. The Superman Reborn story is confusing as fuck, and for all the buildup they have in this arc, I expected a groundbreaking story and end it with uh, bullshit theories. I can't freaking believe Jeff Johns approved this crap. He did supervise this according to the last direct currents. I have no freaking idea what they're doing with the Trinity book. I'm dropping the shit show of a book, he says. Yeah, I agree. Green Lanterns? Sucked. All-Star Batman? Meh. Green Arrow sucked. Nightwing sucked. Wow. <laughs> Just as I was getting my hopes up for Justice League, according to your review, Hitch went back to being Hitch again. Fuck him. I'm now skipping not only the Justice League reviews. Don't, don't, don't skip it. Eric loved it on your oh, site, you but also the that? section of the podcast where you discuss this overpriced toilet paper. I'll trade you Justice League right now. I'll trade you the Justice League book. For Cyborg, you'll end up getting an extra book a month out of that deal. So you'll have yeah. to deal with one extra book, but I will take Cyborg yeah, off, your, off your Justice deal. One extra Justice League book. Yeah, but you loved it so much. You told me I, in I that review. People, that. You, you say this, people are going to hear you. You said that this was probably one of the best issues of any book that you've read in the past six months. You told me that. I think um, you might have had a mental breakdown after gonna we be talked funny. about that last time. As night. you go to talk on the, the section, uh, it'll all of a sudden sound like me saying that <laughs> as you. I think that <laughs> this is Eric Shea, and I think that this Justice League book, the, Mr. Black. This week was not without its silver linings, though. Super Sons was an amazing read. I'd honestly give this a 10 out of 10. I, I did enjoy it. I gave it a good score. I think I went a little high. 
uh, the the second time I read it, I, I do have a little bit of problems with it. We'll <laughs> talk about that later. And we have to start giving Dan Abnett some much-deserved credit on the Aquaman book. A lot of the Rebirth writers have had trouble keeping their books consistently good. Looking back, at back, Abnett is giving us 19 very good issues, maybe nothing groundbreaking or amazing, but still very good stories and issues. The only other book that's this consistent, this uh, consistently this good is New Superman. But remember, Abnett has a book that comes twice monthly, whereas Yang has a month book yeah it's weird because people really love to go with abnett and the aquaman but none of them ever mentioned titans there no titans gets uh, pushed to the side because that's not as good and aquaman i agree it, it is consistently good it's not great to me and it's just kind of i don't know it's is like it, one of those treading things water jim it might be it might be treading dead water uh, it, to me it's actually it's like one of those i i hate to say it's generic um but if you did read the new 52 it's a lot of the stuff we got and, and this week starts an arc thankfully that not is, the cullen bun stuff though. yeah well this is especially this one this dead water is how abnett finished the new 52 and the story did seem compressed. It did seem that he had a story to tell, and he wasn't able to tell it in the amount of issues that he wanted to. And I think this is him, or maybe they agreed. Listen, once Rebirth settles down, once you get a couple arcs down with with this, you can return to this, and that's what I think it is. But uh, I don't. It's just he doesn't do anything that's going to wow you and knock your pants off. He doesn't. Here's the deal. To me, he doesn't take a lot of chances. Is, does that make sense? I think that no. because of that, it's it's consistently good because he's always doing what is like in the middle. He's always giving – you have Arthur fighting the surface world. That's what we always get. You have you know Black Mana showing up and you know there's nothing that was any bit of a you know surprise to me there's or no any game chance. changer. Yeah. Think about it. Tom King has been great on Batman so far, but when he bombed, I am suicide in rooftops, he bombed hard. Tomasi has given us Superman stories, but the but the multiplicity storyline ended with a whimper. Humphreys gives us some good issues now and then, but can't seem to conclude his arcs in a satisfying way. Abnett, 19 very good issues. Personally, I prefer 19 consistent, good, uh, very good issues compared to some excellent, some trash, but that's just me. What do you guys think? I think I just I said a lot yeah. of that. Uh, yeah, Sam Humphreys is kind of on a downswing with me. I got a bone to pick with that guy. Uh, that was one of my favorite books for, you know, a month. It's I know. It was on your door dive uh, It's not it. anymore. Uh, we got to revamp that. Mind. We're going to have to have a little, you know, thing. I know next week we don't have a lot of books. Maybe we'll talk about that at the end. Right. Tried to finish off the week on a high note. Took a vacation day on Friday to relax. And I just decided to binge on Iron Fist. And I fucking hated it. Ooh. Hope you guys like it better than I did. Sorry for all this negativity, but this is what a Canadian winner does to a person after six long months. And that's from Hakeem. You have uh, watched Iron Fist. What is your review, Eric Shea? Um, it's okay. I'm telling you, I have finished the series, but like the last couple of episodes, I was kind of watching while getting ready for this podcast. So I don't know exactly what happened towards the end of it. But for the most part, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what Daredevil was when that first came out. And, yeah. uh, but I don't know. It's it's still fun to a degree. It just gets really slow towards the end. I um I've never seen any of those. I yeah. have not seen any, and I don't think I ever will. I really don't. It's just not my cup of tea. It's not my cup of meat, Eric. Eventually, maybe I'll. I, I say, was what real... is your cup of meat? My cup of meat is nothing. I again, my kids. I they shouldn't have seen Daredevil. 
and they did. And then once they saw it, there was no chance I'd ever see it because they're not going to watch it again. And they do. They control the TV. They really do. What my cup of tea and meat is right now would be uh, one of the things that I'll mention at the end of this uh, is your fault. But uh, we watch a lot of Simpsons now. My youngest son actually loves the older Simpsons that I love. So we watch As he that. Um, we watch a lot of American Dad, and it, it goes. We go through a constant shuffle of like American Dad, Simpsons, uh, Rick and Morty. But Futurama. today, Futurama. Uh, today, because of what you told me this week, I ended up watching a show. <laughs> of course, my kids were watching. Not age appropriate. Too. It is not age appropriate at all. But it's always sunny in Philadelphia. We're watching that last season. Uh, we watched all those episodes that you were telling me about, and yeah, not not appropriate at all. No. <laughs> we actually watched the one with the scratch card three times because we watched it. And then Tanya came down and she was so mad that we were watching it. And then Rafe's like, no, no, you got to watch it. And then she loved it. And then Zach wanted to watch it. So we watched it again. So we watched it three times. <laughs> and it's not, it got more, I don't know how, but it got more inappropriate every time. Probably because my kids were yelling out stuff they shouldn't have yelled out. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. That's my cup of tea. Now, Andy is next, and Andy says, yeah, so those bastards at the comic shop rung me up for Batman number 19 without my knowledge. So guess what? I got to read to my surprise when I got home. That's right. I am Bane part 43. <laughs> is it me, or has Bane lost all credit? That's what he put. Has he lost all credibility as a badass villain by the oversaturation uh, of his character the past three-plus months? I told you, Wade. Already, if anybody like a dancing mic wants to yell about Scott Snyder saying, hey, uh, you know, Scott Snyder's Mr. Joker. Oh, come on. How is Tom King Mr. Bane? I didn't know that this was coming, but it really is Bane. It's dominating. Uh, He says, I just don't care. Not to mention, this issue seems like a weak duplicate of Action Comics 975. You know, a cheesy run-through of all the heroes' most notable villains. I don't have nightmares. I give nightmares. Really? Fuck you, Tom King. Anyways, (laughs) any word on my Power Girl rebirth yet? No, you read Harley. Go read Harley, yeah. Or read Deathstroke. I don't know what Power Girl he means there. He might mean Tanya Spears. He might. He might mean her. Go read Deathstroke. I don't know anybody who would mean her, but he might. You know, who has two thumbs and likes that power girl? This guy, Eric. This guy. Are you pointing yourself? I actually, yes, I am. Okay. Uh, but my one hand is under those towels, so you don't hear me clicking <laughs> away because I, I nervously click on my mouse, and it's ridiculous in a podcast. Uh, no, what I, I actually, I like that power girl. I like Tanya Spears, but in that Deathstroke, I really, really liked her. I really did. And then I read this week's Harley and was infuriated about Harley and Power Girl. Uh, but yes, he says smooches Atlee, and though? hugs. Atlee got a fr- uh, free pass? Yeah, I didn't really care about Atlee. I, I really, you know, it's because I don't really know Atlee and uh, I don't care about her. Go back to Strata. That's what I say. That's Strata's probably, That's where she's from, right? Yes, that's where she's from. <laughs> Go back to Strata. Uh, smooches and hugs. Not on my watch. I'm going to build a, a wall around that strata. It's going to be made of, of rock, Eric, so it's really not going to keep anybody it's out. Underground. There's already kind of like a wall right here. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to work. But you know what? I'm going to make my stand. I know what I want, and I want to make the surface world strong again. Now that's the real surface world versus somebody I can get behind. Those strata people, they think they're so good with their rocks and their diamonds. Smooches and hugs, Lord Andy 
of the Lord of Cleve. And Thank we're going to go off now and get into the meat and cheese of the podcast, the books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love, the meat and the cheese that we crave. Every goddamn week, I'm so jealous of Mike's woo because Gems I can never give reviews. a proper woo when I want woo! to. He just yells woo. woo. See, He's all it. excited. He's wooing for the meat and cheese of the podcast, which is the books. The problem is sometimes there are weeks when the wooing does not feel natural, Eric. <laughs> and uh, despite everybody and their mother claiming that this was a great week of comics unfortunately the sexy ass uh, mamas are saying that yeah the sexy ass mamas this one's only for the sexy ladies uh it seems as if we are not on that page now uh my books i think were a little better than yours yeah uh, but yours you you're just you're mr negative this week that's what it you seems didn't like, like any of your books I, I like them enough you know just not to what enough. people expect i think i actually here's the thing this is a great week that is a microcosm of me versus you in uh, reviews because I did have two high scores. I'm not going to say which books they are. You'll find out later. But one of the books I have is a 9-2. One is an 8. Uh, unfortunately, my total, though, of 7 combined still only gets to be a 6. And I think that's around what yours would be. I think at the end of the, at the, end of the day... When we all go to bed, Eric, with our feetsy pajamas on, I believe that me and you probably had the about the same average score. The problem is I'm all over the place. I go down, Eric, to a 2.5 this week. So, yeah, I'm all over the place. But yet because of that, I did have two books that I liked. Uh, you just pretty much had middle of the road, according pretty much. to you know, hey, how you going thought. Going towards downhill, I'm down here. I'm looking at a bunch of reviews for the one book I'm thinking that I'm really low on. Everybody's through the goddamn roof with it. I'm like, I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Was that Odyssey of the Amazons? Well, I would never read that book if I didn't have to. <laughs> oh, you're going to be reading it later, though, if, if you've tuned in to listen to 40 minutes of Odyssey of the Amazons. Yeah, you're, you're going to be very, very sad <laughs> by the end of this episode. I have a story. And if when you have tuned in for 40 up, minutes of Odyssey the Amazon, just leave what now. the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, leave now. Here's the thing. You're talking about reviews. Uh, I hated the issue. Somebody out there in review land gave that a 9-6, and I, I want to know what he's on because I want to be on it as well. He's taking happy pills. Goofballs, everyone. 
goofballs. You know, you know. Uh, speaking of goofballs, I actually came home from work today, and I'm, right outside my door was not one, but two flyers in front of my door, and I pick them up. I'm like, what the hell is this? Claude Drew, inside? one of those flyers? No, 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 not like that flyers. Um, <laughs> you know, sheets of paper, you. just sheets okay. of paper. Flyers. And uh, I, I, they're two of the same thing, though. And it's all about, you know, there's been reports of marijuana use in your building. And this is really, like, you know, marijuana is illegal. And, you know, this goes. Against so this your is like a like warning this. to you. Were you wondering if you were the only one well, who got those the notices? Thing, the thing is, in my mind, they spread it all over to everybody's door and stuff like that. But when I came <laughs> up, it was only in front of my door, yeah. not one, but two. So I'm like, did so, somebody kick one over to mine? No, they, 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 they think that this? maybe Jess needs to know as well. They think I that just, you're going to go there. And first off, you're going to go and you're going to see that flyer. You're going to be so goddamn high from your marijuana use eric that you're just going to grab the one and go inside jess is going to come home from work high as a kite and grab that and go in maybe here's the thing i know that you uh, are a man who likes to trust the human race right you you no, love humankind i i'm not so sure that this isn't the guy below you who bangs on the fucking ceiling trying to cause you fucking problems i'm I was telling you same thing. yeah i think that maybe he called and said hey listen i hear that I, or i hear him yelling all the time they must party and he's smoking the marijuana and he, the guy's a dick so watch it what i'm telling you is watch because this guy might plant shit you, you fucking watch yourself. You hear me? I don't even know how you plant shit. You know how you plant shit? You, you go when he knows when you leave. I'm sure the guy's looking out his fucking door. He sees you leave. He runs up and fucking just puts it like it looks like you dropped some on your way out of your apartment. Not that you would get arrested. I'm not saying that this was something that the evidence would, but it might be enough for them to evict you. It might yeah, be enough for them so to funny. tell you to I, fucking beat it. I have not it. done any kind of drugs in like over a decade, no, so I don't understand I know. this. Yeah, and oh, I know that since Jess is involved, though, th this rent has never been late. So yeah. they would probably not want you to get evicted. <laughs> I'm telling you, th th just watch yourself is what I'm saying. There was it a was point crazy. where I'm telling you, there was a point where I thought that uh, I told you uh, a lady on our street tried to use us. As a way to allegedly, I'll say, just, I won't say any names, yeah, but yeah. she actually used us as a way to try to, you know, allegedly get over on a uh, insurance scam. Right. That she said we must have stole this money or whatever, and the, and then happened to like go overboard with the cops when they came because you have to have a police. Well, like we found all this out, and the lady, luckily, she, she got what came, you know was coming to her and got you know in big trouble for insurance fraud. Uh, but in the meantime. She told the police, yeah, and they're always smoking pot over there. Well, oh, Jesus. Like, like you say, you have gone how long without doing any drugs? Over a decade or some yeah, kind. Yeah, I've gone 40-plus years. Yeah. Never have done any of that. I mean, you know that even if I was lying to you, like you can tell, right, that I've never done any of the, any of the oh, no, things I like know. that. You've and, tried to talk about it, yeah, and you have mainly, no idea what you're talking yeah, about. That, and mainly because I was just afraid. But, yeah, I was so convinced that they were going to try to plant shit that it, it was a full-out you know, scan of everything. And I went through my car because I thought, they'll go out in the car. They'll open the door because I rarely lock the door of my car. I don't have anything in there except basketballs that get stolen. So I did that. <laughs> we went down. Yeah, they get stolen. But, but I, I, I went, here's the, the thing. I don't even know if I ever told you this. We went down in the basement. And oh, no, where, you where you open up 
we found shit there, and there is no way it got there. There is no possible way that it got there except that they ran across the lawn and fucking threw it in there and then probably wanted to call the police to make it look like we were these bad – and I mean you're, you're fucking with things where all of a sudden we lose our kids and shit like that. Yeah, but they they got theirs. They got theirs. I told you the police showed up. And I said, you can look anywhere in the house. This is nonsense. This is ridiculous. And my one uh, son, my uh, oldest in the house, Zach, the police called him down to like, oh, is he upstairs? Yeah. Hey, Zach, come down here. The police are here. And he came down and was like, what? What's going on? And they were, oh, why do you look so scared? And, and what do you there mean? cops in my house. Yeah, at this it. point, he was like 15. And all of a sudden, he walks down and there's two cops there. Yeah, you're going to be a little nervous and wonder point. what happened. Yeah, it's just fucking nonsense, Eric. So you watch yourself. I'm telling you, you, you put this guy, you, you put him on watch. I'm telling you, you I you did fuck him. up, though, because I had this idea in my head, right? So I actually wanted to put my shoes back on and then take a walk around the building to see yeah. if they were in front of any other door. Because, you know, I, I get home before But you were too does. lazy. I was too lazy. <laughs> And then I, I just didn't think about it, but then it started like you know I started thinking, and I'm like, yeah. is, is somebody fucking with me? And what's yeah. going on here? And I think he you, is. These, these these sheets of paper, these are more stylized than anything I've ever really? seen this building so do. Somebody went and got like you know some crazy font and shit, and they did yeah. it. Or uh, or who knows? Maybe it's that fucking asshole just downstairs and did it himself. But I think that he probably reported, and they can't do anything. They, no. And maybe yeah, who knows? Are they allowed to just go in your apartment? They, I mean, legally, I guess they could. They own the apartment. Yeah. Who knows? They may have went in and searched your fucking apartment. Maybe. I, I don't think if they found anything, they could do anything about that well, because that's they, not they, a legal they search. Can't find anything? It's impossible. No, I know. But yeah, look to see if your underwear drawer's gone through. <laughs> see if they were sniffing panties. I'm telling you right now, yell out. I know you're fucking. I'm on to you, buddy. And start no, yelling and screaming and say, fuck it, move your shit back in there and we're talking Aquaman. Because wasn't that when he really got it was. pissed? Was yeah, the guy's yeah. not an Aquaman fan. I, I think he's setting he you up. He didn't read the new 52. Yeah, yeah really. That, that really he, he's down there getting so mad because he's like, why is this guy going on about Aquaman? Everyone knows Aquaman's a joke. How is this podcast starting? Or not even the podcast, because the you know in in uh, the whole wraparound deal, me and you are starting the meat and cheese here. But this is one of the first things we're doing of the week. Uh, How did it turn into like you know in search of dickhead downstairs? And now I'm mad again. This guy is ruining our lives. He may not even be involved. He hasn't been complaining though, right? I have thought about now, not since I moved my whole setup. But how many people live on your floor? Four. Yeah, so uh, – and are the rest – do they have families and stuff? Um, No. Okay. Actually, no, it's three now. The, the one family did move out. Any of, them look, like, any of them look like druggies? Any of those uh, guys? I don't know. I haven't really looked at yeah, them. Is anybody possibly listening to either uh, Fish or The Grateful Dead during the day? Because if it's – target them. Then go get them. It's them, I, I started thinking about it like two weeks anybody ago. Anybody wearing was... tie-dye? I, no, not that I know of. But I was walking out of the ha- house like two weeks ago, taking the garbage out. I was going somewhere with Jess, and I thought I did yeah. smell a little marijuana in the hallway. Really? Like, hmm, maybe that okay. was what's going on. I don't know. They burn in leaves. Is that what's hey, happening? Uh, it's that beard of yours. That's even worse than ma- marijuana in my mind. It's, it's just burning, be- leaves, in burning leaves in the apartment. Yeah. That would probably cause some problems. Uh, maybe it's that beard of yours. They, they think I, you I look like it. Yeah, I know, but even when you shaved it, you do look a little like a hippie. Do you have any like pullovers? Like, what are those? I used to have one, like a hippie pullover. What are those things called? I, I haven't. Had I don't one even remember like what 20, they were. I had this years. fucking pullover that was like a burlap yeah. <laughs> type deal. Oh, that was the worst. It was made out of hemp. No, no, this was just. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was when I was in college. I thought it was fucking cool. Yeah, I'm I, you, I haven't cool had anything dude. like that since like 1995. Oh, don't you sell it to me? 
You fucking drug addict. I'm the one who turned you in. I, I have a problem. I, you have a problem. I want to stop this uh, right away. You need to accept the fact that you have a problem. You're like Batman and All-Star I think Batman. You're you fucking, you got to just realize you, you're insane and you, you have a double life. See, now that you say drug addict, too, then I think of my crazy aunt who was sending me those messages about my drug addict mommy and her freaking crazy tirades. Oh, so now you think that maybe she's involved. No, no, I don't because she has no, no. idea where I live and I would no. never let her know. No, no, no. But yeah, Eric, this is the meat and cheese. God damn it. It's a weird yeah. day. Yeah, it is. All you do, stand up. Well, here's the thing. I was just going to say something that the way you could tell who it is in your building is smoking pot would be the guy who's always going to Taco Bell. Unfortunately, that's you. Well, Taco uh, that's delicious, all. Obviously. Maybe that's what the guy sees. They don't even smell anything, really. They're just making a preemptive strike because they always see you coming back with Taco Bell. And only drug addicts take you know eat Taco Bell every day, And people right? who have eaten it and know it's delicious. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we had Taco Bell the other night. We, exactly. we had finished. We ended the podcast last week uh, with me saying that I was heading off to get you Taco monster. Bell because I did not want to uh, cook uh, because I had to edit the podcast. I didn't have time to cook it. So I said, hey, I'm, we're going to go to Taco Bell. And if people have listened, they know that this is what I said. And I said to you, I'm going to get the naked chicken chalupa. And I said, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to get there. And it's going to be gone. And they won't know anything about it. And, yep, it was gone. We talked about it on the uh, – the pop, pop culture, culture podcast yeah. yesterday, and it did. It, that's what happened. Uh, you I my went life, there because I blame yeah, you for this. I, I Nobody messaged else, you right away. You. It threw me the fuck out. I, I'm not a good guy at a drive-through anyway. I always want to order. I have to. It's weird. I have it's, to. It's weird when you know say exactly I'm not a good when, guy to drive-through. Like you're shouting out demands or freaking. No, I'm saying it's not that. No, I'm it's what it is. Is I know exactly. I don't like to go not knowing what I want. So right. when I, I go and order. Uh, yeah, but the problem is, I, I knew what I wanted. I had <laughs> they up. didn't have it, so I was fucked. But yeah, we're going to go on to the books, Eric. Uh, of course, the big book of the week. Yeah, you can't, you know, cut corners or whatever. It is Superman, but we're not going to start with that because we're no, going to keep. Do. No, we're going to keep the order that we usually do. I actually said to you that we were going to start with Superman, but now that I wrote out my notes and things, we're going to start with Batman. And oh, good, because I don't remember you telling me that. Yeah, remember I said, and you go, whoo, you're going to mix it up. And I said, yeah, it makes sense, because then we'll have Superman, then my book, and then All-Star Batman. So we'd switch up your books, and you were like, whoo, you're changing the game. It was on Monday at work, the last time I saw you. Oh, man, that was a long time ago. You can't expect yeah, me to Yeah, I mean, things. we were there at work. You had a monkey on your back. What is that? God you damn had it. a monkey so you on your back. You left work with my boss telling me that, and I'm like, does she yeah. think I'm a drug addict? What yeah, the hell is at, this shit? at the end of the day, today, we were forced to stay that. We were forced to stay extra. It's funny, too, because you had to stay extra to do some you know, finishing touches on your job, and then I was told I had to stay because I'm your goddamn ride. Well, yeah. One doesn't have without the, the other. It's funny because the boss comes over and says, oh, uh, can you stay uh, later, because Eric has to finish some stuff. I'm, no, he can't. That's what I said. Oh, re really? But can you? Can't you just stay a little? You know? No, I, I don't think I can. And then they, they, oh, we really would have appreciated. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to stay. That's why when I came over, I said, how long is this gonna fucking take? I had said that I didn't want to stay like three times. They didn't listen to me. Yesterday, they asked me if I wanted to stay extra. No. No. I told him no one left. That was with that cardboard. Oh, you want to do cardboard there, buddy? Oh, I'm leaving. I'll see you later. In fact, I'm leaving a quarter after. I'm not even waiting till 3.30. I'm leaving early. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> but now then we leave. And she's Me like, oh, get that monkey off your back. And I'm like, yeah, what she's the hell like, it's a good mean? thing you got the monkey off your back. I'm like, there's no monkey on this back. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe a monkey on your back, not on ours. What's going on today? Yeah. And then next thing you know, it was like that southpaw hit us with a left hook. Of course it did. (laughs) A southpaw. This whole world's gone insane. It's gone insane. Now I'm starting to realize what was going on with Mad Hatter. But we'll get on to that later because this is Batman number 19. I'm going to gather my wits here. Written by Tom King. Art by David Finch. Danny Mickey. Trevor Scott. Sandra Hope. Jordi Belair. And D-Ron Bennett. D-Ron. Bane enters Gotham. What does he enter with, Eric? A few hours to kill. It looks like Batman remembers his own cloudy continuity. And so does Tom King. As the Dark Knight lets the Arkham inmates free to stop Bane. Or at least slow him down on his quest to get Psycho Pirate. It's all Batman's plan. But after hearing Bane's side of the story and Batman's revisionist history. I may have to side with Bane. I don't know about you. Bane in this argues his point. I'm with him. I'm Team Bane. I'm Team Bane. Still, it was cool to see Tom King throw all the villains at us, but it was a shame that Bane didn't get a chance to silence that fucking cat, kite man, cat man, kite man, once and for all. I, I just stepped Thank over God we like to see him here. No, I wanted him to be there, and I wanted Bane to put his fucking fist right through his fucking head. I'm <laughs> sick of seeing him. I'm telling you, now I'm mad because of all this other garbage but yeah it starts off bane we saw last issue it last issue started where we saw batman in a flash of light enter arkham ahead of bane and then bane heading towards and pretty much ripping the door off of arkham yeah. asylum and going in uh we go right from there he's in there and there's maxi zeus maxi zeus is right zeus there being and a yeah doomsayer yeah and maxi zeus definitely does look like the uh DCYOU Bruce when he came yeah. back from the dead. He really, Bruce Wayne with really a beard. I'm does. Like, God damn, like, what happened? Like, I don't yeah, know he does. And I don't know. Maybe that is actually a stylistic choice that's on purpose. I don't know. Uh, but he's there. He's Doomsayer Bruce. He's Doomsayer Maxi. And he, he just, he's spouting off. Talking. It's very odd to me because you know Maxi Zeus. It's kind. I guess I can kind of see him saying this, but you know he he believes he's Zeus. So why isn't he trying to stop him? Thinking you know he yeah, is the, the all and powerful fucking Zeus. The other thing though, here's the the one part they have to remember in a, a couple of these. Uh, they are in Arkham. He yeah. may be so fucking drugged up like you uh, after okay, a Taco okay. Bell run, uh, but yeah, he might be so drugged up. But the the thing that makes me laugh, Bane doesn't he doesn't hit him. Like, no. everybody else doesn't get free. I think he's like, you know what? I, I like your style. Because then it comes into play no. later at the Max, end, actually. Maxie at least freaking went and stepped out of the way, unlike everybody yeah. else who deserved a punch to the face. And he's just talking. He He's doing his thing, and he does say at the very end, as Bane goes and steps out of the way, he says, uh, all hope abandon ye who enter here. And, and again, that's pretty cool. You know yeah. what I mean? And he does have, they have the wraparound at the end. Maxi Zeus ends the issue. Bane is a very big fan of the wraparound. Eric, <laughs> that's it? all. He's like, you know what? You I like this guy. Bit. Yeah, you need the book end. But yeah, uh, the one thing that I keep thinking is, when the fuck is day four ending? Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's been like day four forever. But oh, there no, he no. goes. You talk about day four, but fucking uh, Bane's excursion through Arkham 
lasts forever yeah. if you look at the yeah, timestamps. You have like, to look at the timestamp because that is yeah. this fucking hospital. Yeah, and, Why are you not getting right to where you I need to be? I think that that's like the whole thing. I will say it right now. Uh, Batman's night falling pain. He oh, is yeah. wearing him down so that when he finally gets to where they are, he can handle him. I think that it's not just the fighting. I also think it, it's the, you know, going through. Because he's think, just like, going Bane through. Ar- and took a nap at some point? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but he's going through Arkham just to find where he is. And I do think there is a thing to, you know, opening up this cell and it's not there. Because, you know, when he runs into these villains, that's the big point. There might be an hour and a half at points of him just opening doors and looking or busting down things. I think that's wearing him out as well. And it's taking him off his game. I think that he's probably getting more and more frustrated by this and really angry. Because, like I said, Team Bane, Eric, uh, he really does have a point and he really thinks he's in the right. So right. as this is being like, this is more and more anger going. And as we see in a couple more pages, he's also venoming up at an extreme rate because he has to. He has to do it. And you also get the idea how much venom does he have? You know uh, what I mean? A shitload? I don't he know might, over here. but I think by the end of the night and all this thing that he's doing it, he may run out. I mean, at the point when Batman and him face off, he, he's got to be low. You see that little canister of, of fucking venom he has on the back, and at one point he does juice up. Uh, right. But before that, he does go, and the first villain he sees is Two-Face. And I really – I think the art in this is incredible. I, I, I love the art. The only problem yeah. I have with this so – like we start out with Two-Face besides for Maxi yeah. Zeus, of course. But yeah, Maxi Zeus. Right away, I get, I'm get. i thinking of the first arc of All-Star Batman where yeah, Scott yeah. Snyder threw all these villains at us right in a row like that. Yeah, I, I'm with you as well. Especially starting with Two-Face makes me think of that. But the way we're presented with Two-Face here seems very like uh, contrary to the way we just saw him in All-Star where he, you know, he's one person. Person at one time yeah, and then is. he's you know here yeah. he's the duality of it you know he is talking as harvey and then he's talking as two-faced yeah, he's talking so as it's not exactly how we just saw the new kind no of, and again you know, here's the thing of the character we've talked day. about all-star and they say it's in continuity i don't know when i don't yeah. know when that is that could so be a year from all-star now all-star happens before this just because we get it may I, well, here's the escape. thing. Yeah. Here's the only thing that I can say is there is a – and you say the All-Star connection. There's a lot of villains I in know this that issue in that, that are from All-Star. I mean you have some weird call-outs that we haven't seen even like as it goes. Yeah, amygdala. All of a sudden, amygdala is there now. Fuck, is even it the way that Firefly looks is straight Is it out that of at this All-Star. point that you know that this is working towards that All Star deal and they they got out? Who knows? Maybe the fucked up thing because Batman. The, the whole point of this is Batman has let them go, and Two Face says, "Listen, I'm of two of two minds. Uh, one." I can do what Batman wants us to. He let us out, and if we stop you and bring you to him alive, of course, he says alive, obviously, uh, he'll improve our imprisonment. Maybe at one point he does improve it, they're released or escape because of that. And they, you can, you well, can think all you want, but it's weird that you say the all-star deer because there are a lot of all-star I'll Batman villains in this. You know, last two-faced – or Harvey just says here, you know, it's like, you know, if we do what Batman says, he'll improve our imprisonment. Why not you just, you know, step aside like Maxie did and walk out the front door? The yeah, thing is just yeah. shattered open. It, it's weird. It is weird. I don't know. That's that's one of the biggest problems of this issue to me 
Bane has broken down the front door. He has ripped that door off of its hinges. They are there. They should be able to go and just just walk out. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe Bane beats them up. They skedaddle. And then that's what leads to them being out and about for for freaking uh, All-Star. And then you can say exactly, Batman has made his own villains because he has just set them up uh, to be jerks, you know, and and end up trying to get the money and all that to take them down. But, yeah, you you see two he's like you know what i can i can go with batman's plan but you know what i'm i'm here to hear what you have to offer and that's obviously got? the two-faced part uh and he's like yeah what do you have and bane just slams him upside the head pain, pain. and i'm like oh yeah he's clubber lang now exactly well, what do, no, what's your prediction for the fight bane pain all i could <laughs> think, think of was mr t and mr robinson's <laughs> neighborhood and yep. snl hello children can you say pain <laughs> yeah it's clubber lang that was his prediction for the fight pain yeah. uh then he goes off and there's solomon Just grundy and amygdala just predicts pain yeah and these are like again you had two face now you got like two badass almost twins like these guys are humongous it's funny too there is some humor in this where uh solomon grundy starts born on a monday and then i'm amygdala I don't know what rhymes with amygdala, and that's where you see Bane pressing that button on the back that does increase the venom. Now, is this to show you that he might run out of venom like I said, or is this one of those things that it's a tell, a foreshadowing, that at some point, instead of the classic Batman uh, Arkham, you know, all the Arkham games, you you jump over him and pull the hose, is this something where he's going to get that button and press it and, and just drive him completely insane but uh to fight solomon grundy and amygdala as yeah, Bane's huge but venom, there's yeah. two yeah you got to do a little extra and i like it because then he does what we all love he says the arc <laughs> i am Bane. I, i'm like oh my god he said it uh I'm, but yeah. I'm stuck on this though because i am amygdala i don't know what rhymes with amygdala for some reason besides for how big he is he reminds yeah. me of wrong turn yeah, he does a little, but yeah, that's amygdala, I think. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, I wrong start term. Wrong term amygdala. Yeah, maybe we will call him amygdala, but yeah, and then it's then funny I him to try because to say it. yeah, like wrong turn though. Uh, as things the shit hits the fan, wrong turn bails. Amygdala then gets really scared. Like both of them get really <laughs> scared. And I will say that Solomon Grundy also looks a lot like Gray Hulk in that panel. I mean, he really does. But yeah, the way that Bane goes, they're fucking, they're, they're scared. And you hear them like, ah, you know, they yell and whatever. They probably just get well, the shit beat Well, he offers Bane, man. Who wants that shit? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll order that at the drive-thru and he'll say they don't have it anymore. But yeah, then he moves on. He's going to go for Scarecrow. And again, this is not, this isn't Bane seeking them out. You know what I mean? This yeah. isn't Bane going and saying like, I'm going to go. And I think some people may think that. Some people may think that Bane is going to prove how macho he is and he's going to kill everybody there. No, he is just going. And unfortunately uh, for Scarecrow there, he is in a cell that looks heavily, you know, barred. So Bane's yeah. going to think, okay, I got to get through this door. In the meantime, you know, he's uh, – and it's more Jonathan Crane than, than Scarecrow at this point in Arkham, which makes sense. And uh, he has some, uh, you know, fear toxin with him. And as Bane goes through, uh, he is saying different phobias and things like that. Just talking because, you know, that's what he likes to do. It's his kink. Yeah, it's his kink. And he sprays it in Bane's face. And now he's like, all right, you're you're having nightmares. You're going to think this. Can you tell me and about him? Yeah. Then he gets real creepy. And I thought, boy, it's, that's pretty fucking dark. You know yeah. what I mean? Of all this stuff, because he thinks Bane now is having nightmares and he wants him to describe uh, them to him. 
Bane doesn't have nightmares. Bane no, he's is got catchphrases. Yeah, he goes, I give nightmares. And there, there you go. And boy, who, <laughs> what do you think he does? Like, there is no way we should ever see Scarecrow again because Absolutely at this not. point, at this do, point, he's so, yeah, at this point, he is so venomed up uh, from, you know, double dosing or whatever he did that. I would believe that he would put his fist right through him. Maybe just toss him aside because really, I think here's he turns the thing. Him Scarface. It doesn't really benefit. Bane at all to do anything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Amygdala and uh, and Solomon Grundy were there to stop him. He's going to have to take care of him. Fucking Scarecrow. He probably just slaps him. Fucking, you know, ah! kicks him. Yeah, but yeah, he yells. Now we go and see. And now it all started at midnight. Now we're it is 4.55 like a.m. Yeah. yeah, we're going there. And this is where we see uh, Bruce seems to have let Alfred in on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you let him out and you armed him. And Bruce is like, listen, I didn't have any choice. And you have yeah, yeah, Alfred Bruce there. Bruce has been here as well for like five hours yeah. at this point. So I like yeah. to think that they've been spending this five hours. Bruce just wants to take a nap for a little yeah. while. He's and just Alfred trying to just relax. Keeps yelling the same thing. Yeah. You He's let just him yelling. out. You armed him. <laughs> Finally, yeah, Bruce is Alfred. like, yeah. And that's Alfred is here to me to just be the guy who says, why don't you call the Justice League? And uh, just so you know. Bruce is not going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he did do it. He says, I tried that before. Remember in the square. It didn't and solve anything. It kind of did solve stuff, kind of. But he says it won't. Uh, but yeah, Alfred says, just run, take her. Uh, you know, take Gotham Girl, get the fuck out of here. And this is where Bruce starts talking that doesn't make sense to me. He says he killed Gotham. No, nope. no, he didn't. He broke Gotham Girl. No, no, he nope. didn't. He shot Selena. Yes. Yeah. He was involved yeah, well, in that. Bird kind of did that. But yeah. still. Well, I'm saying that's his guys. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when Alfred's like, Bruce. And he said, he hanged the boys. Okay. <laughs> he forgets both Dick and Jason. He <laughs> hanged my son from a uh, rock in the I cave. I see how okay. adopted kids work. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not running in a madness. And he's like, hey, we're in Arkham Asylum. What better place for madness? But the thing is, though. This is the way Mr. Drummond talked uh, behind yeah, closed doors. It, it's so funny, too. Like, he. Yeah, really. He's <laughs> like, don't give me that Listen, Arnold, Kim, Kimberly, you're my, you're my gal. Uh, it's just the crazy thing about it is, is no, Bane did not kill Gotham. Uh, Psycho He's a pirate, circumstance. Psycho pirate did in it by Hugo Strange's, you know, plan. Hugo Strange just had Hugo Strange acted on his own. Yeah, this is almost like the, you know, guns don't kill people. Get like you, you could go, but to me, there's no connection. Bane don't uh, Bane, kill. Hugo Strange kills. No, Bane ended up getting. Now you can say that all oh, that was part of the plan. They had to cause a distraction. They have uh -oh. to do all this, but no, no, he he didn't. Uh, Bane didn't break Gotham Girl either. It was Psycho Pirate. Don't try to convince yourself. You don't need to, Bruce. No. There is a lot of shit that Bane has done that, yeah, you don't need this. In fact, I wish that at one point he just went down to Santa Prisca, knocked on the front door and said, listen, I, I know you love the Psycho Pirate. Is there any way that I can come here with Gotham Girl? a cup well, of sugar. Yeah, yeah, really. And I won't even leave Santa pirate. Prisca. We'll do it here. I know we've had our differences, Bane, but you know what? Something tells me we're a lot more alike than we believe. We and, both and you like have, to sit around naked. Yeah, we, our, yeah, we both like to sit around naked and our mommies. Our mommies are mommies. dead. And uh, no, and just do this because really at the end of this 
Bain even says later he, he was not doing anything bad in Santa Prisca when he had Psycho Pirate. Like, I would almost suggest that when this is done, the best thing for the goddamn world would be to cure Gotham Girl and give Psycho Pirate the fuck right back to Bane. The guy was just sitting there on a goddamn naked on, on skulls. Throwing a skull. Uh, but yeah, they they go on from that because yeah, Bruce is not going to run. He says they, and really it comes down to the final deal. They hung my son. I, I'm not running. Uh, that's where you go and you get Bane. Now he runs into Mister Freeze, and Mister Freeze has like a weird deal where he says that he tried Venom. He yeah, yeah, looked he into Venom when his wife done. He, he looked into it, but years, obviously yeah. it wasn't the way to do it. Uh, but yeah, he also knows ice, Eric. Ice to meet you, and uh, he has. Bane <laughs> I, I like in the this bit too because the little—it's you know—it's it's not a huge moment by any means, but it's like no. you know a normal person on Venom, you know, can withstand this amount of pounds of uh, cubic pounds and shit like that. Yes. And now the, I've doubled it, and then Bane just, Bane just breaks, he just up breaks out of it. Seen, he has had more dosage than any yeah, normal yeah. person has yeah, ever. Yeah, no, had. he, and that's where he says no normal, you know, with the highest yeah. possible dosage. He's way beyond that. I just wonder where he is moving to start like the kinetic energy to break up but well that's man don't talk any science mr priest is enough science i'm telling you it's like when when mcbain breaks out of the ice sculpture (laughs) it says ice to meet you when you remember that i'm telling you one of of my biggest problems with uh you know actually i have a lot but x3 is when the juggernaut is in the ground kitty pride put him in there and his whole thing is once he starts moving he can't stop but he should not be able to move yeah he shouldn't be able to move but it's fun he yeah. breaks out, and that's where, like you said, now you're playing around with the idea that he is doing more venom than is humanly well, that's possible. That's the whole thing I, is that yeah. he started out that way. We saw it in his, like, you know, the origin tale we saw before with the duality of him and Bruce, where yeah. he's like, Give me more. He's like, We cannot give you more. I could kill you. And do mm-hmm. I look like I care? And they freaking yeah. jacked him full of it. Yeah, and that's where we go. And now we're going through. Bane just ripping through villains as he explains. Oh, my God. And it's Firefly again. All-Star Batman. You have Black, Black Spider, Spider, which is the craziest one. I, I have know. not seen. I've never seen Black Spider. No, I've seen him <laughs> twice in these books. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Um, and it's the Firefly says, look that we had in All-Star. And he says, to, you, you understand, as he's saying, and he's, you know, it's a narration that he's talking to us, Batman, everybody. He says, do you understand? I was done. Uh, all of this, all of you people, even that, he's saying, like, all you fucking asshole villains, I was done. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. And now you pulled me back. And he's like, yeah. listen, I was done. I was done with all the insanity, the fighting, the death, the venom. I was done. And he said, all I needed was the pirate. And he had him, and Batman just walked in and stole him. He stole his piece. And he wasn't doing anything. And yeah, now we have, you know, Man Bat. He's fighting Zaz. Uh, Mad Hatter, I, I, which I really is the craziest. How, yeah, I said, I really like, though, how his freaking, you know, his uh, mask is getting torn throughout these, like, rapid battles. Yeah, that and that's what point. you see. You see him wearing down now, yeah. But I, I thought you were going to go on no, with that. No, no, I'm sorry. But I yeah. just ended up looking. I, I was thinking about something about the hours it's taken, though, because we see this kind of rapid-fire yeah. thing. Yeah, where, now it's you know, like 8 o'clock. Like, it's yeah. 8.37 a.m. with Firefly. Exactly, and then 11.55 yeah. when he's done with Flamingo, and it's like, oh, my God, how many t- like how many people are you taking on in between this? Or are you just walking around going cell to cell, or is yeah. it actually taking you this long to take on these characters? Yeah, I just think that it's him. It's I'm sure it's taking him longer than it should, because even at the point, like, now you have – Mad Hatter, where to me, 
it, you know, he walks into Mad Hatter's the first one he sees. <laughs> he He's stomping him. Now, I do want to ask why they would let Mad Hatter dress anywhere like that. If, like, the scare, you know, Scarecrow wasn't in his garb, there's Mad Hatter walking around with that well, hat. Get that the, hat the, off. The him. hat might have been something that Batman, like, you know, set him up Maybe. with. Kind of like, Maybe. you know, Mr. Freeze's gun. It's weird, though. You got, I don't know. And then you have Dr. Phosphorus. You have uh, Hush, Hush, which yeah. is kind of crazy. And Copperhead. Copperhead. And, yeah, by this and point. And not the female Copperhead that we saw. No, no. Yeah, and at this point, it's, you know, ten and a half hours. He's been <laughs> fighting, and he keeps saying, and he's like, listen, I was done. I was trying so to remain peaceful. Looking. And he says, how can I be peaceful without the pirate? But he came in, and, and Batman came to my island, to my prison. I was done, and he came. He broke my back and stole my peace. And then he just says, and at the point, he's like, I he was done. <laughs> and boy, he looks fucked it's up. so he crazy so looking with I up. was done. Yeah, he was. And he was. He, he was ready to just, I think he was retiring. And that's where we get the newfangled calendar man. Who's and sitting I'm sorry, there? Counter Man, just just like Maxi Zeus, smartest goddamn guys in Arkham. Yep. Yeah. It's funny too. Yeah, because uh, there he is. He's talking. He's like, it's never done. You know, the progress goes on. There's more days. Day comes after day. And then he's like, and neither. You know, you'll never stop. Neither will Batman. And has his finger up and does like a you know shoot finger bang yeah, to his head. Yeah. And then I just imagine that he fell down like that and like ah. Oh. And then whew, thank God he just walked by. And then he says, you know, tune in tomorrow, same bat time same bad channel and it, it's kind of cool for calendar man to kind of say you know this shit always goes on you can tell me you were done you can tell me that it wasn't you or whatever this shit with all of us just keeps going back and forth it's never going to end uh but that at this point I, batman th- this point though when bane comes to the, bane, the, I mean, yeah. the mr miracle door right yeah and he sees it and then he just kind of walks off panel for a second and just grabs Riddler and starts dragging him back. I'm like, mm-hmm. where was Riddler here? Did he just walk yeah. all the way back to the beginning or is he just off panel well, just hanging there smoking the like a badass? He, I'm trying to, it's 11.15 when he's with Calendar Man where he walks through. And then when he grabs Riddler, then it is 11.52. So he <laughs> did walk a good amount of time to get him because he didn't really do anything that would have taken time with no. Calendar Man. Calendar Man was just there, said a sentence and laid down. Yeah. He went back and was like, <sighs> he probably looked it. at it and he's like, because he does go, Hur. when he sees it, and he must have been like, you fuck. fuck. And he had to walk back and get Riddler. He brings him back. And I think that was actually maybe Tom King's best joke of the I, whole thing. And I don't so even think I got it then because yeah, it took him like 20 it's, minutes. He's just holding his hand yeah. like a child as he drags him up. Yeah, and at this point, he's had so much. All this thing he has, he's like, you know, you got 20 seconds. Or 30, you know, does he say 30 seconds? Yeah, it's like he 30 says, seconds. Yep, you have 30 seconds. So all of this time he's taking it, he's just like, you have 30 seconds. I'll pop your fucking head and then I'll get the puzzler to do and it. That's the best part too, because I know he's bluffing because he's not about to walk back and go find no, where puzzler no. is. He could barely walk. As he walks, he's trailing blood everywhere. There's this blood trail everywhere. And it's funny because there you have the Riddler who is I say that's part of bullshit. To me, though, the Riddler is this this is like his dream come true. But yeah, yeah. it, it Mr. Miracle isn't making something the Riddler can he, take apart that, in 11 seconds. He takes Genesis Tech apart in 11 yeah. seconds, and he talks yes. to you, this is hundreds of years beyond anything that humans have yes. ever created. Yeah. 11 seconds is all he needs. Yeah, and fuck. then Bane says 20 seconds, and he's like, I'll only Look, I know 11. you're a smart fellow. You can come up with some serious it's riddles funny here too, and there, when you, get the hell yeah, out of here. It's funny when you look at it, it's like, whew, th- this is new Genesis Tech. Uh, I think I will cut the blue wire. 
wire. Because all it is is wires. <laughs> and he's, still, he's pulling it I out. Know, I don't know how the fuck he knows this new Genesis tech. I know. It's so that we know. I'm telling you, all that is is a forced way to show that he's smart enough to know that and to be able to, because it's bullshit. It really is. When, at the end of the day, that's complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. Uh, this is where everybody was talking that I told you too, and I swear to God I heard it before, but he says, hey, listen, you know, the door opens, and he's like, when you see Batman, tell him. I haven't forgotten about the war of the jokes and riddles. Yeah. And, you know, so I still remember what he did, and that it does seem to be the next arc is to see what this war of jokes and riddles was, that it seems to have taken place right after zero year, something somewhere around that time right. that we're going to jump back. And that we'll sounds see. interesting to me, because I yeah, like that idea. You know, it does take Batman out of the game for his own story to be, you know, this whole connective universe. Yeah. But I think that's okay to do every now and well, again. Well, and, and, and again, this is this happened many a time in the New yeah. 52, especially zero year. All of a sudden, you went back. And yeah, but it, it is weird more now with this more connected universe. But uh, you, we're going to have the button story and then i do think that the next big thing for batman is going to be in that event that scott snyder and greg Capullo are going to do in the summer and i think maybe this jokes and riddles is to just kind of calm the you know the the crap down before right. you go into that big event so you have something that doesn't affect much uh going with that and maybe gives Tom... jumping around in justice league jla yeah yeah you'll see him all over but yeah he opens you open up uh he opens up the door. There's Batman. They're going to face. And yeah, Batman now, he, he looks rested. He has spent oh, yeah. the last 12 hours taking naps, even though Alfred was yelling at him. He's just sitting on that chair. Bane has the shit kicked oh, down because now it is 12 hours later. And it's Bane, a total reversal yeah, nightfall. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a nightfall reversal, and it's good. And then at the end, there's Maxi Zeus fucking, you know, preaching doing his away. crazy, yeah, preaching. And it goes, and you can read, and it's, you know, where lions roam, and the, the just man rages in the wilds, and how things are turned, and, you know, shit goes. But, yeah, it looks like it's going to end. It says next, it all ends. And, it, right? and, you know, 12 and, hours later, he finally gets to Batman. Yeah, he gets to Batman, and he is bloodied and fucked up. Actually, no, uh, I think that's, that's 24 hours later. Yeah, I thought it started yeah. at 12. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. I was going to say it started at 12. So, yeah, a whole yeah, that, day later. A all goddamn day right yeah, there. Yeah, and actually... We might be off on this Riddler thing now. It may have changed from AM to PM. It might even be better. <laughs> because when he's talking, he does 11.15 p.m. And then when he comes back with Riddler, no, it's 11.15 no, no, p.m. Yeah, yeah. So it is. Oh, that would have been even better if it took him 12 <laughs> hours to find fucking Riddler. Uh, yes. But yeah, it, it is a reverse nightfall. It really is. He, Batman, and Batman for all the things, for all the things in I Am Suicide, when Batman went to Santa Prisca, we couldn't, we still, I still can't figure out what the plan was. No. Uh, all I know is at the end, Bronze Tiger's like, holy shit, Batman, the plan was worked you know when he was saying that and uh so how could he do it because he's batman i'm like what the fuck plan this is a plan and i like it i really do like it uh because i do think this is batman using his head because bane just walking in would fucking rip him apart I, he already I, I, has. i'm telling you i agree with all of this the only thing is i have to stop and think of the repercussions of all of this batman needs to be like public enemy number one for not, not only taking over a psych or putting all these people yeah, in putting them all yeah crazy i know shit. Yeah, and it is crazy. Letting them loose in the meantime. Yeah, I'd love to see the guys just running out the back door, screaming and laughing. They don't uh, gotta go out the back door. Front door's wide yeah, open. Yeah, really, the front door is wide open. But yeah, uh, I love the art. I thought the art was oh, the great. Art's I love the reverse nightfall. I think that's a pretty clever way of him doing it. Though I do believe Bane is in the right, pretty much. I mean, if they would go to a uh, court 
Like Batman's like, listen, we'll take this to court. Uh, I believe Bane would win his case. He'd get Psycho Pirate and go back because he did kind of bargain for him. There was barter system going, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I don't think this is a perfect issue. I no. do think also that there is a lot of filler uh, with a him lot. just beating the shit out of uh, villains, but that's part of the plan. So I can't say it's all filler, uh, but it is a padded issue to lead to what we're going to get next, which is the big finale. But it's something that had to be done uh, so you can see what was you know, Batman's plan and him going down. But yeah, I, I couldn't give it more than 8 out of 10. Whoa, now, even with you. that, I'm telling you, I love the art. And, like, you know, the, the thing is, I love the whole villain parade that we're getting here. But since we just saw it, really, in All-Star Batman, yeah, dude, it doesn't yeah. have the hype that that had for me when we got that. So right there, it goes down a bit because, you know, it's just kind of playing off these old well, things. Well, even that, even that it's kind of like a play on even what we've seen in this book. When, he, when we had I Am Suicide and he walked through you know arkham we got yeah. a parade of things too so yeah in that and in all-star it is kind of getting kind of boring in this book especially we've seen like i said kite man a, a million times we saw condiment king for christ's sakes uh you know twice these yeah. yeah these crazy villains just popping up all over the place is starting to lose like the zeal that it did but go say it was such a huge thing when we got to see it in all-star but now it's just kind of old hat and the whole thing with riddler just kind of pissed me off just because of how easy it was i'm telling you this was supposed to be this high-tech new Genesis shit, and yeah. I understand that Riddler is a smart guy. Yeah, and Batman's not, not yeah. Batman's not a, a dummy either. If no. you're going to have this, and he said, the weird thing is, is remember they spelled it out. We got uh, Mr. Miracle to make this so Harley couldn't break him out. Well, what the fuck's Harley going to break you out? Harley what's she going to tell? Break out of goddamn what, yeah, bars. What, what's she going to do? Go up to the, the door and tell it a joke? You know, there is the Riddler is in Arkham. There is a guy who obviously seems to be able to just figure it out right away. I go to Mr. Miracle and ask my money back. I don't think he really yeah, put us all into it. But no, because of all these things, though, I, I still enjoy the issue, but it's not yeah. as like great as I you know want it to be going. I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay, so we're, we're pretty close. Yeah. I di- I, here's the thing. What's weird, though, uh, say me and you decide it from now on, we're going to judge the book on – actual like score of the book and then add a fun factor i might put the fun factor at 9.5 because i had a lot of fun reading it it's just there are a lot of holes the fun factor on top of it, like I said, it was downgraded a bit in my mind just because it's yeah, something I just, we've seen I, so I commonly like, now. I like to see Bane just ripping through people, though, but yeah. That is uh, fun. But we are going to move on to the next book. Ooh, Superman number 19, written by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, with art by Patrick Gleason, Mick Gray, John Cleese, and Rob Lee. Mixel Plick has John, and the game is on as Superman tries to save his son while his memory of his of him begins to fade because of some blue energy nonsense. With that, John starts talking to his parents' new 52 doppelgangers in their red energy form, and in the end, John breaks free of his prison, and the red energy either manifests into bodies or they combine with our pre-Flashpoint Kents, and everything is pretty much up in the air about what the hell all of this means. Yeah, uh, here's the thing is, I'll, I'll just tell you right away how I, and me and you have different theories of what's going on here and some of the things that happen i do believe that where they are in this pocket universe whatever you'll call it this playtime with mix-up like i do believe that that he does say something like oh it's sapping your power away you're losing your power and your memory. I do think this is just a Mixoplick thing that it he's fucking around with. Uh, that's the problem is a lot of this issue and everything that I think about it or whatever can really be – you could throw shade at it all you want. 
<laughs> because it's Mixelplick. You can't. This is the problem we had with Mixelplick. Anything you see, you know, that doesn't make sense, I start thinking it's just Mixelplick, which is really what I think is the whole point of this and that red energy, the red, you know, Superman energy. Because we did say a tie-in was the, the Superwoman uh, yeah. book but well, we talked about it and this is the other thing i actually put a poll up on twitter just to see how many people read that not many people read it everybody avoided it. and i think dc knows that that's why i think that everything that happened in that and it ended up looking like a dream yeah, uh, a I dream within a dream a dream within a dream within a dream but like i said i've seen i, I think that a i was watching a kid i forget i'm telling you i i actually saw uh something on one of the shows that my kids watch that they had the same thing where a kid thinks he's waking up for school, he runs out and he has his underwear on. And goes, oh, it's, oh. Like, it's like every sequel of Nightmare on Elm Street. Right yeah, when you and think then, you woke up and yes. the, like the terror's ever. Right, no, exactly. You're still in you the think, dream. You, yeah, you're still in the dream. That's what I think it was. I don't think there was a lot at play there. And really, I think DC knows better than to think that anybody was. Yeah, that's the only thing, reading though. Like we, I'm telling you, I don't, I'm not getting back into this. I swear to God. Yeah, we argued about this you all fought day. All, all day. We were fighting and, but about But no, it. I, I just. Because it's a bit of information that we, we've been giving in the Supergirl – I'm Superwoman. I'm sorry. I don't want to like generally dismiss it just because it's this freaking tie-in that might not well, mean Well, and, and here, here we go. Not many people read it. The thing that I got out of this Superwoman, if you haven't read it, was that Lana had a dream that basically Clark, when he died, Superman when he died, the new 52 Superman, the red energy left him and entered Lois and Lana as almost like, hey – Hold this for me while I come on back. And that's what it seemed. And also the big thing was that the big key to all this, the most important thing, was Superboy. That's really all I got out of that. And I'm telling you, even though we've argued about this as well with her flying at the end, but in my mind, she released that energy, which ties into what we have here. Yeah, but here's the problem is, like like we say, if we want to get in this argument again, in in the same dream, she saw her dead brother and her mom and dad. And also at the end... Uh, she's all of a sudden back in the Kryptonian armor that she started out in, in, in or at the end of the – I guess that was in the last the Superman. Before or, that, yeah, yeah, before. And uh, I do think that basically that was her. I do think that it did point in the direction that this red energy was released from yes. Clark into them the whole. But I don't think that that had anything to do with this issue. I don't think that it's anything to do. I think that that's her with that red energy in her. I still think she has it. Uh, you didn't get any idea that after that, when she was in that Kryptonian armor, if it was the case that she didn't have that, I guarantee you, you would have had Steel yell, Eureka! It, it seems like <laughs> she's better now because that seemed to be what was killing her. The red energy right. in her was what was killing her, and we did not get that. So we'll see where it goes from that. But I really would have thought that if that was the case and that really, really was happening, uh, he would have had something like that. Like, oh, my God, she's cured. Oh, she's coming too. And she would have woken up and then they would have said, hey, you, you don't have your powers anymore and something, whatever. We may see that the next issue of that. Uh, yeah. But in this, you start out and you have a really weird transition from the last issue of what happened with lois and clark and it really threw me off and, that, not, and not now you're getting issue. it through it's, it's two issues ago from what yeah. we got in the last issue of superman where you know yeah. john is fading away because of this ghost fire and yeah. we like we see and i like that i actually love I like that it. 
Yeah. But we had this whole thing where Mixelplick has taken him back to the farmhouse. They're going to play games until his father finds him. Like, yeah, yeah. Wh- where's all this stuff where you sat down and told John your goddamn life yep, story? You were going to do that. Where's all this good shit? And then you have the whole thing where you know you go to the other point, which where there was Lois. Now she's crying. She's and you know, and she's like, John, who's John? And this is where you got that whole thing where there's Superman. He's like, listen, he's our son, Lois. I need you to remember our at son. At the end of last issue, uh, yes. actually, at the end of the first story of last issue, Mixelplick made that made it so nobody remembered. Who nobody John remembered was besides John for Superman. But the other thing that got me was they really seemed to make it seem that Lois also didn't remember Clark because at the yes, point the, they the human followed, Clark. yeah, they followed the human. Clark to the apartment, apartment yeah. and and she even said, you know, in that le- end of that one, hey, what are we doing in your old apartment? As if she forgot about. It. But it's weird because I don't get that here. And no, no, it completely she, gone here. Yeah. Where all of a sudden, she has no idea that Superman is Clark Kent and that yeah, they're married like, and ha- anything. Shit's, yeah, shit's all weird. Like, why would she have said that at the end of that issue? Now maybe this is going into the she's, she's forgetting, forgetting more, more, and more as yeah. it goes and more and more because her but, blue energy is fading. Yes, is but it, but here's the <laughs> thing: is that's where I think. A a lot of this is hokey because what we do think is that – and Mixelplick even hints at it – that at, at a point when possibly when they entered this universe, when Flashpoint, whatever it will be. I hope they spell it out completely. God, Superman was out. split into the blue and the red. It seems very hokey. You didn't get any idea of that before. The problem I have is what does that have to do with Lois? What, no. what does that have to do with human Lois? You know what I mean? If, oh, I if, do. If Batman or Batman, if Superman was split into two, that's fine. But where does Lois figure out? You know, figure into this whole deal. And not I, only again, that, but that Superman annual we had, where Swamp Thing came out of nowhere and says, "You know, you are not, you know, a part of this world. You need to accept it." This blue yeah. energy out yeah. of nowhere that made him like when Superman touched Swamp Thing. Swamp yeah. Thing went crazy. Started he went speaking crazy. Kryptonian. He was speaking None of ancient it makes Kryptonian. sense. Adding up here yeah, because yeah. at the end, Superman just willed himself. You know, I am a part of this world. Swamp Thing. All right, he like forgets. Now, granted, the right, yeah, good now. and and tying into all this stuff, the only thing I can get a grip on in my mind is at a point when the universe was remade, was changed, was taken years or whatever. For some reason, that somebody I don't know Oz because it's weird. Even throwing Mister Oz into this, that he should be aware of all this craziness. But oh, yeah. even especially like a Lois and Lana getting the red energy. But before that. Uh, maybe it was somebody needed to make it so that this Superman was not known. You know what I mean? Because we even had prophecy in this book went and was trying to grab the Superman of every planet, every universe, every Superman through the multiverse. And when he confronted the pre-Flashpoint Superman, that's the one here, he said, you know what? You're an anomaly. You're not supposed to be we've here. Got, we've gotten that throughout Rebirth so far. Yeah. People are calling him an anomaly. Yes, and, like and you go back to Mr. Oz even coming to him in the Rebirth special and saying, you're not what you think you are. Neither was the new 52 Superman or your family. Uh, so we're going to find out. I think that we're in, you know, for at least two huge reveals in the last issue. But this issue just kind of goes on and really seems forced but again it's mixelplick so mixelplick wants to play a game he's like you know what you forgot about me it's the same thing he, he's a one-track mind here he's a and broken i'm record. telling you i i normally love patrick gleason's art i hate yeah. the way he draws uh, you, know, in this you know you know what he looks thing. like he is a he, nightmare creature he looks like the grinch 
He yeah. really looks like the Grinch he to me the whole time. That one. He had, yeah. He's up on the hilltop. He starts like you know getting squinty eyed. He's yeah. so angry. I'm telling you when yeah, he says that that's what we used to do. Yeah, I'm looking at it right he now. looks like the Grinch. And I was like, I maybe that's what he was going. But yeah, before like it's funny too because here you go. You have pre-Flashpoint Superman and he's there and he's like he's trying to trick Mixelplick by using the craziest like come on Mixelplick let's play a game and he's like. Yeah, that's what we used to do. And Mixoplex turned dark. I Don't mean, real dark. Me, and he says, he's like, hey, you know what? We're going to play a game, double or nothing. And it's weird because he Mixoplex snaps his finger, and they're in this, you know, they're, they're rid of rules like gravity, physics, reality. You yeah, know, the, and, the and universe Mixoplex, just falls apart. Yeah, it falls them, apart. But that, pocket universe. Out of nowhere, Superman says, glowing blue again. Again. And I don't even know what he means at that no. point because he isn't, neither's Lois. The, the floor is kind of, but I think the art and the, the uh, script there really saying, doesn't if, play off the well. The thing is, if you just look at it, they are outlined in blue. They are, but it's like, yeah, yeah, but really it doesn't even, it's I know, like it's they're not, not even very, looking. It's very weird. You know what I mean? It's so forced. That I, I right agree. There I actually is, had the same problem at first. Yeah. I'm like, are you? And then I, yeah. I, I'm, I had to go with yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're right. But even then it's like real subtle, but it's it's weird. But like you said, you mentioned before, like Lois and this blue energy. Why does she have the blue energy? Why does know. she have it? Uh, but yeah, that's when they're talking about, and Mixoplex says, you know what, it's just me and you. Let's get rid of Yoko. And I thought that was kind of funny. But, <laughs> that was you funny, know, yeah. And uh, that's when Superman's like, no, Lois stays with me. And I'm like, why did we just go through two pages for that? You know Seriously. what I mean? It just seemed really odd. Uh, but he's like, okay, fine, fine. We're going to play. And that's when he actually says, okay, you guys, Lois and Clark, Clark and Lois, always together, no matter yeah, what. It, you know and what, he's... Tata, before we go forward, this one part, is, it bothered me too, but it, it has nothing to do with the story, really. It's just that, you know, he's like, you know, Mixelplick is explaining his pocket universe and stuff yeah. like that. And then Superman says, and the blue. And Mixelplick's like, boring. It's just the way things yeah. look for around here. And the thing is, I'm like, don't don't tell the readers what's boring. This is what we want to know, Mixelplick. Yeah. Don't yeah. fuck us like and this. It's, it's like this Wink, wink, hint. Yeah. You know, again, it's forced. Uh, but then they go, and he's like, you know, Lois and Clark, Clark and yeah, Lois, yeah. all is together. And he, they do throw in, Tomasi throws in that deal. But if those tinkering busybodies couldn't keep you apart, why should I waste my time? Not when and, there's fun to be had. And I'm like, really? Because the New 52, it, it's a weird deal. It is real like a retroactive type of deal or, you know, trying to explain things because they the are New 52... They force the fucking end yes. of the New... I'm telling you, and right now, the only thing making the New 52 universe the way it is is that missing 10 years. Yeah. If you put that back in, you essentially, besides for a few inconsist inconsistencies yes. here and there, it's pretty much the old universe. Yeah. Just yeah. that there's missing 10 years. And again, and, they had to try to explain how the pre-Flashpoint Superman would get into that universe. And, and I think you, that is causing troubles. The whole thing with convergence troubles. and him knowing the pre... Like the universe that existed before I'm like yeah. none of this is adding up to me especially with convergence and and here's the thing is a lot of people have the complaints you had the new 52 you had new 52 superman and lois uh they weren't together at no. points they hated each other at one point superman they had wanted no to connection fucking, yeah but the problem is when he's like those tinkering busybodies couldn't keep you apart he is talking about pre-flashpoint superman and lois there the problem is, is we is went he, all I those. Talk, I thought they were talking about the Watchmen or whoever now, the ten years. Well, now. I think yeah, I think they're talking about that, but they're saying they couldn't keep you apart. Why would I waste my time keeping you apart? And the problem is, is we went so long in the New Fifty Two 
not knowing that supposedly this Superman and Lois were in the background watching. Yeah, in the year, it, yeah. It threw me off because when I think New 52 and when they were tinkering, I do not think of pre-Flashpoint Superman and Lois because no. that was such forced in and i went with it we went with it we said okay they came out of conversions and he said oh we were there the whole time and we even what you were there the whole time he's like well you know and the whole thing was spelled out he didn't want to interfere it's bullcrap it really is and to say this i'm really trying to convince people that they were and but they were in the stories they were there but we went five years without ever seeing them it's nonsense. It really is. And for him to say that, yeah, the Watchmen tried to tinker and tried to split you two, and they couldn't do it. But it really, they, they, it's weird because I always assume that they came in after the – who knows? It, it's just so fucked up. But it makes sense. They went with the 10 years. They, they showed up. John was just born. He's now 10. So, you know, we'll go with it. It just seems forced. But, yeah, you want to talk about force because this whole thing is a game. The infinite infinite planet, Eric, there's the big building at the top. It's, you know, a crazy replica of the Daily Planet with the globe on the top. And, and the, the game this, this is. This whole thing is fucking bullshit yeah, to me, this yeah, whole goddamn yeah. thing. Because we have a game where it's you're like, look at this. You reach the top. You get through all my little games that are inside of here. You can find your boy. You can get him and you can keep him. But, you know. You like if you don't, then nobody will remember John ever again. Yeah, and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, the thing is like, all right, you got yourself a, a decent little game going on here. We never get to see it really. Yeah, it's yeah, just, no. Okay, this is yeah. This there's is not really a game, you, and there's a splash page yeah. showing you a bunch of little montage shit. But besides for that, nothing. Yeah, and you, what's the game? He just says you have to reach the top, and it's he has to sign, you know, sign here because if you don't get it, I. Uh, but uh, the one thing that I thought that was uh pretty cool um it does look like uh mixelplex spelling it out that he has been he was captured by oz way back like this was not recently because he even says at points when he thought that you know oh i thought my superman was going to come and save me uh but they weren't and you see the the uh the dark side war type deal not the dark side war but the probably the dark side invasion from the beginning because how's there and all and even then you see in the background while it's going on you see the pre-flashpoint superman watching happen Uh, but yeah i think that it's also spelling out that he was there for a while uh more than we thought and that's when he lets it go like ah you know what even after you guys uh the hope and optimism was split and there were two of you to play with no one came to save me and that's when superman's like what you're telling me i was split in two and i'm like you are really jumped the conclusions there but it seems like that's what happened now we see when he died and you see the energy going into lois and lana and all this we're getting this but it's very quick and it's very you know it ends up with let the games begin john is in this globe and maybe like a pocket universe type of deal yeah inside Uh, the globe whatever and yeah it again it it's weird because you have this setup for this game and it seems like it'd be like almost like the crucible that they yeah. would go through this crazy thing you never get any of it you don't see one bit of it and that really you, seems like really, that would be a lot of fun i'm telling you i don't even know what the hell we're getting from it because we're seeing all these weird little yeah. things like little flashes yep. of what what appears to be their life up yeah to this and point. it you seems like death yeah there's you see the death of superman you see lois hurt at one point is. yeah it seems like almost like it's a game that they have to go through 
their varied continuities and fight to the top to get to John? Like at a point they have to fight through the death of Superman because in that point you see them there and you see Mixaplik. I win. I win. As if that was like they had to avoid that. It's very weird because you do get the shoots and ladders type game yeah. going and you can see like Jimmy's there and you see shit going on. But nothing spelled out in there. You have at the top there is Superboy. Uh, but it's weird. I don't know if you really look into this whole board. Maybe we even can get some things, but I'm looking at it. I don't see anything. Uh, in the meantime, uh, John is up in this in this globe. And, just floating in this little yeah, pocket Yeah, he's just universe. floating around. And this is where it, he's like, Dad, I can hear you because Superman yells, Jonathan, and he can hear a Mixoplick thinks that's cheating. He thinks, no, 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 yeah. you cheated. There should be nothing left. How can you be standing there? Like he went through and he went through the death of Superman. It looks like almost at this point you also you all also saw what appears to be the death of Lois at this point. You see, I believe, where they have them sitting there facing against each other. I think that that's also showing them not connecting. Like he is really – this is a game of continuity and a game of you know Lois and Clark in the multiverse and he's trying to change things. I don't know. I don't uh, know either. But yeah, at this point, Jonathan can hear them. It's like, Dad, Dad, and he can hear him. He's like, you know, we're going to do this. This is when Mixoplex, no, you cheat. You shouldn't even be standing here. And Superman says, no, family never gives up. They, you know, let us go. We've won. As we're as we're going through this, uh, the whole game thing, it's been spelled out to us that Superman has this blue energy. But as yeah. he goes through, his energy will be, to deplete. And once it does, he'll lose more and yeah, more of the and memory he'll lose of more John. And more memory. Now, here's the force bit of it. While this is going on, while Superman is fighting his way, supposedly, through the infinite planet with Lois, John is in this globe, and he is confronted by two bits of red energy. Red, you know, you would get it. It's, it's red Superman energy. And yeah. he's talking to them, and he recognizes them as his mom and dad or at least somebody who's like his mom and dad he's like mom dad and it's one of those it's like a chewbacca thing like the the (sighs) things looking at him he's like huh are you talking to me yes but who are you you know all this stuff where it's going and in the meantime the picture the the pictures that were in there with him because when it first started he kind of got trapped in this pocket universe with all those pictures that disappeared before they were all blue they were all the blue energy pictures everything looked blue all of a sudden a picture like almost like floats by and it is new 52 superman and lois with red energy behind them and then you're i mean it really is forced like oh, yeah. oh it's them like i thought that that's what it was anyway but yeah and he's like superman lois lane mom dad you sound like them and he's like me my name's jonathan i'm their son and then he even says you guys feel a lot like them but different i think you'd like them we're all separate and then basically he's like listen you have to help me we have to find them and all of a sudden the red energy goes into his fingertips and he has like a flame on his hand and it, Just, with I, the I blue under- i'm telling you i don't understand what that is with you know you have the blue around john and when it connects with the red energy we see yeah. a flame i, I actually get yeah. spark of life or what yeah you're i actually about think that that but, is the bit where he is now the more complete of any of them that now right. he has both the blue and the red energy uh, because even at the point in this issue, he uses the red energy to fly, which he's never been able to. And he uses that. I don't think it carries on from here, but he does use that because he basically uses this to explode the globe. Like he is actually at this point 
breaking the rules in a Mixoplick world that should not be able to be broken. Like, this shouldn't even make sense, but now John is controlling it. Like, he is the most powerful one to me uh, in this. And this is where, like, we had argued about that Superwoman ep- issue, and in that the John, you know, Superboy, he's the biggest thing of it. And I do think at this point, you are seeing that he is, like, and again, I think it goes back to the whole Superboy Prime thing, where he shattered reality. I think that that's kind of what's happening here when he breaks open this globe because she shouldn't be able to do that but he does i don't think mixoplick is counting on him having the full gambit no, of powers no. i think it's though it's too like when he's talking to these you know red energy beings who are superman and lois yeah. uh, in this little pocket he's like you know what are you looking for exactly and they go and touch him so i'm guessing in my mind this also goes from the superwoman deal where they were talking about you know john is the most important that's they what i mean i think that him. yeah i think that but i think that they kind of i i don't know here's the thing is is it that john like we don't know answers you could say that the uh, john's hope that he would get at could lead them there i actually have a theory that i think this all was mixelpick's plan because he wants the new 52 superman back because he said a bunch of times even in this that that's his superman but yeah. we'll see what happens but yeah out of nowhere this better be explained the this whole fair. red energy and how they came to be in this pocket universe deal and go to john and be in there and come because at this point mixelplick is freaking out and he's like you guys cheated this is bullshit and john explodes the globe and everybody's falling i mean this whole thing goes and it's weird and, because and at again, this point it's, it's bad too because you know superman and lois are hanging from a thread off yeah. the infinite infinite planet and, uh, but here's where Superman the problem does is. Not remember I just, who, like, yeah, he doesn't anymore. remember who John is, is. Now, the, the problem I have, because at this point, like, they really are making it seem, and it is up for interpretation what happens at the end, because John yeah. comes out. The problem is, Mixelplick has already said that in this universe, he's created this little place that he goes to. No gravity. He, he spelled that out at the very yeah. beginning. He said there's no gravity, there's no Physics rules. Don't work, no. Yeah. And so I don't know that it's real possible that Lois and Clark at this point are falling to their death. I don't think there is a, a possibility that with no gravity, no weight, he says all these things uh, are not functioning at this point. Well, what this is leading to, because John comes out, Mixelplick's yelling, you know, cheaters, cheaters. John comes out, he's he's got the red Superman energy in both fists, and then boom, it looks like it shoots out of his fist possibly, and then crashes on the ground next to Mixelplick. You do not ever see where or what the pre-Flashpoint Superman or Lois are doing at this point. No. You came away with thinking that I came this away blast that turned energy, them into them. I'm saying I came away with the red energy mixed with the blue then, and they fused together, making the two Superman and two Loises one. Yeah, and what I think is that this just made the red Superman, because when you see Superman and Lois, there is no blue there at all. It's all red. They are, all they red, are, yeah. yeah, everything's coming out red. I think that John has done this. He got mad. He did this and he has recreated or resurrected the, and really you can say Superman. It's also Lois because Lois yeah. is dead. Uh, and I don't think I think that the pre-Flashpoint Superman and Lois are there as well with them, and then yeah, eventually, they, eventually, I think they will fuse. But I do think that you're going to have to have a little bit where people will want to see what was indeed the new Fifty Two Superman, because even if they're fused here, it wouldn't be the new Fifty Two Superman. This is a completely different Superman that we haven't had uh, since the new Fifty Two. Agreed. Because they say they were split. So I do think that what he has created here 
was is a the new manifestation of them. It's yeah. the recreation of the new Fifty Two Superman. I can see that Lois. now. I, I I see with all the red shooting off, then I can really see where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, I just I, I don't think you see any about. sort. And really, I think that's it just, why. It just, yeah, the only I know. Thing I, I, it really seemed like John was like you know broke free, and he was rushing down yes. to save them to save them to me. And then when he come, they come back up. Superman is holding both Lois yes. and John in his arms. It's like he, like you know, that's how my I took my takeaway from it. And was it is thrown off down. because yeah, yeah, and it's thrown off because he's held there and he's like, "Mom, Dad," and that's even to me, it's like a tell that he's not sure. Uh, but yeah, Superman I think looks awesome, and it's yeah. funny too because the whole thing with the New Fifty Two that I, I don't know that people you know fully grasp was when it came out they wanted to make the heroes younger. Something had made them younger. They they had all been de-aged. It really looks he looks de-aged again. Like whatever right. you know that. The pain and suffering that happened in the New 52 is gone. Like, this is the beginning New 52 Superman. He looks awesome. Lois looks like she should be an elf quest. Yeah. She looks like she an does elf. She look like a Wendy oh, creation my. right yeah, there. Yeah, she does. She should be an elf quest right there. Though I don't mind it because we've seen that look before uh, from Patrick Gleason. But it, it's off compared to Superman because I think he looks awesome. I think Going that that her. is like – what's that? I'm saying going with this whole split Superman thing where people are always talking about how angry, you know, like the hope was gone with the new 52 yeah. Superman. And then when we got the pre flash boom back, it really embodied all that hope that they, we wanted in rebirth. Yeah. But it made this, the only thing that makes sense to me in this issue is that if the new 52 Superman was the red energy, it's more the brashness of that. That's yeah, how it, it was. is. And the blue energy was more the, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't the yeah. more like, um, like the uh, reasonable or yeah, the a one, thinking one, deal. Yeah. It even goes back to me where, um, the beginning of action comics during rebirth where we had uh, superman fighting doomsday and mr oz was looking at him and saying you need to think this through yeah, you got to you know, think like, it through. you know that this is, isn't the you you got to do it right yeah yeah and i think that's where i think that people might get upset because there are specific red superman powers and i yeah. don't think that's where they're going with no, you know I what i mean so because we didn't see really anything like that would tell really just going with the attitude of yeah. the uh yep. the, yeah like, yeah like you said the brash and deal yeah. and really you see that one panel uh the cliffhanger deal that patrick Lee, it, that is a like a kick-ass brash like you know what i i'm fucking awesome look and you know what i mean it really does like he is really really impressed with himself but this is where you don't quite see mixoplex's face but he says deja new 52 it doesn't seem like he's upset that seems yeah. like he's and i could even say to you that they're even kind of pushing that if you wrapped around he's got a big smile on his face i actually think that this is what he was trying to do all along i think that he allowed that red energy he got john only there to do this he needed john john for some reason is the catalyst to bring this back i think that that's what he wanted all along this whole time uh, just, but we'll it's see. It's so weird to me because we saw at the beginning of this whole reborn deal that Mr. Oz took Mixelplick out of the equation yeah. because he is a wild card. He yeah, has he's plans a wild going card. Forward. So, like, the idea of going forward, like, you know, all of this is happening because of Mixelplick. So, if Superman, you know, fuses with his, you know, New 52 counterpart, like, is that part of yeah, Oz's and, plan? Well, here's you know, the problem. We've been this is with. where I think people are losing track of some things, and even me and you might be, uh, because of the way the story, and I think it's, I think it's, uh, Tomasi and Jurgen's fault of this. Mr. Oz seems to still be the villain. Mm -hmm. Mixelplick is not the villain. 
he brought Mixelplik out of this whole deal because of the wild card he is. Not because he was evil. Not because it's just because he knows things. Because he, he had might plans, slip, yeah. which he does. He tells him basically, if we believe him, that they split in two. He does crazy things like bring back the new Fifty Two Superman. Whether or not, like I said, that is his plan all along. I, he I is just only need to know where he's. This red I, energy I think came the from. whole thing with him grabbing John turned him into a villain in a story where I really don't see him as the villain at the beginning. He was captured. Yes, he was mad at Superman because he didn't come and play with him. But this isn't the bigger picture villain. You know what I'm saying? But yet they're really pushing him to be this in the story. And I think that it's really making us lose focus to a bunch of other things that should be going on or things that we should care about. We should be caring more about, like, where's Mr. Oz at this point? He was so into this the minute that mixelplick turned back from being you know clark to mixelplick there should have been a way that goddamn fucking oz was there to scoop him up right away he was oz looking scoop for anybody him. out of anywhere you don't think so that far, oz so no you, you can't tell me that oz has given up looking for him he has to be looking for him and uh the one thing that i did want to say when i said earlier the the things that uh mixelplick is kind of like pointing at and doing shit with um is very odd that it's like way back in the new 52 and things like that. And that's where I think is a tell that you were, you might be onto something that there was somebody else in that cell that broke free. That's I hope so. Because yeah, I, I, I hope so too. Between issues, because what we got in that first issue of reborn did not match up with what we got when we, you know, we got the mixel click reveal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just got a message from Reggie. <laughs> Reggie's so on. I'm going to fucking call him up. I'm going to ask him real quick. We're going to end this with asking Reggie if he liked the issue. Let's <laughs> see what he says. I, he may not even answer. This is a live radio, Eric. It's live. It's not going to fuck up the recording, the is it? No, no. I think that uh-huh. he'll just pop on if he does. Hey, Reggie. Reggie? He's not there. Damn it. All right. Well, Eric, <laughs> we're at yeah, the end right. anyway. Yeah, I thought that Reggie would be in. Uh, what did you give it? I gave this issue a 6.5 out of 10. I really like the art besides for the way Mixoplick is depicted in this issue. And there's enough things here to keep me interested, but I am getting a little frustrated with the way yeah, the, way the story is progressing and being told to us because it's just a whole bunch of stuff happening with no explanation at all. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I, I don't want to wait for that fourth issue. I want things to flow and make sense accordingly with each time we get something here. Yeah, and I don't know. Are you with me that maybe it's one of those things that they never should have – Richie's messaging me um, – that ever – uh, that they should have had more than four issues. Yeah, I'm, I'm again, telling you, this, I'm this not telling you. I'm not. I'm deal. not counting that Superwoman. I'm telling you, I don't care how much you want me to. But yeah, of the main issues, like this could have been a two-month-long story. You could have had. It could, it could you know, have been at least six issues, like we had yeah. in Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Yeah, really. It, it, there's nothing stopping you from going, no, like you said, the next two. Because, like we said, these books are pretty much weekly. We have action and then Superman, action, Superman. It's every yeah. goddamn week we could have got a story for six fucking weeks. That's what and I'm saying. Have, and, and, you know, a prologue and then we have some aftermath which yeah, we do give know us something, about. Give still. us something more of like this red energy and what it is and, and lead into that because in this issue things seem to like they realize that next issue is the finale of the story and you gotta it throw shit in. It up on them out of nowhere. I don't yeah, know how that's yeah, possible. It's odd. It really is. And, and then, but I liked, I, I'm telling you, I like seeing the new 52 Superman, but again Again, it's shrouded in mystery, wrapped and in an like, enigma, I and it really upset me. New, 
I know people want the new 52 Superman back. In my mind, it just causes more problems. Yeah, I told you. I, I spelled it out last week that I think that it causes problems in all the books that you've just been, you've just spent a lot of legwork trying yeah, to get these people yeah, saying that they trust him. Thing. Justice League especially. like And, you know, Hitch, who knows what he's doing. But even that, you had Trinity, the Trinity book. And again, it seemed very forced. You didn't get much. But it, it still would throw all these books in, a, you know, out, out the and, window and it really we does don't need if this is the case we don't need more doppelgangers if they're yeah. fucking, they don't fuse at some point no no yeah i i do think they will fuse back but again yeah. it, is it going to be one of those that they fuse and it's like almost like two-face <laughs> because I'm and not i'm not really saying he know. acts like it i'm saying like is it going to be one of those that they leave it up for interpretation like i could say New 52 Superman's my Superman, so he's that guy. No, no, no. It'll be so, like, weird the way they say it because I want to know what Wonder Woman's going to do about it. I'm I'm telling you, immediately this happens, and Lois is pissed because now her husband has slept with Wonder Woman. Yeah, I I actually think that we – because I believe the Wonder Woman – book or something with wonder woman has a aftermath and i think that so point the annual star, coming up yeah i something with it i i get the idea that it's just gonna be wonder woman again because remember she wonder woman went to lois in trinity and said hey listen I understand this isn't my guy. You have your guy. You guys look like you're in I love. Try to rub his dick yeah, I don't know don't what worry. she's going to do now. I don't know. Yeah. And we, we have – there's a lot of crazy shit because what happens then in the Superwoman book? You know what I mean? Is this now Lois ba- – it's, it's so – everything's up in the air and it just does not seem – well laid out and i think it could have yeah i think that it could have been a couple more issues but uh what did you give it i told you i gave it 6.5 okay i think i would give it a 6.8 just to be a little more positive than you but i this issue anybody who says it's a perfect issue i don't know what they saw in it more than what we did because it is a little confusing you get a little very dread i would love to say that the next issue, and it could, maybe the next issue, the Action Comics that ends this, could be so good that it ends up being a 9.8 and everything makes sense. And I, you could so, even man. go back and say, you know what? Raise all the scores up a point and a half. It's so good. So we'll, we'll still hold out. We'll I'm going to give but, it a 10 out of 10 because once that happens, I don't you're have out. to review comics anymore. Then you're out. Bitches. All right, Eric, and we have... Uh, a Batman book, right? A Batman book that I mentioned earlier about Mad Hatter. And this is a book that it's going to be weird to talk about. It really I know. is. Um, I like it a little more than you will discuss it. I usually, in that case, I try to convince you of why you should like it more. I think I'm going to put that aside, Eric. I'm just going to tell you really? what I like. Yeah, I'm not going to try to convince you of shit. This well, is a uh, very uh, personal deal. This, I don't air, think this is. Yeah. You, you spent about an hour trying to convince yeah, me. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I don't, and I've read it again since then, You've and read noticed this book a couple more times. things. Yeah, I noticed a couple more things. Plus, Scott Snyder, you know, behind the scenes, he did tell us a little bit about the issue. But he yeah. went on, I believe, Newsarama and had a full interview about it and reading that as well. So I'm not going to pretend that I get it or that i'm smarter than the average bear when i read it i have done some research into it i have looked into things but once i heard about those things it has made the issue a little bit better though even with me saying that i do still question the the way it's part about it you'll hear about uh, the same exact thing later on in the podcast when we do 
glance over the wild storm. There are some books where I can get behind them and I can see why or what is going on that doesn't necessarily make it enjoyable for everyone. And I really think that of all the issues that we have read and reviewed, I mean probably in since Rebirth at least, All-Star Batman is one of those books that either you like it or you don't. And not even – it's not that cut and dry, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Once you read an issue – I don't think there's any convincing any way. You either like it or you don't, and I happen to like this more than you, but go on, Eric. It's your book. All-Star Batman number eight, written by Scott Snyder with art by Giuseppe Camacoli. 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 I swear to God, I became retarded. I looked at it. I had no idea how to pronounce it. Mark Morales, (laughs) Dean White, Steve Wines, Francesco Fragavilla. (laughs) Batman is on his next villain on his quest to discover who's really behind the ancient bacteria that is threatening the world. And with that, Mad Hatter tries to mindfuck us and our hero. But when it's all said and done, Batman beats the holy hell out of him and gets the name he was looking for. Yes, yes. And and really, (laughs) it's hard to even start this, but we'll just go right into it. We start as we start start. with any all-star Batman book. This is like seeing a spaceship fly by. In, in Star Wars, uh, yeah. Star Wars, it's the same deal where it's Batman, and to me, uh, I think it's Scott Snyder kind of going like this is him emerging into this new world. Like everywhere he's come out of, it is like the swamp, and they are you know here is kind of a swamp, but uh, the, the Mississippi uh, ice, Delta, the, yeah, all this stuff where you're just it's him entering this whole well, new world. That's the thing, though. Like, I can understand the whole, you know, being in Alaska during the blizzard. He's got a snowsuit on, and he's then the desert. He's got, he's got some kind of desert suit on. I don't know what that green glow was, but he's walking through the desert. This one, he's emerging from the goddamn swamp like Jason Voorhees yeah, from like, Friday yeah, Like you said, stuff. I said swamp. It is the Mississippi River, and he's just coming out. Now, the thing about this issue in general, um, Scott Snyder said he likes the Mad Hatter. There's yeah. number one. Now, the Mad Hatter can be quite a joke. And really, to tie him in, he's tying him in in a way that's the tech. He noticed the tech that was involved with the Blackhawks. The Black and so that was where – and basically, he's not there to you know take care of the Mad Hatter. He's really here to find out where this tech went and who's the main guy involved in all this. Mad Hatter, to me, the actual story that goes on here – is very minuscule. There's not much here. It's just one point going, hey, Mad Hatter, who the fuck did you give this to? Okay, I'm out of here. And that doesn't make a full issue. So what Scott Snyder does is you're going to deal with the psychological thing of it. And to me, I like it because you have all these big, you know, yeah, Bane, I broke the bat. I'm going to break him in two. You have amygdala, even in, you know, all these things. You have the Riddler, who has this riddle as well. The, the Mad Hatter, to me, in this, almost breaks Batman to a point where Batman's done. Like, yeah, Bane broke his back. That can heal. Uh, Mad Hatter, what he's trying to do here is pretty much break him you know are you telling me that in- mental institutions him. don't heal people they just no, leave them there to sit not batman because basically what is what's happening here and, and we'll get into it because from what i've read and from what i've read my 800 times there's not a lot of things going on that are mad hatter here a lot of this are the doubts and fears in batman himself yeah. now it gets a little wonky at one point there are i could actually i think If it wasn't for about one or two pages, I really do think that I could convince you that this is a great issue. The problem is, as I was reading it, and I'm at points, I'm reading it just to, I'm going to show Eric. I'm going to tell him. 
But there are a couple – this is why I said I'm not really going to try that hard because there are a couple pages that get a little wonky. But what happens? He's coming out of the Mississippi, and he's talking, and he says you – know, he's talking about being a detective and how every case you become, you feel crazy. And this is really foreshadowing to everything. This is almost – Basically, the beginning of weird science, Eric. You are finding out here what's going to happen in the issue because he right. says every time you come, you go to a case, you feel crazy. When you'll have followed a trail for days, weeks, suddenly it just happens. You're no longer in the world. You're inside a dusty room in your own head with no light, and you're terrified. And he keeps going. And when there's that moment, you find something and whoosh, the light pours in. Every outline becomes crisp and clear. That is the the moment at the window. He, he says there's this moment at the window where everything opens. I call it the window moment, like standing at the window as the curtains open. And I on call this it a case, toss your hat. It's instant. happening right now. But, yeah, he also has the toss your hat instant. But when Which he says the that Hatter as well. about the window, this is exactly how it goes. He goes in. He confronts Mad Hatter. He goes insane. He doubts himself. There is a hat tossing moment. And then it all turns around when he's standing at the window at the actual window and metaphorically at the window when he became Batman. But we'll get into that a little bit. But right there, he really – Scott Snyder does do a, a thing there that he really tells you exactly what's going to happen. In the meantime, yeah. you have this setup. He's going to kind of sneak in to get Jervis, who is obviously Matt Hatter. Uh, in the meantime, Duke was there to make sure this virus – they have uh, kind of stopped it for a bit. They, they, they got the cure they from Poison it. Ivy in yes. the late, last issue, and now they're trying to make sure that it does not spread. So Duke yes. stayed behind to watch this whole thing, and he was taken at some yeah, point. Yeah, he was taken. So you have a couple things. He's there to find out – because he knows it's the Blackhawks. He says they call themselves the Blackhawks. He knows he knows the tech. So he's got to find out where they are, who's involved, to get Duke as well. You know what I mean? This, yeah. this is the big thing. In the meantime, he gets attacked by what appears to be the Bat family. It's Dick, uh, Kate, and Jason. And they're there, and they say, listen, you know what? We want to talk to you. Now, I will tell you, one of the big things that a lot of people that we talk to, and you have told me yourself, that gets uh, people upset about this story, you don't get dialogue. You get a, a narration. Oh, you it, get the stylized a, narration for yeah, it. Yeah, it's a, it's a narration deal. So he's talking. He's like, you know what? They wanted to talk. I'll listen to them. I owe them that. And then he just starts taking them apart. He starts ripping them apart. And he realized, because these guys can pretend all they want, there's a Blackhawk tech that actually makes it seem like who they are, you know, Dick and, and yeah. Kate and Jason. Batman sees through that because, first off, he's a detective. He knows them fully that when Jason goes to attack, Jason wouldn't do what he does. It, nope. It's not a proper attack mode that he would have taught him. And then it's the same with Kate, the same with Dick. And he goes like and every, knocks them all out. Every fight has its hints. Red Hood errs yeah. when he draws his right Beretta first, one close to me. I cut the distance. Show him why, unlike leather jackets, capes never go out of style. Yeah. And that's when he throws his cape on him, uh, dancing like to be happy. <laughs> the purple cape is gone. Now, he should never have it again, right? Uh, but yeah, he, he sees what's going on, and as they lay there, after he defeats them, the the tech goes, and you see they are the Blackhawks, and even to the point where he rips the supposed Dick's Nightwing costume off, and you see the Nightwing patch under there. I don't know that that's really the, uh, good undercover, the, the emblem. Yeah, the Blackhawk patch. That's what I said, right? I, I said, he said ripped, Nightwing. No, I said he ripped the Nightwing thing off to show the Blackhawk patch okay. underneath the Nightwing costume, it seems. And uh, even then – and it's weird too actually when you look at that. They haven't really turned 
off of their tech at that moment. No. So it is weird that he does rip the Nightwing off, but then it all fades away after it, it, that. It's funny to me. Like, you tear off that Nightwing emblem on the front, you see the black Dick's now a Blackhawk. Oh, no. <laughs> That'd be so funny. He's like, wait a second. Dick's a Blackhawk and Kate's a man. This doesn't make sense. But yeah, he's figured it out and the tech goes away and there they are. They're just their Blackhawks. So yeah, he's on the, the case. Now, this is what happens where you start to wonder going back and reading because all these flamingos that were going around, you see then that they are actually uh, automatrons or, you know, robot type deals. Yeah, yeah. Deals. And it says, and then a noise as the long comes comes to life and these things go. Now, is this where... The effect happens first. Is there a sonic thing that is affecting Batman? I'm not sure at this I'm point. I'm not sure. Or is it just the noise the flamingo is coming to life in this freaking yeah, robotic way? Yeah, and I don't know. But I'm wondering why they would come to life. That's almost like – you know what I mean. Why would they come to life except just to show you you know, Mad Hatter's involvement? You see Mad Hatter. He's in the distance in the top of it. He's looking out like the belfry. <laughs> I don't know what he's peeping. Uh, but Batman goes in, and this is where you have – where if you're going to be down with this issue, you have to go with a couple things because you go in, and you're still with the narration with Batman, and he's still fully out Batman. He's talking about Jervis. He was waiting at the window outside my office the first time I met him. I was just uh, placed – I just was back in Gotham, and I was in a dark place, and he's telling the story about when he first met uh, uh, Jervis. And the problem is, is at this point, and later even says this, there has to be a gas that has been let out. Now, Batman thinks that he's taken care of it, but even later he mentions it again. So I don't think he's fully taken care of it. Batman is starting to go insane. He's starting to doubt himself. And whatever this gas and this mind control stuff, whatever it is that Mad Hatter's using, it is making Batman doubt himself and even kind of split apart because he just ta- he's talking about Jervis and he uh, – the thing is, it, it switches then. It switches between the perspective or, you know, the person. He's like, oh, remember that day? He thinks you don't see him. Blah, blah. But then it starts saying you. And it's yeah. still Batman talking to himself. But this is where he's starting to doubt himself. And he's like, you have less for that now. And then that's when Mad Hatter starts talking. And Batman, he says in a full surprise, you're early. Can I offer you a tour of the facility? I've got a long version and a short version. And then that's where Batman's like, you think of Duke. And it throw it threw a lot of people off. This is supposedly still Batman, but he's starting to doubt himself. Yeah. And it even gets worse where it gets but to I'm a telling point. You, even, even when we do that thing, though, it's just like we had this stylized narration. But then I when know. we get the quotes about what Jervis is saying, yes. it really – feels off from everything we've had so far and then like we even switch it up more where you know he says you at that point and it's like yeah yeah you don't really it's hard to follow the way it's told this story and well it is and at this point batman's like who's to blame who's doing all this crap and that's where uh it says jervis he giggles like a child oh i'm not the one behind it batman and then it's like the one behind it is you and then all of a sudden you go to this deal of Bruce and Jervis, this is when they met, and it gets a little wonky because you think at this point that Jervis, when he met him, now Mad Hatter knows Batman is Bruce Wayne. And this is where I can't really say to you, like, no, no, it says here because it really does seem like that. But supposedly this is Batman. It's all in his head, him wondering if he knows, him wondering. And basically it comes down to the whole point, not that Mad Hatter's fully trying to make Bruce insane 
it's more Batman making himself insane from what's happening and also all his doubts. And his big doubt is that somebody that he shouldn't be Batman, that he never was, that he's insane. This all isn't yeah, happening. I, I like the idea of the story, but the way it's presented to us, I find it just overly confusing yeah. for what it needs to be. And it's hard to come across that because I'm telling you, I spent this entire issue wondering why Mad Hatter knows who Bruce yeah, Wayne yeah, is. Yeah. And uh, even at the point where you have, Batman, you yeah. have the stuff going with the Mad Hatter, he has that font. And he's like, uh, this is Mad Hatter explaining, oh, I followed you. I put a tag because he had this technology in hats yeah. where you put these hats on and you can see the world as you want. The it's Mad like Hatter a stuff. VR tech. It's like yeah. almost like an early VR. But the problem was the more you used it or you used it and there was a chance that you would end up Become, uh, disassociated, becoming, with yeah, reality. disassociated with everything. That's because you'd see what you want. There goes my dog. And then uh, – but as this dialogue's going, if you look at the dialogue, there's parts where it jumps. It, he corrects himself, and it, it's Bruce. And even at the point where I even saw the one part uh, when he's like, so one night I snuck over – and this is supposedly Mad Hatter talking – that one night I snuck over to your house to Wayne Manor, and I hid outside your window. And the whole thing is – is him thinking that Mad Hatter was the one who gave him the "You'll be the bat." Like yeah, this is, because it's Mad like, Hatter doing it. And- Mad Hatter had tagged him with this thing. He intended for him to be the subject, but like once he realized what he was doing, he realized, you know what? He's kind of out there to be the subject that I wouldn't be. And once he saw that he was fighting crime and all this other stuff, so he went over to Wayne Manor and tried to do a freaking trigger to make all the stuff that he put into him on the tag, you know, turn off. A little yeah. like you know, twinkle, twinkle, little bat was supposed yeah, to be the yeah, code yeah. word. Yep. But it, he believes it fried Batman's brain and made yeah. him become the Batman himself. made him himself. think he was Batman. He got disassociated, you know, disassociated with it and all that. But the big tell to me, now again, at the beginning, he did spell it out like you're, you're there, you think you're crazy. Then you have this moment at the window and it's coming up because he says, hey, I snuck outside the window and I waited there. And there's this one panel and he says, he's lying, meaning Jervis, uh-huh. you think. And now it's in Jervis's font push him out of and i am sure he's like push him out of your mind but this is him fighting with himself about this do you think now it really does spell out okay it's not really mad hatter saying this this is him this is how i said when i was a kid this is maybe why i really like it when i told you what i think when you think were possessed, I was possessed by the devil yeah. yeah and i'd say no 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 you know whatever and it wasn't exactly like i was an insane little kid but it was kind of yeah. crazy but that's the way it kind of was where i'd sit there by myself and it was almost like i don't know it became a little game or something but when he says he's lying you think Push him out of, and then he's like, see, every tag has a safe word built into it, a phrase from Alice in Wonderland. And it does go into Bruce thinking that possibly Mad Hatter did, he was the one who caused him to decide to be the bat. And he said, I can see the window closing on you. No, you saw, you saw, and it it keeps going back and forth in one panel of both Bruce and the thing, it's all in his head that he's fighting with it. And this is the moment that at first, this is the window moment where he's like, yeah. no, I know this isn't real. Like to me, this is where he's like, this isn't fucking real. And he says, stop it. And then he says, stop it. You say grabbing me. It's a chemical in the air, not real. What's real is your face and my fist. And he's going to go and hit him. And it seems like he gets affected again. And now he goes crazy again. 
and he thinks that all it all makes sense in his mind he's like you know what this does make sense all of my villains really are from Alice in Wonderland and kind of comes up with this and this dialogue goes back and forth it jumps back and forth between Batman and Mad Hatter in one little panel. It's not like, you know, you, you can say that's him, that's not, whatever. It gets really mixed up. Again, yes. I like it. Very confusing. It's confusing. So at this point, it seems that Batman has one choice. He has the choice that, you know what? If this if this is not real, I'm going to blow this motherfucking place up and it won't matter. If it is real, at least I'll know. You go with that whole thing. Uh, and that's where Med Hatter's like, no, no. But then Batman goes again, and I really like the get out of my head, where Batman wants every, you know, he's going insane at that point. And then you have this panel where it is Batman's brain spilling out as he fights all these villains inside his brain. And it's yeah. really crazy. And, at and then you point, also see them flash to be, you know, normal people yeah, normal who are people. like a hospital trying to help him walk. Yeah. It's kind of like that Buffy the Vampire episode where she was yeah. affected by that poison. Yep. And then she kept flashing to an institution yes. where she believes that like she's being she told that, that like she was be- you've been catatonic exactly, for like three exactly years. It's exactly the same story. It really yeah. is. That's what is going on. Again, I don't think all I think the Mad Hatter's done is give him this toxin that would make him ha- go crazy with doubt and anxiety and batman's brain is taking over and doing a lot of this the other tell to me is you start off and mad hatter's mad hatter he is jervis he is there as it goes on he gets more and more grotesque more more and more crazy and it really is a step uh, through that but yeah after you see that he thinks maybe these are like bane's just this big intern who's helping yeah, me or you know orderly. orderly and uh you know these guys might even be my friends and there's harley who might be a doctor at that point but they just look like normal people and at that point jervis is behind him mad hatter's behind him and he's like this monstrosity and they put him in a chair and that's where batman's like no i'm gonna you know you <laughs> get you. out of my fucking head and as this goes on too as he goes, you revert from – you start it with the you know, first person, then it was third person, then, then it was you – know, it starts to pull back the other way. And, and Scott Snyder did mention that, that as he's starting to realize that things aren't the way they are, shit starts going back to what is normal. But it is – the big thing is Bruce basically you – know, I have to know if I am insane and in an insane asylum and this is all a dream – I'm going to hit this fucking yeah, then you know, it won't matter the bat bomb explosives. and nothing's going to happen, really. And if it is real, I'm going to get the fuck out of here and I'll know. And the minute that he blows it up, he knows and he breaks out. And that's where it starts to change. And that's where I do think at points the dialogue from Mad Hatter is the Mad Hatter dialogue. But this is where you see that the people around him were Blackhawks. He starts taking care of them. And again, he goes from you know that to – but you can barely hear him over the noise, over your boot and your skills and just like that the party's over and then he's on my ear you are right back to him looking more like mad hatter and him talking in the regular way you would talk you know what i mean now it's you know what you hear him in his ear and all this and he says to him listen here's the truth if we're still in a dream you can't get hurt so i'm gonna fucking drown you and you're gonna have (laughs) there you are you're gonna have to give up or you know it's to me it's funny because it's almost like what happened with the joker when Bruce right. died in the New 52, they were down there, and basically the Joker had convinced Batman that he might be immortal. Batman t- took him to the test. Hey, if you're immortal, you're not going to fucking die. So let's yeah. go, buddy. I'll t- and he really did die to prove 
the Joker was lying, and it's almost the same here, where he's like, "You want to die? You want to? You want to admit that this is all a joke and all your fucking nonsense? Do it. If you yeah. don't, I'm gonna kill you because then it I'm doesn't gonna matter. beat you forever because yeah. it's all a dream and you can't get hurt yep. from it. And like I said, at that point, he throws Jervis into the Mississippi. He's gonna drown him, and Jervis is completely back to being what he looks like in real life. And there's Batman, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to find out what it is, and he does I get the information. I don't, know, I don't know how I feel about this line, too, because when they're outside at the Delta right there, he's like, he tries one last time to warn, like, worm his way in, his voice high and shrill, and then Batman puts his boot yeah. on top of his head, I let him tell Aquaman. Yeah, I thought that was supposed to be a, a funny line. And it, it, it came I don't up. know how I feel about it, though. It's kind of weird, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it, though, that he's now he realizes what happened and says he tries to get his way back in. It's not going to happen. It's not happening now. And the big thing of it to me that I liked is Mad Hatter. Number one, Batman at the beginning is like, and that's the, another big thing. Batman does not know that this is happening. He does not know that whatever chemical or whatever's going, because he even says, you took blockers for this. It can't be that. And it makes it even worse. I think that at that point, if Batman was like, okay, I didn't take blocker shit. I'm being affected. I can fight through this. He actually at that point thinks that nothing can affect him like this. All of a sudden, shit's going wrong. And he doesn't know how to, to react to it because right. he does not think that this is something that's just a, a fucked up thing. He thinks it's the truth then. And he really is. He's at one point where he probably is very close to just saying, okay, you know what? You're right. I am just Bruce Wayne and I'm going to go. But no, I don't think that, uh, you know, Jervis knows fully that he's Bruce Wayne. Uh, I think that that's all in his head and his guilt and his doubt and all this comes up though i'm telling you it is a little confusing to follow it really it's, it's really hard really to talk hard. about it. i know yeah, I, i'm sure that people listening who didn't read the book have no fucking idea what we're talking about uh i liked it though i actually liked it uh the backup to me the backups probably there's nine backups we're gonna get duke's name next next uh Month. I was going to say week. Next month in issue number nine, I do think that pretty much there wasn't a lot of story to go into this one. There's oh, not there really is not at all. I'm telling you, we still have the Riddler doing his whole thing like he's enacting his you know yearly, you know zero year kind of anniversary revenge type of deal. And while Batman's dealing with this, Duke's trying to figure out what he should do with his goddamn life if he's actually yeah. right being a fucking hero when he goes and sees Izzy working out. What the hell is that place? The uh, the Lucas Fox yeah. Center yeah. for the Lucius, uh, the Lucius Fox Center yes. for Gotham Youth. L F C G Y. <laughs> it doesn't really flow <laughs> <laughs> that name. Oh, no, you know, he, hey, uh, what do you think they call it? Just the 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 uh, the Lucius Youth Center. Center. The, the Youth Center. Center. Still though, it's weird to just oh the Lucius Fox Center for Gotham Youth and wayward teens that happen to be. It just keeps going on, but yeah. Well, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty sure this is the place that freaking Bruce was working when he was, uh, you know, when he thought yeah. he was just. Bruce I don't know. Wayne, it looks a Batman. lot. It looks a lot more spiffy. It does it, to it me look, as well. But doesn't freaking it look Julie a lot Madison's spiffy? here, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. all right. It'd be funny if in the back you still see the fucking uh, the dinosaur, the T Rex knocked over. They're fucking using it as a sliding board. Oh God, that was yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's like making Argo City your goddamn memoriam. Yep, there's Jules, baby. She's still pissed, probably. Freaking all that money down the drain, Eric. She she had Bruce in the palm of her hand. Uh, I actually like seeing Izzy 
And no, yeah, so do I. Have a callback that we are Robin. Like you said, Martin. it's basically Duke, and really to me, it's to remind everyone that Duke did, and and I think that people who didn't read the New Fifty Two uh, don't know a lot about Duke Number One, but also the whole thing. Duke's mantra at a point was the a uh, Robin doesn't need a Batman. Right. And and I think that that's something that Scott Snyder wants to remind everyone with this, you know, and everybody like, oh, Batman doesn't need a Robin. Duke was the one who said, you know what, Robin doesn't need a Batman either. And that's why he started the We Are Robins deal and all that. So I do think that they do a, or Scott Snyder does a good job of reminding everybody about that. And also and, you know, kind of pointing is, out, hey, you know what, next issue we're going to find out the name. So I did like that. You're saying how Duke started the We Are Robin movement. Nobody likes to talk about how Alfred actually actually started yeah, that he nobody's did. discussed but, you know, it since duke was the one who was yeah, the yeah. big deal but yeah uh the other thing that's weird too is i say that and i even was going to stop and say it seems weird saying it not because of alfred starting it but because for the most part duke was always against it he was always the guy like trying to walk away and do whatever uh but i like like i said i like seeing izzy we're continuing i think it that as a penultimate you know backup uh, you can't give too much away because it's going to be the big, you know, obviously the next backup is huge. It's going to end this, you know, Riddler deal. Also, it's going to give, you know, him Duke a name. name. And yeah. he's going to, it looks like he's going to face off against Daryl. There's his mom and dad, it looks like, behind yeah. him. So there's a lot of shit. And I think that if you're going to move on. Now, the the other thing that's weird is, yeah, next next issue, they call him Condor. Say <laughs> That's what they call him. Daybat. Day bet. What happens then? Where does he go? You know I what I mean. No idea. I know that yes, he'd cave. be he'd be an all star Batman still. This book, but even in that interview that Scott Snyder was talking about, his big thing was the hope that other people would use Duke. And it was a he made a joke like, "I hope that people use Duke because then I get a paycheck." But I don't know where. He goes from there. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, this name is going to continue this whole thing of having his own identity yeah. and having a whole deal. And then I wonder, like, I, I haven't I, – I look at the news somewhat, Eric. I have not heard a Duke Thomas book being no. you know, announced. So I wonder well, you if he's going to – got to wait his name's be, announced and then yeah, bam. Well, I wonder if he's going to be more in the actual Tom King Batman. Hopefully. But by then, because this whole thing has been for Scott Snyder to get his own character and to name him here. Or, you know, I, here's the deal. Would it surprise you so much if after next issue at the end, they're like, what are you going to call yourself, kid? Just call me Duke. Would that surprise you? It, it would because <laughs> would I've been waiting for upset? this whole – It would make me upset because I've been having this whole buildup waiting to find out what it's actually going to be. If he just goes with Duke, I'm like – Man, what the hell is all the point of this? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. But now, we'll ultimately, see. I get from this backup is it's a lot like the Batwoman, where Batwoman became the character because she's like, you know, I'm going to do what Batman can. I'm going to do my own thing. And it's essentially what Duke's doing. And Izzy is reassuring, look, if you go out and if you want to go out in the day, do that because Batman doesn't do it. Be your yeah. own thing. And, you know, through these conversations, Duke realizes who, how the Riddler is actually, you know, causing all this shit to go down from his Arkham cell. And he rushes back to the manor. He finds that Bruce is still out taking care of Riddler nonsense, which has gotten bigger than ever. But yeah. back at the manor, Daryl is waiting for him out of his Arkham cell with his jokered up parents. Yep, he's there with the joker up parents. And you see that Batman's there. And all of a sudden, like you said, it's it's big time now. It has become I mean, a gigantic crazy. crossword puzzle. Yeah, it's a huge crossword puzzle. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. The next issue is the big one. It's the big one for, for Duke especially, but we'll see how that goes. What did you give this, Eric? 
I like the art pretty much throughout. I, I like the backup art as well. I tell you, it has waned on me a little bit since the first time we had Fra- uh, Francisco Francavilla on here, yeah, yeah. but I still like it enough. The Mad Hatter bit, I really like the idea of this story. Like I said, it reminded me of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I really yeah. enjoyed. But the way we came across to get there with the stylized narration and like just a whole – a lot of the ideas I think Scott Snyder wanted to use to try to get this to come across didn't really pan out in the long run. Yeah. So I found it very confusing to get where we were. But even with that, I gave it a 6.8 out of 10. Yeah, I think I would go 7.5. I did like it. I liked it a little more than you. I actually read it a lot of times. Uh, I know that – the problem being is I, I do think that he and, – and we talked about it now. He had one of the biggest runs of Batman. You know, It's pretty respected of yeah. all time uh, in the New 52. I think that this is his thing. And you even said, why does he want to experiment all the time or whatever? I think that these are just things that he wanted to do. Like he wanted to do a Mad Hatter story through a different perspective. And I understand that because of that – it is kind of turning some people off, you know, but you do have this is where I don't mind. We already have a detective comics book with Batman. We already have the Batman book. We're getting enough of Batman that there is room for a guy who, to me, don't ask Dancing Mike, but to me, <laughs> he's kind of, you know, he's paid his dues. He right. can do this, and it is all-star Batman, though the, the real problem is is shoehorning it into continuity, which right. I kind of, be, besides the backup with Duke, I could go either way of it being really in continuity or whatnot. That doesn't bother me either way. If they said tomorrow, you know what, we want to take that back. The actual story isn't in continuity. I'll go with that too. I don't mind. Yeah. So I don't mind him experimenting. The the thing that does kind of uh, where I do mind is sometimes it's a little hard to follow. And this one was the most. Now, I do think that Scott Snyder realized this. I think he realized it because – he came out. He even sent us a message to explain, hey, when, when yeah. Eric reads it, make sure he has this in mind. This is what I wanted to do and whatnot. And so I do think that he realizes that this is not an easy story to follow or to you know enjoy just from what you get from the page. The problem is it kind of goes with the whole deal of you know you have to explain a joke. There's little chance yeah. the joke's going to be funny, and it kind of goes along with that. But – I will tell you, every time he sent us a message, I read it. I liked it. I read it a couple more times. I liked it a little more. I noticed these. Then I read the interview he did. Well, like I said, I believe it was on Newsarama. I went back and read it. I, I give him enough respect that I will go back and check it out again from what he said. And I will admit, once I read what he was trying to do and do sort of thing, it did get a little better for me. But it's still, I just wish that. It was a little easier to follow. Me as well. Uh, but yeah, that was that was it was, but a seven five. I, and I love the art. I think the art's great, and I'm really I really like the to art. See, yeah. uh, what's going on with Duke? I'll admit the backup to me is just all about Duke, uh, the Riddler thing. You know, when yeah. I, when you see it, it's fine. But it, it's all about Duke for me, a hundred. And I I need to know if he's going to be called the Signal or not. Fuck, the Scott Snyder has been eliciting. He's like, you know, I want to do Eric Shea a solid. The yeah. Signal. Oh, I want to do Eric Shea a solid because he's loved so much of what I've done. I, I hey, owe him. Hey, fucking look, owe him. <laughs> I love Duke Thomas. Yeah, you do. Me and you were both right away. We like, and again, dancing Mike. Fucking put your fingers in your ears. Duke <laughs> Thomas and Harper Rowe, I, I loved them both. I Me did. As well. And in, in a landscape of comics where it's really tough to introduce new characters, I took to both of them immediately. I really, really like them. So we'll see. But the we're signal. Gonna- 
the signal. We're going to move on to <laughs> the next mail section. I don't even know if I'm being serious anymore. <laughs> yeah, he arrives right before it Batman. Started, I'm like, what does that mean? It started out as a joke, but now I'm pretty, being pretty adamant about yeah, it. I don't know yeah, why. The signal. <laughs> I just love that he, arri- he arrives before. Basically, what I think you've described to me is that's why he's all in yellow, too, because he arrives before Batman so that they can unload all of their weaponry on the, the kid dressed in yellow and then batman just shows up and fucking you know I'm here. picks up the pieces what needs to be done uh, <laughs> yes, but we're going to move on to the next mail section so when i'm talking to my wife and shaming people who are lame i always mention eric shay Some people like to hear the news Some people love all the reviews The thing that I look forward to It's mail, it's mail, it's mail Mail with Jim Mail with Jim All the nonsense we think of Stories of the things we do Everything that we send in We love that Ah, yes, when he's sitting talking about people who are lame, Eric, he always mentions Eric Shea. I understand that. Why would you do that? Every time, too. It's not just once. It's not twice. Every time. And this is it's a weekly section thing, number too. two. Weekly? I think it's an hourly thing. His <laughs> wife actually sets the time. She actually puts a roast in and realizes when it's done because eight hours later, Mike has shamed you eight times by saying that you're lame. That's, that's what happens. Once an hour, he always has to do that. You can wind your watch by that, Eric. You can set it. Uh, mail number two. Mail number two, Eric. And we're going to start with J-Man from San Mateo. Wonder how it is in San Mateo right now. You think people are sipping goddamn tequila sunrises right now? I actually don't know where San Mateo is off the top of my head. San Mateo. Hey Jim. What's up, Eric? What's up, Jay Man? Since I haven't been reading Action Comics at all, and I've been following Superman since Rebirth started, I decided to try and catch up with Action Comics due to the crossover of Superman Reborn. In my opinion, Action has always had uh, pretty stellar art, but was lacking in terms of story and character development until we got to the Trial of Luther arc. The question of who this powerless Clark Kent was tugged at my pant leg, but was overlooked to me as being minor, unresolved subplot. Now that we have the big reveal, I couldn't be angrier. (laughs) Fuck Mixelplick. Fuck Superman. And fuck Action Comics. I'm done with anything Superman related altogether. (laughs) He's done. It took him three issues. He's out. 
I hope you didn't read that Superwoman. I'm telling you. Batman was awesome. Exo Manowar is starting uh, up this week with Matt Kent writing. This series will make for the lackluster Green Lantern space adventure and the crap that is Superman. I consider Exo to be the Superman of the Valiant Universe, among other things. I know you guys oh, primarily do DC content, but you really should have some more Valiant stuff on the site, as awesome as it is. Now, I will tell you... If you had a Marvel-only website, would you have any Valiant stuff on there? I, I don't know why we do on DC's website. That's Well, what I'm getting to the point is we actually have a fair amount of Valiant stuff on the site for a site that isn't a Valiant site or anything but a DC site. And in fact, that first Exo Mana War, I believe we have an advanced review somewhere on the site from uh, Brandon on that. I'm not positive it was that issue but i do think it was i think it was Brandon a couple does weeks a lot ago of Valiant, so doesn't yeah, and I, I think a couple weeks ago we did get that as an advanced copy to review and i think he's already done it uh so yeah if jayman if you haven't checked that out you can go and, and try to find it you can go on the uh the archives of the site and and look it up but uh and he has a lot of the other exo manowar he's a big exo manowar fan and brandon has been telling me i should read it and like everything else i don't listen to what brandon says eric <laughs> Actually, I don't have time to read it. I'm trying to do other things. And uh, he does tell me that it's awesome. He likes that. He likes Ninjack. Ninjack sounds like, I don't know, sounds like my DJ name that I would like to have, DJ Ninjack. Right? And you're going to get sued, I think. DJ Ninjack. There you go. That's all for now. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. J-Man from San Mateo. Hey, J-Man. And thanks, J-Man. And, yeah, I do believe we have that on the site, though I have not confirmed that. Uh, the next email is from Jeremy, and Jeremy says, Hey, Jim, Eric, the Get Fresh crew. Do, do, do. What's up, Hope Jeremy? you guys are well. Bloody hell, this has been a tough week. Yesterday was the second of three consecutive Thursday night parents' evenings. And although I did attempt to keep the level of educational bullshit to a minimum, I woke up with a sore throat this morning and an overwhelming desire to hit snooze repeatedly until either my body felt able to function properly or I got an angry phone call from work, whichever came sooner. I'm not saying that it was the thought of a half hour in the company of you guys on the journey in that got me out of bed, but it certainly helped. No. Thank you. I've just listened to Jim's attempt to perform scratches while reading someone's email. Please don't ever do that again, Jim. Thank you. I think if I remember right, it no, went do it something again. like this. Oh. It just appears to see your brain. It actually was just me doing my Transformer so. That That's all I was doing. I've actually read comics this week. Two in particular stand out, and although I know you'll have reviewed and discussed them already, I thought I'd write in to share my thoughts on them because my thoughts are obviously incredibly important, and it would be tantamount to a national scandal if I didn't share them with you. No, not really. I just want to be part of the conversation with all the real cool kids. Owen, Eric, obviously. First up is Wildstorm issue number one, which I loved in a way that's actually a bit difficult to define. I think I agree with them. I'm not going to bore you with the detailed breakdown of my personal history with Wildstorm comic books, but there is one, and one of the highlights of this issue for me is seeing reinterpretations and, let's be honest, in most cases, improvements of characters I've loved in the past. Top of the list is Jacob Marlowe, who Warren Ellis has 
reimagined as a Tony Stark-style entrepreneur and futurist who seems to possess angles aplenty and looks like he'll become a very interesting protagonist and antagonist in the coming months. The fact we're not 100% sure which accounts for a lot of his appeal. I love what Ellis did with the engineer here as well as the characterization of Zealot and Void. I do love my wildcat ladies. Hart Davis's art is undemonstrative and clean, which I think is going to turn out to be important for what is clearly going to be a more character-driven rather than out of uh, out action series. And I did say that I, I in really my first. I just the characters are defined because I'm not a wildcats person from back. Yeah, in no, the day. I, I think that that's I don't know the these thing. People. Well, that's the thing. I don't think, and he's even saying, these characters aren't anything like what they were. He is redefining them and defining them, but it's just very slow. Yeah. I mean, it's real slow. But I, I think I, I did say even the, and it's Davis Hart. I, he even wrote to me. He said Hart Davis, and I read it as he did. He meant Davis Hart uh, is the guy's last name. Um but yeah, I think that uh, his art actually is very good. The way he just he's just presenting it because the main work is on the you know the slow burn story. But I think this was a very strong start to the run. Alice sets a number of plot tops spinning in intriguing ways, and his dialogue is as sharp as ever. Eight point five out of ten. Uh, and that was for issue number one. The second issue I want to rave about is Justice League of America issue number one. I haven't read the Rebirth issue yet, and in some respects, I'm glad about that. The issue was impressive, but for a very different reason than the Wildstorm issue. To be honest, it may just be that I'm experiencing a wave of relief that we finally have an iteration of the Just League whose members actually talk to one another like proper emotionally literate human beings Come and on. who are engaged in adventures that at this early stage actually seem to make sense. You were more uh, impressed by the number one issue. Oh, I know. I'm just thinking what we got in number two now, though. Yeah, well, he's not that far. It yeah. was a phenomenally quick read. But with art like this, I'm really not going to complain. Bryce is an incredible artist, and some of the splash pages here are gorgeous. And those colors! Oh my! It's a beautiful comic book for the most part. The story holds up pretty well, too, although my clunky dialogue alarm began to ring pretty loudly when the extremists started talking to one another. The ending, I'm not sure about. Ryan should really be dead at this point. The extremists are uh, murderous psychopaths who, if I remember correctly, enjoy tormenting their opponents in a pretty sadistic and deeply unpleasant ways. While I applaud Batman's bravery and heroism in facing them down, I hope Lobo gets involved pretty damn quickly because for all the talk of this league being a collecting a collection of mortals they need some heavy duty firepower asap these quibbles aside i still uh very much enjoyed this issue 7.5 out of 10 it's about what you you gave i think it, i gave it 7 7.5 yeah the like uh the second issue was down i thought yes, thanks to diamond uh cocking up my comic shop's order i have yet to read dead man dark mansion of forbidden love odyssey of the amazons or justice league versus suicide squad i know the first two are terrible so you might think i'm <laughs> not to have to read them but i'm going to have to read them at some point listening to your reviews of them has been like watching the horse you placed a sizable bet on go lame at the first jump while the other sleeker and lovelier horses go streaking off towards the finish line oh well why would you want to see you that? have to be philosophical about these things i suppose and here's the thing he may like him uh, you guys it's like true. dead man dark mansion of forbidden love way more than i did and you especially well, I think it was you, me more i think yeah you know, Reggie, i hate I think it was more it. with you and you know mike liked the first two issues of odyssey the amazons i hated it but so they, you I. know i'm certainly not the be all end all of of comic books i like and awesome. hate it yeah, but, well, I've gone on long <laughs> enough. I don't know. You and your Justice League love, I don't know. You're, people oh, are going to hear it coming up. People are going to hear it coming up. We're, you're, we're out of sync in this podcast uh, recording, Eric. 
I've never said that yet. I don't think no, you <laughs> I did at the beginning. Uh, well, I've gone on long enough. Thanks again for making the podcast so entertaining and insightful. Tell Reggie to keep going with the songs. They're great. He doesn't like this. But he likes, uh, I don't know, what's what's one of Reggie's songs? Welcome Aquaman. back. Aquaman's the same as I had in the new 52. Welcome back. There you go. Uh, just impromptu make Reggie songs. Uh, think of another book and I'll make a song up for it. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Welcome back. It's the same old book we've been reading about. There you go. See Harley how I can do that Quinn, with everything? I can keep just doing any book. Uh, Batman. Welcome. <laughs> it's just the Dead same. Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Dead Love. Dead Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love. I'll mix that one up, actually. Welcome back. I don't know. What what song would go good? I'm thinking of if I was gonna do a song about dead men, I'd have to reach and do house some of the song. rising sun. No, I think I would actually do it. It'd be a little obscure deal and I would do something based on a Boston song because of Boston brand. Right. And I think I would do I don't know. I don't know. Why are you why are you talking to me? Why would you Oh the best Jeremy. Welcome back. Brandon's Welcome back, Jeremy. Thank you. How about uh, actually, you want to do the uh, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love? There is a house of forbidden a love. It's called Dead Man Dark Mansion. How about that? I think we can make this work, just not right now. Every song will just have the 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 uh, the title. Yeah. I'll just start yelling. How about Odyssey of the Amazons? Uh, I would usually, I don't know what I'd use for that. Girls just Maybe, want to have um, fun? How about, it's been to the, uh, actually, I was going to use uh, Amazon uh, Immigrant Song. I'd fun. use Immigrant uh-huh. Song by uh, Van Halen, ah! or Van Halen, by Led Zeppelin. Ah, it's the Odyssey of the Amazons. That's pretty good, I like that. Yeah, I might use that, but... Uh, uh, we'll have to work on that. Brandon is next. The last Amazon, email of the second. Just don't want to get There is a house of forbidden love. Uh, or maybe I do. Um, Williams. I'll do that. I'll do a little uh, Creed. With mansion doors wide open. Mansion of forbidden love. There you go. Brandon says, sup, fellas. I don't have many random items to rant about this week. I did just start watching Iron Fist. I guess the critics aren't loving it, but I enjoy it myself. So to each their own, I guess. I like karate-style action flicks, though. And I'm just an action flick junkie in general, so this is kind of up my alley regardless. Definitely interests me interests me more than Jessica Jones or Luke Cage individually, which felt six episodes too long each. I may think that after this series... Uh, two, but as bit. of right now, yeah. I enjoy it. It's funny. I I think to myself, like, is is this a like a, a jab that I don't know of? Like, are these only six episodes long? <laughs> like, no, no, they're like twelve or thirteen. <laughs> okay. something like that. I'm thinking that maybe Jessica Jones was six episodes. He just hated it so much. Like this, there is. A... I do have one other unpopular opinion this week, and that is, I don't understand the unabashed love. Guardians of the Galaxy gets. Don't get me wrong. I think it's perfectly fine Marvel films. Doesn't Special Brandon effects also hate Star Wars? flat out awesome. Yeah, he hates Star Wars. Great big budget action flick. However, you do have to admit the ending of the movie was complete banana land bullshit. Ronan is taking dudes out left and right, basically 
spits in Thanos' face, then ultimately gets defeated in a dance-off to a human. Then the heroes all hold hands. He's, he's more than a human. That part Eric. makes he's me more cry human. every time. Does it? Does it? When they all yeah, hold hands I, I and he get, sees his I dead mother, then it goes well. back to the orange freaking storm. I mean, the purple storm. Yeah, like, this is an amazing look. He's more than just a human. And the day is somehow saved. The end. That's what prevents it from truly being Marvel's top movie to me. Winter Soldier for, for life, the guardi- he the says. Galaxy, bitch. Yeah. Winter Soldier for life, he says. First uh, Avenger for life. Yeah, I like that uh, better than Winter Soldier. Books. All-Star Batman. I have a lot of problems with the book. Uh, the least of which is the art for each issue. I can't stand it feels like I'm reading a short story. I feel like the writing and dialogue at points goes from Batman trying to talk smarter than he normally does to Batman talking like a six-year-old dressed up as Batman. You know this bitch-ass Billy Dents at Mike is always th- thank are talking about. I think I understand what he's finally getting at. I can't believe for one second that Mad Hatter of all people makes Batman think he's ever influenced his origin or doubt his reasons for becoming the Bat. He's under the influence, Eric. He's not... The type of dude to me. The story also makes me feel like it's ripped from the is Batman really a patient in Arkham Asylum theory that has floated around Facebook since its existence. Finally, I no longer care what the hell they call Duke. Get rid of this goddamn backup story. Put the book on normal paper. It's nothing special, and I'm tired of it being treated as such and being charged just short of two normal rebirth issues to follow it. He says, Batman and Super Sons, these two issues, while completely different from each other style-wise, are two examples of great comics that go to the store every Wednesday in hopes of buying, trading stories, great art, and it usually leaves me dying for the next issue. Uh, is it a roller coaster ride of emotions? There seems to be a mistake in continuity, though, claiming the Amazovirus happened a month ago because this pre-flesh point Superman with John wasn't around during the Amazo run, but he was. He was, he was he, in the show. They shadows. were all there. He was, they were all there. Eric, today... <laughs> To this very day, it's still there in the woods. Or at least he's not active, if I'm not mistaken, that he was even pre-convergence. Shout out Manship Convergence, the only fan. <laughs> he is the only Convergence fan. Uh, Manship, when I announced like this uh, New 52 deal and, and mentioned on the announcement, I mentioned Manship about Convergence. And boy, he's all excited. He's sending me notes and like, I don't know. I'd like to come on and talk about Convergence, but I really can't do that until the first week of April. Uh, uh, I'm like, Manship. That's it's gonna it's gonna take us ten years to get to convergence <laughs> for Christ's sakes. Fucking April. The Superman action fiasco, I'm entirely confused with this story and what they want to do with it or even what they are really trying to tell me. That shoots and ladders splash page look great, but what happened there, other than the artist was given some freedom to create a panel, they could sign at cons. The red and blue shit is nonsense. Why doesn't it concern us? He knows New 52 Soups died, but doesn't know what happened. Obviously doesn't have New 52 Lois at this point either, so her red is floating around now, nowhere. What the fuck? So many good paths they could have taken the in this, and I feel that they're taking the dumbest. I'd rather Oz still be a mystery than think he's retarded at this point. All Oz is to me is the worst prison guard in the multiverse. I did see a theory today thrown out that some people think that Oz is Superboy Prime, Eric. Really? What do you think of that? It's some new That's theory craziness. popping up. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. What? <laughs> What's he talking? Yes, this was the week. Did he, did he write this drunk? Yes, this was the week of the ten dollars. Yeah, really, the ten dollars Spider-Man issue, and what a piece of trash forty-eight percent of that book was. And it's funny because I have mentioned you many a time 
Brandon reminds me a lot of our friend Sean oh, yeah. that we used to work with, and Sean is like Mister Super Irish guy. Uh, though I don't know, it's, it's a little, yeah, he's just way over the top. Though he's never been to Ireland, and yeah. I I don't think he ever will be. But he's I he is my Irish. Family gener- from generations is closer to Ireland than yeah, his yeah. Too. But boy, he really takes to it. And boy, when St. Patrick's Day hits, it, he gets beat up every year. <laughs> he always gets in a fight and gets beat up. And we would always know. Like I always forget when St. Patrick's Day happens. And I'd no, always I... know the Monday after St. Patrick's Day because at that point, we would get word that nobody has seen Sean in three days. It, you know, that, and it was panic would set in. At points, like, oh, my God, nobody's seen him today. He might be arrested. He might be in jail. He might be dead. He's in a hospital. Oh, that's in what a I, ditch somewhere. That's what I figure happens to Brandon every Friday night, Eric. Marvel has fucking brass balls scraping the ground to throw a Marvel sum-sum story into my Amazing Spider-Man comic and charge the shit for me for that shit. Yeah, this week, $10 issue. It's crazy. Uh, what we got as far as actual story was pretty decent, but it's bullshit. They think they can get away with adding shit to a regular issue of a comic book to upcharge the price. That's what annuals and special issues are for, not regular numbered comic books. He says, beware of the Ides of March. Madness, Eric. At Bemir3660. Yeah, a uh, big thing in our neck of the woods. Villanova lost today. Friggin' top seed, baby. They're done. Villanova, uh, huh? So they are not going to repeat. Uh, but yeah, uh, Brandon is now going to go off with Trevitt and talk what I think, if I remember right, it was Venom number five, right? Yes. Something along those lines. But yeah, we're going to hear about Venom number five right about now. Beware of the one with the forked tongue slivering around city streets, pulling tricks for treats, hiding in the shadows, separate attack. Now watch the serpent strike, spitting out the venomous and blinding up your eyesight. Poisonous fangs laced with temptation, pierce the flesh. flesh. The prime symptoms, lies, hatred, and stress. stress. Manipulate and eat, have your bite into the fruit forbidden. All right, how we doing, Weird Science? This is Brandon. I'm coming at you guys along with Trevitt with this week's Marvel Minute. According to popular opinion, uh, from you guys on Twitter, Venom number five was our winner for the week uh, in the book we're going to cover. We got writer of Mike Costa uh, and then of Gerardo Sandoval, Ivan Coelho, uh, and then color artists of Dono Sanchez Almara, Israel Silva, and Andreas Mosa. And that's a Marvel Comics title. Uh, and then we're going to get into the blurb here and talk a little bit about. Venom number five. Uh, hell of an art team there. I don't think there's an American name in the bunch there. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a one. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy. I, I, I had a hard time with that. I practiced before we hit record there uh, this morning. I'm like, oh, boy, I'm going to fumble <laughs> all these names. Uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Venom has been quite the symbiotic slut when you really go back and examine his history. McClintar with numerous hosts spawning several son-slash-daughter offspring characters and typical Marvel fashion of late in numerous and varied label series titled with a fresh number one on the cover. Uh, Venom's latest host is Lee Price, former Army Ranger, whose clashing ideals with the healed symbiote have made for an interesting who is playing who tale so far. Uh, so let's jump into issue five on the heels of issue four's cliffhanger as Venium, uh, Venium, 
Venom and Scorpion renew old grudges. Aluminium. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a little longer. That was longer than it needed to be there. I was like, I knew that as I was typing it, but uh, I went with it anyway. It reminded me of the way British people say aluminum. Aluminium or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I, it's typed venom. I don't know why I said venium. Uh, anyway, I did a little research here uh, uh, before we kick off into the issue just to give everybody a quick rundown of, of why I think Venom's a symbiotic slut. Uh, and, and, you know, as, as course as everyone knows, uh, Eddie Brock started things off after the uh, symbiote Spider-Man. Um, and, and everyone knows that's how he started. Uh, and then it, it moved on to Mark Gaughan. After a few little kind of trysts uh, between those two, but really nothing that stuck or lasted. Uh, after Mark Gone, who was a scorpion, uh, it, it moved on to Flash Thompson, old friend of Spider-Man, um, and, uh, and now a military agent. Uh, Flash Thompson spawned Mania, uh, which is kind of like a female Venom that, that ended the previous Space Knight arc, and you can get a little more information on her there. Uh, and then uh, the current host of the symbiote is now Lee Price, who is, uh, li like we mentioned in the blurb there, former Army Ranger, uh, kind of like a gun runner bad guy now, and all around not really a good guy. This is where the symbiote is having some issues because it's, it itself is now trying to kind of find a good host, like, you know, a, a solid dude like Spider-Man used to be. Hmm. Or still is, but you know, not used yeah. to be. But but wants a host like pure host like Spider Man again. Yeah, he wants a good guy. He's sick of um, he's very conscious of this uh, evil. His or her. I I always think of the symbiote in this series the way it speaks is like a female. Um, but it's it's searching for it wants someone a good person because I didn't have all the evil purged out of it. Like wasn't the symbiote cleansed or something like that? Yeah. Well, the, the, the Clintar is basically the, the race. That's what they're called. Yeah. Um, and they're not evil by nature. You know, they're, they're good. They're good beings for whatever reason. Uh, they feed off their hosts because of right? this one's this one. Well, yeah, but, but because of this one's experiences, it, it had turned bad. And he, yeah, yeah, they did purify it by the end of the Space Knight series. So, so it is basically, you know, back to normal. Not necessarily bad, but at times, you know, make bad decisions if it's under pressure or, uh, um, you know, if it has a bad host like Lee is at this point in time, will do bad things because it's basically forced to. You know, it'll be yeah. a, like a conscience to the person, but doesn't really uh control their behavior or force them to do any actions uh known to or thought to uh back in the day you know what i'm saying uh, everybody so else is, i was gonna say Go everybody ahead, else sorry, has man. had problems with the symbiote in the past right like people have a problem with the symbiote controlling them versus them controlling the sim symbiote as where lee can actually control it yeah yeah uh because of how you know it the cleansing happened and it, it being back to, to normal, you know, they really get into the kind of the history of, of, uh, of the suit, um, in the space night series. And it's, you know, if anybody 
is any sort of Venom fan at all and, and they missed that series, I'd recommend they go back and read it because it was very underrated in my opinion and, and you know, a hidden gem of the all new, all different line. Um, I've only read the first few issues, but the art is fantastic. I got to get back into that. Yeah, the art, the art's super good. Uh, the middle arc is basically, I think it's like issues six through nine, uh, where they kind of explore like the planet of the Clintar and everything, and and why this one's corrupted and evil at, at points. Um, so you know, uh, if you have any any sort of interest in the history of that suit that's that's where you can find all that out but anyway uh as we get into issue five the story kind of has a, a few different layers to it as well uh because lee is kind of a former army ranger just trying to make do and 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 get some money to to be well off for himself but goes about it in the wrong way obviously yeah. uh, uses his his skills he's acquired over time uh to do bad things and, and kind of feels like the world owes him something after uh, his experiences in the military. Uh, and this is how he goes about uh, getting that due. Uh, he, he ends up dealing with the black cat. Uh, he, he's kind of trying to, you know, in, in a way, dick her over and, and get some sort of control of the criminal empire. Uh, and things really aren't going well for him because the people that work for Black Cat kind of suspect he's up to something and he's hiding secrets. And that secret is that he has control of the Venom symbiote. Yeah, the wizard uh, so, scorpion so, is the most most of uh, skeptical yeah, Mark, about Lee. Yeah, Mark Goggin, and then this other kind of red-haired dude. I forget his name. It's in the notes, and we'll get to it in a little bit here. Uh, but basically, issue four ended with Lee being set up again uh, by Mark uh, Scorpion, and uh, they started fighting at the end of the issue, which caused the symbiote. Uh, to spring into action to save Lee and uh, resulted in Mark's suspicions being confirmed and Scorpion and Venom started battling to end that, that issue. Uh, so we picked that up here in a way uh, because Spider-Man starts the issue off on a rooftop eating some sweet and sour chicken and browsing a little social media. <laughs> he picks up a, a feed of Venom and Scorpion uh, via Facebook live action um, and swings swings in that direction. Uh, th this is, I don't know, to me, kind of uh, one of the better ways Spider-Man has been written uh, in some time, kind of since the Civil War miniseries. Uh, I like when he's jokey and, and he doesn't take anything seriously. That's the, the Spider-Man that everyone loves, you know? Yeah, it seems to be like classic Spider-Man in this issue. To yeah. the point where it almost yeah. feels like he's not, it almost feels like he's not the Spider-Man that we've been seeing for like the past year. Yeah, because Par Parker Industries Spider-Man wouldn't be eating sweet and sour chicken on chicken top of the building. Water tower, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's got like he's using his cell phone. He's not using his webware. But I mean, after Clone Conspiracy, the webware is kind yeah. of junk anyway. But yeah, nobody's using it. But I think Peter would still use it. Yeah, I think Peter would still use it too. Like. If he's not using it, he, that's not going to be a good look for his company, you know. No, oh, no, this is really fine, but I'm not using it. And his spider symbol's not glowing. It's it's kind of strange, but uh, but it it seems like classic Spider-Man. Like he's hilarious. Tell it like he's very. You're right. He's very jokey. Like super jokey in this book. 
Yeah, it's it's cool, uh, and it's not really a continuity issue. It's just how he's. No. I think it's how he's drawn this issue, and they just wanted because it's a classic quote unquote battle issue between Venom and Spider Man. They wanted it to get have that classic, you know, feel and focus. Feel to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're bringing him in heavy in the next issue because it's one one fifties next, right? Is that next? I don't know if they changed it. Uh, we'll get to that towards the end here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's coming up very soon but from uh, there we get uh, the venom and scorpion fight which is pretty badass yeah it does it takes up the first you know act of the issue but it looks awesome uh the art which you know i'm not going to go through and mention that entire art team again but they <laughs> do an excellent job throughout the whole issue oh they really uh, do and especially the fight scenes you know they look great they do look great um, and you'd never so be we, able to tell it's like four different uh, inkers and colorists <laughs> No, I had like I literally don't fill the credits out when I do the notes until the very end, or even really look at them when I'm reading the issue. And when I started writing the art team uh, up in the credits, I'm like, "Holy crap, this is a hell of a long art team," you know. And it, I couldn't even tell it was more than one person, really, to be honest with you. No, I mean normally um, you can tell because I remember when we did that uh, Captain America issue where it had like nine different colorists. Like you could. T definitely tell yeah, from page to page but this it's like very fluid all the way through like it's the same artist you would never know the difference uh anyway where were we oh we're only on bullet point two here anyway <laughs> back to action here we resume uh the fight between venom and scorpion uh whose cover is is now blown and and as he takes on scorpion uh and that fight continues from last issue Spider-Man intertwines between the two, uh, which increases, you know, the the ruckus around the area. Uh, a, a cool little scene happens where he get, he gets some web in Venom's mouth, basically <laughs> to shut him up. Still thinks Flash as well. Uh, Spider-Man is yeah. has no idea this the symbiote has has gone to Lee and, and Flash isn't in possession. Because he does that "I love Lucy" line, where he's like, "You got some splaining to do." <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. funny it's him and flash have kind of you know towards the end of space night uh the space night series is, have ironed things out with each other and they were cool with each other again so so this has taken spider-man off guard uh venom is not lee the venom symbiote is freaking out so like you get some narration uh from the symbiote telling lee we got to get the hell out of here spider-man's here yeah uh, th this is not good news. It seemed concern for Spider-Man because it's like we can't. It says we can't hurt Spider-Man. Yeah, well, it's also trying to be good. It knows Spider-Man's a hero, and Lee does bad things, so it, it wants to just get the heck out of here before Lee makes the symbiote do something to Spider-Man. Basically, you know. Um, so Lee does his best. Back. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Scorpion's trying to do. He he know, he wants the power back. Uh, Lee does his best to try to to hold the symbiote together because it's been a struggle between the two. The symbiote wants nothing to do with Lee. So it's always trying to escape. But Lee, uh, through his military training, like his, his psychic military training, uh, has been able to, to keep a hold of the symbiote and not let it escape him. You, you get some nice callbacks towards the end of this fight with Spider-Man, uh, with the daily bugle reference kind of showing the speed of the news nowadays. Um, yeah. <laughs> like oh, like on. there's already a Spider-Man's Menace article up there. Spider-Man just showed up. 
It's Spider Man. Uh, and then you got uh, Scorpion go free. He's like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like the fight literally just ended. That article's already up. And then uh, this, there's a, a dude yelling at Spider Man that Spider Man actually saved for ruining his $400 jeans. So, again, you get kind of classic Spider Man moments here. I didn't get the everyone's a critic thing after he said that. He's like, hey, man, did you have to tackle us? He's like, these are, yeah. these are $400. He's like, everyone's a critic. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Spider-Man's just taking it from all, all sides here. Um, anyway, Lee and Venom, after their Irish goodbye, shout out to Andrew. Uh, on, on the flight, you know, they, they return to uh, – Time out. Let me restart here. My shout out interrupted my flow of, of following the, the notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel off. Uh, Lee and Venom, um, after their Irish goodbye, okay, uh, well, they just left the scene, so they, they took Venom's advice. They returned to the Bugle reporter that uh, has, has kind of caused this whole ruckus and scene to begin with. Um, and Lee wants the information this guy has about the black cat because he, he was writing an article, which is why the Lee and Mark were sent to get this information and, and shut him up in the first place, basically. I'm explaining yeah. that if, if you want to help me out there. <laughs> Scorpion, uh, Scorpion took the, the – uh, that's how this whole fight started is when they got there, Scorpion decided that he was going to take this – he was going to take Lee out, right? Is yeah, that, yeah. He was going to use this the opportunity. The setup. So black – yeah, Black Cat sent Lee to shut this dude up and not, not have him write the article. Uh, they suggested Mark go along because they don't really trust Lee 100% yet. Yeah, and Mark and doesn't trust him at all. He they used it. Yeah, they, they used this as an opportunity to take Lee out um, because they just don't want anything to do with him. You know, does Black? I don't think Black Hat That's has what started to this. do with that, right? Like this is all Scorpion on his no. own. This is Scorpion and that redheaded dude. Yeah, yeah, because they know that he has the. You know, Mark's always very, very skeptical about him and and doesn't trust him, and he knows there's something else going on because Lee is definitely hiding something. Like it's obvious. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, and when he finds out, no, he. Had possession of venom. They knew something was going on. He wasn't telling them, but they didn't know it was venom per se. And now they do. Yeah. Um. So Lee gets the information from this reporter. Uh. And and basically, what he wants first and foremost is this redheaded dude. His name is Adams. Address, and he's going to confront him. Yep. So we we go on from there. We we have Venom confronting this Adams dude in his apartment. Uh, and this Adams guy is the associate of Black Cat who helped set Lee slash Venom up. Um, and again, he wasn't wrong about any of this, but it wasn't with Black Cat's permission. So Venom basically uses that uh, Adams to his side. You know, and, and what he thinks now is he's got Adams on his side and, and kind of an inside track. Uh, to yeah, get a one-up on these police he's had to be working for. He thinks he's going to get over on the FBI. Yeah. Uh, so, so moving on here. Uh, I mean, this is this is only basically the end of the first arc, so the first five issues. But this is a pretty layered story, so I, I hope we're doing a good job explaining it. But, 
you know, ignore the ratings and comic book roundup because it's been interesting. It's, you know, got a whole bunch of different angles going on and they all make sense. The timeline is clear and, and, and very focused. Um, it's it's kind of like, you know, an, an FBI spy-ish, you know, who's working for who, who's dicking who over type of story, you know? Yeah, on top of another, like, sub-story between... When I don't know if this has ever been done before because I'm not come too familiar with Venom's history, but the nice inner dialogue between the symbiote and Lee, which I thoroughly yeah. enjoy the most about this series. Yeah. It's an internal struggle between the symbiote and Lee, uh, while an external struggle around both of them goes on. Just It's just an all-around shit show everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, between Lee and Black Cat. Because, you know, he wanted yeah. to earn his way into her operation but then you know the FBI kind of screws that up a little and he comes up with a better plan to basically just take everyone out and 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 stand while the power vacuum happens so he can uh, make out on the deal yeah um so, so we're going to uh, move along to the next scene here, and, and we get one of the moments that you mentioned you've been enjoying between Venom and Lee as they have one of their back and forth between each other. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, a, a juxtaposition uh, as Venom tries to dissuade Lee from being too drastic in any, any of these actions he's considering on taking. He's definitely against killing anybody. Uh, he, he wants to make sure Lee is careful because he also... Is, is, you know, for even though he hates Lee, he doesn't want anybody to die. You know, he, he's kind of heroic in that way. Good or bad, nobody's dying on his watch, you know? Yeah. Uh, as far as Venom goes. Not, yeah. So Lee gets pissed, um, is digging around in his mind because Venom starts bringing up memories of Lee's past. Uh, and Lee basically starts, like, they show it as Lee smacking the symbiote around, but I think it's more like a, a mental manipulation that he does to the symbiote, and they just show it as an external, like him beating on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's very abusive. I mean, this isn't the first time that he's he smacked the symbiote around. <laughs> no, like like he's always beating on this thing, but I don't think he's necessarily physically beating it up. I think it's more of like they show it as him beating it up, but it's Lee just playing mind games like shutting him out of of his mind you know what i'm saying no, i that's i think that's totally correct because especially these two pages when they're having this um inner dialogue with each other it looks like they're sitting in a room and then you get flashes of lee's history but it turns out they're they're not in a like they he lee is inside the symbiote and they're just standing in a room and all this is going on inside like their head you know yeah. So it's kind of like they're yeah, sitting in exactly. a conversation, but it's all going on in, in their brain, like in the symbiote, you know? I think the yeah, symbiote yeah. allows them to do that, so. Yeah. Which is pretty um, cool. So, yeah, it is. It, it, com it comes off. Uh, they do that as a way to keep you interested visually in the comic instead of having a Bendis-style conversation with the two motherfuckers just talking to each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and then there's actually it's a, a good way to... Right, right. You know, that's how you write comics. Not not just have people going back and forth for, for six issues. No. Um, and then there's actually good stuff, like the symbiote learning about Lee's history. So, 
I, I say she because I feel like the symbiote's a girl, is getting to know Lee better. So it sees that Lee had friends, and Lee actually cared about people, but something might have happened while he was in the military that led him to be this, like, standalone kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> He's like the last um, man standing. So back <clears throat> yeah. Back to the story here. We got uh, Venom swinging through the city with this Adams dude hanging on his back. And Venom is taking him to meet these police that have been trying to, you know, basically control Venom uh, and Lee and get them to work for him. It turns out that the copper is on the take with the black hat. So this is all blowing up in Lee's face. Oh, yeah. Because uh, cause now Adams and this cop kind of have the upper hand on him. Um, and this results in more bad news for Venom as they end up firing a rocket his way. And it, this giant fight breaks out on the rooftop. Um, you know, have this intel on the symbiote because it used to work for the government and, and they know Lee's in possession of it. Uh, yeah, they're Lee, trying to blackmail him so they could uh, get information about the underworld. Yeah, and they also wanted, you know, at one point they told them they, they want Spider-Man's identity. Yeah, they wanted Spider-Man's identity because they know the symbiote yeah. has it. And the funny part is, yeah. is that only one of the two FBI agents is on Black Cat's payroll so yeah that's like, the know, one that keeps showing up yeah that's this guy with the handlebar mustache and then the yeah. other guy is uh, an actual good you know honest to god fbi agent not a yeah he, he, even though they played it off in the beginning it was pretty cool like it was the reverse so this is kind of like you know a pretty cool twist yeah um it's best to control Venom because the fire all around Venom is making him just flip. Lee's like, don't you dare leave me or we're both dead. Because uh, so, that's one of his weaknesses, uh, right? Fire? Yeah, fire, sonics. Um, I remember that loud, from... Kind um, of like loud bell ringing noises. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember that from the Renew Your Vows, the first series when um, Peter defeated Venom in the fire. Yeah, and the sim Peter got the symbiote off him to begin with in a bell tower. Uh, anyway, Lee does his best to control Venom in this situation. He kind of pulls down this water tower nearby to, to put some of the fire out and then uses that momentum to jump onto a nearby helicopter, uh, sticks his head through the glass in a pretty sweet <laughs> scene. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Anyway, we... That that's basically the end of the fight that we see, and, and we get our cliffhanger at the end here as we go back to police headquarters, uh, with basically everybody flipping out that there's this scene going down on the rooftop. Everybody needs to spring into action. The captain's like, uh, "Where's my symbiote task force?" And yeah. the the other partner to this this whole FBI sting thing, he's like, "Uh." been defunded there's one person in the task force and that one person shows up and it happens to be none other than uh why don't you spoil it for us there trevitt who is it it's eddie brock himself the first yep. host it's like what the hell do you want uh, I'll your eyes don't deceive you readers this is not a trick not an illusion not a parallel reality eddie brock is back <laughs> don't miss <laughs> venom number six <laughs> yeah so, and, like and then that. That, that's where i'm a little confused here you know you mentioned issue 150 is next um i thought i, thought so I don't know if issue six is issue 150 or not i'm, I'm a little mixed up there 
And it says right here, it says next Venom wear back, and it says on sale next month. But I think I saw the cover for it. I think this is the cover right here with Eddie Brock saying wear back, pointing at like us. And um, I think the cover of 150 is Spider Man and Venom fighting, but I think it's Eddie Brock Venom. So this might be an introductory issue into Venom 150. So maybe yeah. maybe it's this, after this. I think is issues. Yeah, I think this is going to be issue six, and then they're going to pick up the numbering at 150, the issue after six. Yeah, and then after 150, what are we going to get? We're going to get 151, 152, 153, because they're going back to their original numbering yeah. for all the books. That, that's the rumor. We'll see. We will. Um, anyway, you guys know how we end up doing things around here. Uh, we tell you to buy it, to borrow it, or to forget it altogether. Um, I think I went first last week, so Trevor, why don't you... Go ahead. All right. Well, I like the art in this book a lot. Um, Geraldo Sandoval does a great job. It's uh, it's kind of like, it's almost a little uh, Umberto Ramos-y kind of, you know? Like, it reminds me of his style a little bit. I enjoy that a lot. I enjoy the symbiote in this book. It's My favorite character in this book is is not Lee, it's the symbiote, you know? I mean, the dialogue between Lee and the symbiote is great. Have, seeing it get its personality, Mike Costa does a great job giving this thing a life of its own, you know? And the story so far has been has been great. Like, it's not this epic, amazing story, but it, it's a really good, solid story that's... Uh, I mean, it, I don't know if we explained it well enough to make it sound like it's easy to follow, but it's pretty... It's easy to follow. It's very, very enjoyable, um, I mean, this book is a buy for me overall. Like, I, I would tell, I would tell anybody who who enjoys Venom to go buy this book. I mean, it's it's pretty quirky, it's interesting. Um, I I got used to Lee, but I think we're gonna lose Lee and get Eddie Brock back. Yeah. And and I think when that happens, I think the title's gonna get even better. And um, I just I can't wait to see what this book holds for the future because they could do some really interesting things here. So it, it's a consistent buy. I mean, I think. Not only should you buy it, but you should stick with it because I think a lot of crazy, awesome stuff is going to happen in the future. So I'm sold on this series. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, you know, I definitely agree with you. I would buy it as well. Uh, you know, it, it's a story I, I would probably pick up the back issues for. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I would jump in at five and and how much you would understand what's going on. Yeah, it'd be pretty confusing. catch up on it. But you don't necessarily have to read the previous series, you know, the Venom Space Knight stuff, to understand this one. So, you know, you can pick up the first five issues of this series. Find pretty cheap now at this point um, because I don't think it's a super popular book. But, uh, you know, catch up on it in no time and be up to pace with what's going on for, for when it hits the big numbers again, you know, if you want to be on board for that. Uh, the art is, is, you know... I keep saying, you know, uh, the art is one of my favorite uh, at Marvel right now. Uh, I know a lot of people have their name attached to the art team on this book, but you can't really tell uh, at any point that there's a whole bunch of people on it. And it's kind of like a 3D looking thing and scratchy at the same time. And it, it's, it's a cool way to draw a comic book, you know, if you ask me. Um, and the story is, again... There's there's a couple different layers to it that are pretty straightforward and who's going to come out on top of everybody trying to get their their you know get the upper hand uh, and it, I'm super interested in it I'm going to keep following it I don't have a huge Marvel pull list at the, this point in time but this is one of the books on it 
so yeah, you know, buy it. Go buy some books, guys. Buy Venom. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a pretty big uh, Marvel pull list, and this is one of my favorite books on it. You know, Marvel doesn't put a lot, a lot of good books right now, but this is definitely one of them. Um, highly recommended, especially with with a pool yeah. of crap right now. This is one of the shining lights in the pool of crap. And earlier you said not to listen to the comic book roundup scores. I mean, this thing gets an overall of six point two which is bullshit. I mean, this book is yeah, way better be, than 6.2. Yeah, it should be higher. Um, I might yeah, have to start least, doing it on Marvel Mondays to get get the score up a little bit. It should at least be a 7, 7.5. Like, easy. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not perfect, you know, by any means, but it's it's no. entertaining. I, I burned through, you know, I caught up on it yesterday. I'll be honest. I haven't been following it all the way through. I read issue one, but I burned through four issues last night because I – and I read them in no time because it was super interesting. I was engaged. Uh, I wasn't confused. And the art, art was amazing, you know? So, yeah. I mean, some books, like, try. Like, yeah, some books, when you read them, like, they could be, like, the dialogue could be, like, no, I don't want to say hard to follow, but maybe just not that great or a little stale. So it's, like, like some, so a lot of issues that I buy I find, like, hard to read. But this is one of those books that I read, like, fluidly. Like, every panel, every yeah. page, like, I go through it just, like, it's, it's very well written. Like very well written. Yeah, the writer is uh, Mike Costas, so he he's been doing a great job on these five issues so far. Uh, and, and you know, it, I would if if this doesn't work out, I hope he gets sticks around at Marvel and gets a, another book because uh, um, I, I really like his style. You know. It's yeah, cool. I do too. I've never I've never read anything by him before, but if yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything that comes to the top of my head either. <laughs> no, but if if he has a secondary title that pops up, or if this book doesn't work out and he gets another one, I would definitely hop on that next book. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so give it a try, and if you don't like it, you guys can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Beamer three six six zero. You can yell at me and and tell me it sucked, or you can yell at Trevit. And Trevit, where can they find you? You could find me on Twitter at Afronatic or on Instagram at Trevitz Comics. Yeah. So, or even if you like it, don't yell at us and tell us we're right. We also like to hear that. Um, I got it right here. So, <laughs> stay tuned for uh, our poll on Monday. Uh, we'll check out the books. We'll, we'll put a few up, and you guys can tell us what you want to hear about. Um, and in the meantime, uh, party is over on this end. And we will talk to you guys next week. Later. <laughs> oh, check this out. Can't you see? Just like guys, look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. All right, Eric. Venom number five. Venom number five. You got, you yeah. got any Venom? You got any Venom in you right now? You want some? I was going to say, do you want to suck it out? Boom, Wallace. No, that, that's one of those where that that is a typical deal that's happened in so many movies and, and comedies or whatever where I got uh, bit on the you penis. You get bit in the penis by the snake, and the next thing I know, I save you within three seconds, Eric. You don't, the funny thing is, you, were you me don't even tell me, and there is no snake. <laughs> that's the best part no, of it. No, there was there's, never there's a snake. snake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, what? A fucking garter snake? Oh! No, a trouser hey. snake. Hey. Oh, a trouser trout, maybe. We're going fishing tonight. Hey, you know what? You can't go fishing. Right you can't go fishing with uh, without allies. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh God! Hey, this is the green section of the podcast. Uh, 
unfortunately, uh, Brandon and Trevor just talked about Venom, and I think it was one of those at the beginning of the week where he put the poll out, as he does on his Twitter account. And when he did, he said it at, on the poll, but also said to me, it's like, this is like, you know, fishing for shit you don't want. Like, yeah. there was never a good, there wasn't a victor for them. Uh, to me, I'm telling you, that's what this section is this week. We usually, and most of the sections we have, we usually have three books. And usually, to me, one of them can at least pull the others out of the shit show that is that section. I don't think so here. I really don't. I am not a big well, fan of any of these in, books. In my mind, they keep getting worse as they go along. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh I don't know about that, actually. I'm, okay. I'm thinking because this is the green section, and unlike normal, uh, some people might actually, if they know the routine, Eric, they'd be like, but wait a second. I like Nightwing. Well, if you did, well, you we finally shut your up. mouth because Nightwing isn't in this section. We decided to mix things up a little, thought Nightwing would go better with Super Sons and Trinity. I, I just so, really think that Justice League would go better in the green section because at least there's Green Lanterns yes. involved. The reason why we – well, here's the thing. What threw us out was All-Star Batman. If All-Star Batman wasn't this week, we yeah. would have had Justice League in the first. They had to throw everything off kilter, especially your brain, Ooh. Eric. Um but, yeah, we're going to have Justice League in this section. Like you said, it does make sense. The Green Lanterns are in the Justice League book. Whether or not Brian Hitch knows how to write them well, that's up for debate. Uh, but this is the Green section. I hated every book. Good night. See and you, know you in seven. It's kind of special, though, we do in the Green section night because we are recording this out of sync. And tonight is St. Patty's Day, Jim. Ooh, the Green section I Jesus bring to you. Jesus Christ, that is true. That is true. What did you do for St. Patrick's Day? I read some comic books and got so ready to talk to you and watch Iron Fist and then fell asleep in my yeah. chair for like an hour and a half. I didn't watch Iron Fist. I uh, I got in a fight with my third youngest son, which is also my third oldest son. Eric, Could just say the, the goddamn – I have no idea who you're talking about now. Ethan, we got in a fight. Okay. Uh, we were trying to watch some shit on so the So many stick. goddamn kids. I can't and keep track Ethan of ended up, like uh, He ended up talking to – his friends on video chat, which stalls everything in the house. Oh, yeah. And he did not understand why three people should be able to watch a TV show while he wanted to have his one person watch our video chat while he played a video game. So and he was actually mind, enjoying himself two ways. Outweigh the needs of the money. Yeah, yeah, but he, you know, he got two things to do. We didn't get any. We were sitting there. Everybody was yelling, and then that caused a fucking fiasco. And then from there, uh, originally tonight, we were going to actually record like seven books. That ain't happening. Thank I'm God. A you guy. actually said that you, you said you're sleepy. I actually think you got some plans with that old Iron Fist coming up. You want to finish that? Actually, uh, I don't even, I can't even finish. I'm telling you, I think I slept through the entire second no. episode. Well, here's so the thing. Well, this is the problem is now this is an impromptu Marvel. TV deal, but uh, Toby in the Slack chat said that he had a problem getting through two episodes, and right. some other people have said the same. Is this uh, something that you were tired going in, or do you no, think I, this I one's a little off? beat going into this so i don't know I've, I've enjoyed it for the most part it is slower than most marvel shows at this point okay. it seems like but i am enjoying it but i don't know if you would because it is a lot of this mystical stuff like the doctor strange which yeah, you don't care for yeah i'm not for. really that in for i will tell you and i will give everybody a little heads up uh i will be watching logan tomorrow on a certain nice. stick i'm not going to say anything more eric i allegedly i might be watching because yeah because they are 
because <laughs> there, there is a copy. It looks like a cam that looks pretty goddamn good. So I'll have to give you my review on that tomorrow. But uh, we're going to start the green section with your book. Not saying that this is better than any of the others, because I, I think am. it's just as much a piece of crap as the second one. Well, I, like you said, it gets worse. But go on. Let's just go. Let's not step on the lead, Eric. Let's go. Green Lanterns number 19, written by Sam Humphreys, with art by Ronan Croquette, Blonde, and Dave Sharp. We take another break from our Vault of Doom story to check back in with the aftermath of the Justice League versus Suicide Squad, where Dr. Polaris is out and about, and it's up to the new leader of the Suicide Squad, Harcourt, with the help of the Green Lanterns to take him down. Too bad that they don't seem up to the job, probably because Nazir is throwing Shade Simon's way, and it's making them all fucking off kilter. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm telling you, just in general, not this issue itself, but in general for this series, I have been on record of saying that this is one of the books that would be on my pull list. Do or die. My do or die pull list. Well, I'm I'm taking it off. I'm taking for now. I'm taking it's been this off for a while. I may even put Hal and the Green Lantern Corps after that issue, last issue with Guy and all that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that. Well, I will say it as we talk, <laughs> but I'm not saying that this is necessarily a bad book. It's a book that doesn't have any identity anymore. I don't know. You go from one issue to the next, and you're getting nowhere. It, it almost well, seems like you're moving backwards in this. We talked and, about this, you know, before we got on, where you know we had that big reveal at the end of the bit, like you know the Frank Kaminsky arc where Volthoom had taken the body of Rami, and then yes. instead of jumping into that, we had that Jessica and anxiety story, which was a good story, not dealing with anything going forward yes. there. Then we had the two part freaking, you know, uh, Batman and the Green Lantern cross, like tie in, uh, not tie in, but team up. And then we jump back, and we have that Volthoom backstory, and now we're out of that, and now we're dealing with Dr. Polaris from the yeah. Justice League and, Suicide Squad. And the Squad. thing like, is, you're saying the here? Justice League Suicide Squad, and I'm really telling you, from me reading this, I don't even get that, really. It just ends up somewhat like that, because through this whole time, really, it is Dr. Polaris trying to figure out a way to use his polarity and his magnetism to to uh, heal his magnetic personality, to, you know, to heal uh, what's his name, uh, Seth. His Seth. He wants to heal his brother, and obviously, to me, this is a an evil version, kind of of a like a juxtaposition of what Simon did for his brother-in-law. Yes. You have that little deal. Um, at any point, the only thing I got was possibly. Amanda Waller was giving him pills at some point. He had a connection because where is this connection of you that you really think that anybody reading this book will get anything except there's one little thing that's said pretty much about the Just League versus Suicide Squad. It doesn't even look like they have been after him. Oh, no, the only thing I can say with the connection is that when we left that story, we saw Dr. Polaris leave. Yes. You know, he escaped. And but here did, that we yeah. have Harcourt, who is now taking control of the Suicide Squad, trying to get him back. Yeah, but it's it's even a, a setup for somebody who he has gone to see a bunch of times. He's going for pills, and the guy just all of a sudden pulls out a gun, and then actually, Dr. Emerson, I care quite a bit. And then you have Harcourt there, who doesn't even really – it's not like, hey, listen, you got away – Waller's out of the way. She's like, so, how are those experiments coming? Don't try to get up or we'll use your powers again. Like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it doesn't even seem to me like you would get the idea in this until way late that he even escaped at any point from that event. And right. If you haven't read that event, I don't know that you'd ever get the idea that they were ever even involved or he was involved because they really do not push it. They don't even say, like, see this a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. She seems to want to, in this, Harcourt looks to be 
interested in his experiments. Right. Not that they're trying to track him down because he escaped it, uh, under their watch. It, it's just very odd to me where they're getting what they're getting at with this. It really is odd. And to stop this book to deal more with Dr. Polaris and his brother being sick, I don't understand why. I really don't. The the Green Lanterns in this don't have to be in this. No, you know no, what I'm no. saying? Could have been this anybody. story seems to be this would have been a better story served as a backup to the Suicide Squad book, which has backups. And even even if you had somehow the Green Lantern show up there or whatever, because the only connection you really have in this is what you told me even before. Dr. Polaris is a Green Lantern villain. Yeah. But why and how and why are they dealing with Harcourt and what's making them go with this? It's beyond me. It really is. This is why I actually think this issue is worse than Green Arrow, just because things just happen because they happen, and I don't know why. It starts off, like you said, you get out of nowhere. Nazir has become a big dick. I, yeah. I know he's had his issues. I, I understand. I'm t- I actually was thinking about this before we got on. Where if I was, you know, uh, me, I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea, yeah, right here. Yeah. One of my friends, or you know, my uh, brother-in-law, whatever. He became a superhero and lived with me, mm-hmm. and he's just going off and having all this great time. Well, I'm busy about dealing with rent and freaking, you know, other bills and shit. Like that. Yeah, I think I'd be a jealous prick too, though. I know that, but it, here, this is what I actually thought. This is you and me. And uh, we're living with, uh, I don't know, say Brandon. We're, no, we're living with Brandon. Okay. And he keeps coming and like, hey, where's the rent? And we're like, what are you talking about? Look at our fucking stats. We Look are, our this is, this is America's sweetheart. We are doing uh, the God's work with this podcast. Come on now. Look at these people. People don't email you, buddy. Pay that Ooh. rent and let us do our deal. And yeah, he's mad, but it seems out of nowhere. And this year has been a pretty good guy. Plus, in, in the end of things he owes him chewbacca's life debt Eric, oh i know and you know we know when chewbacca had the life debt he would never go against han solo so what is he doing here well, the fuck. other thing that throws us off years later we still see that he still go to exactly with life debt. yeah except and then to han goes he's off with ray because that it, it's transferred somehow uh here's the <laughs> thing about this though that gets me mad there you go bam is, ray is han's daughter exactly <laughs> yeah really uh what do you think possibly would happen if if uh Simon's sister came out that door because she would slap Nazir upside his fucking head. There is no way. There is no way. Yes. There is no way she'd go with it. So she's conveniently not there. You know what I mean? Like, and really to me, the fuck is Nazir doing except sitting around the house? You know what I mean? He's thing, yelling you know about it. the I, sister's I working. The sister's, yeah, the sister's working. Yes. The sister's hanging out. God damn it. Why do I have to watch you prance around in your yeah. tights, huh? And really, it does come down to... Fucking Judge Judy's on. Yeah, it comes down to a couple things that I don't think that they go too well into because what I would have done, and you know me, Eric, oh, I'm yeah, not you. America's sweetheart. I have not been reading comics most of my life. But what I'll tell you is I really you wish fancy that... yourself a writist. Oh, I, yeah, a writist. Yeah, right. I don't fancy myself anything but i really would have liked it to i'm a, a script doctor here oh, i think that it would have been I'm better served doctor. for simon to come out and nazir mad at jessica because he's jealous because it does seem that's the thing he seems yeah, to be jealous because they used to be partners now you're with this best friend and you know simon would come out and you'd have one of those like him yo you know before you came around everything was fine bitch and then simon come out whoa 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 you know what 
you better oh see you like her more and then go off and then deal with that i think that would have been better served the problem is i think this story is really pushing towards the hey i wanted to save my brother i understand dr polaris that that seems the way it's gonna go uh, but well, on yeah, top of all it, that, I think the story had to be fucking put together in a hurry because yeah, this is not what that. was solicited yeah. at DC. Yeah, we, we were going into the Balthoom story. Yeah, yeah. And really, it, even without a solicit, you can see that something's off because where at the hell would Dr. Polaris' story come out after we just ended the story to give us this big background that changed Balthoom's history, changed a lot of continuity to lead into this? So and. I saw, I listen to people on podcasts. They love that issue. They think that that, you know, and they're going with it. And I don't blame them at all. That's what they know. They're being told. Sam Humphreys, unfortunately, Eric Shea Continuity Kid is not the be all end all of what these books are going to be. Where's my 26 shooter? I said we're we're trusting, we're trusting Sam Humphreys. So whether he tells us a lie or not, but you have that momentum where people are like, all right, now I know Volthoom. Now we're going to know what's going to happen. This is why he wants to revenge all this. And then we get a Dr. Polaris story. And a Dr. Polaris story that really, what the hell happened? It sounded like you just fell off your, your no, goddamn no, chair. No, 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 I, I cocked my six-shooter here, and then I, I fired it. I'm <laughs> no, that was a kid. weird Yeehaw! sound. Yeehaw, baby. Because, yeah, all of a sudden, you, you go from all this where they, you know they're flying away, and Jessica even says to Simon, hey, listen, I know what it's like. My sister wants me to get a job, too. And I'm like, motherfuckers, you have a job. You are the protectors of this sector, not just this planet there. The sector. Don't give me this bullshit that I need a job. I would tell. I I said today. That's the best part too, because I think they don't know about the sector. I think they are just think it's Earth. Everybody yeah. else is terrible yeah. chaos and yeah, really. the sector. Shit's going wrong on all these planets, cursing them. Uh, the the problem is, is <laughs> that making cookies, Jim. It happened today, Ethan. When we were getting in this argument earlier, he's like, "All you do is do this podcast." And I'm like, "No, no, I work as well. I have a daily yeah. job." And like that, I'm telling you, they're saying you should get a job. No, no, I'm protecting the Earth. You son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, they go off and then you cut to Dr. Polaris again. And at the beginning of the issue, it did open with him kind of giving a little bit of an explanation of how he was going to try to cure pretty much death with and magnets. it's all in a dreamscape it, I, too. Yeah, and it is. And it's almost like, because it does mention later where Harcourt says, you know what, we can help you with your bipolar. So you, you get the idea that that's what it was. I have a problem with that right away because it seems here that like when we started out with, you know, Dr. Neil Emerson, who was the secret identity of Dr. Polaris, he is giving a Lex talk about how magnetism could yeah, help cure yeah. all these diseases. All I could think of is those hokey bracelets with the magnets on them. Oh, I'm yeah, like, no, 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 buddy, you shut your mouth with those but, magnets. But uh, at the end, it's just Dr. Polaris and the crowd clapping at him. Yeah, and he wakes yeah. up from this dream and he realizes, you know, the, it's almost the way I felt it was like, you know, in All-Star Batman in the first, you know, uh, the first arc with Two-Face and how, yeah. you know, Harvey Dent would always know he was coming at some point yeah, And he would yeah. try to do, like, do things that are like prevent do it something, and stuff like because, that. Because, yeah, he says – this is more of a split personality in my mind than a bipolar. You know, I I have go through spats where I want to be the fucking, you know, life of the party and then I want to be left the fuck alone. Yeah, I don't yeah. dream about it beforehand, though. Yeah, and it's weird, though. But he does say, like, oh, this is what happens. I get these dreams. When, but, yeah, he's going on. He wants to save his brother and then he's blaming everyone else from stopping him. It just seems more bipolar disorder to me. Yeah, yeah. It just, he just seems crazy. 
basically. Yeah. But this is where I said that it's weird because you go from, uh, you know, Simon and Jessica flying and saying, you know what, you know, the year, and Jessica's there to kind of be like, hey, listen, Nazir's just having some problems right now. He's still your best friend. You guys get annoyed with each other, and everything will be fine. Like, Thanks a lot, Jessica. You, you yeah. really saved it. But, yeah, because uh, we get a background. Again, how many times do we have to know that Simon did cure uh, Nazir? And that he says here, you know, I cured him. I got him out of well, a coma, the and that's the greatest day of my life. we've dealt with that in a long time, haven't we? Yeah, but we? we have in this book. We have in the the rebirth issue. We, we he's talked okay. about it before, and it just seemed like this had to be. Re, you have to be reminded of it because right. of Doctor Polaris and his brother. Yeah, you, you need but to have that connection right there. This is where we go now. Everybody's there. We've seen Doctor Polaris be kind of nuts at the beginning, even if they didn't know that they were one and the same. This is going to show up. But here you go. You have a guy, and this guy shows up at Doctor Polaris's door, and he's like, "Neil, you're late. Anyone see you?" And he's like, no, no. And they go in. Hey, how's things? Fine. You got the pills? I have your money. And then the guy's like, how about, how's your kooky experiments? What do you care? Just give me the pills. So this is something he goes to all the time for some yeah. bills. And then he pulls out a gun that Harcourt has given him because it's this non-metal gun. So obviously he's in on the whole deal. Like, this is like a sting operation. But why? What, what is this setup that they have set up all this extravagant stuff and not just going and get him? You, you know what I mean? Like, it's such honestly, a weird I, I setup. I don't know if they've been surveilling him to see what his experiments are doing because while, you know, they want to bring him in, I think they also might, like, you know, he was trapped in that goddamn, you know, but fortress for how But that's the problem is it seems like to me that you're never even getting the idea that they wanted to bring him in. It well, saying, all points towards really the experiments. I'm saying, though, like when Amanda Waller's in charge, she just might have wanted to bring him in and lock him in a fucking hole. But, but what I'm saying is why why don't they ever say, like, why doesn't he say, you know what, you're not putting me back in that pit that you held me in for 10 years, yeah. or you're not going to do this, or you're not going to... They never mention it. They no. never mention, like, God damn it, that fucking, where's Waller? You know what, she had me for all this time. They don't really even go with that if you did not read the just league versus suicide squad crossover you'd have no idea but, i don't think that that was ever part that, of it Jim. yeah really but isn't it odd that yes. it never spells it out because then she basically hardcore does say hey you know what amanda waller you're he says you're not waller so am i not getting my pills i'm like was waller giving him the pills was this the connection that he knew that this was somebody that was connected to waller it doesn't like why would that be a thing? You know what I mean? He escaped. He was in a super max yeah, goddamn prison that was supposed to be a prison that nobody would ever see. This was the baddest of the bad. He was in that, in the gauntlet or whatever the fuck they called it at that point. He got away. They should be actively hunting these guys down to put them back. And all he says is, you're not Amanda Waller, so am I the not getting my pills? Yeah, the catacombs. It makes no sense to me. And yeah, this that is doesn't, an odd line. And it's not even like she's like, and she says, Waller's out of the picture. I run tests for sex now, meaning I'm your new headache. I'm the telling headache. you, there might, there might be something going on in the Suicide there Squad as all, you know, where, here. Because, uh, you, like, when Amanda Waller got shot, maybe Dr. Polaris did something to stop it from going into her heart or whatever, you know, maybe. like, she, he moved the maybe, bullet, but like, at really, the last second. We if you're playing shit with that, because that would make sense, that, you know, he moved the bullet or what, but really, why... 
you know, you're not getting this. You're, no, we're no, reading you're not, this one getting, issue. You're not getting C, you know, Suicide Squad, whatever. You're says, not getting C, Justice and, League and if this Suicide was, and Squad. And if this is the Suicide they don't really – she does say Task Force. I'm running Task Force X. Yeah. But even then, because it's hardcore, because of all this stuff, you don't even get the idea that they want him for the Suicide Squad. Now, again, me and you read – just League versus Suicide Squad. We know that he escaped. He was on the original Suicide Squad, so you wouldn't think anything. But other people that didn't read that have to be just confused and just think that Harcourt is trying to get him because of his experiments. Because you then mean she Task says, Force One? Yeah, yeah, Task Force XI. <laughs> XI, no. Eric. But yeah, and then no, Harcourt says, we'll let you continue your research in custody, yeah. and we will get you help for your bipolar disorder. Don't you want to save Seth? And it, don't say his name. And then she says, we're going to offer you an offer is backed by Uncle Sam, limited time only, non-negotiable, and definitely ends with your butt back in Bell Rev. So you have bet back in, but that's the only time you ever get a reference that he was part of it. And also, he's just going to go do experiments. So it's just weird. It's just the weirdest way to get him in this book and not tie it into just them. You know, they get word. They need the Green Lanterns to help. Uh, because he then uses, like he says, listen, your your equipment that you have, yeah, they might be polymer guns with diamond bullets. You can be all fancy. There's a lot of shit around here, and I, I call bullshit on that too. Because if they were going to set this sting up, that guy, that's that guy's house. You know what I mean? No, this, Dr. This this is the drug dealer's place. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. the drug dealer is involved. The drug dealer Agreed. is part of Test Force X. They would have had him get rid of every bit. You would have walked in. It would have been like that old deal with Batman sitting in a room painted yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what you I mean? Know. You would have had that. He would have walked in and thought, like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, there'd be, you know, poly shit all that. You know, everything would be plastics and things like that. This guy... They, they made all he these walks things. He walked in and all of a sudden it's like Magneto's cell from the movies. Yeah, that's what I mean. It would be something like that and it would close and he'd be like, what the fuck? Hey, now we're on even playing field. And no, they have everything. They have darts, fucking, you know, staples and, and screws, everything. Nails, screws, yeah, nails. Yeah, anything you can think yeah. of. The fucking seats and poles. I mean, they I don't really. I know that one thing. It kind of looks like a basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, why. really, I know it I don't does. Know what that is. Uh, and and one thing, the deadly bottle cap. Eric, oh, yeah, it's coming at you, the bottle cap. But th uh, then you want to hear more of craziness? To me, uh, that's when Harcourt says, oh, no, should we pull them out? And she says, no, detonate their explosives. So now everybody that she deals with, not just the villains, the actual just people seem to have at least maybe neck bombs yeah. or bombs. It's just everything is off to me in this, especially because people who aren't reading Suicide Squad have no idea who Harcourt is. She just says in one line, hey, Amanda Waller's not around. I'm going to be going. But then you and go forward. I don't forward. know what these explosives are either because when we see them again, they're, they're like, you know, they're killed yeah, by I Dr. Yeah, I think that Flyers, because but... then they say they're, they're offline. We're not getting readings. And then she says, oh, All God, right. they're offline. All of them, fine. If, if that's the that, way he wants it. You should still be able it. to freaking detonate their bombs. I know, you know, because you'd want to get rid of the evidence. Yeah. That one guy has nails in his fucking eyes. It's I think they all up. have nails in their eyes. So, so now we have the new head of the Suicide Squad. You have Dr. Polaris, who they went to go make a deal to continue his research. In my mind, something that he's involved with, they want to get some of this research. Yeah. Why do they call the Green Lanterns then? I know that they, I know technically in history, Dr. Polaris was a Green Lantern villain, but why would Harcourt 
go with that? What What is the connection that she would call the Green Lanterns and say, In Look, my mind, she just got a hold of the Justice League who sent the Green Lanterns it's to just, her. I think again, they said that at one point. Again, she just says, as you can see, we got our answer. Dr. Polaris is extremely powerful. We don't know his powers. What do you want? And then she just says, in Gateway City, uh, that's where he's been hiding. We want you to go there. We can't find him. And let's be cruel, Lanterns. He's not to be messed with. As soon as you have a shot, take him down. You won't get another chance. And then he says, that's not how we do things in the Justice League. That's all Simon says. It's not like she says, hey, I called because I don't know about you. I don't know that Batman, you know, you think Superman and Batman call the shots. I don't know with what's going on with Harcourt in the, the head of this. That anything that Batman or Superman said before, like, hey, you know what, There's an, I don't know that that plays out anyway. I don't know that they would send them for this. But yeah, he's like, hey, we're here to help, not take orders from the government. Like, he's, it's, it's just so weird. And then she says, just because you couldn't take him into custody doesn't mean we can't. And then she's mad, and then she's like, I don't need a hero routine. It's just, everything's yeah. off to me. The complete Everything is completely off. You'd get no idea why this fucking book is even happening, this story. Because, no. you know, they fly out to Gateway City. There's a little, you know, a shout-out to Wonder Woman. And uh, then they go, and they're in, he's at the hospital with Seth. You figure that's where he's going to go. I mean, they, it's not. It's the yeah. first place you'll look. Yeah, really. And it's just, I don't know. Even then, it, I actually was reading this to uh, my uh, youngest son, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, hey, look at this. They're like, you've never been to Metropolis. I have in video games. And my youngest son, uh, Logan, goes, that's about the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Why would she say that? Uh, but yeah, they go, and there he is. I've been He's to San Andreas. His... Yeah, oh, I've been everywhere. I've been to Mars and you know, back again. But yeah, he's there with his brother, and he's trying to figure it out. And this is it, again, everything's rushed because he goes, he wants to see what they're doing. He doesn't agree, and somehow he has instituted a treatment. But what is it? You know what I mean? I, is I don't it know. more of these it's, magnets? Because the doctor starts, yeah, the the doctors start complaining and arguing with them as uh, Simon and Jessica are making their way. And again, in the hospital, and again, we have Simon, to have the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Simon remembers when his uh, brother-in-law Nazir was in the hospital. So we're going there. It's, it's the connection. Everybody thinks that they're rock stars. They're going, they just, he just shows up. They show up. Hey, Dr. Polaris, you're, you're in trouble. No more soldiers. You're dealing with us now. And then it just goes, there's not even like a, listen, you don't understand what it was like when, when the suicide, when I was locked up all those years and things like that. Now no, I finally got, that. you know, and it's like, now I'm out. I'm here to help my brother before they take me in. Please, just let me you know, heal him. Instead, you get a weird battle where he just takes off and melds a car around the Green Lanterns and sends him into the fucking bay. Into the go. drink, Jim. Yeah, they're in the drink, all right. And even then, it's like, you see it. You see what's going on, but it's a little confusing, I thought, with the art. And I thought it was a little off the art in general, in this issue itself. Actually, I, I think didn't the mind art was, the, uh, the art in this at all. Really, I thought the art was a little off from what we've usually gotten in this. Right. And there was some generic uh, ones where... And even that, you have Jessica and Simon. They walk into that, that hospital. hospital. yeah. And they're there to find... Dr. Polaris, who Harcourt has said, you don't mess with this guy. Jessica's waving to people and smiling. Yeah. She's like, hey, I'm, I'm a star now. Where's her, her, you know, I know that she can't be anxious all the time, but really, you're smiling and waving. Simon looks pissed because he doesn't like, you know, hospitals. Like hospitals. Right I... now, if I go there, me and you, you're Jessica, uh, okay? You got nice uh-huh. boobs. So we, we land, you. and I go in, and I'm like, hey, uh, 
you guys might want to leave. This shit might get real here. I don't want people, hey, can you, you know, get everybody, where is this guy? Where's this, uh, you know, they would have known Seth's name. They would have been told where it is. Please, can you get that floor cleared? Because we don't know what's going to go on. Shit might go down. Well, no, the thing is, when they, when, they, when they showed up there, they were just going to get some questions from, like, the doctor and stuff. They actually just ran into Dr. Polaris. Yeah, just, like, I'm telling you, if chance. you're there to talk to Dr. Polaris's freaking either doctor, but they're there to go to his brother's room. There's a mm-hmm. good chance shit's going to go down. This is the one guy, and Harcourt knows this. Harcourt knows that he's trying to save him. I would think that you would probably clear things out anyway. It would be the yeah. safe thing to do. Well, again, the smart rookie lanterns. Yeah, well, yeah, but still, Simon. I don't know. Making sound effects. What the hell were you doing with that? I had my hand going. Did he have a stroke going? What the hell No, I'm just saying, you know, he's not a rookie. You may be you, Sam Humphreys may tell us this. This guy's been to the edge of oblivion. Yeah, back he didn't do anything there. <laughs> He's been. He is what I'd like to call a lost army of one. But yeah, they end up in the drink. I don't even remember if he was in Lost Army or they not. They end up in the drink, Eric. Yeah, with a, a goddamn car. Tra- it's a reverse transformer around it's them. The worst kind of transformer. It is. It's it's a car. It's two cars and a truck that transform into a big ball of metal. A big ball yeah. of death. I like that the headlights are still working, though. Even though, why are the headlights on? It's in the middle of the day. I, I don't know. Maybe they... I, be, I think that's I, just the green lantern light. You think that's the lantern light? I actually thought... <laughs> it looks like there's... I, I'm telling you, it also looks like the headlights are on suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on here? Uh, but yeah, you said you like the art a little bit yeah, more. I do what like what the would you give it in general? Okay, I just this this is one of the. Here's the thing. Later is, on, we're going to be talking about a certain book called Trinity, and again, that's another issue that I think out of nowhere had to be thrown in, and it made no sense in the overall arc or anything of the stories going on. Right. This might be worse because at least in that Trinity, I can say eh, it was shoved in. You don't even get the Trinity basically, so it was like shoehorned in some other way. This they threw the Green Lanterns in for no reason, uh, really no reason at all, and uh, just. I don't know. I, I don't See, know. When when I was scoring this book too, when I was going into this whole thing, I was taking this as like an aftermath of Just League versus Suicide Squad, whether they said it or not. I read the book and I know this is where we're picking yeah. up. Uh, and I like that you know Harcourt is now using the continuity there. Yeah, it has so, the continuity of what's going on at the moment. Yeah, that, that's so. I, I'm telling you, I judged it on that basis too. There's not a lot going on in this book because our Green Lanterns pretty much don't do anything but no. get their asses whooped. So, but. I like the art, and I like the continuation of it. I hope we get something better out of it, but a 6.8 out of 10. Yeah, uh, because they never mention the Justice League versus Suicide Squad, really. They don't mention that Dr. Polaris was anything to do with that. Uh, somehow he's getting pills from Amanda Waller, That he, at least that's how what we're led to believe in this. And, yeah, it's a weird line. Which makes no goddamn sense, because he should be on the run. Uh, makes no sense whatsoever. I give it a 4 out of 10. I think it was complete and utter nonsense and no reason to have it except that something, like you said, something went wrong. They had to throw something in. Dr. Polaris is out and about. He is a traditional Green Lantern villain. So let's shoehorn him into this book because I still don't even know why they called the Green Lanterns and why the Green Lanterns would even show up for this except for the point that 
it is a global threat to have him out there, but they, they should have been looking for him all along. Uh, they did square off a bit of with him in the, the Just League versus Suicide Squad book. So I think that they could have easily have just had this as a almost like a cleanup mission where, hey, Batman at the end of that arc's like, you know what? You got to take care of this Dr. Polaris. He's still out and about, and we're afraid that something's going on. But yeah, it just why not tie it in more if you're going to make it a tie in? Make it a tie-in. Make it, right. you know, make everybody talk about at least the event that you're coming from. Uh, this is just out of nowhere. Uh, but we'll go on to a book that isn't out of nowhere, but I still had some issues with, and it seemed a little down. And and a book, it's a shame because it's a book that I've been enjoying recently, and it's Green Especially Arrow. Last issue. Yeah, and this is Green Arrow number nineteen, written by Ben Percy, art by uh, Eleonora Carlini, Mirko Andolfo, Arif Prianto, Hi-Fi. And Nate Picos. There's Picos. still there still is trouble on the res, Eric. But if you ever played the game Res, no. the uh, music game, it was a good no. game back in the day. It's a, it's old school now. Was it about guess. reservations? No, no. It was a it was a music. It had game. no reservations. They had no reservations. But it goes much deeper than the wild dog militia and the Queen Industries pipeline. Roy is in the middle of the shit, Eric, with Bird and Oliver. But oh, Black yeah, Canary is there to tell them all that fighting among allies isn't good for an election, a war, a family, or a friendship, amongst other things that we'll discuss. Thanks, Black Canary. Meanwhile, Ben Percy is back to remind everyone that white people are horrible, and the, the issue ends with Roy riding the steel horse, and war about to happen, Eric. He's riding that steel horse. <laughs> on, on steel horse he rides yes he's he wanted does. dead or alive he's wanted dead or alive that's there's a war happening he is wanted dead or alive and i've really dead liked the last issue i loved i really loved, like that's last issue time. yes last issue was such a great combination of a good time and story people who weren't aware of you know roy when he was speedy, speedy you, got and, yeah. you got a lot of cool things and i'll tell you in this issue you do at the beginning get a flashback. We were right; it was Count Vertigo. You would have figured yeah. that it would be. I had a lot of fun with that Whether too. Whether it makes because, sense or not, but yeah, because it, yeah, yeah, but it really showed you that Roy is a smart one, smart cookie. I'm uh, telling you, freaking Oliver was a big old dummy. Should have listened to that yes. fucking kid. Yeah. He knew what's going uh, on. And even that, uh, we rarely talk about uh, covers and things like that. But that it is a variant cover by Mark Grell, the guy who did a lot like the Longbow Hunters, I believe, right. his art and stuff. And it's pretty cool. It's okay. Yeah, it was uh, all right. But again, it's like, all right, it gets you in that mood. We're going to have more of that fun from before. And it starts off on the res and right away i'm like oh yeah we got to deal with the res and it's like the wild dog militia there there they're in fucking it, it is now it's full out road warriors i mean yeah. shit is gone it's planet of the apes meets road warriors meets fucking parcheesi or something I don't, but there's roy uh, and uh oliver and oliver had just been punched by roy and he's like go on hit me again now there is shit going on all around them and yeah, there's stuff to problems, talk about yeah. yeah they're talking like and and that's where where uh, Roy's like, you know how many times I've dreamed of beating you to a pulp, knocking the rich and pretty out of you. And I'm like, they go to the next panel where people are dying. Yeah, there's explosions. There is people dead. There's horses. And they Road just keep talking just again. People yeah, down. yeah, they just keep talking. We don't have time for this. Oh, really? Thanks thanks for telling us. Everybody's <laughs> dying. He's like, I'm not defending myself. Get over it, Speedy. And he's like, don't you call me that. 
He's like, why? Why? Because you killed that dumbass kid and then punches him again. He punches the continuity out of America. <laughs> he punches the emotions right out of him. <laughs> he punches the history out of him. <laughs> it spills out onto the page. And yeah, you see it. And it's funny because if you look at these, I really like it. I like, you know, he's training them. They're joking. And also, there's the one where Roy is peeking him while fucking Oliver's fucking a woman. Oh, I'm yeah. like, this is going a little too far. No, no. It's the things I'd remember, too. Yeah, I guess. And then there's the one where it looks like Roy woke up with a heart on. You see that when he wakes up and he's yeah. got the, the thing on? He just woke up with a heart on. I don't know. Well, he's I stealing money. He, he's Everything here, he's just so angry about, like, you didn't take her from behind like I wanted. Yeah, really. And and the thing about – actually, he's looking through that peephole and peephole, Oliver, yeah. Oliver is just – talking to her and he's getting pissed like back Get in the day when you're action. you're trying to watch the uh the playboy squiggle channel vision. with the yeah. squiggle deal yeah you're not getting much he's like god damn it i thought you were a fast mover there oliver oliver's there and he's like you know i have hopes and dreams oh jesus christ Speaking, i'm telling you but, what was up with that squiggle vision back then because there were some times if you called it like oh, at, yeah. at the right moment oh i'm telling you the right full. moment before then there were times when you kind of go a little between a channel you got some good things and basically you'd get what would appear to be an x-ray of the thing and that was oh, enough yeah. for me i, I didn't saying, need what much happened more there? like why i don't know i don't understand i guess it, sudden, i always like, thought it was like, like a pulsating like, signal and and sometimes thought, like, you, you know, would God just look down i mean you know what kid yeah. you're doing all right I'm sagittarius was in the house of pisces at that sure point eric and you could mm. see titty that's all it led to but yeah it's funny too because you have this this uh these flashback deals these panels did you take much uh, did you look a lot into these? No. Because it really is showing you that Roy continued to be a piece of shit, but it didn't carry over with me into the issue because at a point where he is kind of a bad kid, Oliver goes over the top, and I don't know if this is what you're supposed to – because you do see. It looks like he's drinking there. Uh, he There is a needle in there that's a little like, you know uh, – uh, put over by that's the just credit. A, that's just a reanimator freaking replica. Yeah, Don't worry but about you know that. what I'm saying. Like, but I didn't go from this going, man. Roy was a bad. He, just likes he was bad props. news. Yeah, but you go after he knocks the fucking past out of him. We go into what they're doing, and and it's still the res part of this is not that interesting to me. It really isn't. I'm telling and you. Also, what what's really not interesting though, is it, yeah. it actually. I'll, I'll take this part because that flashback was so freaking. It threw well, me off so yeah, much. Later. But in this, but there's an okay flashback first. But before oh, yeah, that, the they're going. And also, Roy and his brother Bird. I, I could care less. I really could care less about them. And it's uh, it's like the force thing because they are fighting on the res, the reservation. And if you didn't read the last issue, they're fighting because they were having a peaceful protest against the. Queen Industries uh, oil line oil that's going line, in, an yeah. oil pipeline. And they were having what was a pretty peaceful protest, and now uh, pieces the of wild shit dog are militia causing came in. The Wild Dog Militia uh, showed up with the sheriff, who does not seem to have any shame to his game. He's telling nope. everybody that he's involved with pretty much terrorism. We and, are uh, patriots. Yeah, yeah. Terrorism, though. This is the sheriff. You, you keep it on the down low. He hasn't watched movies. He hasn't watched 80s action movies where that guy stays in the background. Well, the sheriff knew there weren't any cameras there. It's like, come on, prove it. We're yeah, patriots. Yeah, prove it. Yeah, he's on the news saying yeah. it. It's the he's, worst thing ever. He's spinning his story now. He's an idiot. But yeah, they're going and he's like, you know, hey, we were doing this. This was a peaceful protest. And I love this because there's Bird. He's there. And Bird says to this militia guy, 
uh, hey, what are you doing? This is a peaceful protest. As he elbows the guy in the face and the guy goes, not anymore. It's not. Yeah, it's not because you're knocked out, motherfucker. Your trash talking game is way off. Uh, but yeah, in this point, there it doesn't seem like you're getting the idea that the militia is really overtaking everyone. To me, it seems like Roy, Bird, and Oliver are pretty much taking care of everyone. Everybody else is dead, but they're exactly. fighting you, back. What happened to the rest of the peaceful protesters? Yeah. Well, they're fighting back, and at the point there, you even have Roy jump up. He's on a horse, and he's like, hey, something wrong with your nose? I, he might as well sure. say, hey – your, your shoelace is untied and hey, then kicks him because, yeah, you say, yeah, me. really, it's killing me. Yeah, hey, something wrong with your nose, then kicks him in the nose and goes, that's better. He never responded. That is, again, this is not good <laughs> trash talking. It really isn't. But yeah, he says, uh, stuff where Bird now seems to be coming a little among, you know, with him because he, didn't you hear me before? This is great too. Didn't you hear me before, brother? I don't want you here. He says to Roy, Roy responds, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> what? It's like, the, I know you are, but, what, you know, I know I am, but what are you? Or what, what the fuck? I don't understand. And then he's like, ah, but I'm helping you whether you like Reverse it or psychology. not. And that's where he gets shot. His brother gets shot. And he's like, no. And then, yeah, that's when uh, no. Black, Black Canary <laughs> comes in. Fucking, you know, gun, not guns ablaze and fucking motorcycle ablaze. And, no, and then I, just I says. I think it's a motorcycle. I think it's just a dirt bike. Yeah, it's a dirt bike. She And she says to Oliver, listen. This this fight's going nowhere. Let's we gotta get, get the, out. Let's get the fuck out of Come here. Come on, let's baby, run. Let's get the bricks. And I just keep thinking of all the other people that are there. There's people probably oh, bleeding yeah, out. It's a good There's thing people with broken Black, arms. It's a good thing that we have Black Canary on the JLA, like, you know, for you know, mortals inspiring mortals. Yeah. On. Oh shit, people getting hurt. Let's get out of here, baby. Yeah, I mean, wasn't there other people? Weren't they getting hurt? She's just like, let's get the fuck out of here. She's like me. We're losing. Let's quit. Let's get out of here. We don't want to be blamed. And as they're going, it's Black Canary's like, Black Canary don't lose. She just drives off. We'll call but, this one a draw. Yeah, then you go, and then there's Count Vertigo. And he's a, you know, he's like a crazy deal there. I and think he looks badass. I do, too. I, I like him. But, yeah, he's floating there. It's Count Vertigo. And Roy's like, hey, you know, what's – actually, Oliver says to, to Roy – the hell's this guy's name? He's like, oh, let's just ask him. And he's like, hey, weirdo on the cape, what should we call you? And he does. He says, listen. Yeah, and he's like, I'm Count Vertigo. And they're going. And this is where you have the whole it, – it's a good interaction because Oliver shoots him. It's supposed to be a glue arrow. I don't know what the glue was really going to do, but he's like, I thought that it's was a glue arrow. And he's like, no, no, sticky. I told you. You're getting it mixed up. That was the electroshock. And, oh, Jesus Christ. This is like a cir circus act. And then Roy's like, hey, that's a good idea. I can make your quiver. We could call it the clown car. I could fit the things. And I like them. It, it's very yeah, – It's a fun it's very, yeah, This is, again, this is the best part of the issue to me because then – that's when Count Vertigo gets shocked. He goes off, and this is when Roy's like, I don't think he's a metahuman. I really don't. And Oliver's just dumb, and I love the retarded look he has on his face, too. He's like, huh? He's like, <laughs> he's like Cletus. What you talking about? You think he, what, this boy's flying. He's got to be a metahuman, right? This is fucking really going like. It's the worst. And then, yeah, then Roy's like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure those are gravity boots. You know, he didn't affect us with this, you know, his uh, energy because I've got I had these firewall, firewall built in the earpiece. I think there's something going on. What? 
What you talking about fire, Walt? Nothing's on fire here, Roy. I yeah, shoot he's a, arrows. He's, he's such a fucking idiot. But yeah, and he's he's right. And I really like that. And I like that they're showing. I like Ben Percy showing that even though he had a bad time of it, uh, he really is a, a smart guy. He really yeah. is. He's a anybody who reads. You know, when you read uh, Red Hood and. Uh, Arsenal, and even before that, the Red, uh, Hood, and the Outlaws, Red Hood and the Outlaws. He's the tech guy. He always yep. was, and he was always doing this, coming up with these crazy things. and And he says, "Hey, Arthur and C. Clarke said about his addiction. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, he is. It's great. I really liked it. And then that's when he brings up Arthur C. Clarke, and it threw me off because he's like, Arthur C. Clarke said that advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And that's where uh, Oliver says you hate it to read. And he's like, No, I just hate poetry and made up crap with orcs and cowboys. No, what he likes his made-up shit with sci-fi because that's yeah. what Arthur C. Clarke really is. Uh, but yeah, it's funny too because uh, Oliver is a fucking idiot and nonsense because uh, some a lady got in an accident. You think I Count lo- Vertigo? I, I laugh my yeah. ass off. Yeah. This Count Vertigo part. must have affected this lady. That's what you get, right? She drove got into sick. A she wall, passed yeah. up. She drove into a pole, a wall, even it looks like. And uh, Oliver goes to help her. Goes, "Hey, baby, I'm your knight in shining." Oh, and slams her head on the inside <laughs> of the car. <laughs> the car. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh God, I'm supposed to be the one to get my head on my ass," is what Roy says. But I'm like, "God damn, what's happening, pretty lady? What's going on?" Like he just did more damage than she had done yeah she she looks like it she's pretty hot but yeah he's like i'm your knight in shining armor he's knocking her out so she don't remember the fucking next day (laughs) oh my god he's like hey roy what what happens in seattle better stay in seattle baby what happens in the arrow cave stays in the arrow cave (laughs) oh but yeah you go back and uh oliver roy bird and everybody else who could, everybody else who could manage to crawl back after Black Canary left them high and dry, they're regrouping at the old fire and talking about things and trying to like it, basically it's Oliver trying to convince Bird and the rest of the Indians. Listen, I'm on your side. I'm trying to help. Uh, and he says, you know what? It, he points out because really at the end of the day, this oil line is going in. It's legal. It's legal. It's going, yeah. They're just. But what Oliver says is, listen. I don't play this game of, you know, people coming in with the strong arm and trying to kill people just because they're protesting. And that's where Bert's like, you know what? We should have fucking killed Lewis and Clark when I, oh, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted stupid Arrow to come back again. Stupid fucking Oliver. Huh? What you talk? Lewis and Clark, what they on some basketball no, no, team? I, I wanted that back too because it's when we get back to the friggin' present day that I realized Ben Percy's going back to being Ben Percy yes. and just writing the social justice warrior white yeah. people suck crap and it just ruins the story. Because yeah, it of does. How it, it's crazy. It it's very heavy handed and the, the best call out ever because Ben Percy had this where the wild dog militia were involved. He's kind of said before, like, hey, these guys are, you know, fanboys. They're wannabes. He really has to spell it out now because wild dogs and cave cars. Oh, that's the best, and, too. Because and I swear to God, the only reason that we had this wild dog militia in here like this is because from the beginning of Green Arrow, like Rebirth, since the series, we have seen Wild Dogs. We've dog seen on him the hanging covers, out, yeah. And I think that Ben Percy really wanted to use him, and somehow yes. Cape Carson got dibs, and yeah. now he's fucking pissed. He's I think so, too. And I think, I think that Wild Dog was going to be this bad kind of guy, maybe a little gray area, whatever. 
and he had to back off from it because this is what he's like listen they're called the wild dogs but their namesake is a live free or die type of vigilante he he's not gonna go with this you know what i mean and they, they're backing off from it he's like catch wild dog in cave carson because then he's <laughs> like listen that militia is taking up wild dog's name but he he wouldn't like this exaggeration yeah, yeah. He, he, like, he's not a bad guy he ain't a good guy he ain't yeah a bad yeah guy. Not you like know these guys. I, I heard he's hanging out with that guy with that cybernetic guy but yeah, yeah that hey, this Chip, is did where you know cave carson has a cybernetic i eye? heard he has a cybernetic eye. i i want the next book of that, Cave Carson, they, they decide, you know what, this isn't working. The book is going to continue with just the cybernetic eye. That's all it's called, cybernetic eye. Honestly, I want to spin off with the cybernetic eye, but the yeah. original title goes, Cave Carson went to McDonald's and got supersized fries. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, it's a great series. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's where birds like he's getting what appears to be either a back rub or they're working. Yeah, so they're working on his his gunshot. But this is where he's like, "Hey, bunch of lost white guys, huh?" Well, we all know this has been a long time oh, coming goodness. since 1805. To be exact, like, here we go. I, I'm telling you, I might as well put the seatbelt on because here we go on a journey, and it's that's when the most famous lost white guys all came down canoeing down the Columbia. Oh Jesus Christ! Really, really, I, I understand what you're getting at, but I, yeah, we should have fed Lewis and Clark to the Grizzlies instead of trading with them. Hey. Then maybe hey. we wouldn't be fighting for scraps today. <laughs> like, hey, what the fuck is going on? And that's when Oliver's like, "Hey, listen, hey, hey. people say people say I got a big mouth. That's because I believe hey. in the right to protest. That's why they say you have a big mouth, huh? That's because you like protest. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say you have a big mouth. No, he's just a dick. Yeah, Black Canary then goes and has a little thinking time. You know, talking time with Roy. Roy is now he he's fishing with his arrows. It's yeah, okay, as I one does when they're on the res. Yeah. And she says, "Listen, you know, uh, Oliver does. His life has changed. He has changed. I know you guys had some problems, uh, but he doesn't. He says Oliver doesn't like to talk about the past. But you know a little. Uh, I know a little about you. It sounds like we went through." the same sort of hell growing up and it's easy to carry that resentment around with you and i really wanted uh, roy to turn to her and say you shot heroin too and she, you monster you get are what's wrong with this get, the, get fuck the fuck away fuck oliver was right you scumbag <laughs> get the hell out of here hey you a junkie too no no, no what the f what just because i dress like this does not mean i'm a junkie <laughs> or a hooker get I'm out of I, my I town the party get out of here if you didn't just catch that fish in a cool ass way i'd tell you to get the fuck out of here but yeah and that, that's where he's like yeah know what he grew up with everything he does uh, you know he he doesn't deserve it he's got a, a silver spoon all that stuff and she's like listen right. he's actually lost everything i'm like why doesn't roy know this i know that they're you know they're a but this is something that's in the news this would be oh, no, 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 news. You, man. he don't he don't go for all that uh, made up minute, stuff in his mind the news yeah, is all fake. the news he's like that fox news don't know shit yeah exactly. at one point you would have thought somebody dick grayson uh, you know, anybody would have said to him, listen, uh, I saw in the news, uh, Oliver's wanted for murder. Uh, you I might want to go dead. check him. And even if he's like, I don't give a fuck, that's his deal. Yeah, presumed dead, all this, because then this is when Black Canary says he's lost everything. His fortune, his father's legacy, his best friend. And then I wanted Roy again to go, me? No. no. Diggle. Diggle. <laughs> and then Roy kicks a stone. 
<laughs> oh, shucks. And he's desperate to hold Good on to what grief. he values most and make up for his past. So they're going to go. And then she says, listen, infighting amongst allies is how we lose an election, a war, a family, a friendship, a game of tag, Parcheesi. I'm telling you, Pictionary. it could go on forever. Pictionary, charades. Uh, Jacks, can, when you're throwing twosies. Monopoly, fucking trivial pursuit. Uh, just keep going. Sorry. <laughs> like, what? what is this going? It's so heavy-handed again. Oh, my and yeah, God. She, she's the one there to show them how it's done. Listen, that don't go with shadow puppets. It don't go. It, but it, it just keeps. And, and Roy's there, and you're just looking at her. Ooh. I want it to be his best friend. But, yeah, then you get uh, the pipeline runs red, the news report where it's like, listen, to, earlier today, the so-called wild dog militia led by county sheriff Graham Jones. Why is a sheriff taking credit of leading a militia group that has attacked a peaceful protest? This is nonsense. It would never happen. It, it's just complete another it's fucking wild garbage. It's out here on the red. It is garbage. <laughs> yeah, because then he's just like, listen, we're not pa- terrorists. We're patriots. We reclaim these acres for the sake of our economy. No, that's what you say behind the scenes. That's what you say when you're watching the news and they're like, this wild dog militia, it, it shouldn't be allowed. And then you see the, the TV go off and the sheriff's like, not on my watch. I look out for the Patriots. I, I really think that Ben Percy's trying to say that in, in today's world, this is kind of the kind of shit that flies, though. When people I are guess. all about it. You know, yeah, like I, a, I actually yeah, do. Patriot America. I actually think this is his little dig of, you know, make America great again yeah. type deal. It doesn't work this way, though. It really doesn't. You don't have a no, sheriff. No, no, no. See, you, you don't understand. He's trying to continue his speech about white people are terrible. Uh, oh, I know. But even even at the beginning of this, in the beginning of last issue, it was done a better way where Roy's like, huh, they don't like when the sheriff approached him. Oh, yeah. And he said, they don't look like police officers. Yeah, you don't mind over there. And that was good. I, I didn't mind that, though I did think it was funny anyway. And, and why the sheriff was the one working the goddamn fucking, <laughs> you know, the the stop, I don't know. This guy should have other people doing that. But, yeah, he's just yelling and screaming. Hey, and they go and the sheriff in this town. It's the again, only guy it, this is the thing. Broderick's there. And that's when the lady's like, I, an hour ago, I surprised Cyrus Broderick, the CFO of Coin Industries. She's like, hey, are you involved in this? He's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This pipeline's been approved. We have nothing to do with this militia. That's what you do. That's yeah. how you do this sort of thing. You don't just – this would be like Broderick. But the best is this is when Oliver – Oliver needs to see Broderick say he's not involved for him – for the light to go over his head and go, you Son know what? Bitch. Son of a bitch. It all does come back to you. Of course you just said, yeah, yeah. It's like he's like, I you never thought, I it. never thought that you were involved until you told me you weren't involved. Touche. That's how I knew. Yeah, and he's like, Roy was right. My company, my fault. No, not really. Everything but that we'll comes out in. of your mouth is a lie. <laughs> no, remember, he's always known as a loud mouth. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. What then happened? You... This book was getting good again. I, I know. know. It was oh. so good. This issue is so bad. <laughs> then you have Roy, and he's like, hey, he's attending to Bird. Bird's there. And this is where you think you're going to get this, like, 
Hey, this revelation you know of what, what happened to the, You the are body. my brother. I, yeah. You know, all these years I resented you. I know what happened. But that's not what you get. He sees that he you, was wearing his dad's bracelet. And he says, hey, you wear dad's bracelet still. And he's like, yeah, I got the bracelet. You got dad's bow. And he says this. But when he says, that's dad's bracelet, it's almost like you – I don't know. You get this idea that this means something to Bird like – you know what? You're not as much of a piece of shit. You're no. still honoring our father. <laughs> you know, in my mind, it's like, you got dad's bracelet. You stole that off his dead yeah, body. I'm telling you, you but he doesn't shit. say yeah, it like junkie. that. But he's like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you still got the bow. And he's like, yep, you killed him. He goes right to it. He's like, listen, I've told you a hundred times. The bow, you killed him. Yes. Man. And he's like, hey, listen, I told you a hundred times. Tell me again. What is this, a bedtime story? I don't tell think this story. Tell me again in case told, this is the first issue yeah, for readers. Yeah, to tell it again so this is a good jumping what, what you, on point for people. What are you talking about, Bird? Yeah, I'm like, it's what are you talking about? You wouldn't yeah. understand. You don't know. Sometimes you need to jump. Look at me, Bird. Why are you looking over my shoulder? There's nobody <laughs> here. This might be their first issue of Green Arrow. What, what do you, Green Arrow isn't here. What are you talking about? But yeah, uh, again, they're going to talk about this goddamn story that we keep getting. Uh, he blacked out. He doesn't remember. No. And uh, he doesn't think. And I, obviously, I don't think. I'm telling you, it's going to come either. back out of nowhere. Broderick was the one who killed him. <laughs> it's Broderick and that sheriff. Yeah. They, oh, they were Jesus kids together Christ. or whatever. I don't even know why they're kids now. All yeah, of a sudden, I don't it's know. It's Broderick. It goes back to the it's 50s. Like, I knew it all along. It was the Inferno. It was actually the actual ship, the Inferno. Yeah. It didn't. Shot the arrow. I knew it all along. It was Diggle. Oh. It's just nonsense. Uh, but yeah, then you go and you go in the worst flashback ever. Now he is it, uh, he is going to completely ruin the whole book for us because when you go back to another flashback, back to the early days, actually it seems like the later days of the early days. The last of, days. Yes, the last days of Oliver and Roy where Oliver comes in. He is late. He was supposed to be back weeks ago, but it seems like he stayed in Vegas to fuck some chick. And yes. she calls him, and he's and he's awful. He's like, listen, baby, you know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Eh, we'll probably see each other, probably. And he walks into the apartment, and Roy is having a party. And you see yeah. drug use going on. You see some drinking stuff. You, you see some people maybe starting a chicken fight. You know, everybody. And you see As the— As one does. Yeah, and yeah, and then you see the classic piece of pizza on the roof, Eric. You always get a piece of pizza on the roof at these parties. And he wants to know where Roy is. And this is where the, the, I don't mind the art throughout this issue. Roy is very de-aged. Like, it's almost like he looks like a 15-year-old coming back. People at that party definitely look older than him. Maybe they are. But I think they are. I'm telling you, this whole time, even when he's in the speedy costume, I actually think he looks really young from how I thought he was. I'm I'm actually saying Oliver. Oliver comes in. He looks like he's 16. He comes in. He looks really young, but he's there. He comes in. He wants. Yeah, Roy looks like he's twelve. He's getting a back <laughs> massage. He's passed out. He's drugged up. But uh, uh, what is she still doing with him in bed I don't like know. that? No, like, she's like privacy, not doing please. Anything, baby. She's giving him a back rub. She's in a sexy outfit. Uh, and yeah, he's looking for Roy. And to me, this should have been like the listen. Roy, you can't do this. I know I was gone. You know what? Both of us stop now. We're both going to become men. We're going to do this right. Don't do this because at the point where, you know, he discovered Roy was on heroin and all that, it was like he was still his ward. You know, oh, my ward, the whole big thing. This is awful. This is – and I I just – I have to read what he says because – 
he says to Roy, you screw everything up. I don't know what I was thinking, trusting you, making you my partner. You could have gotten yourself killed. You could have gotten me killed. And then he says, like, Roy is not talking. He's not, not saying a goddamn word. I understand a guy who does get in a lot of arguments with his wife. One of the worst <laughs> things is when they don't say anything back and it, it infuriates me and I cannot walk away. It's one of those. It's like the silence is getting the last word, Eric, and you, you can't let it happen. So the silence he, is deafening. And yes. And maybe, yes, it is. And maybe this is what they're going for, but he goes over the top. You're a loser, a burden, a mistake and now if Stop, i Mom. remember I mean, right Oliver. yeah really he should have been like oh thanks dad but yeah if i remember right roy had a pretty sweet life in that fucking mall you know I'm what i mean you, the best life ever yeah and he didn't beg oliver to come here he didn't no. beg for this new life oliver basically in a in a way that almost seemed a little illegal was just like yeah, come on, we're going to be partners now. Yeah, and we said, we joked. Remember when we joked that it was because Roy figured out who he was? And it's like, you got two options. Yeah. <laughs> you're either going to stay with me, my partner, or you're dead because I can't let that out. Uh, but yeah, that's when Roy then does say, listen, you're, you're no saint. You're, you're a no. hypocrite. You're nobody's hero. And he, Oliver keeps going. He's like, this is the thanks I get. You, no wonder you got kicked to the curb. And I'm like, Oliver, you, you were, and Ben Percy especially, I understand that you want to show that Oliver was not a great guy before. This is beyond that point. He's already Green Arrow here. He's already realized that his past deal of being a scumbag and things, like, to me, that should already be going off to the wayside. Yeah. But now he starts this by telling a girl, eh, I fucked you, but I'm not going to call you back. And then goes and basically After says the worst thing. After leaving a kid by thing. himself for yeah. weeks. Yeah, and yeah, Lee left the kid there by himself. And then says, you know what? The He says the worst things to a kid that was homeless, didn't yeah. seem to have a family at that point, and is a piece of shit. Yes, this would have been a good thing if this was Oliver pre-Green Arrow. I don't think it goes well as him at no. Green Arrow. It really throws me off, and it makes me I'm think. Like just, and he even says the whole thing here. Just because he grew a goatee doesn't mean he's changed. And that's the whole thing it really seems like here is that that is the only reason it seems like he's different now is because he is, looks like the classic Green Arrow yeah. now instead of this other version. I'm like, yeah, it's that, just, that's just such a weird thing to just, throw out there. The timing threw me my off. Heart. Yeah, the timing threw me off because he is now at this point Green Arrow. He has decided to help people. He has decided that his – upbringing of having everything given to him given to him was not enough for him you know what i mean that he needed something else he needed to be a good person this is not a good person at all For whatever reason in my mind too he goes off in this tirade fucking roy leaves he's all frustrated he's like yeah fucking kids out here now i can finally do stuff he goes to the justice league the next day like let me be in who wants you and the best is actually now i know how it feels yeah oh no they're like listen you kick you to the curb actually i would love it takes place the day before justice league number seven i think it was where he tried to get into the justice league again i know that i'm no script doctor but tell me if this would have been great roy gets mad because oliver's yelling at him he's like hey don't bother telling me to get the hell out. I'm already there. Slams the door, and that piece of pizza comes off the fucking ceiling and lands wow. on Oliver's head. And <laughs> 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 he's like, that damn kid. Sure, <laughs> it would have been great. Gone. But even at the point where you have Roy leave, and I know it, it is, it's a forced way to show that Oliver had to learn as well, but I wish that 
uh, as Roy slammed the door and you see him walking, Oliver says, like, Roy, like, at least show that, like, boy, like, I'm look, a piece of shit. Look out the window and puts his yeah. hand on the window as he yeah, sees him like, walk away. Roy! <laughs> it's raining now out of nowhere. Roy! I, I can't yeah. quit you. Or he's like, reaches in his... That motherfucker stole my money. <laughs> I just, perfect. I wish that there would have been something where he showed that he was sorry. Was at least didn't remorseful mean at that point. Yeah, yeah it's a fucked yeah, up thing that yeah, all I that really wish, with that kid. I really wish that because then you would have thought, you know what? He sees that he was wrong too. He, he so, left. He was gone. We a few weeks week. too. He we was end, gone for weeks. We end this goddamn flashback, which has been my favorite part of this arc, and we end it there. Now we're back to the res. I'm like, well, we have nothing to look forward to now. <laughs> no, because now the flashbacks suck, and they're gone. They're done. Oh, you go back to the res, Eric, and you, yeah, you have everybody. They're gathering for war. You know, they're going to take it to the they're streets. They're getting their war paint on? Yeah, they're getting their war paint on. They're getting it. It's, it's pretty much, it's a very wordy montage. Like, hey, we're going to get oh, things yeah. together. We're going to help. Uh, even uh, Bird says, hey, listen, Green Arrow's right. I got a bullet in me. Some masked bastard tourist rigged this game. Only you masked bastard tourist can rig it back. Like, he does not like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like Best this is the guy people. he's rallying the troops by basically saying listen you bastards i fucking hate you white Look, fucking pale fuck face all get the, of you come get, on get out of here pale face just save the day and get the fuck off my reservation <laughs> don't forget to stop at the gift shop uh but yeah then you get this ending and and again the big this thing is, is, this is in roy's deal montage, it is though they had this because we had the freaking the pipeline being constructed still intercut with roy fucking becoming a goddamn junkie i'm like I felt like I missed something here because I actually did not yeah. realize at first that the pipeline building was something that, like, I had no idea. Yeah. That was well, I'm telling you, they didn't do a great job of the then and now uh, thing. It is there, obviously, it's yeah. uh, but it's very small. It kind of blends in. So the first time I was like, I actually like, well, why are they doing heroin, <laughs> like, right alongside well, them doing the pipeline? Because they're getting ready for war. you got to do yeah. a little fucking Yeah, H, you man. do. Well, you have it. Gotta get and on that to horse. me... This is like this is the big fan service. This is the big thing. You're gonna see him do heroin. We know that this is what happened. It just comes out of nowhere, yeah. and it's just like not even and we like don't even get the idea. Oh my God, my well, word, a junkie. Yeah. Well, the problem with it is really to me is where he is doing it. He looks a lot older. This isn't like it oh, yeah, does not look. Later, my yeah, life. it does not look like he went right from Oliver getting mad and then went to these people because these could have been the people he was partying with before, yeah. or whatever. But by this point, yes, Oliver threw him out. He did this sort of thing. Doesn't seem to be his ward at this point. No. Uh, but this is his decision now. And when you see uh, Ben Percy and. Uh, uh, Carlini make it so that you see he's got track marks. He's been shooting up all along. You know what I mean? This is not the first time he's got bruises and shit all where the, the needle's going in. So I can't sit there and think, oh, this is because Oliver threw him out or whatever. By now, it's his own goddamn fault. Uh, well, but in the you, meantime, like, it, it could be you it have this that way. I don't know. Yeah, but even this, you have this whole thing where it's supposed to be, I don't know, this meta thing or a tie-in where you have them putting together the last bit of the pipeline you know, interspersed with Roy shooting up heroin, and I'm like, I, I don't get it. I must I'm like, be are a they dummy. trying to tell me that heroin poisons the body, like the yeah. oil pipeline, like the poisons oil poisons the, the deal? But it's it's not hitting hard with me. Yeah. 
I mean, and I, I was very confused at first. I like oil, and God damn it, I love that heroin, Eric. I told oh. you, I told you before, I I have never done drugs. It's only because I do not consider heroin a drug, Eric. It's vitamins, no, no, no. is what I think. It's vitamins. It, that's it makes you better. So yeah, I'm not a drug addict. I just do heroin. Uh, but yeah, and then you end with just the basic hero stance, and you know what? They're not. I say we follow their lead, and you know, let's do it, partner. And it's it's Oliver. Roy and Black Canary and it's funny too because you have Roy and Black Canary uh, I mean Roy and Oliver Oliver looks real excited you know he's got the bow pulled he's like ready to go why are what are they doing like first off where, what are they shooting at that you're pulling back mind, the bow they're about to kill the workers who are it's putting so together funny the pipeline though, because who are it's not like part of it's this militia. big it's this big hero thing and they say you know what, they talk about the story about how the Jonestown massacre that the the uh, the Indians pretended they were there to be nice. They ended up bringing food or whatever, and then when they got into the town, they they took it apart. They ripped it apart. So you're gonna get the idea that maybe they're gonna do something like that, but you don't get this. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Oliver's there, cocked bow. I don't know what he's shooting at. Roy looks like he's kind of half-heartedly doing it, and then you look off. Black Canary is just standing there with her elbow on the like she's not ready for anything. I don't no, know. What I don't know doing. why she's here. Yeah, she's just sitting there like, okay, tell me when we're gonna go here on my motorcycle on my dirt bike. But it's just very odd, very odd. And then it says next, Vertigo's Revenge. <laughs> oh, what's going on? What's going Vert- on? Vertigo here? killed his father. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Really. It it's so been. weird to bring Count Vertigo back into this out of know. nowhere. I, I know, know, like, the freaking flashbacks made sense because it's a classic Green Arrow villain. It made sense just to throw him in there. To bring him back now in the present would be such a weird thing it's unless we a, somehow have a whole I liked him in the issue. New 52. I really yeah. did, but he kind of, like, all of a sudden he disappeared and you didn't see him much again. That was a Myers uh, run, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought it was done really well. And, uh, yeah, he's back. This is the classic guy. But it's just weird. Like, some of these uh, art things in this book just threw me off though i like the art in general no, I, I, like I don't the think art. The art i actually was the thought problem. it was a, a pretty good d- deal in this yeah. i forget who the, I, can't, I don't know who the hell the what, pencil eleanora is. carlini who carlini, does a good I'm job like, yeah she's a great fill-in artist on this yeah yeah and here's the thing with this book anymore because we haven't seen one forever in a while like we've had yeah. otto schmidt back then we have eleanor carlini i don't know if Juan's even on the book anymore i don't know i didn't look at any solicitors even then i don't even believe them uh but yeah i still there's so many weird things in this book and it really was not fun anymore. It, it, it you know, this is Besides the awful from bit that you one had. Flashback. It was not fun yeah, at all. Yeah, because then you have Oliver being a dick. You have the white man sucks. You have the drug use. You have all these things that, like, is this one of those where you have to be? You know, it's it's the darkest before the dawn type thing, and you have to be at the bottom before you bring yourself up. I don't know, but the problem is, it's not a fun read to me, no. and it, it really wasn't. It was off. Uh, I gave it a six eight. I actually might have gone down a little more. Now that we talked about it, there's some things I really didn't like. Uh, maybe down to a I'm six five. You, or I like joking about the dialogue and situations it's, it's in this book more bad. than I like reading it because yeah. it, it, it's just a lot of terribleness over the top. Tony, I I like the art all the way through, and I, for the uh, story wise, I like that first flashback. Besides yeah. that, I'm like. Why are we going back to old school Ben Percy on this? Yeah, because we were de- doing weird. such a good job getting away from yeah, that. Yeah, well, here's While, you know, the thing: the social justice and, stuff and in people there not knowing bit. what we're talking about in the DCYOU when Ben Percy took over the book, it really was just the the you know 
bad things that white people do. Uh, you yeah. know, we had racists. We had all this stuff. And what Fucking happened in Rebirth, what I thought that he did in Rebirth that made it better. And really, I understand. I understand that white people are awful, Eric. No they course. are. When you're reading comics, there's a way of doing it to still make it a comic. You know what I mean? I know that people might be out there, well, listen, Jim, this is his way of, you know, some social justice warrior. And not even that, just to point out that there's I've this trouble going on. But what he did when he went into Rebirth, it kind of twisted and turned around. And you had the, you know, the Ninth Circle and, and the Burned and, and stuff. And now it became, okay, they're still awful white, but it also is this evil comic book type deal. It made more sense in this universe. Yeah. And this, this was right back to it. And almost to the point where, okay, now I see what you're doing. You want, uh, you know, Roy to go back to the reservation with his family and because you want to have them hate white. It just, it's off because at no point, what's weird is, he doesn't go full out where he doesn't have birds say, you know what, pale face, why did, why did dad trust you? All white people are awful. Like, he thinks they are. Why isn't he taking that towards Roy? And, you know, go the next step. If you're going to go and just have him say that, he's just, you know, he wants to hear the story again. It's his bedtime story of how Roy killed his dad without knowing. Yeah. But we'll see what's going on. And I, really, I would, I would give it a six out of ten. Though. If Count Vertigo comes out, say it was Count Vertigo, or you end up finding out that this was a thing that Merlin somehow decided way back to kind of separate them. It was one of those like, it, or Count Vertigo. Like we'll we'll stick with Count Vertigo. Right. Count Vertigo sees that with with Roy with uh, Roy's the smart one. Let's get rid of him. If this is if we see this in a flashback, how is that going to help Roy with Bird? There's no proof. You know what no. I mean? Like this has been years now, and nobody believes the other guy. I don't know how it's ever going to be, unless there's just where Roy saves Bird again, and it's one of those hokey things that we always say: if you save my life, that must mean you're telling the truth. And we go from there. I don't know, but we're going to go on to the last book of this section. We are talking a lot of this nonsense of these books. It's probably going to continue here. Just League number 17, written by Brian Hitch, art by Fernando Passerin, Matt Ryan, Brad Anderson, Richard Starkings. Well, I've held out hope that Brian Hitch had a pretty cool story going on in this arc. This issue shows me that he has no clue of what it is, even though Eric disagrees. Fundamental parts of the story seem to have changed from issue to issue, and some things even change within this one. Plus, Hitch say, seems to want to give hints at what Rebirth is all about. But after all the bullshit he's giving us in the Rebirth, there is no way I'm in hell I'm listening to him at all Absolutely about not. anything. On top of all that, he shows again that he has no idea how to write a team book and is pretty much ruining the Justice League every two weeks. Every two weeks he's ruining this book. Uh, we're starting to get to a point where I, I talk to people and say, hey uh, – does anybody? I did it this week. Does anybody read Odyssey of the Amazons? Because if you don't, we ain't talking about. It. I'm not spending 40 minutes talking about a book that nobody reads. Yeah, this book is starting to get there. It really is. There's few people who read it anymore. Anytime I say like, oh my god, anybody read Justice League? The crickets go it, now, because I, I nobody that seems book to be six issues ago. Yeah, Jim. nobody seems to be reading it anymore. And the people who are are confused or they just I, I think that what happens hitch has an evil plan and eric unfortunately it's working on you because he is a hack he's terrible these issues don't make sense within themselves he has the worst characterizations of these characters in the justice league the problem is when you start at a two 
and you give somebody a 4.5, they think that it's good. This is an arranged marriage right now. It is. It's an arranged marriage. You started out with the nonsense that he started, and you thought it was a 2 out of 10. By now, he might be up to a 4.5, and boy, you are happy. You are smiling. I'm happy. You are. I'm telling you, I am back where I was with the first part of the story. You know, we're we're chapter three now. In chapter one, it was not a good issue going in. No, it was terrible. We talked to ourselves and we said, you know, there are you know hints here of a good story that I think well, could be really here's the good. Thing. I and really, I'm still seeing that. Here's here. the problem. This is where I uh, I actually am against you because when we had the first issue, I did say reasons. that I said to you, but I did say to you, listen, I, there's some story in here that I like. I like the story, the part of the story that I liked and wanted to see more of, and I thought that if he developed it, this could be a good arc. Was all the things going on throughout history. Unfortunately, since then, we've seen one panel of each. We d- This issue is the worst. We don't get any. We get Aquaman who, in his, you know, the dry Atlantis of yeah, the past. Atlantis. We get one and a half pages and nothing with it. All it does is get attacked and he falls. Then we get Wonder Woman, which, boy, it, that was where I was like, this seems great. I mean, yeah. this is like a techno cyberpunk fucking, you know, Kronos getting the, all the, you know, and now Zeus is going to cut his belly open, but he really isn't because it's not in his belly. His techno belly. We're going to go with that now. And here, where this is the stuff I wanted to see more of. This is the stuff that I thought, boy, if he can center on this. And really, to me, the two things were really exciting were the Wonder Woman part. And the Green Lantern part with the Earth yeah. core and then but what did we don't I, I even cared about the Aquaman part because I yeah. wanted to know more about the Zodiac. Yeah, and even like we had uh, remember the uh, like what was that what was what did they call that in with the twenty sixth century with oh this was after the uh light uh Oh the the power of plague? The yeah, the light plague or whatever it was. Like this is the shit okay. I'm with you here. This sounds awesome. This sounds really interesting. And the Green Lantern stuff here in this issue especially it's glossed over immediately. Oh, yeah, it's nothing, and it's nothing, and I just it upsets me. I know a lot of people were excited about the Flash stuff. I, I really, I didn't think anything of that. To send the Flash to the point where he became the Flash and the Speed Force was created, to me, you're not, you're not allowed to fuck with that. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> one of those like if we see in another book that we think John, little John, is going to die, but yeah, Super Sun's coming out in two weeks. It, it's not happening. It, yeah, it's no, no, I'm saying the whole thing, and with, that's you know, how. The Flash part, though, you know, we go back to that point because we need to go back to that point because that's where the Flash, uh, the Speed Force is created and goes backwards and forwards throughout all of time. Yeah, yeah, but it's still, it's almost like people were afraid, like, oh my God, he's going to actually stop that because really, up until now, you're led to believe that the timeless no consequences. And, and here's the thing, also, like you have the timeless, and Molly shows up and says, "Listen, the timeless are here to go to these points in the in the history where." The power, there was power surges, whatever. It's, power it was, was very, that, again, you know, it was very, it, it was yeah. very hokey what they were saying because like Atlantis, does that mean when the twins were born? Does that mean when those life stones came? Is it the crystals? Like there's a lot of gray area that yeah, I I'm don't talking, know. I wanted to know more about the Zodiac Yes, crystals. and I don't think we're going to learn much about any of those because he just seems to be popping in and out. In the dark but yes, Mo- the Molly story. said, Molly comes and says, listen, this timeless, we fought them. You just fought them. They're going to go they're going to try to destroy these things in the past and the future and if they do the superheroes metahumans 
cease to exist. There, these are points where metahumans will no longer exist. In this issue, it changes a little from that, but also you get this villain. You get the main villain, or what might be the main villain that Superman went to see, Big Baby, who's Tempest. Tempest yeah. Why didn't Molly mention him? Why didn't she say anything about you know, how to do something with him or whatever. And to me, it's because Hitch already had that covered with Batman and Superman, so he didn't need to say... But even though she doesn't send them to them, she could have at least said... But the, And also, there's this big entity that you're going to have to deal with as well. She basically spelled out these timeless... The, the people they fought are going to show up. You need to get an army wherever you go. You need to battle them. And that because everybody, this was the big complaints after the one issue was, how are they going to fight them? They couldn't even beat them as a team. And now you're sending them back in time. How are they going to fight them individually? So really, that was what we were led to believe was going to go on. So when they went back in time, that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for these things to attack them. Yet everybody in their certain time frame that they're in seem to react exactly how the story has shifted. You, you know what I mean? Like well, flashes no, there. In the, in the last in the last chapter, we got that you know that that Molly transmission telling them about the bracelets and how you can see that thing. You know, yeah, that but that was just going, a thing for and all you of need them. To stop it. Yeah, but there was never a you know what flash. Uh, you got to stop it from stealing the speed force. It was just no. you have the bracelets. You're going to see to me and you when we talked about it. These crafts had shown up, and the timeless were going to pour out of them to attack exactly like they do in Wonder Woman's deal. They all come out and and attack. It was led to believe that every one of these things you'd get the same thing, but things change now. Things aren't like that. You don't have that attack in the flash time. In fact, I don't even know if there are timeless at the point where the attack is just the machine. Yeah, but yet that's what we were led to believe. And like you said, yes, Molly might have been lying, but... It, this is what we've been led to believe, and you okay, see well, that, that that's, exactly that's that big, is what happens with Wonder Woman, though. I'm saying that is the big point of this issue, where you know Superman is talking to Big Baby, and you know Big Baby is laying down what the whole plan for the timeless actually is, where they are going to these different points in the time to collect the energy, and using all this energy combined, they're going to take the Earth out of the timeline. Like Earth is just going to be moved to the end of time. The whole yeah. universe is going to exist and die. Before you ever get here. So yeah. the entire yeah. Earth will have its whole history at the end of time. So no matter what you fuckos do with your superpowers, yeah. you won't affect the but rest the of the But the problem is to me, like, what are they doing in Wonder Woman's time? What do you mean? What are they doing? Like, you're saying this. They're not collecting shit. They're attacking. They actually have, what are those creatures? Demons? That's why I need your army. Let's fight. And they're like, let's go. Let's fight. And that's how it ends with Wonder yeah. Woman. Like, that one seems like Molly told the truth. But the others were supposed to be exactly like that. But yet then later they say that they stole the Olympian magic. That's what Brainiac 5 says later right. in the issue. So it doesn't make sense to me where we were led. Like I said, I understand a lie. I understand that somebody might be t not telling the truth. But when you go three issues in, usually you have this moment of – almost like a sixth sense, the movie moment where Molly said, listen, that the, the – these guys are going to attack these points, and you have to defend it. And then you realize at the end where they do attack, and then Zeus stabs Wonder Woman in the back. And you realize, oh, my God, it was the opposite. She wants this to happen. They were so, You know what I mean? There's never this moment where you're like, oh, my God, she was lying before. The only thing you get is Big Baby saying, 
nothing. Big Baby doesn't even know, seem to really know who Molly is and yeah. just says, this is what we're going to do. Oh, and there's baby, never this moment. One of the worst in this issue, too. Because, but that's you know, what I'm he, saying. You never get a moment because I do think that both are lying. But yeah. you never get a moment where you see that, that you think, holy shit, she well, wasn't telling the truth. Left. Like I'm saying that if if Mo- – like what would you think Molly is doing? What would she be? I have no be? idea at this time. Why this would she be a want them? battle. Like, you know, it's just a timeless versus Molly. And yeah, they do, like, but, you know, she's putting the justice against them. I have no You know idea. what I mean? Because if she just wants to get rid of them, she doesn't have to put them in these PowerPoints. It would just happen. They would, they end up, they don't seem to be wanting to get rid of the superpowers. They're mm-hmm. just going to move the solar system to yeah, the, the whole, edge of time. The whole time. point is, Big Baby, he can see forwards, backwards. He can see everything in time. But the problem is there's something coming that he can't quite make out. Yeah, because this is where you think it. You, yeah, yeah, you think that it's Dr. Manhattan. You would you think, think it's the you know, Watchmen. So, yeah. And this but is like, what he says. Listen, he's seen that. Listen, it's always you guys. You always are fucking things up. And not really. Actually, to me, it's not even them. It's not him saying, listen, you guys are bad. He's saying shit happens around you. It's yeah. like me. You said today. Yeah, Every that's, that's fucking true. weird shit happens when I'm around. So it's not necessarily me being evil evil or bad it's just hey you got to get out of here because shit just happens when you're around you know people Seriously. show up people don't hear you, you say show up and all of a sudden my naked chicken chalupa is gone you piece yeah, of shit what the that fuck? or i the guy says what type of sauce do you want while we're in the taco bell drive through i say hot and he goes okay so you don't want sauce uh, what, what what the fuck you heard me say it. yeah shit it like was, this it happened. was very loud and it was very clear yeah yeah that guy says, so you don't want sauce? No, no, I think no. I said I want hot sauce. I really, really uh, but want from hot that, sauce, it's like, sauce. again, he, uh, Big Baby, Tempest, does not think that Superman or these guys are bad. That's what no. Molly led the – no, Molly yes. was led to, to tell them, listen, they want to erase you from existence. She did kind of say, I understand what he means. I just don't like his methods. I do, right. That's pretty much what was spelled out. Uh, but now you see things are a little wonky, so you can go with that. But the problem is you see this whole issue until the very end where Superman finally goes, you know what? To, uh, you know, people are starting to tell, you know, different stories. We've gone through now three and, you know, 3.9 issues or 2.9 issues till he decides that. And it's just said to us, there's never, like I said, there's never this moment where I think, holy shit, Molly was lying. The only thing I get throughout is like, holy shit. Brian Hitch can't remember his own fucking story because he's been <laughs> such a hack through all of Rebirth See, that I can't think of another way. I just I, think he's lost control again. I had a holy shit moment too because he was like at the end of the decision, I'm like, holy shit, I think I'm on Team Tempest because yeah. you know, if we move oh, them, I, yeah. you know, they do fuck up a lot of shit with their you know, they Speed do. Force and all and this other shit. things happen around him. And I said, that here's the full you plan. This is another reason why I didn't like it. This Tempest has said, that, like you, you already spelled it out, but he said, listen – I'm going to move your solar system to the edge of time. It can Nobody's going to get hurt. Superman, you're going to have your son fine. and your yeah. wife. They're going to be fine. Everybody will be fine. You just will only affect yourselves. Shit that happens, if this Watchman thing comes through, it'll just affect you. And I was like, well, what's going on? I, I actually said in my review, I expected him to say, and on moving day, I'll buy pizza and beer. I'll <laughs> help you go. We'll all go there. But at one point, even at this, at the end of this issue, this is, and it, it's so spelled, it's spelled out every three pages. Oh my God. You know, this is we're just going to move you. We're just going to move you. Nothing will happen. No, and out of nowhere, Superman no, no, no. yells, Superman yells to him, 
Don't you make me choose between my friends and my family. Uh, what? Hold Nobody's on, making you choose. I, this is not Sophie's choice here, Superman. But what were you going to say about what they no, keep no, repeating? The worst part is because we have to go through the different timelines. Even though we have nothing for our characters to do, no. we just have them reacting to the fact that these things are doing something and taking the energy around them. But yes. every time we see it, which is you know every member of the fucking Justice League except for Batman and Superman, we have to reiterate, oh no, it's taking – it's like a speed force yeah. and a spectrum and magic. And yeah, and magic this, and like, this. It's over and but over what, yeah, again. And, what I'm saying, and then even Big Baby actually has to yeah, say it to Big Superman. Baby oh, we're using this. And even at the point, like I said, Molly – if you think about it, Molly has sent them to these power points – only for them to steal magic, steal the speed force. Like, what is in Molly's plan? I don't get it. Unless you Molly's say that the power to to is them. Down. Yeah, what's that? Molly's plan has to be for them to shut this shit down. Yeah, but before like, they, you know, you know, yes, they're stealing it. But you know, I'm in my mind. If you stop one, you stop it all. Well, and but the the problem is, is that which one is are they stopping? Because it seems like they've already stolen all of them. Like yeah, to me, they already paid. have the power. I'm saying, in my mind, though, they're they, He-Man. They, they are taking the power like He-Man. But if, like, say, Cyborg shuts his down, now they don't have. I don't even know what. Yeah, and really, taken, Cyborg but. is the only one left. It seems Cy- yeah. Cyborg is the last hope. Like you can, but spell that out. Let us know this. Let us know that this is they're where we're headed. Everything else out. Yeah, and and I told you one of the biggest things that I have the problem with Hitch is he just tells you everything. He does not allow the story to naturally progress and tell you what's going on. It's everybody telling you, hey, there's st-. like you said, all of a sudden they they take the speed force and Barry has to yell it. Oh my God, it looks like they're gathering the speed force. Then you go where they're the timeless are attacking Atlantis and there's uh, Aquaman. I don't know about you, but that looks like the speed force attacking us oh no they're taking our magic it gets the next one you know what i sense magic here it, it just and goes on force. and on and on but yeah I, we're it's not like a we're, fucking snowball rolling yeah. down a hill and just getting bigger it is it's just it, it's a snowball it's a shit ball that's fucking going and i'm at the bottom waiting for it to go right in my goddamn mouth and okay, socks. With your mouth open for some reason yeah i'm because i'm yelling but I, I don't know better. It's going to get me. But yeah, the, the, uh, we'll even go through quick because we are being very vague about what's going on. But I Superman, I don't know. The, the whole issue is vague. Superman's yelling at Big Baby. It looks like he's now on a toilet. And, and fucking, I don't know. He looks like a Martian baby now uh, that's taking a he shit. Like, he looks like Benjamin Button when he was born. Yeah, and at this point, it's like Superman's there talking. Big Baby's like, hey, listen, you, we're, I'm going to need you. We're, we're going to go together and we're going to, you know, we're going to save the world but then he has the timeless guys attack him and he's filtered out the red sun it's just nonsense it's complete and utter nonsense superman is being restrained the only reason that hitch has this is because he's afraid somebody's gonna say why didn't superman just punch or throw big baby into the goddamn sun because really come on man you got the blue energy you gotta think if it's superman his full deal he could just grab Big Baby and fucking squash him. I mean, Big Baby does not look like he. he yes, he he has a big brain. He's not really going to be lifting weights here. Yeah. Superman would kill him. So you, you have to have a way. You have to have a way to get him out of the deal. But you even have this call out where before it said when Superman, when Batman said to the uh, Infinity Corp, "Hey guys, this Superman isn't the one you know," and it said, "See Superman reborn." 
then in this issue, Big Baby says, you know what? There was another Superman. Now it says, this is set before the events of Superman <laughs> Reborn. I'm like, even the editors are fucking with my head. But yeah, Big Baby says, hey, there was another one of you, another Superman. His past is there to see, and I see his future still. All that he would accomplish, all he has accomplished is there, and yet he is gone. He echoes throughout history. Then he says about the pre-Flashpoint Superman here, you have a past that seems an echo and a future I can't fully read, an anomaly, uh-huh. an unknown, but I think you are more than you realize. And again, it's Hitch fucking trying to play his little it's, games that he knows and he doesn't. Shit it's, going on. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's even like a, like, I don't really know what's going to happen and they won't tell me or I'm not allowed to tell you, so I'm going to be clever and do this. Yeah. And it's not clever. It's no. stupid. It really is stupid. And it, it, why even You don't it? need to play off of everybody's fucking he, shit, man. And he keeps doing it. He keeps doing doing it because from this that's when big baby says listen i want you uh you have to come with me we're gonna save the universe we're gonna save everything and that's where you go to ancient greece and wonder woman's there now we were told before that these timeless ships were going to come to all these power points where they were sent to they were given these bracelets these bracelets were there so they can see the ships it was supposed to be one of those things that the timeless actually phases it's not exactly at a moment of time time, so it's a phase in time that nobody can see except people with these bracelets. Wonder Woman says, hey, you know, what's that? Or no, actually, they go to Greece, and out of nowhere, Zeus goes, hey, what are those things in the sky? They even cover all of Greece. They're not supposed to see them. And no, she says, feels it. Yeah, she says, you can see it. Now, the problem is, is I think Hitch wrote himself into a corner where Wonder Woman has to say, hey, we're under attack. I need your help. They wouldn't believe her. She just showed up. Why would they believe if they can't see? So somehow you have to have them sense it. And that's what Zeus says. I can feel its power as though it touches everywhere at once. Go fuck yourself, Zeus. No, no, because then it gets worse. Yeah, and then that's when Diana says, you know, hey, we're going. And then uh, they're what's your name? I'm Diana. You know that means divine. Are you? Oh, I'm a distant relative. And this is where she spells it out then because now they have agreed that if she helps them free the Olympians from Kronos in this techno-Kronos deal, they're going to help her with the, you know, really, this is the best part of the plan that I told you where you think Wonder Woman can't beat the timeless Goddamn, the gods yeah, of Olympus gods, yeah. should be able to. And this is where it's the hokiest because then he's like, yeah, we'll help you. We'll go and help you. And then she says, oh, my goodness. I have heard this tale from my own mother. Perhaps she wasn't aware of my part. I am the play in it. But then so much of what I thought I knew was hidden from me. This may turn out to be another lost truth. Fuck you, Wonder Woman. Fuck you. Fuck you, Hitch. With your, you, You're not – you see, don't see, get to do thing this. Is, you, you did that, but – that is not even the worst in my oh, mind. Is, yeah, see, I'm telling you, that's the worst to me. That the gods can sense this thing. They can feel it. And then after we deal with that, oh, Wonder Woman's right. like, yes. I think it's out of phase with time here. This device allows me to see it. That's probably why you can too. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah, what? Yeah, she says they're out of time. She's, you know, Hitch is explaining to us again what's going on. But she does say, I have this device that allows me to see it. That's probably why you can too. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. And then that's this is the thing also. She says, which everyone has said in this, I need to get inside it. 
That was never the, that was never told. We were told they were supposed to defend these points. Whatever these points might be, they were going to defend it. But yet Hitch wants them to get inside so they know it all of a sudden. That's the plan all along. And it wasn't. And that's where you see the timeless then. They're coming at them and they're like, what are those creatures? Demons? No, they're called timeless. They're formidable warriors. I might need your help. Might. But that's when they're like, hey, we'll get the Olympians. But that whole scene, nonsense. And that was one of the two scenes that that's what I really wanted to see. I wanted to see Wonder Woman and the Olympian gods. That is fucking awesome. I'm a huge fan of mythology. And I am not saying that Hitch is doing it a bad deal either because I like this techno fucking like i said steampunk future type ancient thing yeah it it seemed really neat to me but he's he's ruining it he he really is (laughs) he's a ruiner then you go with flash and he's there at central city when he got struck by lightning and and it's okay at this point because he's like listen i was struck by lightning i should have died uh chemicals went on me but that's the day i became the flash and he's like that was the day the speed force was created now i'll tell you brett booth does not agree with this brett booth has been on Twitter and has told people and gone on and on that this was not the the creation. He's he's got his theories of the Speed Force, and this and thing goes, is, and this, this is the I, this is the actual thing that I go with, though. So I yeah, have to agree I with Hitch. So I, I don't mind, but he no. says. That this is Barry's there. Now, Barry was told you're supposed to go there and protect this point from the timeless. All of a sudden, he's like, so it makes sense why one of these timeless machines is here to tap an energy source that goes from here to the past and the future. Yeah. What, where does he get this? Where is it, Because this is what is supposed to be done now. It only happens because it's supposed to happen. And he's like, probably what's powering the whole production. And, you know, oh, out of nowhere, it is. He's right. You know, and you said, maybe he's got a connection in there. I'm telling you, this is just hokey storytelling. It's going against what he was told only because it's what the narrative is supposed to be now. And it doesn't make sense for what they left and were told. And he's like, to change history, stop people like me from existing, Molly says. And it was funny how he even throws that. And he says, I'm still running, so they didn't change everything yet. I still have time. And it looks like he's running up into that uh, deal as well. Into the Speed Force and that freaking device. Then again, you go, you said you liked Atlantis. You get three panels where oh, I'm saying, they, I no no I was interested in you wanted to see what was going on Zodiac and, and really yeah. if, if anybody knows it's Hitch because that's yeah. his thing so yeah it seemed like a great way to and we like that when he said when they went back and Aquaman's like answers. there's the this this crystals I hear them singing oh you hear them singing you must be royal they seem neat but here it just all of a sudden they're getting blasted and he says it looks like speed force energy i'm like what is why why and he's like it's trying to connect with the earth stone the crystals how how do you know this how does aquaman know this but it's getting attacked by the speed force because they're singing jim (laughs) i guess but yeah then everybody falls then you go to the 26th century with the green lanterns this is the second part of what i really wanted to see i think that that whole earth core that sounds awesome it really yeah. sounds neat the you quarantine get nothing, you get nothing of that yeah the quarantine you get nothing of that all nope. you get is jessica reading these levels because it's getting attacked again it looks like it's getting attacked by the speed force and it says ring says it's speed force and magic like you said it is a shit fucking a shitball going down the thing because now that's getting attacked by speed force and magic these machines are combining it connecting it with the battery i'm like what how how what's going on 
what what are you talking about and i can feel it tugging at my ring it's accessing the true green light speed force magic I, plus the thing was in the quarantine but whatever uh but yeah it's gonna get that then you go with uh the 30th century with cyborg and what you know you would guess is brainier five. five yeah and he's cool and this is okay because i did you know i think that's intriguing it's before the legion of superheroes so it's it brainiac five is just this little kid but uh, somehow he's made ocular lenses so he can see the timeless i I don't know intellect yeah yeah all of a sudden he's making ocular lenses that why would he have these overlays before Uh, it's very odd that it's just tinkerer it's just so he can see this so he can talk to it about cyborg it's all forced but he's like oh you know what uh I think you're connected because you got crazy ass technology on fourth way. You know, you go through all that, and, and Cyborg's like, I got to get up there. And it's okay. Uh, Brainiac 5 has a flight bracelet. He has a Legion flight bracelet that's <laughs> it's like not a, a prototype. Legion flight bracelet yet. It, yeah, but it it's is a, a it's a prototype yeah. of what's going to end up. And it does not fit because Brainiac 5 is a little pussy and has a small wrist, Eric. He's, he's a feminine kid, and he's got small wrists that it will not fit on Cyborg's wrist. And he's like, I can't wear this on my wrist. And they end up fashioning it into a ring, a flight ring. And then Brainiac 5 goes, huh, I'm going to have to think about a redesign. I didn't mind that. I was like, okay, but again, it's like Hitch wants to be the one. Like, hey, did you see that? I I was the one <laughs> who invented the I Legion flight ring. The flight ring. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of was like, I don't know. And yeah, you go from that. He's going to go and attack. And like we said, that seems in the 30th century, right there, seems like they're the closest to him being able to stop something. Well, I'm telling uh, you, at me. that point, he has to because he's the last of the timeline going forward because after that, it seems like, you know, yeah. whatever they're going to get there is going to move the goddamn world to the, uh, the yeah, edge yeah. of the fucking yeah, timeline. Yeah, it's crazy. So we'll see what really is going on. And yeah, yeah, Brainiac 5. I'll calculate your probabilities of success. Yeah, Never thanks. tell me the odds, kid. Thanks a lot, kid. I thought that too. He's, he's like a <laughs> he's fucking C-3PO. C-3PO. He has, he's so annoying. Uh, but yeah, then you go back to you, – you have the Infinity Core – Corp and uh, Batman watching on the monitor what Superman's doing. And this continues, Big Baby continuing to tell everybody what's going on. You know what I mean? He's like telling everybody Superman's fighting. You do see Cyborg get inside. He's about to fight the uh, the Timeless. timeless yeah. And uh, then, you, you know, you go through all these. It looks like now the battle's on uh, yeah. throughout. And you do see where the, the twins in Atlantis, they haven't been born yet. The, the queen is a little shaken. And then they use magic, Eric, to let Aquaman fly again. Whatever. He's going to yeah. fly up. You see the Olympians now are going to fight back. And then you end with Superman talking to Big Baby Tempest. And he's explaining himself again for the 80th time Jesus and Christ. says listen again he's, he reiterates a hundred times you're going to be safe you can have everybody you're going to be able to do what you want to do you just won't affect everybody and that's where superman says listen don't you make me choose between my friends and family and he's like oh there's no choice and you're right there isn't here's my choice I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to say, I'm going to save everyone. Uh, no, this is what he's saying. It's nobody he, ever said doing, you have to Calm make down. the choice. Yes, you can say, listen, nobody moves our planet. You or I don't Super believe Sylvester you. I, I think that you're an asshole. I, I don't believe anything you say. And this is when Superman's like, I think that there might be somebody. Everybody's lying to me. I, I get this idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's fighting. And this is when Batman decides. They're wa- Batman's watching him the whole time. Yeah. And then they just decide. 
hey, we better do something because the Stones tell Vincent it's time. I've been talking to the Stones. They, they want us to get to the temporal center. And Batman says, listen, I'm going to go get Superman. Hey, Jane, you were handy in a fight against Ral. You coming? And I, I said, that does, just does not seem like Batman. She, I thought you'd never ask. What is this? You were watching Superman get choked out by the timeless and big baby. You have all this other shit going on during the time. You do, things are going wrong, and they're fucking making, like, pre-battle jokes. Hey, I what about you, never Alexis? Asked. You got anything useful? Yeah, and that's when he says to the other lady, Alexis, who I didn't really even know who it was. And uh, she's like, yeah, come on. And, uh, yeah, I got something this might help out. And this is pretty cool because she opens up a locker, uh, a bay, and there is Lex Luthor's Superman suit, and she says, it belonged to my dad. And And that's a cool cliffhanger. And, again, it it is an awesome cliffhanger. It says, next, Bat Luthor. I want to see it. Batman's getting in that suit. It's going to be fucking look cool. And uh, But the thing is, this is supposed to be like a, oh, my God. What happened? When did she become this and that? And the other thing, I mean, to me, number one in her timeline, Lex must be dead. I, it, to me, I guess, because the suit's out. For some reason, I go with that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but way. who knows where and what? And it, it seems very, at the end, when I think about it, it looks awesome, but it seems very cheap. Like, you're not going to get a lot of answers to about that. Are, are you talking and, almost like in Batman Beyond when we had uh, Tim Drake get into the freaking Gotham suit, like the Gordon suit, I mean, yeah, the freaking yeah. uh, the rabbit That's what suit. I think it is. I, but And, you know, Hitch is playing along like, hey, Batman knows Lex, so he'll know this, so you have all that. But I don't think you're going to get a lot of the history like, oh, you know what, we actually come. Like, maybe the secret because Vincent has told them they're not allowed to tell the Justice League their secret. Um, is this part of the secret? Hopefully. Is the part of the secret that they're from the future? Because I don't think that would throw anybody off. Uh, I just I wonder what that was. And this seems to be this cliffhanger seems to be a direct relation to that discussion of yes. don't tell them they they're not ready for it. So well, we'll see what's happening. We've been wondering who these people are since JLA with Brian yeah, Hitch's yeah. JLA run. And I'm like, you know, so we've had this secret going on for a while, and I've always wanted to, like I'm saying, I hated that fucking book. Yeah. But that was something I did want to find out, and I'm hoping we get to find out something yeah. decent out of this. Yeah, you want to find like out. Like the fucking Zodiac Crystals. Like, you're with me. You thought maybe uh, something like uh, Vincent might be a clone of Brainiac. You know what I mean? Like no, no, something no, way I, off. What, I thought he was an was, alien. I, I thought they weren't human is what I thought. Well, that's I always yeah. thought that Vincent, but the way he with these crystals and things, I wouldn't even be that thrown off if you find out that he somehow is one of the Rowls. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just he and he's there to stop something or whatever. But I guess we'll find out of maybe Hopefully. eventually. It seems like this is the first point of doing this. But again, it's an awesome cliffhanger to look at. Uh, the things that me and you wonder because we read the JLA book that we've noticed that not many people read or uh, yeah. who read it are not very vocal anymore. Like they bailed. Uh, so we'll have to see if that goes on. I just – he ends up giving you – like you think that there – like you said, there's a glimmer of story still. Yeah. But we're three issues into a five-issue arc. I need more than glimmers here. I need more than, hey, that's pretty cool. I need answers. I need actual – a story that goes from point A to point B and makes sense, and I want to see more of these things with the Justice League. This is a Justice League book, but yet Cyborg has had probably five panels of fucking, you know, 
airtime here. And Aquaman in this is really cool. You want to see more of the crystals. It was yeah. it was kind of thrown out there like you would get info. Here you get nothing with him. Nope. You get three pages and then a page later. Wonder Woman, the shit just made no goddamn sense. And he was more interested in trying to convince us this ties into the lies of than anything else. Bullshit. And nonsense. Because really, she ends up going back in time to the point where the Olymp- Olympians were kind of came about. That nobody's lying to you, Diana. This is shit no. that happened before. You know what I mean? There's no, this was a hidden truth. This is what you're doing now because you got sent back in time. And uh, I said, the Green Lantern thing, just hearing that Earth Core and hearing about the quarantine of the, the light and yeah. the uh, the light plague and that sort of thing, to me, I even said when we first heard that, that seems like something that I wish that we were getting in the Sam Humphreys book right now, that we would deal with that. Like, I want that to be a full arc because that sounds – there's a lot of shit thrown in there that sounds really, really cool that I want to know more about, though he even screwed that up. I mentioned in The Guardians and Oa and things like that before, so uh, whatever. But I actually – I am lower than you on this book. I gave it a 4 out of 10. And I really was just irritated the whole time, only because, like I said, if you are going to tell me that Tempest is telling the truth or he isn't telling the truth, I need at least a subtle tell that I can say, oh, I think he's telling the truth. Oh, I think he's lying. You know what? This doesn't line up, so I think that Molly was lying. The only thing I get is what she said they're not exactly doing, but like I said earlier in this review – Brian Hitch has been so shitty with his storytelling that I don't know if that's a tell or shitty storytelling. When yeah, we exactly. had the Kindred, the Kindred had all these things, and the story started changing throughout. What the Ravagers were, what the you know, all these stories that he's written. The Reapers, the Reapers. That I'm saying, even at the beginning of the deal, and even like uh, with Genie. Like, the rules of Genie changed throughout. Like, this was yeah. supposed to be a kid playing a game. Next thing, it was a wish machine, and then it became something on something different in its entirety. So I can't say that he's being subtle or he's going to, ooh, we're going to, I have no trust in him. And so I have to go with exactly what he's giving us, and what he's giving us just changes everything, and it's starting to slip away. The cool things that I thought they're slipping away from us. There's not a lot of time to see these things, so I think it's bullshit, but I gave it a four. What would you give it? I don't know. I'm telling you, out of everything we've gotten from Hitch so far, this arc is something I'm actually interested in. I actually think it's the best written that we've gotten so far, which is not saying much, obviously, but I still see that glim- I mean, I, that story that I want to see, even changing it in this one where we find out that Molly is maybe lying and we want to yeah, move the whole Yeah, but that's the thing. We didn't even have there. Molly. Have Molly there at least a second – to get the idea that she is lying because we could turn around the next issue and Molly can show up and we find out that Tempest is the one lying now. And now again, we're now four issues in and it's just ping pong. We're going back yeah. and forth. I want to so see from this why issue, can't you have though, them both? Why can't you have them both so you can decide? I'm saying it's, we still have some other issues going no, we on have two right issues. now. Yeah. And but from what we got right now, we have this twist here where we find out the person that we thought was, you know, helping our Justice League out might actually be a hindrance. And while we might not like the idea of moving the whole solar system to the edge of the universe and time itself, I want to see where that's going because, you know, it is that rebirth thing that the freaking God, the Tempest is trying to stop. You know we're not going to get anything out of that because it's fucking Justice League. But uh, 
I don't know. I'm still interested in the overall story and the art. Well, I still have some problems with that. It was okay. There, there was some aspects I did like. I'm telling you, Superman yeah. is the worst part of it for me. And and the but, the the one thing though, before you go, the thing that really irritated me was, like I said, Molly showed up, spelled out that these timeless soldiers were the villains, right? And they're not. They they aren't. It's this big baby Tempest. Why wouldn't she have mentioned him? Why wouldn't she have said that, you know, there's this being that can span all of time and space and see things and do this? We didn't even mention another thing was at one point uh, at the end, Tempest had no idea that the Justice League, that he didn't know where they were. Superman sells them out and says, oh, they're at all those points. And he's like, I see them now and then goes and attacks them. And again, if he is only there to like things aren't going well, like I said, I need something where I need to see that I know somebody is lying or not lying by now three issues in the five issue arc, you should be able to get a little semblance of the overall story. You hear and that? We haven't gotten it yet. What's that? Yeah, you but that's that, the thing, though. <laughs> this ends. Greg Ruckett does a long-term know, story. This doesn't. This is going to end. This has five issues. We're yes. at number three, and we're still thinking that the person who came out of nowhere that we didn't know might be lying, but they might not be. And I can't go with that. I just can't. I, I'm trying to think of another story where you would have where you would have her saying something and then them questioning her. Like they'll never sit there. I think that she'll just pop up. I don't think Batman will be like, "Listen, did you lie to us?" And they try to explain it. It's well, just going to happen. Never, Molly never talked to Batman or Superman. No, I know, so but they but they saw it. Of what she told no, but they, else. they saw yeah, they exactly. It, yeah. yeah, they saw exactly what she said. But to Molly everyone. would never have talked to te- like about Tempest because it's not anything that they're, they're like. The mission that she was on. Yeah, but on. he, but Tempest is the one who's the head of the the timeless. Of the timeless. What she said, but she only said the timeless, meaning the guys we fought outside the UN. Mm-hmm. She never said like you got to realize there's this big bad guy who's you know he can see everything in the universe, past and present. We have to stop him. He's the one who's going to do it. All she said is you got to go to these places and fight these same people that you just did. And never with really the only plan that she said was just protect these points. Now, when they do this, this is what I'm saying. Like, to me, I go and there's Olympus. Yeah. If they attack me, I'm there to protect it. Yeah. I don't know what stopped. I don't know where that goes from going against what we're, you know, it's weird for me to try to explain. You have Aquaman. He's been told to protect Whatever the power point he's going to. Right. We've been led to believe it's the twins, right? Right. But or temp- the Earthstone, I don't know. But that's the problem is neither are getting destroyed. It, it, yes, they're sucking magic out of it. It doesn't look like nobody said, oh, my God, it's going to blow. Oh, my God, it's being destroyed. All of a sudden, the game changed, but they reacted in a way that wasn't even what they were told. It, like this isn't like all of a sudden you find out that what Molly wanted them to do it went against what they were. It, it's it's nonsense. It nothing goes into like if I had a thing where I said, "Hey, listen, here's my plan. I want Eric to go down the street to the corner, and then the person against me wants you to go to the opposite way." Th- that's not how this is working out. It doesn't seem to be like one working against the other anyway. They just end up being at the same place, and it's just nonsense to me. I'm telling you, once they were just stealing the Speed Force, right. that was it, it. It threw everything off for me because that isn't even what Molly said was going to happen. Like, if she is against them, why would she say something that isn't even happening? 
Well, you, you know the, what the I'm way, saying? The way I picture it, because the way these things are set up to me, it, oh, it really reminds me of Independence Day with the freaking the big motherships coming in and blowing shit up wherever yeah. they're freaking stationed. Well, it's like you have the freaking little ships flying around. You want to take them out, but ultimately, you want to take out that mothership from whatever it's going to do. Yeah, but what I'm saying is with Molly, her saying that you're going to have to go, and at these points, they are going to be attacked by the timeless, the people yeah. we just fought. They've never, they didn't even show up yet in Flash's time. Or no. in Aquaman's time. So if they were just going by what Molly said, but they'd just Molly be sitting there waiting. On the, trans- on the transmission, when you know she talked to them, when they already went back there, she's saying you got to take out these things here that you know the- you can only see them because no, she just said you got to see them. She said that's what they're showing up with. That y- I want to give you so you can see them, so you can see the timeless. They 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 were there to defend a point. That's what they were told the whole time. If the point goes down. They ex- the superheroes failed. They they don't exist anymore. Right, and then saying, so there's Aquaman as well. Yeah, but there's Aquaman, and all of a sudden they're sucking magic out of a stone that he doesn't really know anything about, and yet he's gonna fly. It just to me, what Molly said isn't we don't see as wrong yet, mm-hmm. and what Tempest is saying seems to be what he's doing. that's what i'm saying i want to see where i at least get the idea that one of them is not telling me the truth if it's anybody it is molly but even then you're saying that what she said was true and they're doing it but it's just weird that goes against what the uh, the tempest wants and it's gonna save you know like i said but the tempest didn't even say like he never even he just said we're gathering power i'm telling you it's just it's nonsense i guarantee you a goddamn fucking ten dollars that when this all is said and done, nothing is going to be resolved, and they're going to be like, you know what? We can't trust anybody from now on, but we're not. <laughs> we're going to see them again because it's just nonsense. Nothing really is happening that shows you what's going on. It's just them back in time. It's just I'm nonsense. Saying, I, my my score is not much higher than yours. I did enjoy mm. that. You know, more, it did enjoy it more, obviously. But uh, I think there is a story here that you know, if it actually ha- like works, where he can complete something, that'd be great. But I, that's what I'm looking forward to right now from what we're getting at because I still enjoy the story because I want to see what happens. I give it a 5.8 out of 10. Hey, are we going to some mail? Maybe we uh, some mail? Is that what we're some doing? If you would read my mail, Jim, want to tell my words would tell. But if Eric tried to read it, we'd hear an epic fail. But when you reach the point where opinions come, the hero will be Jim, a hero to us all. And when you read the mail again, you'll see the nonsense never takes a break. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm telling you, every time we play that, because that's a new one. Yes. I've always been taking a drink or that. I didn't realize the, the <laughs> concept of that if you actually had to read the mail, oh, yeah. it'd be an epic fail. I'm telling you, I feel bad that I didn't even listen much. I up picked until, up on that instantly. Oh, my God. Uh, every I time, cried. because that usually is one of the later mails where I put it a little ahead of the game this week. And I must not have paid attention every other time. I must have been, uh, you know, trying to get things together oh, yeah. for the mail or whatever. That's pretty good. Epic fail, Eric. I can't. Epic fail. 
You can't. You cannot see. Uh, I was just going to break into Maneater, but that would be out of continuity of this podcast. <laughs> That's off the air, me and you singing Maneater to each other. That's what you get when you tune into Mixer. You get me and you fighting about rap music versus some goddamn band that you like, and me and you singing to each other. That's what happens. Where I disappoint that, women to the tune and, of Maneater. And it's funny, too, because uh, a lot of times... I do forget that we're recording it on Mixler oh, <laughs> because that is not very fun for people listening. We're just <laughs> sitting here talking to each other. This is why some of the times, yes, we would complain that it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, Eric, it's 5 a.m. It's 5 a.m. because we spent two and a half hours singing to each other. <sighs> Serenading. It's like we're digging our own goddamn grave, Eric. We have passed well, the nobody test. Nobody else is going to do it. That is true. That is true. This is mail section number three. Huh. It continues on. It's like uh, the regular mail, Eric. Yeah. It just it never stops, and I love it. Uh, the first one's from Lord Andy. We heard from earlier. Uh, this was actually the first email that he sent us for the week, but the other one had to do with Man. Batman, so I slipped it in ahead of time. Oh, so Lord Andy I can says, "Hey, oh, hey, guys! I feel like a giant piece of shit for not writing you for two weeks, and obviously the absence of my ingenuous commentary isn't helping you. Are ingenious? I, he, I, it's a weird spelling." In- Ingenuous. Yeah, ingenuous. Infamous? <laughs> See, now, I read the mail and it's an epic fail. I don't know if it's me or the spelling, but I don't know what I'm seeing. All I keep seeing is oats. Uh, the ingenious commentary isn't helping you win your March Madness contest or whatever. Yeah, the March Madness. There's a lot of fucking craziness going on in yeah. that Potter Madness contest that I may have to... Uh, you know, break the veil when this mail is done. I'll, I'll let everybody know. Anyways, Jim mentioned his tradition of two scab and hairball filled coffees prior to each show. But I was curious, what brand of gin does Eric prefer before each show? Plymouth? Beef Eater? I'm a Tangeray kind of guy myself. What are you, Eric? I honestly don't even remember. I had this freaking bottle of gin. It was freaking, uh, it was made locally. I don't know what it was called, and I have not drank gin in so many years. I couldn't even tell you. I think I always went beef eater back in the day. But gin I always, always go, to me, gin tastes like you're eating a Christmas tree. And I don't like thing. eating Christmas trees. It, I don't it know why tastes you like pine. It, it's like a pine taste to me. I, I never liked I, it. I was I never drink, a gin I, man. I drink a gallon of Swiss iced tea. No, Swiss iced tea, do you? Yeah. So, what's the deal with the cosmic treadmill jumping ship? I know, Andy. What the hell? <laughs> I can't find their shit anywhere now. Tell them to get their stuff on Google Play Music, which is the app I use to follow your own amazing show. Why? Because it doesn't use up my data. I'm not cheap, just poor. I didn't know that. I may I have to look either. into that as well. I have a little data problem myself. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. had to, yeah. Data problem. Now, so now that Earth 2 society is done, does this mean we'll finally get the fucking Power Girl rebirth I've been begging for since last May? Him and his Power Girl rebirth. What does he think that he's going to get? Power Girl, a Power Girl book. Uh, honestly, I'd read the shit out of a Power Girl book, but is there going to be an Earth 2 Power Girl book? Or is she going to come back to the Earth Zero, the prime well, Earth, Jim? What I would think is that the difference between that to me is nothing, and it both would fail miserably. Fail. You can't have a you can't have Deathstroke and Cyborg. They can't fucking sell. And you think Power Girl out of somewhere is going to sell? Tit windows, man. Come Tit on windows. now. Come on. Both of you. Grow come up. Come on, son. Grow up. Stop shitting your pants, both of you, and fucking become adults. 
Another <laughs> fuck DC news. I'm dropping JLA from my pull list since I'm three issues in and still don't know what the fuck is going on. Do they just take dialogue bubbles and randomly throw them while blindfolded onto the page? And that what you mean They're by dark. them is Steve Orlando, and I agree. I said that last issue was starting his trend of people saying things to nobody in particular, even though the person they're supposed to be talking to is standing right next to them. What was the and Justice League doing during that time? I don't know. Just With standing that, there. Yeah, just standing there. At that one point, yeah, yeah. What was her uh what was her name? The Death extremist? Bat. Yeah. Deathbat. Deathbat was just yelling. With that, I'm quickly dwindling down to just a few titles now. As of this Wednesday, all that will remain are Action Comics, mm-hmm. Superman, mm-hmm. Aquaman, okay. Teen Titans, mainly because right. my oldest daughter is a fan, and Green yeah, Arrow. Yeah, I, those are all fine books. I like Titans, but I think I'll just follow them uh, via trade. No Batman? Yes, no Batman. No offense, but I feel like I've been reading about Bane and Catwoman for about six months now. Probably because you have. Because you have, yeah. And frankly, my dear, I don't give a fuck. Besides Red Hood, <laughs> are there any other titles you'd steer me I towards? I don't know if that was him or you. <laughs> it was oh, both. Jim Walker it was both. Mail. Oh, Frank, crazy, but you know what? I don't give a fuck. Huh? Uh, you've been, I've been reading Bane and Catwoman for about six months now. You know what, Andy? Frankly, my dear, I don't you know that was him. Okay. Uh, he says he wants to know what books to be steered towards. He says, I'm loosely following new Superman, but agree that it'll soon be canceled. So he wants to, you know, he likes Super that, Sons. but he doesn't want to do. Super Sons is the one I would say as well. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Red Hood and the be, No, he said besides Red Hood. Because oh, um, he says, besides Red Hutter, there are any other titles you'd steer me towards? I'm trying to think. Actually, Super Sons is a great one. Um, yeah, that's about it. And you can uh, probably you know, read that with your childs. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually just trying to think of other books. So and I, I cannot I think of any. Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, but it doesn't sound it's, like he's a Green Lantern no, fan. No, and it, it doesn't. Jump it into doesn't him. seem any. He likes Green Arrow. So what? what Flash I is half decent, but I still can't put tw- people towards that anymore because it's I'm uncertain. It's weird because he likes Green Arrow, and I think they're about as equal quality. Kinda. Green Arrow and Flash, but well, no, yeah, Green I, Arrow Super, even is getting a little preachy. Yeah, for him. yeah. Su- Super Sons is the is the best deal. So go best to Super go. Sons, and like so, you said, I think your daughter would like it as well. Uh, on the positive side, I'm really looking forward to the new 52 podcast. I have to agree with Jim. It was a damn good run. Don't ask that anonymous guy on the site. And definitely underrated. I, why did he show up for your Superman review just to, just to be pissed about the new 52? Like, here's the thing. People listen to me on the podcast, and I lose my mind sometimes. Yes. But I lose my mind in the context of what we're talking about. Well, I'm not, in, those, we don't, in the context of those comments, I, don't, I can't say for certain because I didn't go through all of them. I see them differently than other people see them on the site. But I think somebody was talking about you know them bringing back the old continuity. But it's still it, it's like all of a sudden now he's on a soapbox against the new Fifty Two, and it's one of those it's one of those guys, anonymous guys that drive me nuts because it's like generalized statements, oh, yeah. catchphrases, and and in jokes that this guy seems to be using, and it just it just seems weird. You know, it'd be like right now, all of a sudden we're talking about this, and I'd start yelling about how I'm not a big fan of peanut butter, Eric, because I am not. I don't really like peanut butter, and it makes me gag. I had two peanut butter sandwiches when we got in last night. I could never eat a peanut butter sandwich, but but I won't yell about this during Andy's email because that'd be weird for me to say that I think that anybody who eats peanut butter sandwiches should fucking grow up. 
How about that? Stop shitting your pants <laughs> already. Grow up, Stop shitting your pants. Don't wear socks and grow the fuck up. Wash Frankly, my dear, you better grow the fuck up. Washing your, your things in the shower is, is probably one of the most grown-up things you can do. That's yeah. when you realize your life has hit rock bottom, Eric. And usually your life hits rock bottom as an adult. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. He says the, uh, he likes the, uh, he says, I have to agree with Jim. It was a damn good run. Definitely underrated. Not only was it a unique and refreshing series, but it also inspired some of the best DCU animated storylines. Just League War, Throne of Atlantis, and Batman vs. Robin are a few that come to though. mind. Um, yeah, we're not big fans of those, but, uh, once it the, up the new 52 and again movies, I was out. It, when you listen to that the episode that i recorded and it will be the first one the first true episode what i will say and i don't think anybody even anonymous on the goddamn site could uh disagree with boy that first run of books the first 52 books there it's such a diverse lineup oh, it is crazy. crazy it's crazy thinking back especially with the new 52 how pretty tame it is the lineup is very safe the rebirth you know and they're going legacy and hope and all that but it is very very safe the lineup they have uh compared to that new 52 boy they threw everything out there War and, books and, and westerns yeah and it's funny that they did separate them though. they separated them into categories and uh the one might as well have been it was called the edge eric yeah it might as well have been called these are the books that will be canceled first because i'm telling you the first wave of cancellations i think every one but one came from that but he says uh, i just want to say and it may be my blind love for my fellow cleveland born hero superman but i was it was actually kind of cool i was actually kind of cool with the mixoplick twist it ain't perfect but seeing that we recently dealt with the eradicator in doomsday i was relieved it wasn't cyborg superman he may be my favorite bad guy oh, in the Soup family but we don't need every character from 1993 rehash right now oh yes yeah, steel was in the issue uh too right yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of 90s no, guys. No, Cyborg Superman proper is coming back. Yeah, I know. But he just is glad that it isn't him in this story. But yeah, right. he'll be back. Yeah, they have Hank Henshaw digging into things from that fucking Argo City uh, fucking wreck that suddenly became a monument, Eric. Yeah. I don't know. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, it, it's like we said, I don't think that either of us hate Mixelplick. We hate that he is a character that shows up and everything can be explained by it's just a, saying it's, a trope it's that is being used just so they don't have to explain it. This anything, would be at magic. the end of the I Am Bane storyline. He goes, Bane is fighting Batman, and we suddenly realize ba- Batman's Clayface, Bane's Clayface, Gotham Girl's Clayface. Like, it's the same thing. This is why forever I hated Clayface. It's because it was just that easy out then. I'm telling you, what I say, you say the coy face, I say Batman wakes up from a goddamn dream and says, Whoa. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying something that actually happens in comics that drives yeah. me nuts. But yeah, that's what, or, I mean, really, the, if there is no difference of Batman, Bane getting to Batman, and then all of a sudden Batman saying, you know what, what the fuck's going on, and it's Batmite. It's yeah, the same exactly. exact thing. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing, and people would lose their shit. I promise to give y'all the rest of the Fit Mesh crew, poop, poop, another one of my amazing trade reviews, either late, later this week or next. But for now, I leave you with my top 10 DC live action films. Feel oh. free to disagree if you're an idiot. Number 10, <laughs> Superman Returns. Number 9, The Losers. Number 8, Superman 2. Number 7, Constantine. Number 6, Man of Steel. Number Number five, Batman the 89, Batman. Number four, Superman the 78. Uh, number three, Batman Begins. 
number two Watchmen, number one The Dark Knight. And for shits and giggles, my top five worst DC live action movies are number five Batman Forever, number four Jonah Hex. I, I never even remember that one when, and that yeah, was crazy. awful. Number three Batman and Robin, number two Catwoman, and number one Superman Four. All right, you fucks, I'll leave you with a steaming pile of opinion. I hope you guys have a good week. Keep up the below average work. Love always and forever, Landy, Lord Andy of the Land of Look, Jim. I don't want to say that I'm a loser or anything like that, but I would take that Superman Returns out of number 10, put Superman 3 right in there. Boom. Yeah, really? And and you, you like the rest of his list? Yeah, I really. It's, it's, it's a pretty a good, good list. list. It's yeah. a pretty good list. Um, I've seen probably three of those. Uh, really, of anything of that, you know for a fact that I like Batman Begins more than The Dark Knight. I and I'm this. one of the few people who do. So you switch those, and I'll go with that list. I really do like Superman. Uh, the 78 Superman, and I, I don't – I really would love to have my kids watch it. I'm afraid that it's just I, – I've, I've oh, heard people – here's the thing. I've heard people who've gone back to watch it recently and really still enjoy it. I just think that they would bail too early. Are these and older then, people who are saying this? No, no, just normal. I'm, I'm talking now older in their 20s. There are okay. people who have podcasts and things, and they go back and watch it or have watched Young it for people, the I first time, and I've heard, yeah. And uh, I just, I'm afraid that my kids will bail too soon, and then will. I'll then I'll have to punch them, Eric, and then I'll be arrested, <laughs> and they'll be taken away. Oh, no, I just tell. I, it's one of those that it's, I, I don't know, I'd almost have to force them to watch the whole thing, because I did really, really enjoy it. But it's also, I'm telling that 89 Batman, I think, is even a worse view for them because they did try to start watching that and they wanted no parts of it they thought it was silly and just ridiculous uh so i don't know uh also though uh today i saw on a site uh that i go to and read some comic book news somebody has an article and they wrote a whole thing of why uh dc should do a superman 70 agital series and i got very angry because me and you have been yelling about that for like six years now and I we mean, wanted more, a batman 89 batman 89 i want to yeah say but superman 78 yeah, superman 78 makes well. so much sense but yeah so it'll happen i think it was newsarama and they'll they'll claim that they were the ones who wanted it but um, no we right. thank you first have him as in like a technical consultant of what he would yes. do and have somebody yeah. write i think that'd be really cool yeah it would be but yeah thanks andy and we're going to move on to my favorite name, Luke Hollywood. Luke Hollywood says, what up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Chris, Brandon, Trevin, and all Double. the hella cool members of the Get Fresh crew. Doop, doop, doop. I'm still behind on the podcast, but I figured I'd listen to the new 52 review announcement as it didn't have an episode number in the title, so it didn't count as me skipping an episode. Nope. While I'm sad that Chris and Reggie are leaving Cosmic Treble on the regular podcast, I can't wait to hear them on their own podcast channel. It feels like they have evolved from the young Dick Grayson under Batman Werner and Alfred Shea's wings and have left Wayne Manor to become Nightwing and the run uh, the Teen Titans out of Cosmic Treadmill Tower. They bailed on I, us. I don't know what you just they said left to me, but us. I... They, they left us. They left they us. Didn't leave I, us. I went downstairs in our uh, the Weird Science Studios and I went to wake up Reggie to have breakfast and he was gone. 
Him and Chris, had, him and Chris were gone. And I looked, there was a letter, uh, but it just said "bye, bitches." So that's all it said. And Smell I had you te- later. I had a tear in my eye. I'm very excited about the upcoming new 52 review segment, as I am a listener to the podcast from Rebirth onwards, and I'm too lazy to check out older episodes on the feed. This gives me a chance to hear your thoughts on some of my favorite new 52 comics, as it was my introduction to DC Comics, like so many other readers today. I was reading some of the core DC books at the time, like Scott Snyder's excellent Batman and Jeff John Stellar Justice League run. However, it was the DC YOU lineup that actually converted me into a big-time DC guy over Marvel. I feel the DCU line the gets a here. lot of flack even from guys who enjoyed the New 52 as a whole, but I really enjoyed the majority of the books at that time. Sure, we had some pieces of shit like Dr. Fate, but we also had some stellar titles like Omega Men and Grayson, as well as a few I really enjoyed, and I consider them highly underrated like We Are Robin, Red, Red Hood and Arsenal, and Starfire. I also really enjoyed the events uh, during that time, both Robin War and Just League Dark Side War felt like big deals with lasting impacts. And having recently gone back to read Lois and Clark in the final days of Superman, I have now found uh, appreciation of the Man of Steel. Hell, I even enjoyed Batman and Robin Eternal. What? Uh-huh, Especially all the stuff with Harper Rowe. Come at me, Dancing Mike, he says. Anyway, <laughs> I can't wait to hear that new segment as soon as I catch up on my episodes, and I hope you give some love to the DCYOU lineup as well. And there were a few hidden gems in there, and it's what made me a big DC guy before Rebirth even hit Hollywood out. And your boy from Lex Slip, XO, XO, Yeah, the real, hidden slip, the real hidden gems in there, like people love the Omega Man. I wasn't a fan, but I'll put that in that list. Um, yeah. Grayson, We Are Robin, Martian Manhunter. You love like, Martian Manhunter. And I again, did. that I, I Robin, thought it I fell apart a little. You like We Are Robin. They, and I love Grayson. I mean, yeah. there were books. And that's the thing is the problem I had really never – Dr. Fate was nonsense. No, I, I'll give you that. A lot of the big problems were just how the other books continued into that. The the main characters were all fucking bullshit from DCYU forward until Rebirth. I mean, we've talked about it before, but really, you ended up coming out of Convergence into a universe, you know, the same universe, but you came back to your books with Batman dead, Bruce Wayne's dead, and Gordon is a robot Batman. Superman is depowered with no fucking uh, secret identity. identity Hal Jordan was no longer... The Green Lantern Corps was gone, and Hal Jordan was a renegade with the goddamn gauntlet. I mean, right there... You have your three, three of your biggest characters. Aquaman in was a traitor to Atlantis and fucking fighting this yeah. goddamn monster dimension with holding yeah. fucking Fool. magical powers and armor. Yeah, yeah, that and just it, everything. And uh, Wonder was, Woman was just terrible. Everything That's was all nonsense. Was. Yeah, and Wonder Woman was just bad. It just when they came out of Convergence with that break. Uh, that month break, they or two months break, right? The convergence yeah. was two months long, and April you came out, year. and they came out with a shit show uh, of those main characters. But yeah, but some of the other books I liked. I'm telling you, I liked some of the minis that were even before. You know, you had uh, Bizarro, which was, it was okay. You had Bat Mike going around the the. It wasn't like these books were ruining things you know they they were trying some stuff they had these minis and they that's where we had a uh, section eight that yeah. we really enjoyed and and things like that but the main characters they just completely lost their way and it just this is why when i to me when people are bad mouthing the new 52 a lot of the problems were the these main characters at the end with that DCYOU. detective comics was a fucking a joke 
you know, you just had really shitty stories out of nowhere with all your big characters, and they had to do something. And they did, and you know, I don't, I'm not saying this is why that guy on the site where oh Jeff Johns had to apologize. Yes, it was an apology to what had happened, but it's not like Jeff Johns was sitting around like you know what we made a mistake bringing out that Blackhawks book at the beginning of the New Fifty Two, so we better do Rebirth I now. About that, it was just, or you know what was really bad Team Seven. I better do something about that now. No, it was they lost their way, and people were Man just is what did it. Yeah, really. Yeah. All these books, but, you know, at the points of the New 52, there are people who, even old-time readers, who will say that the Court of the Owls was a great story. Or, you know, you have other things. Also, I will tell you, if you were a fan, now, Frenny loved the New 52 Superman, but really, the New 52 Superman, while I wanted that character back just because it made sense... There was not a lot of great stories. No, there, there was, was a lot of really shitty stories. Uh, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. And how we're going to do this, again, like Manship wants us to talk about convergence. If we do this the way we're going to do it, the way it be, until we get to the DCYOU, I think it would take, I was thinking of this, it might take six years. <laughs> we're never going to get to that. I don't think we're going to get that far, but we'll we're going to do our best. I, I really, really want to at least uh, feature a you know all of the first trades of the books and and really this isn't going to be like yes everybody loved justice league which we're going to start with but i do want to have where we talk about the first arc of or the first trade of swamp thing that right. was a scott snyder book animal that man. Uh, and animal man animal man's actually on the docket as the second trade we talk about the way this this timeline that i found sets it up and i really like that that people it won't just be the greatest hits it'll be some other books that were really good that a lot of people didn't even experience like, or read no well that's the thing too i i have this all on i spell it out in the in the episode but what we're also going to end up doing is uh when we get to books, say, like a voodoo, you right. know, voodoo and grifter, it, they might be in the same episode. You know what I mean? We're, we're not going to go page for page with uh, – and I'm telling you, I, I, I actually, Honestly, I'm mind, not going to say. Team 7, grifter, and voodoo all together. Yeah, and, Maybe even yeah. Some storm and actually Team 7's uh, – that's a uh, – what's it called? Fucking uh, Wave 2. Yeah, that okay. wasn't an original one. But Stormwatch, uh, there's a lot of things we can but throw. So that took place earlier in the timeline though. Yeah, but I'm saying it's it's that's not you know if you go by you. how they came out, but uh you know you have a thing you actually can put Stormwatch and Demon Knights together, Eric. But everybody loves Demon Knights, so that that actually because uh, I don't know if you know it, Eric, but Demon Knights was a prequel to Stormwatch. They were the first Stormwatch team. Were you aware I did not of know this? that? That is a little info. Are we going to talk some sword and sorcery with that too? That is like Wave Three. I don't know. Amethyst. We're get there. Amethyst. Uh, but yeah, certain books later on. Like a talon that I don't know anybody knows about. That was one of my favorite books at one point. So it, it had some problems and it really fell off. But that was pretty much like one of James Tynan's big books at first. He took that from the, you know, the Court of the Owls and, and whatever the other one was, City of Owls or whatever the hell they called it. But yeah, obviously we'll be Night talking about, yeah, well, obviously we'll be talking about Court of the Owls. That'll be a big one. And, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see how people like it. Uh, as it is now, it is kind of set up as almost like a podcast slash reading club 
book club type deal uh, because we'll announce what we're going to do next and they'll have two weeks to kind of read and stuff like that. But saying all this, we're at the end of this mail section, Eric. So we're going to go off to more books and uh, see what we have to say about them. So close, no matter how far. come straight from the heart. Forever trust in one words. Cause ginger views matter. Jim never opens himself this way. To his wife or his family Let's not forget Eric Shane Cause his reviews matter Trust I see and I find in here Twelve hours a week we get chill <laughs> I always want to add, edit that so it fades out, and I always forget. It always <laughs> happens. I'm sitting there doing stuff. I actually, we're actually live on Mixler. I, I set that up while we're going. I'm doing all this crazy stuff, and yeah, uh, it just ends. It ends very quickly and abruptly, <laughs> and it throws me off every goddamn time. Uh yes, Eric. Here we are. Here we are with more books. More Which books. Which section is this, you. Jim? This section I would like to call the, huh, could it be called the Former Robins and a Trio? It, it does have, every every section seems to start out strong with the first two books. The first two books are what determines the section's theme, and then the third one's just thrown in. And since the third one is Trinity, doesn't it all make sense? Doesn't no. it make sense at the, at the end? But yes, uh, this section is, uh, I don't know. I'd have to say, just because of one of these books, it might be my most positive section. Though I don't like the other two that much. It's, uh, a, it's a bat super section. The bat super section. That's what you like to call it? That is no, what I you're don't like go. to call it that. That's what I'm calling it right now. That's what you're calling it, are you? The bat super section. That's bat super section. A, that is an awful title that I cannot get behind. But right. we're going to go, and your book is first, Eric. And what book is that? Nightwing number 17, written by Tim Seeley, with art by Javier Fernandez, Chris Sotomayor, and Carlos M. Manuel. Nightwing and Robin pursue Sean Sang's kidnapper to France, where they're confronted by Deathwing, somehow. Yeah, even though our heroes left Bloodhaven before the villain, Deathwing is waiting for them, but luckily a Dolatron of Robin shows up and takes the baddie down, leading us to realize the master behind, behind this whole thing is Professor Pig. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of people are very positive about I this know. issue. 
I really wasn't. I, I really the the art really threw me off. Especially, I actually thought when it started out. I told you, I thought at the beginning it might have been Riley Rossmo. It was not on my top list right now. Uh, I thought maybe he had done that that flashback deal at the beginning, but it wasn't him. But I, I just I know you're getting the. Batman and Robin pre New Fifty Two vibe out of this. It's referenced. It's okay, but we've gotten the same thing. Yeah, and we've gotten the same thing before. Better that that's yeah. the thing that throws me off. Though I do laugh that they're in the car that I told you was flying away. Uh, the last issue. Now it's going over the ocean. Yeah, and while they are sparring. On the car. I'm like, somebody is going <laughs> to knock somebody off and they are going to die. They're going to be in the middle of the ocean. There's going to cause a lot of problems there. And I don't know. I, the, the way – now we, we're going to be talking about Super Sons next. You have Damien that. You have Damien the Teen Titans. I really like Damien the last issue of Nightwing. He's off to me in this one. It's just too much. It's too much of the, hey, I know Damien's an asshole, so I'm going to go with it. And well, it really is a caricature of him, I, if you it ask is, me. And not only that, in my mind, it's just reiterating everything we had last issue yeah. with the whole jealousy of, you know, are you like him, Dick eventually yeah. becoming Batman and this whole thing between him and Sean and everything like that. And like, you know, that we were Batman and Robin at some point. We dealt with this all in the previous issue and we have to be, have it reiterated here. I'm like, it's just taking up panel play now. Yeah. And Especially again, since people, we don't have anything to do as we're flying over the fucking ocean. Yeah. That's, and people can, people can say, but Eric, but Eric Stray, uh, mm-hmm. you have to remember he's still only 13. That is true, but it's just, it's over the top. Because it does. Like, he is upset. Damien is upset for a a bunch of reasons. One being that he thinks that Dick will eventually become Batman. He thinks that's bullshit. But it's now you do get that little bit more where he thinks that he – that basically like uh, Nightwing says back, Dick says back to uh, Damien, like, I'm not trying to breed baby Robins here. Like, it's not even just, hey, you're going to – because I actually think that – Yes, Damien's like, God damn it, you know, I want to be Batman, but Dick, but it's one of those that if Dick became, if Dick became Batman at some point, I think Damien still wouldn't mind being his Robin. And I think that that is the next, you know, kick in the fucking teeth is that he doesn't even want me as a Robin. He's going to have these little kids or whatever. Hopefully Dick is not a dick. And if he has kids, he does not make them Robins or whatever. Maybe they could actually have, yeah, maybe they can have an actual life that that is better than what these two have had. Uh, But yeah, it is over the top. And like you said, I thought that this was resolved Yesterday, you know, or yesterday, last issue. I thought it was resolved in the last issue of all that. Yesterday to our heroes. Yesterday. (laughs) But yeah, because at that point, it also brings up the whole thing. At that point, there was Damien like, you just want to be Batman. God damn, blah, blah, blah. And Nightwing had to say, fuck you right now. I don't have time for your nonsense. I've got to go find my girlfriend who I think is pregnant. That's still going on, and there's Damien just fucking yelling and screaming at who, him. I who think we that, now know that the, it has escalated to the point where she's kidnapped and taken to Paris. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah, she's in this France. nonsense. Yeah, it has to be like, yes, you could have him like, you know what? I still think, shut up, Damien. We, we have other things to worry about. Even if you had some, I just, I guess there's not much to do when you're going over the ocean. No. I, I don't know. Maybe there's I something a little better I spy with my little eye something blue. <laughs> I smile. It's, it's at the one ocean. point. Yes. At one time, it does look like there's dolphins underneath them, which is pretty hokey. And they do tell a story about, you know, the Batman and Robin deal. And, the hey, I was, hurt, yeah. yeah, and I was dressed up as a clown and I was in a coffin, which, you know, amazingly, 
it happens to kind of play out in this issue as well. Yeah. But they, they get to this monastery that had the uh, – it Court is where Court. the tomb of Richard uh, – what's it called? Richard the First. And it, Richard, the Richard the Lionheart. Richard the Richard Lionheart, who is in the uh, Robin Hood deal. And that was where they got the whole, you know, freaking coordinates to go there. So Prince they John. There. Yeah, and they end up there. And that's when Nightwing's like, you know what? This is personal. Somebody knows what I'm all about. And it is. It's Deathwing. And here's where you have some problems here. We were not aware of Deathwing, but Deathwing is a callback to a 90s yes. character that seemed to have been like a deadly clone of dick the problem is we don't know really what he is here and is it the same character as before is and it was like a teen titans in the in that point it was a right. teen titans villain but be, he does know like you you get the idea that he is a clone kind of just because of what he knows you know he what i knows mean way too much yeah. for what he is you know yeah. so out of nowhere we have this character which is weird to me um because the solicits at first you know I was going to put the previews up this week, and for this one I decided – actually, I did. I didn't write anything about it though because the, the solicit says he's going to face his great-grandfather, the Talon, William yeah. Cobb. I'm like, yeah. is this supposed to be William Cobb or and the solicit just yeah. really that It's just weird up? because in this whole deal, he's – I mean you can't spell it out more. He's fighting him, and there's Dick. You know what? He has my same moves except he's more deadly. And then at the point he grabs – Deathwing grabs Damien and like, you know we want to hit him. And the, Deathwing keeps saying stuff like that. Like, you know, we're better than this. I'm going to – you know, you or it's me. pretty much a, throwing all of Damien's fears out front there. Like, you know, these are Dick's darkest yeah, secrets. Well, and at one Damien. point where like I'm saying about the whole clone deal or whatever, when he has Damien and he's like, you know what – uh, you know, Damien, you're nothing. Like you said, it's it's throwing Damien's fears. But then Dick actually says to himself, he knows Damien. It's like he has my memories, all the feelings I had, but was ashamed of. And so, and and as it's going on, this Deathwing is, you know, almost like the, you know what, you could have been better than this, but you didn't want to go the extra step. And you know, we've seen this a lot when you have like an evil clone yeah. or, or things like that, or even somebody who is a a huge fanboy who wants to be like say i'm the batman who will get shit done and all this but the problem is this is a little too far you know what i mean like you said he does have dick's memories which is crazy in the meantime he does trap damien in a coffin and he, he nails it shut and damien is stuck in there and i don't know i i got a bit confused with what was going on at points in this well, issue the art is not good at all i'm no. telling you the whole thing is where for most of the issue too where we talked about in previously on the final page of the last book where we're trying to figure out what Deathwing was because it looks like he had like fucking staples yeah, in his goddamn face. scalp and, and all here you shit. see he has and I'm telling you, you do see he has, but through the rest, the, like Deathwing is so poorly drawn. Yeah, There's like yeah. nothing, no, like no real parts to his no. face, like are like stand out besides yeah, I don't, the mask. So you have like I don't an outline, like fucking like an outline of hair and a big red mask, and that's yeah. it. I'm like, God damn, this looks terrible. Yeah, I just I don't like the art at all. And there are some people who like it, but yeah, then Deathwing stabs or slices dick in the forehead, and it seems he's poisoned, oh and he kind of gets that. delusional. I'm telling you, you say he gets poisoned. I think there's some kind – I'm telling you. I sat back at this point when I'm reading this book. I'm like, 
is this some kind of strange mystical knife that when you get cut, it shows you the fucking multiverse? Yeah, no, I, I got the idea that he's just poison, and this well, is uh, the, thing the is, things that he sees, all though. These different worlds, and I know, but I just I don't even think that that multiverse. even means. I, I know. I, I just think that it's just him, and it's supposed to be know, this because it's flashy never talked deal. About. I know, but he says, you know, oh, my God, you know, a drop of blood hangs for an eternity before my eyes and i go down the rabbit hole and around me the paths branching off i can't remember which one I, of me i am am i a hero or a villain like what is going on here and this is he's I, trying sorry, to break I, I, through I, I actually said in my review i'm like somehow deathwing seems to have a fucking blade that's connected to the multiverse yeah. and i like because that's really to me like you can go the whole poison route but for what dick sees and how accurate it seems to be for what's yeah. going on in the multiverse i'm like it's yeah, too much it's too he does much. say that it's like it glints black as night or so yeah whatever but it's supposed to get people excited that page and it's a stylized art like it, it all is so it, it kind of throws me off that's not something like that should be a page where all right man i'm gonna take this to conventions and get it signed i don't want that i, I wouldn't no, want to have that page i, I don't art like, on my wall yeah i don't like the art in this uh but yeah at the point he is going to pretty much take care of uh dick in the meantime damien's trying to get out of this goddamn coffin by hitting his head you know this because he's like huh uh, it's me they he called me hard-headed hard-headed huh and because of that when it goes because you don't really see anything going on but out of nowhere right before death uh uh deathwing kills or stabs again dick all of a sudden a robin comes flying out with a fucked up face and i'm like jesus christ he pounded the fuck out of his face <laughs> like what the fuck did he do because yeah it's another uh you know it's another one of these i i don't even know it's uh what do they call him you said dollatron dollatron and it's weird because there's something more to it again with these memories and well, these things you, these are the most like um Technical fucking Dolatrons I've ever yeah, goddamn yeah. seen with what yeah, they it's are a because little you know up. they're supposed to be this genderless fucking you know like uh, lobotomized people to become these goddamn dolls and it seems like if this is the case from what we get here Professor Pig is upping his goddamn game and somehow downloading actual memories of the heroes into these goddamn people yeah so it's very odd I don't I'm telling you in my mind Deathwing is a Dolatron as well but I don't know yeah well it, it's so funny to me because I was I was like because I'm paging through I'm reeling. What the fuck happened to fucking Damien? Jesus Christ, his, his face is like goddamn fucking nothing. And that's you where... The the, and, really yeah, this Dollatron yells, not while Robin lives and, and kicks uh, Deathwing in the face. And then out of nowhere, Damien shows up. But again, they're not even in the same panel. I'm like, whoa, is this him? And he has his face back. I was so confused. I'm a fucking idiot. But yeah, he's and like, then, oh my God. When Damien runs up to Dick, Dick looks at him and he sees Damien, but different versions yeah, of Damien yeah, throughout yeah. the multiverse. Even, you even yeah. see the Batman 666 version there. Yeah, all so maybe up that like, is it. Maybe it is. I, it has to be because so he is weird. seeing all these things. I don't know what that is. Well, again, maybe this is explaining what happens because this is Professor Pig's doing. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he upped his game, and actually, this oh Deathwing God. is from the other con- because he is a '90s character that isn't in the continuity now. Maybe he's actually lifted the he's memories of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and maybe he's maybe he's lifted the memories of a Deathwing and inserted an adult. I don't know. I don't know. And it, it again, it doesn't make much sense overall no. either. Uh, but yeah, this this Robin saves them, and that allows Dick and. Uh, and Damien to to attack Deathwing, and then they get this kid up, and he takes off his goddamn crazy ass mask. And the worst is, it's one of those, you know, you have a mask that is hideous, and then he takes it off, and he's worse. Under- oh my god, put the mask back on. <laughs> yeah, like okay. uh, put it back on, buddy. But yeah, he's like, hey, who are you? And this is where the kid says, my name is Danish. Uh, my father's a truck driver. No, no, my name is Damien Wayne. My father's Batman. And again. It's a little above the whole thing of, you know, Damien and Batman. Like, there's some shit going on here. I don't know if that's a mistake of even letting people know that Damien is, you know, Batman is Damien's dad and that's who his real name is and shit like that. I just saw something I didn't realize before, too, because while Dick is affected by whatever this knife is and he's seeing all this strange-ass shit, his eyes have turned black. Yeah, yeah, I see But again, here's the problem is – and here's the problem. The art is so bad that you don't realize that I right know. away that's the you, problem you really don't. so possibly that we're like you know kind of tapping into the multiverse and finding yeah, out be, this well, information here's I the don't deal know. though go back though when he gets cut his eyes get white almost a Ridley Rossimo like a, a freaking right. from the night of the monster deal he closes his eyes and then looks but while you see them then when he's there when he's looking with uh, Deathwing there his eyes are white still they're not right. black yet it's just odd. But like you said, I think that is the tell because then when he's like, who? And he's laying there and he looks up at Damien, his his eyes then are black. When Damien grabs him, it's like, An remember, you were weak. No yeah, sure, and, no yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there it is black, but I, the art's so awful in this to me <laughs> that you can't because even then, a little bit after that, it looks like he's got white eyes again. So, yeah, he stepped yeah. out of it. But I, I think know. you're right. I think that you're right, though. But even the second panel, after he's been stabbed, he kind of, you can see yeah, yeah. whites of his eyes. But I think you're right that when the eyes go black, it is. And they do seem to be looking through the multiverse in, and thinking there's somebody else from the multiverse. I think that, you know, this could be this kid, this Danish, might even think that he's the Robin with dick as batman you know what i mean like who knows but it's funny too not funny but it kind of drove me a little insane where the kid there he just saved them and it's obvious he is not right eric i'm looking at him right now (laughs) he's fucked up this is not a normal kid something is wrong here plus him just wearing what appears to be somebody's goddamn fucking skin over his face he says no my name is damian wayne my father is batman and this is where i thought that tim silly did an awful job with damian because damian goes what you oh and it's like he's gonna kill him and like and then he says then dick says robin look at his face at Deathwing's. oh my god I'm like, he didn't see this before the kid. How could you not see this? Yeah, you're not growing up through Batman, Damien. (laughs) Yeah, no, you are not a detective here. But yeah, he he leads this kid off and he's like, hey, Robin, and he's going with it. He's going to go full on. Yeah, and he's like, hey, Robin, he's going to use this kid. This kid's going to get kicked to the curb at the end. But he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it. He's not coming back to that Batcave. I can guarantee that shit. No. And yeah, he's got all those lobotomy scars and shit. But he's like, oh, yeah, our creator, Solar Art. 
apart and became enamored with it. Yeah, he's there with her. And they're like, oh, no, there it is, her potential. The Dollatron copies of Damien and me. It's worse than I imagined. And he says me. So, yeah, I do think Tim Seeley is fully it's, it's saying so that weird, he's though, a Dollatron. The Deathwing thing just feels so weird, though. I mean, I know we have the Robin here. It's very similar. But the, the Deathwing just feels even more for some reason. Like, it, it's so far removed from what we know a Dollatron to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, it even seems like he's got memories from another continuity, and it is Professor Pig. He realizes then that with the Dollatrons and all this stuff that it's Professor Pig behind it, and then you go off, and it is, in fact, Professor Pig who likes to – he likes uh, Sean's art, and it's funny. He's like – and I'm not – this is not a joke, Eric. Settle down. This is not a joke, okay? He okay. says, it's so nice to work with a fellow artist for once, Miss Sang. You put so much of what's inside you into your own work. I actually thought he said, I'm going to put my – I don't even know what I read. I swear to God, I <laughs> thought he was talking about fucking her. Oh, no, it's the next one. He's like, yeah, yeah. now I'll put what's inside you into mine. And I was like, I really thought he was like, and now I'm going to put me inside of you. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Professor Pig. It really – I actually – and it was no joke. I thought it was like, oh, that's a really bad way to phrase it. But uh, No, when no, he no. Says He's it, just going to have her fuck him. Yeah, yeah. What he says, I, I, you put so much what's inside you into your own work, and now I'll put what's inside you into mine. And I don't know, is he going to try to make a Dollatron of her? Is he going to use her as some sort of, I don't know. But behind him is a woman type deal. Maybe this yeah, is like a mannequin Dollatron. And it kind of like does have her hairstyle, which is, that's the kind of the scary bit of it. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I, I think that it was a little more confusing than it needed to be. I thought and it was Damien really was padded out in my mind. Yeah, I thought Damien was a little over the top. And when, when the Dollatron Robin came out, I was actually a little confused like an idiot. But it just happened, you know, out of nowhere. In the meantime, this is where, and I think you were saying and you'd agree, up until this point, you weren't really thinking that Night or Deathwing was a Dollatron. You were thinking no. because, like you said, it expands on that so much more than what we're used to that it just didn't seem like that. So all of a sudden, when you're told that he, in fact, was also a Dollatron, plus he's pretty much taken care of and shoved aside just because the the Robin part then is supposed to be yeah. the big part. You know, they even this guy has been involved in in kidnapping Sean. Right? You, he went there and grabbed her. Yeah. Uh, he's in been my mind, pretty we much never saw who that was, but you have yeah. to assume. In my yeah, mind I would, it was I that would way. assume it's him. He's been telling Dick that basically, you know what? I'm the kick-ass version of you that'll kill, and I'll do this. They pretty much seem to knock him out. Damien looks like he spits on him. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. He does. I think he spits on his face. And then go back and look. It's right before that I'm fucked up right Dollatron's face. He does. He yeah. spits on his face. He's like, that's more like it, and spits on him, and then they leave him there. They just walk away. Why would you do this? I mean, if you're going to, you got to at least tie him up. Damien spits on him. That's <laughs> now, good enough. Now he's got, you got hepatitis now, buddy. <laughs> it's fucked up. But yeah, it's almost like, okay, now, we're done with you. Now we'll move on to the next the big thing. thing. I don't know why it bothered me so much, but since we saw, you know, uh, Dick and Damien fly off in the last issue and Deathwing was just taking care of some cops and crooks, yeah. like, how did Deathwing get there before him and set up a goddamn yeah. trap? Yeah, really. Yeah, that is true. It bothered me. I don't know why yeah. it bothered me so much, I but just, it did. It just bothered me that they just left them there. But yeah. uh, what would you give it? 
I gave it a 5.8 out of 10. Uh, I'm telling you, there were aspects to this that I found interesting, like the whole multiverse angle. It just was not explained that much. Yeah, and I do like yeah. seeing Dick and Damien together, but even that had problems where just reiterating the same things we had last issue of stuff, you know, a lot of readers yeah. already know. Yeah, and, and even just trying had to get the, the feels, but without yeah, like, working for that's it. That's the problem. You get that whole, you know what, we were the best, Batman and Robin. And I said, yeah, I've seen this before, and a thing that made me goddamn cry like a baby. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't. Then I start getting angry. And, uh, I don't know. I'd give it a six. I, I liked it a little slightly more than you, but I just, it wasn't like, that I great do want to me. know what's going on with these Dolatrons and why they yeah, all I do too. just freaking, you know, it, it's like, weird, though. close to the actual fucking genuine it's, article. The weird thing about it is it's like the Dolatrons seem to be what they're pushing towards, but like you said earlier, the whole multiverse thing seems to be an angle that I want to see what's going yeah. on. I even overlooked it, actually, until you said it, so I'm glad you you, you know, said that. I don't think that we're going to get much about that. I really don't. We'll have something like Professor Pig say something like, you know, it'll be like the extremist. Oh, there's a, you know, the thin membrane of the multiverse. We took advantage of it and you'll get nothing. It's just going to be this crazy thing about this mystical knife that I found yeah. in a ruin somewhere that was believed to come from another world or yeah. all worlds. Yeah, yeah, it'll be weird. But Nonsense. we're going to move on to a book I liked a little better and also has Damien in it as well, Eric. Super Sons, number two, written by Peter Tomasi, art by Jorge Jimenez, Alejandro Sanchez, and Rob Lee. It's only taken two issues for Super Sons to be one of my favorite books in all of Rebirth. I love John and Damien, and Peter Tomasi is giving fans just the right amount of each while showing why they are great characters solo, but even better together. Throw in Lex Luthor, some Kid Amazo, and incredible art by Jorge Jimenez, and I am all in. And yeah, the art in this, I think, is incredible. I, I love do. Jorge Amena yeah. so much. I'm telling you, my favorite thing that ever happened with Rebirth is when it was announced that Jorge was going to be on this book because yeah. I love everything he does. And when, when I read this and look at it, boy, I wish he was also on Teen Titans. I really wish that he could go, you know, some of these artists are on two books, you know. Oh, it's a, like a I talk about, ship, you know, whenever so. I have a Green Lantern book, I want Ethan Van Skyver yeah, on whatever yeah. it is. It's it, and it's funny because I say like oh I'd like Jorge on this I'd love him on Nightwing it's like I'm, I'm making the guy work overtime but it, just it, for Jorge. me but boy it looks good uh, you start out and you get a little more of the prologue uh, with the Reggie. Reggie and you find out it still doesn't make complete sense why Reggie has made a movie set I don't no. understand why that is. Uh, I'll go with it, but it, it's Reggie, now, yeah. and he is getting a little darker. Uh, he's Playing not sending, hide and seek with his yeah, family. Yeah, he's not sending people into the cornfield now. Eric. No. He is pretty much just killing them if he finds them. It's deadly hide and seek, and he's going a little the most dangerous uh, insane. It's almost as if he has a split personality. <laughs> he actually, you see some uh, of the powers that he has. Uh, That's again, the thing is, though, the Amazo virus, as far as I know, gave you one power, and yeah. then it burns you out. But see, like we find out in this issue that some of the people who are affected by the Amazo virus, they survived this whole thing, and we see yes. that this one family, like you know, they all got powers and survived. For some reason, Reggie has multiple goddamn powers, and I don't understand yes, why. Yes, he does. Of that, it doesn't seem like the rest of the family are using theirs. Grip this. Grip this, my friend. Reach in my pants and grip this. Okay. We also get the idea that he did go back. He used his power to go back to LexCorp. That's yeah. why they've been going back. I believe he went to the Amazovirus deal and somehow used that or the tech he got to steal all the powers that his family had as well. So I think that at some point, one of his family was a shapeshifter. He used that Amazo, uh, you know, the Amazo 
robot or whatever right. to steal that power and get that himself. There is some sort you of thing. You mean like it's not the shapeshifter, but like a multiplying kind uh, yeah, of thing? Yeah, well, no, that, I that, think I, I actually think that his original power was probably to multiply. Yeah, that, because that's some, what we see in LexCorp, where yes, he's in many places yes. at once. And then when he went there, because he did go and did something to the Amazo robot. And I believe that what he must have done was get some sort of tech to siphon the powers off the rest of his family. Because like they say, Why they spell out – Why is LexCorp so I unprotected? I don't know. I don't kid, know. Like if, if multiple That's kids go to LexCorp, somebody yes. can get in. That is one of my – I told you when I reread this, uh, I had a couple problems. That's my main problem. Now, again, maybe – I don't know because it only seems like he can multiply. There's yeah. not like invisibility no, or I'm whatnot. Though, but then he lifts his fu- a sofa over his goddamn head and crushes his father with it. Again, if you go, I would say that my guess will be we'll see possibly that Archie, who was a big kid anyway, maybe he had super strength because these people are held hostage by him. And it's it, very obvious that if they have powers, they ain't using them. And I think that it's pretty much that they don't have them anymore. I think that he's well, that, used the Amazo deal to take it from them you know, because the they, even is, in the subtle things they point out kind of that as they go i'm gonna get to a point i'm gonna jump way ahead here just because i want to talk more about this reggie and the fucking yeah. incredibles family here i think that i don't know if i can go with this because by the end i think reggie is dead and his sisters killed him really you think because that the sister's the fucked up one because the thing, no, I'm saying Reggie's fucked up because at okay. the end there, when Superboy and freaking, you know, uh, Damien come across this whole thing, it, he looks at the chairs and says, four bodies. Yeah, yeah. Or no, like, uh, or yeah, four bodies. And the thing is, with there, there should be four all together with the fucking little sister. Four. I'm looking because there's, yeah, there's him. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that is odd. Maybe the sister's the fucked up one. And it's all and the sister twist survived and turn at the end. Yeah, she's upset. She but there's ran. four bodies in the house when there's mom, dad, Archie, Reggie, and the little sister. So that's yeah, five maybe. people, four bodies, and we maybe see that the sister. Mistake. That, maybe we'll find out. Maybe. That or yeah. fucking Reggie is shapeshifted into his sister at the end and fucking yeah, playing because, goddamn well, possum. And that might be. That might be the whole deal there is he's sh- – because he can. You've seen it set up. He can turn into multiple deals. Yeah, he might have – the sister may be off. He did something. He killed her, and now he's shapeshifting that. But well, he's Damien pissed. says four bodies, and right there I'm like, yeah. how is there four fucking bodies? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking, and yeah, as he goes through, he's just killing everyone. And, you know, he's like, and he's mad. He's like, hey, you you were a big brother who always thought he was better than me and, and pretty much kills Archie. Then he goes to his dad. Hey, you didn't think I measured up as a superhero. And that's where uh, that's where the dad yells, Reggie's son, that device is messing with. And then he yeah. gets clobbered. So he does act. That's actually definitely the thing that he stole from LexCorp. And right. I do think it's siphoned all of their powers. Uh, but yeah, and he's like, oh, mom was always there to protect me until she wasn't. And you go Ooh. and he's insane and he is killing everyone. And he wants to play and he's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I guess there, you, were out, out, you were outnumbered. Uh, let's see what Sarah thinks of this and of Kid Amazo. And that's where he calls himself Kid Amazo. And she runs off. And, you know, then we get to where Damien and uh, John were breaking in LexCorp. And because, of, you know. It's all because of that. The break-in that they were investigating is Reggie, which they do yeah. find out. Also, I right, noticed. Right. How about this? How about this? I'm, I'm just going to do a little addendum here because I see the like uh, freaking Sarah running away, and she looks like she's going into the woods where we do find it at the end of the issue. Yeah. What if Reggie, in his multiple forms, kills one of himself so when people do investigate, it looks like the Ooh, entire family's dead? That could be it. 
that could be it that he killed. I'm looking to see if there's somebody else laying nope, around. Ju- it's just mom, dad, yeah, and Archie. Yeah, I was just saying, like at the end, he kind of right. you see him laying there. But yeah, that that would be good. Here, you have the mind of a murderer. Uh, of a serial killer. But yeah, they're trying to get in. I really like this because Lex, we saw in the last issue, Lex shows up behind him and is like, hey, God, boys. Yeah, hey, boys, what's going on? And I love that uh, Tomasi uses this <laughs> as a great way to, what did it sound like he was a pedophile or something? Hey, no, boys, no, no. What's... I just I just love the look on John's face when he's hanging there and he hears a voice behind him. He's yeah. like, oh, God, oh, God. I'm yeah, so and I trouble. think that this is the best thing because it does show you the differences between the two john is still a younger boy who is afraid to do the wrong thing damien doesn't care so when lex comes behind them and it's like so which one of you is going to explain john thinks he's going to be in trouble damien is pissed off because this is going to cause him to you know it's going to waste his time basically and i love that i love that that you don't need damien to full out say you know hey i'm the one who doesn't do now they he does do this but yeah, to me, this is the this is the best of it, where you see when they are under duress here, that how they naturally act, and and yeah, John is he's shitting his pants right there, and his, his fucking <laughs> it's and okay, really he's a boy. And the problem is, he shits his pants. Lois ain't washing those pants for months, and it's gonna no, no, fucking no. stink. He he's uh, actually afraid that she's gonna get into a drunken rage and hit him, so he's hiding. Yeah, really. Well, that is true too. But it, it's great because you you go on, you find out that there's Damien too. Damien looks around. Not much of a way to get out of this situation, no. except grab John and throw him, and then yell to Lex, and also trash talks Lex completely. Like, hey, buddy, why can't you? You know, you can do all these things, but you can't even cure baldness. You fucking cue ball, <laughs> and it's so good. And he's all he's doing is trying to throw Lex off. And when that really doesn't work that much, he grabs John and throws him and says, "Hey, by the way, he can't fly." And I like it too. He calls him that kid. The kid can't fly. And then Lex is like, okay. Lex actually undoes Damien's fucking thing that so he can't so get funny down. That's so to me. Exactly. That's the yeah. whole thing. He freaking breaks Damien's line so he's falling as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and, oh, he fucked yeah. you good, Damien. And, and then Damien just shoots his deal the and gets away. The fucking battle of the minds right now. now. And here's the thing is as this is going on, I do think that the art progression isn't the greatest. Uh, where Damien's falling. The art's great. But the progression of here with Lex trying to save John and then immediately you see Damien falling. And then all of a sudden he's on the rooftop. You do see kind of how, but he, then he's he right in. Up, yeah, yeah. It just, I, it seemed like there was a missing panel, like just the way they just decided to go there. Uh, but you see what's going on. But yeah. yeah, Lex saves John. John gets a fucking pair and kicks Lex in the face again. He's afraid of getting in trouble, and he knows who Lex is. He knows super, but you know what I'm saying? Like this is not the guy that you want to have take to your dad who is superman lex no. ends up knocking on the door i imagine grabbing john by the ear and like i think this belongs to you john freaks out and he's like we're nobody nobody kicks him and runs and yeah as this is going on damien is going into the lab we find out later that he is actually just trying to get intel uh and really the and whole point of this you, so- I love the fact, the whole point that we have the Super Sons team up here. The whole thing the book is based on is just because Damien expected something like this yep. happen and brought Superboy along to be a distraction. Yeah, to be a distraction. And when you it all dick. wraps around, all Damien wants to do is go back to Batman and go, hey, here's this Look case. What I got. It's half done. Finish it, you <laughs> loser. Like he really wants to impress his dad. 
I you love like that. Dick Grayson. Look but what yeah, I did. All, and he even says as it's going on, he's like, hey, you know what? I knew you'd be a good distraction. John's like, you fucking asshole. And I, I do think that this book is already starting to do one of those where you have, like, say Damien is t- a 10 in dickiness and fucking John is a uh, a 10 in being a great kid. I do think they're going to come closer together in the middle. You see yeah, John, too. you see John kick Lex in the face. So you're going to get John who's going to get a little more hardened and a little more not snarky, but a little more uh you know aggressive or even confident and I think you're going to get a Damien who realizes that he's got to be a little better guy and I think they'll be better for for the the two of them. John what needs a- to grow a pair. He needs what to a- tell Lois to fucking stop <laughs> this nonsense one of my favorite things though is when lex catches back up to john he's like uh like uh, i'm not doing nothing oh really then why is your friend currently planting explosives in my lab? Yeah. like what are you and lex flies him inside the lab where damien is talking about and then there's just john yeah. and lex has him hanging by his cape just lifted up in the air he's like hey buddy what you <laughs> doing <laughs> yeah i'm telling you even when lex catches him and the panel when He's like, uh, you're not the usual kids. Like, uh, you're not normal. You guys have speed and agility. And the panel where it's raining on him, and, and John starts lying, and he's smiling. Ah, uh, we're fans. We broke out of a uh, uh, St. Mary's orphanage. Dude. It's so, it's such a great panel. It made me laugh so much that John is so bad at this. But yeah, hey, hey, buddy. You, even what even you when they are in the lab, and Damien is tinkering away at this bomb, and we see Damien with his tongue hanging out a little yeah. bit as he does it, he's concentrating. Yeah, yeah he's concentrating. So much of this book is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, the the big thing, like you said, there's a couple things. The big thing that is weird is what is Lex doing with this security if this kid can get in? But hopefully Seriously. we'll be able to see that. But yeah, it looks like he's planning a bomb and Lex, you know, he, he zaps it. He gets rid of it. And Damien's like, oh, you know what? I'm giving you to the count of five. And then Lex, why is that? And it's funny, too, because at that point, John's <laughs> rubbing his fucking head. John doesn't know what hit him here. And he's like, up oh, to find the other 12 or 11, he says. And Lex starts going. Damien slides between Lex's legs and goes, we're leaving. And then they go. And again, I do hope that eventually John does get and flight. I, I like, just wait. love that reveal, though, when everything starts picking and we see the 11 other bombs planted all yeah. over the lab. Yep. And it's awesome. It really is. And they're going. And this, then Damien spells out, listen, by now he realizes those weren't explosives. The, you know, he, he did this whole thing where he's trying to hack in and he does. And it bores him too, because he's like, yep, you made a perfect distraction. And that's where John picks him up. And he's like, you're really going to leave me all alone. You, I should have never let this happen. He's pissed. And I, you know, Damien's got to watch himself because John is Superboy. Uh, but yeah, Damien then says, whatever, I got what I came for. And that's where, he says, I just came in to get this Lex course of security log. He wants to see who's breaking in. He's fucking yawning. <laughs> it's so funny because he actually says at that point, you're not even a half-decent Batman. And then Damien's like, yeah, I'm better. And then the thing that – then the next thing just cracks me up because as Damien's doing this, they don't spell it fully out. John was hungry and wanted candy and fucking drinks and went off. Yeah. yeah, he went off to get shit, comes back, and then dresses back up, gives Damien the change. And this is where Damien sees that, in fact, that Reggie had broken in. And he's there on the android. The And it is the, you know, amazing 
so, yeah. android. Uh, and he's doing something to it, but then the camera goes dead after that. This is where I'm like, oh, here goes Eric Shea. He's going to be mad because John uses his super fast sight or whatever uh. to go through all of that, and you you never like that. But he does. He hits the fast forward, so at least you know it. That's that. Yeah, he can it, it's see not it. like you know going and doing a computer thing real quick. Yeah, yeah. Computer can't go the super speed like that. Yeah. But just having super good eyesight. And he, but he's like, hey, you know what? I found the guy. And he says, I found the guy. Actually, a lot of him. And they look. And it's a great thing for both of them to work together, even though Damien doesn't want to give John any credit whatsoever. No. And he's like, oh, yeah, some clones kind of morphing. And he grabs it. But then that's where you get the idea that this all – he wants this to lead back to showing Batman that he can be you know, a detective like him. But he uses the Bruce Wayne Batman fucking facial recognition database well, to find out Well, that's the thing is, is I like it too because you know he's trying to figure out what this thing is. John uses his powers. He's like, oh, we still don't know who this is. And then John immediately just runs it through the Teen Titans freaking database kind of no. thing. Oh, oh, I got something. And Damien's kind of upset. He's like, well, I did this and I found out exactly where he's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, They're always trying to one-up one another, and I and really love uh, that. And that's where, even in that, the uh, newspaper article, it does say, a mesovirus survivor's retained powers. Reggie Myers, one member of a superpowered family that still retained the powers gained during last month, and then it gets caught. And they do say that uh, later. But yeah, they, they go and find out where the last deal, and they do have the mesovirus little uh, freaking, what's it called, editor's note. That it was a plague started by Lex Luthor using the power stealing android Amazo. It has diverse yeah, it, effects. It was so. weird though. It was something that was created. It was yes. actually, you know, it was not unleashed by Lex Luthor. It was in this containment unit, but like, wow, we found out previously in the Justice League that somebody was trying to kill Lex Luthor and they hired, um, oh, fuck. Who, I was going to say Nuclon, but I don't think it's fucking Nuclon because that doesn't make sense to me. I forget who the assassin was. But for whatever reason, he uh, he hit this goddamn thing, released the Amazo virus, and then all of freaking Metropolis was under quarantine as people were being affected by this. And all of our heroes, besides really Batman, were fucking taken down yeah. because they were affected by this. Like your Batman got in a containment suit. Yeah. I think even he got knocked out at some point. But everybody with powers was on the verge of death while normal people got powers that eventually burned them out burned and them killed out. them. But this is, again, the way they spell this out where – they say with this android amazo that's the steel power stealing android yeah. that's why i think that like you said the the family didn't have powers because i do think he went grabbed something from the android took it back stole right. his family's powers i think just well, because he always felt left out it does doesn't but it does know this? yeah yeah really but yeah then uh that's where you have where Damien's like, you know, this kid and his entire family were powered up by the Amazo virus last year. And then John's like, but my father said everyone lost their powers when it was cured. And I do think this is going to be a running joke through the book where they rip each other about their dads because he's like, my father says your dad is not a detailed person. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it, Batman. Always fucking throwing shade behind you. know. Ooh. I, I could just see it because at one point Damien was probably like, you know. Superman's stronger than you. Yeah, you know what? He's not a details person. But yeah, they, they it says 5% of the survivors kept their power. So they're going to go with that. We, You know, whatever. It, it goes well with the story. And really, you didn't even like the Amazovirus story that much. I and really I don't think a lot like of it. people read it. And of all the other things that were changed around, I, I don't mind this at all. I really don't. Especially because I think that this is it's a fun so story. It's so weird, though. It's all the way back then where we had the whole idea that Lena Luthor was a bad guy and she was yeah. the one who was trying to assassinate yep. Lex and now we're dealing we just got done dealing with that in Superwoman yep 
So you have Damien. He wants to break into this big warehouse, and the front door is wide open. <laughs> Freaking John points to it. Details. And then you have that crazy – not crazy, but you have that like heroes walking shot oh, yeah. with Damien. Everything looks great here. Uh, but they go in, and again, it, it, it looks like a movie set, a TV set, but nobody's there. And that's where they find dead bodies. And John's done. John really is like – what the fuck? I'm out. I, I like that a lot because deal. there's no way John is dealing with a bunch no. of fucking dead bodies. No. And I like the fact that he has just done – he even pushes Damien to the point like you know, he smashes into the fucking yeah. wall. He's yeah, like, he's done. Crazy. Yeah, this People is not dead. fun anymore. we got to do something about this. And I this. really do think that you know, during these times and things like that, you do have John kind of playing grown-up and being – and in fact, one of the best lines of the week is in this book right before this scene when they're walking in. They're talking about the Teen Titans and that John's like – and he's a little kid. And he's like, yeah. yeah, why didn't you invite me to be part of the Teen Titans? And Damien is reading the paper and goes, what part of teen don't you understand? <laughs> and if I was John, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on with Starfire? She don't seem like no teen. But yeah, he's there, and that's when John sees the bodies, and he's like, I'm done. This is nonsense. I, I can't take this. Almost throws up at a point, too, when he oh, goes yeah. out. He says, I'm going to be sick. That is very natural. He is not. And I even, he, I even like the line because it seems very childlike, where, like, you know, Damien gets up from being pushed into the goddamn wall. He's like, fly away, cry, baby. This investigation is open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hardened. That, that Damien. But yeah, John's in the woods. Well, yeah, he's killed. So many guys yeah, I know. Three is not yeah, be a this fun. doesn't make any. It doesn't bother him. But yeah, he's looking. It is five chairs, four bodies, like you said. So we'll see if that is something that was kind of uh, messed up or not. But yeah, there's John. He's like, hi. He sees the the girl, and he's like, hey, did you run from the warehouse? Yes, I did. She says, and that's where Damien's like, someone's missing. In the meantime, you see the shadow behind him right there and then it moves and it looks like superman's over him with his right. eyes uh eyes ablazing and you have john in the woods trying to make the girl uh, feel better and batman's in the on uh, the branch behind you know yeah, what's weird he, about this part i actually that? saw this almost like you know oh, I, don't, I can't say a metaphor but it was something in my mind that wasn't actually there it was like just it a wasn't way to there like it was like uh like damien was being more of like superman or something no, no, like or? you know he's, he's calling back to like you know go back to your daddy and you know yeah. just thinking about superman as like you know it's over top of him so i didn't actually see this as uh characters that were actually yeah. there i so, mean yeah, really sure. maybe that maybe they even realized that and having the shadow come up to damien that really spells out that, that yeah i didn't there. i didn't see that shadow yeah, at first yeah. either so and, yeah and you know you're supposed to think like really i the big thing is like what the fuck's going on but some people like it's a good thing because their parents have arrived I'm like, i don't think i think I reggie's think so. fucking shape-shifting and then being some crazy shit uh but we'll see we will see what's going on. It could be one of those like a psychic projection. I don't know. I don't know. The The problem being is we don't know Reggie's power set. Yeah, we don't know how many powers he has. We don't know if, in fact, he did steal powers. He went to get the Amazo Android, and they spelled it out that it is a power-stealing Android. So yes. it does lead to that. So, yeah, I just don't know how he got into LexCorp like that and was able to get to I'm pretty sorry, much. Like if that, Lex my... has that there, that should be – under lock and key uh, that is under lock and key that's in a, a vault that mr miracle i mean this is something that is awful that lex doesn't want out and yet this kid can just walk in and, and walk right up to it it's, and not only that but knows exactly what he has to yeah, take to do yeah, what he wants these are things that i have a problem with with this issue like right now i'm thinking yeah. you know 
there I had a problem with, you know, there's four bodies, but five, yeah, six, yeah, like, four yeah. bodies. But like, so I don't know what's going on with that. But the idea that Reggie can fucking just walk into LexCorp, go to a most secure fucking place and then tinker around with an Amazo Android yeah. and get what he wants. I'm like, eh, it's a little bit yeah, too that's, far. That's the thing that point. throws me off a bit. The problem or the, the best part of that is I can overlook it because to me, it's all about Damien and John. And we've said a lot of these rebirth books when they first start that first six issues. Like, yeah. This is great. I love the characters in it. The art's incredible. And I will give uh, Tomasi a pass to see how he explains it. If Really, it's almost a mix-up-click-like deal because you have a family that seemed to be powered up. You tell me that the one person had you know, some telekinesis, this other, and I can start believing things. But – he had to get them first. So breaking into LexCorp, just that's the thing that threw me off. And still, yeah. I gave it a 9-2. I think this book's incredible. It's yeah. a lot of fun. You can overlook some of these nitpicks and just read it. And it's one of the f- most fun that I have had reading books in a long, long time in Rebirth. Uh, and I love it. And I love that it has two characters I love. I me love well. Damon and I love John. So I'm looking forward to this being a great book going forward as well. But what would you give it? Uh, because of those inconsistencies, though, I'm not going to overlook them just for this issue. But I do love the art. I love the characters. And I like I really look forward going forward with this book. But I would give it an 8 out of 10 because of those All problems right. I had with it. All right. So you love that Justice League. And that, that didn't. I, I that don't know why you keep saying that. that People have heard spell, it already. That didn't spell out shit. You were arguing with me. Well, you know, it could be fucking Molly Lion. There you yeah. go. Fucking yeah, but this could be that Reggie is an alien who actually Reggie is Batmite. There you go. Reggie could, is Mexico. It could be. So I, uh, the next issue and the last issue of this. What did you call it? The Super Sons Young the, Robin slash Trinity. The well, Super what, Bat section. The Super Bat section. Trinity number seven, written by Cullen Bunn, art by Clayman, Miguel Mendanca. Johnny Desjardins, Brad Anderson, and Steve Wands. Cullen Bunn was called in early to bail Francis Manipal out of the hot water. And while I give him credit for putting something together quick, I hated this issue. After such a lackluster start of this book, it just felt wrong to have an issue that didn't even feature Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and the team we got just felt off to me. I know this was a last-second fill-in issue, but it didn't have to feel so much like a last-second fill-in issue. And yeah, the behind the scenes, it seems as if... Uh, Francis Manipal had written some sort of issue that DC thought was going to cause a little too many waves, that it was going to be something politically charged possibly, and they didn't want that nonsense. So Cullen Bunn is going to be doing a uh, annual coming up, and I even think a mini arc as well. So they just kind of like, you know hey, when the Cullen, annual is coming? Know, throw this in. I think it's three more months from now. Okay. Uh, I think that there's two issues in an annual. Uh, I think that's the case. Uh, don't pull me up, but it's not next month. So you get this, which is basically seems to be a prologue to that annual. Uh, And it is – I I really was thrown off by this. First off, because I have – I didn't like that first arc. I thought that the first arc had a lot of fucking questions left out there and didn't do what I wanted that to do uh, was to get the Trinity together again. Uh, especially with the pre-Flashpoint Superman. It started out great. That first issue seemed to be going towards that. Next, we go into the Black Mercy. We didn't know rules. Things were thrown out. So by the end... White Mercy shows up. Yeah, and and Poison Poison Ivy was there, and then her mind was wiped by the green. Oh, great. So at the end of that, we had a lot of people who said, you know what, I'm done. 
I gave yeah. it six issues. I'm done. You know, we still go on and still continue to read and review these things. But yeah, this isn't the book that I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be my version, you know, my Justice League. Yeah. I really wanted to do it. And of course, I wasted a pick because when this was announced, I grabbed it. I said, I'm, I'm doing that book. I really want to do that book. And it's almost like a wasted draft pick now because, yeah, I was so into doing this because I – and even you said in the behind the scenes, I love Francis Manipal. I love his writing and his art. And you were just like, yeah, I read his detective when he took over detective with uh, Brian Bucciolano and you didn't like it. No, but I was a much, huge fan. fan. No, I was a huge fan of his Flash. So I was like, you know what? I haven't had Francis Manipal in a while. I'm going to have me a slice of Francis Manipal pie. And I got. I, yeah, I've not my toes. In yeah, a I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not. I'm not impressed. And uh, up until this point, though, the book has been great on the art side, and it's just the story's been wonky. That doesn't even continue because I do love Clay Man. Normally, I don't even like his art that much in this issue. I'm it, telling you, it this, just this seems art, off. It's a little off from what we're used to with Clay Man. I still found myself enjoying it's it for okay. the most part. It's okay. It's not Clay Man, though, to me. No. It's like when I saw it, I'm like, all oh, right, Clay Man, yeah. But it starts off, and it's Raja Gold. Here it is. It's the Trinity, and it's the, you know, pretty much what everybody's saying. Oh, it's the Dark Trinity. No, no, here. no. That's in Red Hood and the Owls. Yeah, that's the problem I have. Number one, we already have a Dark Trinity, and it's a lot more fun. This isn't a trinity of any sorts to me because there's not one person except possibly like it's weird when Lex is and I'm not even saying Lex is a good guy now. I'm saying that it's weird that Lex is even in the he's the best guy of the three anyway, no matter when he is. And it's it's weird and it throws me off. You know, I said that it was weird to have Lex involved. I even think it's weird to have Raja Ghoul involved because he does not play with others like this. You no. know what I'm saying? Well, and he plays st- with the colony right now. Yeah, well, yeah. But he's in the, you know, he's leading he's the, a this lot whole of thing. Lately. Yeah, and this whole dark trinity and in this um, seems to be Sersky is the one in charge. No way is fucking Raj dealing with that. There's no way. But it starts off and it, it, it's outside of conduct. Eric, uh, the Kandaki board, you do not want to go there, but I don't mind it, but you don't get enough setup of what's going on, but it's cool. If this was just a Raj story, I'd be okay. But the setup, besides for the whole idea that we were summoned here by dreams, the three of them, Cersei, Lex and Raz, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't want you to get all upset like Justly again. I think I like this issue more than you. I I, I fucking hate it. This kind of reminded me of going into, um, the Last Crusade, where we got to go into this place. Well, that does. Lost Ark, but uh, how does Lex get summoned? Uh, through dreams. No, he never says that. He never says. They're, All Raj that. says is, oh, you were summoned too? And Lex is like, yup. I, I just assumed it was all no, dreams. No, why would Lex? Because Lex, through the whole thing, says, I don't agree with this. I don't deal with old relics and things. Why would he follow a dream here? It doesn't make sense to what he's No, it doesn't make sense to his character at all. It doesn't make sense to what he's saying even in this issue. For him to just go, Oh, I had a dream. I think I'm going to conduct that that makes sense for a mystical guy like Raj. It does not make sense at all for Lex, and it's just fucking brushed aside. It's brushed aside. Oh, you were summoned here too? Yup. 
Let's go. And even at a point where there is a statue attacking uh, fucking Roz's guys and Lex comes in and knocks it over and, and defeats it. And then it's like, I don't believe in this stuff. You, you just saw it. <laughs> Everything is so hokey to force them into the situation. And it does not make any sense. Yeah, Roz might have these fucking, uh, you know, a dream or whatever. He's not going to risk his life for a goddamn dream outside the Kandaki border. He might send the guys with him i don't think and once he sees cersei he's gonna be like fuck you bitch i'm in charge and yet he's I, just I think, like I there think let cersei believe that she's in charge yeah, until he wants you to do what he needs get to that. do you, you don't get that though he does say like oh we'll see what's going on it's more cersei like i'm gonna control them and it, it's yeah. just out of it, nowhere it's, it's a in power a book. play right now and the thing is the best part i like about it is that you know say you want to go with this dark trinity i don't agree with that just because in this issue besides for what we've been getting lately with lex luthor I think that Lex is still a good guy here, but no, like I'm... he's actually to the point where he's a little upset himself that he's considered this fucking being when, you know, yes, I have these great intentions for the world. I have this great power that I want to help things with, but I am, you know, in his mind, he's still going about things the right way. He has fa- faltered in the past. He is trying to change it. He wants to be a yeah, superman. I don't, I don't get that at all. I don't get that one bit. Now, it may change in the annual. Uh He's there, and he's just going right along with him. I mean, he doesn't know. Well, he She's says there. to a point, we got to destroy these things. Oh, They're yeah, but evil. that's afterwards. What happens if this pit actually unleashes actually, the end of the world? What, know, he did, Cody, why wouldn't he stop it before? Lex she Luther, says what in my gonna, mind, Lex Luthor, in my mind, would actually, even with this being the good guy that he wants to be, would even take this shit because he wants to study it to see no, what the he properties might, are. But the problem the is, idea, at the point mind, she's, wants to destroy it, she's spelling like, it out, though, why would he let it go that far? Why would he let it go to the point where they're He's unleashing what fella. could – yeah, but it could be the, the devil of all devils. He has no idea, and it says it's the power of creation and destruction, and he's just standing there because I don't think Cullen Bunn has any way for him to really he, – he doesn't have much wiggle room with him. He can't be fully evil like you said because he isn't now, so he makes it seem like he's curious, but he can end up ending the world right here. It, he doesn't come off as a good guy. Uh, and just the whole thing, like I said. Like here, it's like this. Choose your words carefully, sir. Say, if you expect me to believe you're some sort of demigoddess of myth, don't mistake ambition for evil. That's a misconception that lesser beings hold dear. Yeah. Because they're like tra- talking about his ambition to fucking be this freaking Yeah, but Superman, they haven't but like, said that. He just he, says he, it to them. That's I'm saying. They, they're not like, oh, you know no, what? See, Everything's some forced. Some might even say that we three are products of Pandora's folly. He's like, hey, hey, hey. You know, I'm not evil. I just have a great ambition to do, like, what I want in life, which I consider good. Again, also, what the fuck is the Pandora's Pits? And really, what I wanted to say, the main thing, this issue, the minute I started reading it, it was a 5 out of 10 immediately because we've had only one story of the Trinity, and then we get this bullshit that they're not even involved. And it's just ridiculous to have it that they – there they are thinking of it. It's so forced a story. Okay, who is Batman's guy that we could have again? Oh, Raja Ghul. Oh, who's – Sir? oh, uh, th- that's the tie-in to the Trinity is that you have some of their big villains showing up at one time. It's fucking nonsense. But yeah, these pits ended up finding – Cer- and also that's the other thing. Cersei finds them out. To me, why why didn't Raj? Like, these are things that seem to be right up his alley, but yet he's never heard of them. And no. that threw me off as well. He had a dream about them, then shows up there. Like I said, Lex just shows up and basically says, I don't go for this mysticism bullshit. Then why are you there? 
what happened that that led you there and he's like technology that's what i'm interested in i don't have this now and i'm not gonna follow you and like walks away shoves fucking raj aside and that's where they say for whatever reason we were both brought here says lex and that at this exact moment by someone who believes they can compel us to serve some unknown reason or unknown purpose so yeah it seems like he would have had doesn't make sense for him and what he said earlier in the issue it really doesn't and that's where cersei's there and then raj kind of gets upset like hey i don't get summoned to places but you have and you're still there and then she's like oh these aren't and they see pits oh lazarus pits Eh, of course no no not lazarus (laughs) no you one trick pony (laughs) no pandora pits what the fuck are you talking about and really the whole thing is legends say that pandora opened the box and just having pandora in it threw me off as well but that's weird too because the whole thing is that like the the things that got let out of the box were the seven deadly sins that i believe pandora killed before her series was finished yeah and here's the thing though that's not what they're spelling out happened here. No. They're saying that the evil in the world was let loose. It's more of and the they're generic. Going to, they're going to the classic story of Pandora, not what yeah. we've been led to believe. Yeah. You, it's you know, the, it's the generic and, and the basically, yeah, this evil came out and the evil even morphed. And, and you see the villains, you know, oh, my God, the evil that Pandora, let, you know, let out is what led to the villains that we have now. But then she's like, not everybody left that box though there were ones who looked upon the earth and thought it was too awful to go out i'm like so what you're doing is you're trying to control the pussies that's what it is the (laughs) pussy evil who didn't want to deal with things they went back into these pits and they're like legend says this and it's all a bunch of hocus pocus hooey that nobody it doesn't even make sense to me for the most part but it's such a forced way to just say and you know what there's three pits i figured we're three people so if we pass the test that i don't know anything about we may have the power i mean at this one point you go from lazarus pits to hey we're here to to defeat this evil we're going to prove ourselves and to prove themselves it seems like a composite trinity a hideous one is made that each of them only see their own villain Eh, it's fucking a monstrosity Look i know it, but the I bad thing. it's kind of also cool i like that it makes it and half of the the thing that it makes is uniforms and costumes but yeah. it comes out and then you get again the hokey deal raj is there i don't know what they see but what i see is the batman who is you know going again um, what and it is funny <laughs> it's it is the it is the bare-chested sword fight uh, yeah. going on but not, it not really a hairy chest me- though no, no, I was actually upset that it wasn't the hairy chest, but again, it is so, it went from point A to point Z in two seconds of forcedness. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, here it is. Oh, I only see this. And yeah, you have Cersei fighting Wonder Woman. And the other thing is, at this point, you are running out of pages, so you really don't get a lot of what's going on no. here. And, and in fact, Cersei at one point looks like she might have been defeated. I, You know, you don't get a lot of this battle. You, you don't even get the, you, like... You, uh, Mostly what you get, though, is each of them seeing and thinking back to how they were, you know, against one of the members of the Trinity at one point in time. But ultimately, they were doing their own thing, and they had to come together to use all the powers at once to to work together to defeat this composite Trinity. But the the problem that I get with it is there's never really a – there's not a moment where I'm like, oh, my God, Lex is using his head. Oh, yeah, he's a smart guy. He's doing – it's just another attack when they they decide we need to combine our powers – Boom, done. 
Done. Yeah. Boom, Wallace. It, it, so you don't even get like Raj uses like, oh, I had this knife, that this, and Cersei's you. It's just they decide, you know what, we have to work it's together. It's the act of working together more than yeah, the power and it in just, my mind. It's over. And then she says, trial's over. <laughs> it's done. And then they're like, I don't know. And that's where it goes back in the pit. And then Cersei's like, you know what? The Pandora pits belong to us. But again, we don't know what that is. Lex no. does say, listen, we got to destroy this shit. This is bad. And then you get pretty much the most hokey ending that you could ever have where she's like oh you you wish that you think that we have a decision in this you think that this isn't set in stone and opens up and there's a big uh, you know a relief of of the three of them on the fucking yeah. wall it's so fucking nuts i'm telling you and this part it might be me stretching a bit but going back to the whole you know god of apocalypse that relax became before that yeah. you know allows him to have this suit and everything like that I, and also, even with the freaking Zayden McCall saying that he will be the destroyer of worlds at yeah. one point, I'm telling you, uh, this is yeah, not you're, a you're great... pushing it, buddy. I'm telling because you, I, I think that it. this is just this in an annual. This is yeah. not something that's you know an earth-shattering story. This but and I, again, this is a forced-in issue. This yeah, was not as, supposed to be. The solicit was the start of another arc. It did get me interested in the story that would be going forward. Yeah, I, I, I I'm telling you how angry I was at this. Uh, was about as angry as you were at Cullen Bunn's Thule story in Aquaman. Oh, so it bad. just, to me, this had no setup. It just slapped you in the face right out of the, and really, we had dreams and we showed up. Like I said, Raj, you can kind of say, yeah, that's kind of his deal. But I don't think he just, even though he did go with his uh, guys, even then, there's, they try, he does try to make, uh, Lex, the good guy, by coming in and going, I know the horrors you've done, like pointing out that there's some of his guys dead. But mm-hmm. but we know that that wasn't Raj killing them. We, we've seen it. So, and he even says, oh, they, they agreed to die for me. They love me. And Lex is like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Let's go see who summoned us here and why. Like they have a feeling that somebody wanted them to go to a goddamn picnic. And then, well, you know. It, it seems in this, I think Cersei is the one who like beckoned them there. But yeah, she, she was did. also beckoned. Yeah, yeah. She said she was beckoned, but it looks like she beckoned them there. And that's where, unfortunately, I think Raj just goes, fuck you. And, and <laughs> leaves and gets his guys and comes back and takes this, uh, you know, and now. If that happens, we find out then you have to have the power of three, and it right. wouldn't have worked out anywhere. But at this point, yeah, you can say Raj is like, okay, I'll, I'll deal with her for now, whatever. But you don't get that. I don't think that any of the characters in this I, – I don't know much of Cersei, so I can't really right. say her. But Raj, did. it wasn't a good representation of him in my mind, and I thought it was off with Lex just going there. He is a man. He says, I'm a man well, of technology. I'm a man I- of science. Why would he go from a dream? Because I like to think that it also has to do with fakes. When we do see that relief on the wall of them, even Cersei says, that is quite possible that yeah. none of us no. has a choice in the you matter. You know what that is? That's a hokey way to end it so that you can say, oh, now I see why it happened. I, that is not a great way to say that's why it happened, fate, because it's on the wall. It's it's just nonsense. It's complete nonsense to end it so that you say, oh, I guess they didn't have a choice because they don't even tell. Again, they never really spell out why Lex even showed up. He just says, oh, I guess we were summoned. What, she call him on the phone? It just, I hated it. I fucking hated it. And I thought the art was off. I, I did give Clayman no, a little saying, bit of a benefit. Clay, I, Clayman, I think it was rushed. There are a bit in this that I see the Clayman peeking through, but a lot of it, There's, I guess, because there is that second artist as well. But um, yeah. 
it is not up to Clay Mancinas, but no. I still found myself enjoying the art for the most yeah. part. I don't know. At points, it looked like uh, Lex's face was dripping with something. There's a couple panels where it just looks like they, they weren't even finished to me. And, yeah, I, this was thrown together at the last second, so I do think that there was some problems with, you know, rushing the art and things like that, uh, if that was the case. If not, the only thing I said in my review that I'll give Clay Man some benefit, it's a very claustrophobic and dark issue. You can't right. do a lot with it. They are underground in a tomb. There's not much going on. But even at the beginning when you had uh, – uh, the the start with Raj going in and his guys at the point when those statues came to life it, it's very confusing the art yeah. does not go very well yeah, I didn't there. know what was going on at yeah. first yeah either. you have to kind of look and keep looking to see what happened but yeah then Lex comes smashing in uh, but yeah I hated it I gave it a 4.5 I, I could care less if I ever re the annuals coming up we'll see if it does tie things yeah, hopefully. in but uh, just again I have to review this book, and I just got done the first arc. And this would be, you know, you have Super Sons. We have two issues. Yeah. Uh, by the seventh issue, I don't need to have the Super Sons all of a sudden being the dark Super Sons of, you know, Cersei's daughter and fucking, you know, something. I I want to see the Trinity. This is why you get this book. And to have it, and also, I, I don't care what you say, it's almost like a sneak attack, because the solicit, if people were like ordering it and like, oh, it's on my pull list, oh, this looks great, this pre and it was supposed to be a prelude to this next story arc of, of Francis Manipal, all of a sudden you get him in the mail or you go to your comic shop and you get this piece of crap, you don't know what hit you. This isn't the book that you signed on for. Solicits all were all over the place this week. Yeah, yeah, this one was real off. I even said, I, I put it in and it, it had stuff about the the trinity go off to stop some fucking you know rebellion and there was nothing to do from with the this. ones i looked at this week i know for certain that green lens was off nightwing and this yeah yeah it's it's just i'm telling you but I, no i'm I telling you i i am um, it's not exactly what you want because you want to see the trinity but as a prologue getting us started with what's going on with the villains of the story here i kind of dug it i actually like i said i didn't mind the art for the most part and I don't know, I'm just interested to see what's going on with this, because while the Pandora freaking pits can be a little, you know, it's a little hokey at times, but I want to see how Lex is able to pull through here oh, yeah. and be the hero I but want to But again, stay. I think that you're going into, you're almost with that, you you seem to be expecting it to come soon. I mean, I, I'm telling oh, you, I, know. I, don't I don't know. I, I have no idea when the yeah, end um, In a regular book that featured these three characters, I'd be like, okay, let's see where this is going. I may be wrong, too. This may not come for another six months. It's right. just, and it's an annual story that it ends up being the prelude to. But I, I'm going to read, I actually looked it up from our, our site. Uh, the solicit was divided right. we fall prelude America's divided and now a hero has fallen it may split the country even more can Batman Superman and Wonder Woman stand against riots while defending a bigoted enemy don't miss the beginning of an epic adventure that will test the ideals of our three heroes I don't so, know yeah. for some reason this sounds more interesting than that does to me well this this I'm <laughs> telling you they looked at it so obviously there may be I, I mean I'm just guessing but maybe it's one of those where one racial group killed some other but yet they you know the trinity has to defend the people who are pieces of shit just because that's what there's you know what i mean right, right. it seemed like something like that and they didn't want any part well, no, of it th this this story for the most part while they did have some issues with it it, it did get me interested in what's going to come with that annual whenever it should come out but with that i'll give it a 6.5 out of 10 yeah i i 
fucking hated it. I, I wanted to, as we were talking, I was going to actually go and tell you when this, this annual comes right. out, if I can get there real quick, because it's, I'm t- I don't, it didn't even get me excited for that coming on. I'm looking, that was number seven, right? Uh, uh, yes. It looks like it will be at the end of May. <laughs> So it's yeah, and that says you can't betray Raja Ghul and legendary sorceress uh, Cersei and just walk away. That's what Lex Luthor is about to learn the hard way. Now he has to unite with his former Justice League teammates if he wants to stay alive. Meanwhile, the Trinity fear this ordeal will push Lex back to the dark side. So it should be so, like two more issues. Uh, yeah, but still, it's May thirty first. So uh-huh. yeah, it's it's two months and and a week and a half. You know, there's a lot of weeks between this that we're going, and who knows that that's even gonna stay the yeah, same. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, that'll be Trinity Annual number one that we'll be talking about way down the line. But that's it for this section. I I forgot what the section was called again. What was the, it called? The, the Super Batman section. The Super Batman section. The Bat or, Super section. The Bat Super section. I don't remember now, either. It's one of those. A lot of arguing this podcast. I think you've lost your fucking mind. The way that you love that Justice League so much earlier, I think it has warped your you mind. I think that maybe the Pandora pits got to you. I'll tell you, Wraith sometimes has what I'd like to call his Pandora pits, and those pits smell like onions. Evil. They, they smell like very evil. evil. I'm telling you, that is the evil that looked out and decided to pollute the goddamn world, because I can't stand it. It makes me want to vomit. Buy that boy some deodorant, man. Oh my god, he has it. It, it fights through. It, it fights through that deodorant w- with ease. I don't know what's going on. I know that uh, as my kids have gotten older, I've noticed that like Logan, Logan's, <laughs> I've noticed that they really stink. No, I noticed that my youngest, Logan, started having B.O. way, way before, say, Alex, my oldest. And they do say it's from the the growth hormones in the milk and stuff like that. And I'm telling you, I don't go with that fucking conspiracy nonsense. (laughs) I do now because even he's now 12. He started having B.O. at like nine. How is that possible? I think Nine I years too, old. Actually, I don't think that I took a shower between the ages of eight and thirteen. I, I don't think I did. I was one of those assholes who would Jimmy actually, Warner sitting there thinking, "Why won't anybody invite me yeah, to a no, party?" Yeah, really. Let me. Little Jimmy Warner would get in the shower and run the water and keep his distance from that goddamn water. That's how bad I hated taking showers. I would actually run the water. It's weird. It's it's really. You know what else I'll do sometimes? And this this makes me into a very disgusting man. And I know that. people <laughs> People get upset about this. There's some times when, when I'm very rushed. I go to the bathroom and I'm very rushed. So I will tell you, I probably wash my hands after going to the bathroom probably about 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. The couple times I don't, I don't know why I do this, but if somebody's in the bathroom, I will run the water and then turn it <laughs> off and run out the bathroom. I don't want to take the time to put my hands under and then dry them off. It's funny, too. Also, there's a lot of times as, as a so dad. you're insane. I don't know why I do that, but sometimes I will. Yeah, I'll wash my hands, and then I won't dry them off, and I'll open the door, and I think, you know what? Somebody's going to think this door is wet because I had piss all over my head and then i run and i laugh that's just some things that keep me going during the day but yeah i'm a disgusting fellow i never yes. said i wasn't uh, but yeah we'll go off to some mail right about now
don't understand why you just can't admit Jim is the man The time on the podcast is here The voice that we all want to hear So here we go I ran to the bathroom real quick while I was Oh, on. my God. <laughs> I ran. I actually realized, oh, no, we're starting this mail section. I'm going to have to go. So I ran off. I was thinking but, the same thing, but I didn't. Yes, I did, because uh, this is a long one. We're going to start this mail section, which is mail section number four, with Brett, Eric. And Brett says, what's up, Get Fresh Crew, and congrats, Jim and Eric, on another anniversary milestone episode, episode 115. Wow, you did it. So many things to share in so little time. First of all, Jim, when you go to a breakfast buffet, I agree you tackle omelets first. I like my omelets like I like my 60s movies, Western. I don't like Western omelets. And like above eggs. breakfast buffet, anything that is sitting out or prepared like flapjacks, eggs, etc., stay away from. Keyword is prepared and not made to order. If they make it fresh for you, then attack that shit. Shitty maple flapjacks are large and in charge. I'm not a big fan. Plus, you wait in line for these, and you like more than one pancake, right? But if you ask for more than one, you look like a dick. I'm not that one you. guy. There was no shame to his game one time you went. He looked like a dick. I know because I wait in line for my kids. I'd never eat pancakes at a fucking buffet. More importantly, they are made to order with whatever you want in them and however much you want. I'm telling you, they look at you when you ask for more than one. They, they give you a little shit. However, Jim, you, you don't implied- understand, Brett. They look at you. Yes, they look at you. However, Jim, you implied the word buffet with our discussion of flapjacks last week. That's false. I said all you can eat. I was talking about, hey, here's the thing. He says, all you can eat, and then says that meant he was talking about church or fire hall, fire hall breakfasts that are made by donation or like $4 a plate. Number one, that would be more around $12 a plate now, Brett. You haven't been the one in a while, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. You tell me, you say all you can eat. I am first thinking buffet, uh, not a fire hall breakfast. No. Again, I would never go to anything like that. Yeah, Does he I'm not look like a this. man who's had all he can eat? <laughs> Does this look like a man who's had <laughs> all he can eat? Yeah, I, I, I would not go to a fire hall breakfast because I don't like people. So and my I don't dad, wake up early enough to do my that. My dad would take me to those things. And that the problem with those things, too, is that I would go with my dad and I'd feel like a dick getting up and getting more. You know, it was never all I can eat. It was the... 
my dad put that on a plate and I fucking run scared. Uh, in those circumstances, at a fire hall, you have to load up. Uh, you have to load up Buttercup, and it's dirt cheap. But a breakfast buffet worth eight dollar or more, hell no. Stay away from stuff that loads you up. I'm telling you. I said to you, my son uh, Zach was at a spaghetti dinner uh, uh, at a fire hall tonight. That was fifteen dollars. These things aren't as cheap anymore. Maybe. Is he home now? Have you found your son? Yes, he has. He, okay. he returned. His friend drove him home. He never freaking texted me or anything. So oh, he's, his boy's growing up, Jim. Boy's growing. He actually up. Went, came downstairs in his in his uh, get up. His tux, cut the umbilical cord. And he said to me like, "Hey, I'm gonna get going." And I said, "Oh, well, what songs are you guys singing?" And he said them to me. I barely listened, but uh, we were yeah. talking about the thing. And I, "Oh, you're nervous now? We've sung all these songs." And he's like, "I'm gonna get going." So then Your Tanya comes down. Tanya, yeah, Tanya comes downstairs then. And it's like, did you take, did you drive Zach to his thing? And I'm like, no, he, he must have had somebody driving him. Uh, he went out. And, oh, I mean, she started screaming at me that he walked, he must have walked there with his time. No, he would have asked me. He asked me, I had to drive him around earlier today. He would have asked. See, I'm telling you, that just sounds like a predicament right there, having a spaghetti dinner in a tux. Well, they were performing at the spaghetti dinner. That's the other that's thing. The it was like $15, but he also was part of the entertainment. Yeah, that's the, the school chorus was there, and he still had to pay. I think he might have been fibbing about that money. Well, he still has that movie money, money, and now he has this freaking no. This was money. no. That was the money from the movie. He ended okay. up saying they didn't go to the movie because they were going to have this thing, and I don't know. I said you're it performing. Like Why would you have to pay? Not even in and here's again. This was yeah, really. <laughs> I don't even have a son named Zach. They uh, they had a spaghetti. Like spaghetti costs like two cents. A plate, and it's 15 bucks. Same at Olive Garden with the breadsticks. If you're eating anything never-ending, stay away from the damn bread, or in the case of breakfast waffles and flapjacks and French toast. But breakfast at a diner, go for the flapjacks, baby. They're cheap and large. No, I go for a cream jive beef. That's what I go at the diner. I go uh, with lunch or dinner. Well, yeah, but if I go at, at breakfast, too, one of my other main things of rules, especially at a diner, is I would rarely eat something at a diner that I can make easy at home. Right. You know, and I did spell out that one of the ways of not liking the pancakes or whatever was that I have so many people. But if me personally, I don't like them anyway. I stay away from those fucking things. And yes, Flapjack is just a vehicle for sweet gravy. What else are they good for? Absolutely nothing. How about that? That's right. War. What is it good for? Absolutely not. He actually said, I didn't even know he had that. God damn it. <laughs> By themselves, flapjacks are dry and flavorless. They need to be spiced up. You put shit on a burger. No one eats a burger with nothing on it. Yeah, I've, I've done that. I've done it. You put They're tons monsters. of shit all over a hamburger like and not all on the same burger. Barbecue sauce? No, I don't. The only time I ever put barbecue sauce on a burger is if I make my cowboy burger with a little, uh, you have some uh, you got some onion rings? Onion rings and some cheddar cheese or ketchup, yeah. mustard, mayo, lettuce, cheese, fried egg, tomato, onions, onion rings, cheese again, bacon, another damn patty, and I could go on. That sounds you know, perfect to me. I don't like any tomato or lettuce on my shit. Point no, is, no one eats a flapjack plain. You spice the burger up, same with the flapjack. Number three, cream dry or cream chip beef. In our neck of the woods, it is popular. I understand why people like it, but I don't. It reminds me of cat vomit on toast. 
Yeah, nonsense. Sometimes it even smells like it. No, it doesn't. When may go to breakfast item when someone else is paying for breakfast or when at a breakfast buffet is Eggs Benedict. I had Eggs Benedict at the Shady Maple, uh, one of the last times we went, the buffet that me and Brett both right. uh, go to, and I almost vomited. And realized Good. I had never Good. eaten Eggs Benedict, and I never will again. That <laughs> shit is so damn expensive and horrible to make at home. Let someone else make it for me. It's excellent. No, it's terrible. I, I almost threw up. Uh, number four. Jim, your waffle maker idea is still flawed. No, it isn't. A waffle every five minutes uh, will stay. Uh, will still take forever. First off, the waffle makes four uh, waffles, and my kids usually only eat two. So each round is two people taken care of. Uh, it's just it, the stats aren't there. The iron doesn't speed anything up, even if your family only wants two waffles. Yeah, two waffles. You get two people out every five minutes. That's lunacy. Whether it's one waffle at a time or one flapjack at a time on your small-ass pan, it's still one at a time. Regardless of the form of uh, batter, it's still going to take you a long time uh, with the waffles. Two waffles per person makes 12 waffles at a minimum in your house. You're still waiting an hour to eat at five minutes a pop. I might be, but I am not waiting two hours i just don't understand why we don't stick to cereal or just go for lunch yeah this is but that's the thing this is all this argument i really don't make either (laughs) that's the problem i really don't make pancakes but i i don't even have a waffle iron now or a waffle iron somehow disappeared and nobody's begging for waffles you're still heating the oven and that's the other thing he says you're still heating the oven to keep them warm no no i'm not or asking others to eat while you make more. Of course that's what we do. We even do it with the pancakes. It's, you know, this is the problem, though. I have my two youngest. I go make the waffles. The two youngest get two fucking waffles each. They start eating. It's not like we're sitting there fucking talking about our day at the breakfast table. They just start eating while I'm going. This happens during any meal we have. But I can argue I can make flapjacks faster than five minutes per one. Your money should be spent on a griddle. Take that $19 towards a griddle. Better yet, there's my Patreon gift. Again, we're also pointing out the fact that you want me to get a griddle to eat something I hate. I'm not doing it. Do it, It's not just time. It's not just time. I just don't like pancakes. A goddamn griddle so you can make flapjacks for your family in a reasonable time. And nobody's really yelling for, for them either. I can fit six small flapjacks on a, at a time on my griddle right six small ones are perfect for your dumbass 20 to 30 minutes tops uh, what what just send me your address and i'll ship it to you. so you can make six small flapjacks at a time and t- i'll ship it to us amazon prime he says some shady maple food for thought next time you venture to shady maple and you do it for breakfast right before you leave pocket a ton of their donuts they're so damn good, <laughs> but you would be a fool to eat them there. Again, it's a buffet, and eat bread and pastry at the buffet. Tell time actually, you'd open we do up have a purse. bit of a, we do get them quite often. Like they, oh, actually, yeah, we used to. Yeah, people at work awesome. used to bring the shady maple donuts. And into we work. told, and what did we used to say? We said that there's more filling in those donuts than actual space of donut. It's it, crazy. They, it is a fifth dimension donut, those things. But yeah, it's we've delicious. only had them at work. The one lady goes there, and she used to bring them when we'd work on the weekends. Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot tell, that was Saturday. Here's the other great a lot one. of Saturdays. Here's the other one. Uh, tell Tanya to open up her purse and go to town. Now, there's two problems there. Tanya does not <laughs> own a purse, and Tanya don't go with us. She does not like to drive. We go without her, uh, basically. And they are the shit. 
And I may have shared with you, Jim, already, but Shitty Maple is so hardcore, Eric, that large, disgusting, monstrous human, monstrous human beings will try to double dip and overlap breakfast and lunch on the buffet and get two meals out of it. Uh, we actually witnessed this the other day. Uh, yeah, they, they have a new system to try to get rid of it. I did. Did they fucking send out the riffraff? Yeah, yeah. They, well, they have a long period of time. They still have people trying to do it, but it's like now an hour between or something where they just kind of shut down the deal. But but here's the – not really shut it down, but they, they're on to people now. Here's the kicker. These people are so damn lazy and nasty that they will sit there and shit their pants while they eat and wait to go to the bathroom until they are ready to leave. So when they go to the bathroom, they decide to jam their shitty there? underwear down the toilet and flush it away. But, of course, as a smart person would know, you can't flush your shitty underwear down the I toilet without Anyway, he goes, this happened so many times that Shady Maple installed garbage disposals inside the toilets uh, to chop that shit up literally. And they have discounts for people who have the lap band surgery too. Eric, take a day and take Jess to the Lancaster outlets. She can shop and on your way, hit up Shady Maple. Uh, Shady Maple is truly a breakfast mecca. He hates breakfast, so he's not doing that. Make it an anniversary trip. You can yell at me about your pancakes. Eric hates breakfast. Yeah. Uh, number six, I know others may not be as pumped about the new 52 podcast, but I love it. <laughs> he's Who's throwing, not pumped he's now? Shade. And I love your idea of starting from the beginning and picking an arc and reading through it. That sounds like so much better than your corned beef recipe, Jim. I don't know. I got a lot of compliments on that recipe. Basically, you're, yeah, yeah. Uh, on, you. uh, I think one of the, uh, the mails. a win, buddy. Yeah, basically, you're setting a up a new, actually, it was on Twitter. I believe, and it might have been Alex M. I, I can't remember. Basically, you're setting up a new 52 book club, which I'm on board for as long as we know the titles in advance, and I believe you sent out a list already to follow the new 52 in order. That brings me to my next question. When you guys started reviewing and doing the pod, where was DC at in the new 52? And it was right after, pretty much around Villains Month, the second anniversary deal. We we ended up going in... We did Villains uh, Month on the podcast? I thought we started kind of no, with... No, no. Uh, oh, I thought he was saying the uh, the... The freaking the site. I thought, the was, site. I thought you were talking about the podcast. No, the podcast. We were near the end. Uh, we were at uh, pretty we were much right before Convergence. Right before Convergence. But that's the end. That's the end of the New 52. If he's considering the I'm the thinking DC we started YOU. in January. Convergence started in March. So yeah. right around that time before yep. Convergence. Yeah. The, the, like I said, I, I've explained this before. The site started a year after the New 52. Uh, or no, we no, started reading. Exactly. We started yeah. reading a year after the New 52. We started the the site a year after that. So two years into the New 52, we had been reading about a year and catching up and all that. Uh, we started a site, and then it took us an hour or an hour. I'm fucking tired. A year and a half. Like, we did not jump into anything. We are not no. – we weren't, you know – just, oh, this came out, let's do this. So, yeah, it was near the right before Convergence and into uh, the DCYOU. I assume you would go up to that point. And did you guys read all the New 52 prior, or will you be surprised by reading the trades? And there are a lot of trades. There are some read. we didn't read. Yeah, there are a lot. Uh, there were some. Here's the thing. When we started the site... Uh, there was no reason to read a static shock or uh, these were canceled already. Anything that was canceled, I know for a fact I didn't read every issue of that run uh, because we, we really didn't have to. They were already canceled. Some of them uh, I didn't even know about at points. I, I'm telling you, even and especially also, I don't know that we're going to talk about it, but there was a bunch of miniseries as well, including a Shade miniseries that I was unaware of for, so for most I. of the time. Uh, but now, eight Hunter's time, miniseries, The Ray? 
Yeah, yeah. Time frame question for Captain Continuity. Get a head start. I've read New 52 Justice League issue 0, 1, and 2. And issue 1 opens with five years ago. And that's the thing. Zero issue, you can't start with those. And this is what happened to I me. I forget what happened in Zero Issue yeah, of Justice League. I don't remember either. I believe, was that possibly when it started the Shazam backup? Or was I that th- before? You know what? That was the Shazam backup. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, you can't read that one first. No, that, that's the problem. And, and, Brett, you're running into the same problem I had uh, even back then because we did start later. And when we started, it was right at around – when I, I we mentioned it in the podcast already tonight. But I started really getting into it at right in the middle of that zero month and – I'm telling you, if we talk and when we do talk about Firestorm, don't get near that goddamn zero issue because the actual no. the book title changes then. Because at, up until then, it was Firestorm, the Nuclear Men, and yep. then it changed back to the Nuclear Man. And I read that zero issue and then read issue one and was completely fucking confused. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It really, really threw me. And if you started the Green Lantern run with zero, that's when simon baz showed up yep. you'd be fucking confused it, it it actually continues the story on some of those weren't actual origins of uh you know a typical zero issue but yeah uh he says time frame question he did all those and issue one opens with five years ago if this issue was released in 2011 are we to assume the characters met each other in 2006 that's what he's um, asking. Yes. Yes. Green Lantern and Flash seem to know each other before getting together in that issue. Yes, it seems. This could mean a week before or years before. I got the idea it might have been a year. I don't know. Yeah. They seem Within to be the past year. They seem to be very, you know, buddy buddy. Point is, if you were to put a timestamp on when the superheroes were first spotted, what year do you think it all went down? And he says, oh. according to Captain Adam, time traveling comic right now, we know there were no heroes before 2000. So our window is what? I would say t- it's weird. I'd say really. 2005, 2006. I would is say the maybe even 2004. Uh, who knows? They they played it loose. Uh, I mean, the Flash says he got help with Grodd from Green Lantern in the jail issue I read. And basically, we know uh, the year Cyborg was created thanks to this, too. So I guess I'm saying, give me a guess as to the year and the rough edge, a uh, rough age at the start for Batman, Flash, Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, etc. Uh, most of those, they went with like, yeah, like 25, 26. Thanks, as always, gents. Keep up the good work. Like Loverboy, I'm loving every minute of it. And that is from Brent. The next email, Eric... It's from Brett. Okay. Brett says, what's up, Jim, Eric, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew? I only got one thing to say, and he wants this sound, Eric, that me and you always love. Hello, motherfucker. Yeah, that makes <laughs> me happy. My thoughts on Batman. Who is Maxie Zeus, and why did he not get beat down by Bane? And is it a part of his character to speak in nonsensical tongues? Eric, uh, not, who is Maxie Not Zeus? so much of that. Maxie Zeus is a crazy-ass guy who believes himself to be the embodiment of the god Zeus himself. Yeah, yeah. He's an older Batman villain. Kind yeah, of a joke I, character at this point. I think, number one, they wanted him to end the issue with that wrapper, wraparound that we talked yeah. about earlier. But I also think that Bane, that he's no threat. He's no. just fucking yapping. He didn't. He wasn't going to get anywhere. And to me, this was when he first went in. At this point, I actually think that some of this, uh, what Bane was doing, isn't just the 
people like Two-Face says, we're going to attack you. I think at points he's fucking frustrated and he's just going to town. At that point, he's just going in and it doesn't seem like there's a plan. There's just a crazy Maxi Zeus talking nonsense. He just shoved right by him. Uh, when did Bruce call the Justice League? Because he says he did it to Alfred earlier in the square and it didn't work. Oh, we'd assume he did. I don't remember that. And I told you, and this is something you forgot as well. I did. It's with Gotham and Gotham Girl. When Gotham went nuts, he called the Justice League. They showed yeah. up. They showed up and they, you know, fucking Simon Baz saved Batman's life. At that point, uh, Gotham would have killed Batman as far as you could tell. And Simon Baz saved his life. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I said I don't know that it didn't work because even well, then after the whole Gotham. Gotham still died. Yeah, well, and after that. Uh, the Justice League helped clean up. <laughs> Remember, yeah. they were all doing their Except work. Except for and, like Flash, I think. Yeah, it was cyborg. somebody was, who we said didn't. Cyborg. Yeah, it said somebody like went off and didn't help. But uh, You're just watching yeah, from the he did. Match. It was it was during that first arc of Batman in Rebirth. Um, but he says, and I truly think Bane could take all those guys, but Grundy. That was a stretch. This seems to be a common deal, especially Grundy with someone else. Two versus one, that was a stretch. Uh, I thought the entire league even had a difficult time with Grundy. So how could Bane kick his ass and another guy at the same time? And Amygdala was the other guy. Uh, I think that that was Tom King trying to show you, first off, how powerful the Venom really is. Also showing you that he is well over any normal dose, which continues with Mr. Freeze, especially. I think that this is a level of venom that nobody has ever seen, and that is the wild card. Also, I think that it's it's kind of playing with the fact that maybe he's going to run out of it as well, but we'll see. Tom King is the king right now to me. I love this book more than chicken and green pepper stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut green pepper <laughs> superman he says i'm sure you already discussed this on the pod so i'll make it quick it's a burn it's a bird it's a plane it's what the hell is going on right now summary of this issue how i saw it mixel grinch puts pre-flashpoint soups and lois in a board game that they need to win and they make it through they start to forget john but once john hears them forget who he is john breaks out to help only to be saved but what appears to be new 52 superman i think but who the hell knows first in your opinion is john talking to new 52 superman and lois in that red space and it's yes. the red space he's in the globe and the red space is made because they are the red energy and yes uh and was it implied that superman was split in two is lois split in yes. two i believe that superman split in two I don't know about how they're dealing with no, Lois I have no and idea how that would Lois be because doing. here's the thing. If they do go that Superman is split in two, if he's split in two because he has the blue and red power, uh, I don't know what Lois would have in that. No, Brandon, I have no idea. Brandon was discussing on Slack about the idea of red and blue Superman. Again, seems very 90s to me. It is. Because it is. Maybe we have electric blue galoo Superman. It's more uh, red is electric. Pre-Flashpoint. And a red, red wine. You make me feel so fine, Superman. In all seriousness, in seriousness is this the shit we get? Yeah, I, some people are excited about it. Some people love the red and blue Superman story. And this is, you know, like you love the death of Superman story. You were excited to see, you know, that referenced. And I was initially, yes. Yeah, yeah. I get this feeling that the two are going to be fused together. They weren't yet, but they will be. Superman will have memories of both Clarks. He'll even struggle with feelings that they both had towards different people. Get prepared for him to sneak off with Wonder Woman, brown chicken, brown cow. And yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about all that nonsense. But he 
is reborn because he'll be joined together with the other one somehow. And by somehow, it really doesn't freaking matter because Mixel Grinch can just make it happen, period. Duct tape fixed. I'll tell you, without spoiling anything, that how this all works out is not really Mixelplick's deal. No. You know what I mean? Mixelplick is, is kind of – it's weird. I say this tonight on the podcast – that they really are making, like, you're losing track of what's going on. Mixelplick was taken out of the game because of how he could affect it as a wild card because, and also because he loves Superman. He has become a villain because of the weird Clark Kent nonsense and how he proposed to Lois and became very much a, uh, you know, a creeper. But he's still not... He's not the bad guy overall in all of this nonsense of this rebirth stuff. He's not the be all end all villain, and you know you kind of lose track in this. That's one of the things I think that Reborn has some issues with uh, of that. But DC hopes we're all happy. If you like pre Flashpoint or New Fifty Two, you can just say he's now one and the same. He's both. DC's going to have everyone gets a trophy. He's everyone both wins. Neither. Let's compromise and call it a tie. For example, Jim says I don't want two Superman. It's confusing. Eric says I don't want New Fifty Two Superman. Reggie says I love New Fifty Two Superman. I hope that'll get rid of him. Well, this way, if they become the same person, everyone wins, and that is the exact opposite of what I think. I think there's going to be people if. It, it, Here's the thing. Even with my, my slip of the tongue, I will tell you, the game is still going on. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Even no. after next week, we won't know what's happening. And I don't know that they're going to win out. DC is not going to please everyone by trying to please everyone that way. People will fucking go nuts. So I do think we're going to get, at least down the line, more of a definitive answer of what's going on. And now that I think the key is, is that when Mr. Uh, Oz in the rebirth issue approached Superman, he said, listen, you're not what you think you are. And yeah, we're seeing that. But I also think that was a kind of a ploy to make it. So when I yell, Oh, you know, this isn't the new 50, you know, the new 52 Superman, or this isn't the pre-flash. It never was. So they're like, oh, what you think it never was. And like you said, the only thing really separating the Flashpoint universe to what we have now, it's just these missing years anyway. So, yeah, yeah we'll see what's going on. Some dumb shit like that. If you're going to join them together, make it for good. But they will probably put them together to make one Superman both red and blue and call it a day. That's what's going to happen. I can see the writing on the walls, and it ain't from Mr. Oz's cell either. If this happens, that will piss me off. I like pre-Flashpoint as an anomaly and New 52 being dead. That's good enough. We didn't need an extra Clark or a bunch of Supermen or Superwomen this time. One died, another one was just there. The end hit the music, and we focus on Oz the entire time instead. Here's all it needs needed to be. Eric figures out the way to go to Earth 2 where he sees that there is another Eric Stray. They are both on Earth 2. Eric 2, Earth 2 Eric Stray dies and Earth Prime Eric is still living there. I'm already getting confused. That's it. It's no more difficult than that. Why make this so damn convoluted? I actually wish now that uh, New 52 Superman died and somehow fucking pre-Flashpoint Superman just kind of slipped in like Lois did with Lois. You know what I mean? That they were both doing a charade, Eric. Well, I'm and, you, could really, you could do that now that the freaking, you know, that human Clark Kent is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, I actually, I'm to the point now that if Rebirth would have been one of those things where... Then what do you do about John? I know. Well, that's the problem. That's why you can't have 
a non pre-Flashpoint Superman of some point because you can't have John without parents. You just can't. <laughs> you can't, can you? No. <laughs> Tell him that. Yeah, He's you been can't. dealing with it for fucking months now. Yeah, really. I mean, you know. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, it, on the books, he has parents. <laughs> they might not be the greatest. But no, I just, there's a lot of shit I spent involved. a lot of and time alone too, I John. said, even the whole thing, it, it is a kind of a, a, a hokey thing to have this, oh my God, John's going to be forgotten. Well, I, I don't think Damien's forgotten him in his book. You know, sure. the book that just started that everybody loves. So that's basically all the story needed to be. What's wrong? I, I'm telling you, you people have asked me, oh, you know, you and Eric, bitch and a moaning, what would you have rather had? I really thought that this Clark was going to be a clone that was made by Genetocron, and somehow they knew kind of the Clark Kent history from actual just history, and that's why he had that weird, you know, humanized version of Superman's history. I thought that was great, and you just get rid of him. All you do is this Genetocron story ends up being something crazy, and I even said where this whole thing where this Clark Kent went crazy and did all this or whatever, you could have done it a little bit different because of the way they wouldn't know Superman and Lois and all that sort of thing together and meant to be, but you could have just had them have more and more once he saw superman and lois had a kid this wouldn't compute eric in his right. clone brain and drives him crazy to the point where he's a villain he don't have power superman just kills him it just get I, rid I, I don't of want him. superman to kill him i'm telling yeah. you you know what would have been really cool he's a clone what a human clone of superman right all right. of a sudden, Eric, he starts getting powers, and you don't know what the fuck's happening. And, and you know, and explain sudden, it away. All of a sudden, the Oblivion Stone, right? Yes. I don't know how it would be, <laughs> but suddenly he starts developing powers, and now all sh- And that seems at least there's a mystery that's crazy. At the end, Mixoplick. It's all explained. I just, I, I, that Genetocron stuff really had me interested. I thought that maybe he woke up in the Genetocron lab. He went to get out. They start chasing him because he's their clone. In his mind, though, he thinks that they're after him to kill him. He somehow wraps it around in his mind that he was there peeking into things. But, in fact, he was escaping the clone lab, Eric. The clone lab. You know what happens? We get back to Genetocron. And before that, though, we have a Hank Henshaw story where Hank Henshaw is disintegrated. But we find out he was actually installed into the mainframe over Genetocron. And when human Clark Kent goes back to the thing, he gets fucking taken over, cybernetic body. And Hank Henshaw puts his mind inside this fucking new body. Bam. Cyborg Superman. Boom. I got nothing, man. (laughs) I like it. I like that. I like that there was something that we had from the very first issue of Action Comics. That, that you know, Now you're supposed to tell me that that was Mixoplick all this time, but yet he didn't do anything that seemed weird until it seemed like, oh, you know what? We're going to make a Mixoplick. And really, to me, somebody please explain. He did the whammy on himself, right? He made himself believe fully that he is Clark Kent. Why did he do this crazy humanized version? He knows the real version. Why did he do that? And why would he love all the candy and sweets? And why would he disappear when he goes back to his apartment? Why? Yeah. Why? But if you're giving the whammy that you really, he had to make himself think that he was Clark Kent for real. Why would he eat candy and shit? 
That would Couldn't not be you. what Clark Kent eats. All of a sudden now he's eating the same stuff that Mixoplick likes, but he's not Mixoplick at this point. He has done a you know fifth dimension whammy on himself. Plus, why the fuck would Mr. Oz wonder who the fuck that was? Mr. Oz is so concerned with Superman that he sees the new 52 Superman die. And yet, all of a sudden, a human Clark Kent shows up, and he doesn't even look into it? I'm pretty sure at one point, too, we had in the early days of Action Comics during Rebirth, during the Doomsday fight, Mr. Oz see him say, hmm... This is a development I'm going to have to look more into. Yeah, Something along those lines, I think we pretty much saw that. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I've been monitoring all this. We haven't really had a uh, a Clark Kent, but the minute that Mixelplick disappeared, he showed up. Huh, you know, that doesn't make sense. I I don't see any sort of connection. Now, I'm telling you, Mr. Oz has never said that he was a detective. No. He's a retard, is what he is. He is retarded. Uh, but yes, the only thing I can say... What that are we Brandon's talking about? Here, I don't know. We're talking about what we wanted in the uh, the Superman deal. The Superman Reborn. I don't know. The only thing I can say is that Brandon seemed pissed about why other people are caged up like Doomsday, Red Robin, Prophecy. I want those answers too. But I feel like that wasn't promised to come out in this arc. This was only supposed to explain Superman, in my opinion, so I can give the rest of that a pass. But they now have one issue to fix this fucker, which I already said would just be they are now the fused Dragon Ball Z-style baby. Number three, Nightwing. I love the moment that Damien has when with Dick as Dick got his ass beat by Deathwing. It was very touching. You can see how much Damien really does care and look up to Dick like a true big brother, and he does. That's his favorite guy. Yeah. You know, that is. And they, I, I, did you get the whole thing that Tim Sealer was trying to, you know, tug at the heartstrings again just like when Damien was about to die and yeah. said, you know what? We were the best Batman and Robin, and I, I got angry. we kind of had that in the last issue of my mind. Yeah, and I got angry. I'm like, don't you try that bullshit. And I cried years ago oh for that God, one. I, I cried so and much. I'm telling you, people have asked us uh, if we've ever cried at a comic or whatever. When I read that issue that Damien died, I'm Batman telling you, three, number eight. three pages in. I started crying. I did not stop crying till the end and just sat there crying. And I'm thinking about it now, and I'm actually almost tearing up. Because when he said that to Dick, when he is about to die, he's about to leap over a barrier and take on Heretic and just says, Hey, Dick, I just want you to know, we were the best fucking Batman and Robin ever. I love you. I'm off. And he died. And it was just unbelievable. It killed me. A little pumpkin-headed boy is dead. Killed me. I remember going into work the next day and we were just like shaking our heads at each other. And then I yelled, Emergency podcast, Eric. But we didn't have a didn't podcast have, no, then. No. We didn't even have a site. I remember that too. That was just when us. Jess picked me up to take me home that day. Yeah. And we're driving. We got to the freaking uh, the stop sign going to that four point stop in, uh, like where we work. And uh, we started going, like, Jess, Damien died. And the first, I didn't even think about it. We have, you a, have friend a friend named Damien. She slams on the brakes in the middle of this four-way freaking uh, road. I'm like, no, 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 no. Damien, little boy, Robin died. Yeah, Robin yeah. died. And she was so mad at me. Yeah. That was crazy. But then I started really, crying again. Of the new 52, the big news of all the new 52 was when they announced that uh, Alan Scott was gay. Yep. And then when Damien was going to die, and then it seemed to all die. Like even when Di- uh, when Bruce died, not really that much. No, hoopla. no. The, like the there last was thing earlier. I remember being uh, some hoopla about was death of the family. Yeah, yeah. But boy, uh, Alan Scott being gay, people went. Oh my nuts. god, and my mother knew about that and, shit. And really, if you want to go and talk about it. 
that really was that of that whole deal really kick-started me and you talking about comics because that's oh, yeah. when you were telling that's me about all the green land and stuff and all that yeah that actually was the thing that got us going because that also let you know that earth 2 was coming out because yep. that's when it was but uh that's all i keep thinking about uh after seeing that part in the issue oh he says and seeing the moment made me love the injustice comic even more why you say the part when damien accidentally kills dick wow and that was that was crazy uh that's all i kept thinking about after seeing that part of the issue i kept thinking about how damien truly feels for dick at the time of me reading that i didn't know how much damien cared for dick he keeps saying this. <laughs> now i know and it just makes that part so much more meaningful he loves him that he is i'm telling you you want to read to read that whole deal when he died and then read afterwards when he said he had already sent dick uh presents and robin it's, requiem man it's, that was it's, great too the silent issue yeah yeah it, all of it's great uh but yes i want a damien and dick book and also remember when he is with dick he is he gets angry and yeah. but you know that the anger is it's a little envy but it's also that he, you know, that he thinks Dick is the one guy who may be just as good as him, if not better. When he gets with, with Jason, it's just straight out fucking throwing shade <laughs> left and right. I mean, there are insults and things like that. But Damien does. He loves, I, I would guess, or I would actually say easily to me, he, he loves Dick more than he loves Bruce. Uh, Dick oh, is definitely. his guy, and he, that that is always, I think, the case. Uh, maybe but some you get, more. You get Damien, Dick, and Jason together. I'm like, these are brothers right here, and I love that interaction. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some more back uh, stories, like a six issue mini of them as Batman and Robin, uh, the in, the untold stories, but not written by Hitch. You hear that, Hitchy boy? I know you're listening. Don't steal my ideas, Hitch. Don't make crave, you dickhead. But yeah, he wants a Damien and Dick book. Uh, but yeah, if you want it, you can go back and read. Go back and read Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number four, NBA All Star Weekend. Shaq Fu, motherfucker, was good. Good. Just as a standalone, <laughs> the Mad Hatter. Well, I don't know what's going on? He's saying All Star Batman, huh? NBA All Star Batman Weekend. Shaq Fu. The Mad Hatter idea of the concept of the Batman being made up in Bruce Wayne's head was pretty cool. Unless I'm late to the party, and the idea has been done before. It kind of has been, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm I've read that issue a million times, and uh, we've already talked about it at this point. Uh, but as of recording this, me and you haven't actually done the review yet but no. I, I have a couple things to say you you would have already heard them by now but but pretty cool issue uh scotty too hotty you have to give snyder some credit i can tell he takes some time making his issues everything seems calculated and thought out it doesn't seem rushed to me i agree with jim that the story doesn't really move forward much and the art was pretty good so to me the creativity in the story and art make up for no movement into finding the big boss but clues would have been great that's why i understand jim's point but still enjoyed the hell out of it i'm wondering if if he thinks I'm, I read the re- wrote the review. I'm gonna say because like did did he already hear you talk about it? No, somehow? I, I have talked about it in the chat a little, but I haven't really spelled it out. But each issue of the arc is kind of separate, but also together it's pretty cool, Scotty. Too, how do you keep it up, home skillet? I know you're listening. Now that you're listening, Snyder, the Duke shit is getting old. I thought when Izzy was going over to the pictures on the wall, we were gonna get this freaking name. Finally, nope, he ran out on her. And another couple weeks of calling him Commander Mercury. Move that shit along. Also, get him out of a bright yellow costume. Do you want him to get killed? The Duke shit is getting lame to me. Sorry. Better yet, he's just going to be Duke. After all this, everyone calls him Duke or Yellow Highlighter or some shit. I don't know. The Duke. 
the signal. Number four, super duper looper sons. Great art, great way to cycle or circle back in the story from before. They've jumped around on us uh, through the first two issues, but it doesn't seem too bad. We get another taste of this kid Amazo who was with the family in the last issue. And then we end with what appears to be Reggie. the robots from the first issue. Yo, Hitch. This is how you jump around in a story. The story may, yeah, I don't think they're robots. Uh, the yeah. story may jump around, but we get the idea as to when it's jumping. Everything doesn't need to be some type of deep poetry hitch. Just make it flow. Super Sons knows how to flow. Everything doesn't need to be some M. Night Shyamalan a ding-dong movie script hitch. Super Sons has down. Nice job, Tomasi. And is it me or a couple of different books making Lex a bad guy again? I'm just getting that feel now. Even in Trinity, I like good Luther, but maybe I'm on an island. I don't See, know. What Trinity they... was weird because I still feel like he was good Luther in that. Yeah, I don't. He does mention a couple things, but if he's good Luther, he's going to do something about what's going on, and he's not going to associate with that nonsense. But I just, I had so many other issues with that issue, uh, just the fact that there really isn't a story that led to it or what's going on. It just happens. Oh, yeah. I had dreams, and I came and. You know. Please give me a rough explanation, continuity kid, about what Lex did with the Amazo virus. His purpose, what it did, uh, the why. We'll probably we'll probably save that for the review. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you about that in the review. Uh, can we get some damn Justice League? The art, especially the faces, it's terrible. I may be in the minority, but this is uh, what I hate. Superman looks like the uncle in your family who can never take a good picture. You always catch him at a bad time. <laughs> now, I dislike the writing and the art, too. This is a sinking ship. But for some reason, the violins are still playing. Why are you still playing? Jump off the damn ship. Just jump the fuck off. I say this to myself as I read the issue every week. Jump off the book. Kill a bee. A lot of people are jumping. So we know this happens before the items in action in Superman. Thus, Superman goes from one epic, whereas my wife and kid battled another. Jesus, man, give Supes a break. Give the team a break. They, they never have one. One of my biggest peeves of this issue are making Superman a snitch. Jim even said in his review, snitches get stitches. Screw you, Hitch. I said Superman Superman might be, uh, you know, pretty tough, but somebody's got to tell him that snitches get stitched. <laughs> I hope you're listening still. I know Scotty too hot is. You would know that Supes would never do that. So Tempest had no idea anyone was doing anything until Superman literally laid out their plan. Great job, asshole. And Superman is not an asshole. Okay, so it looks like we're getting... Uh, going to get a fight across time and all for what? The stories of Tempest and Molly don't even match. According to Tempest, he feels he's saving the universe by moving us, which doesn't seem like a big deal. So we're placed somewhere else in the cosmos. How is that bad? He's not killing us, but Molly says it's so bad that I guess it must be bad. I actually thought, like, if Molly ends up being actual what she is, you know, what we saw, not some yeah. alien disguised or whatever, I can't see DC making her the bad guy. She just looked like a cute little girl and, you know, in her a book army by jacket and stuff. I'm saying if, if it ends up just being her, I don't think they're going to go off. We should trust the 90s grunge Courtney Love girl over the large alien baby. <laughs> That's what I'm talking. Every time, I guess. Who the hell knows? Honestly, Hitch doesn't know what's happening either. But he does a great job using buzzwords like reborn to make this shit feel so goddamn important. I'm not fooled, fucko. At this point, if Hitch is listening and hasn't turned this off, he'd probably block me on Twitter. Positive, I know. Surprise, right? The reveal that Alexis, one of the Infinity Core teams, is member is the daughter of Lex, and Batman is gonna go hopping in the suit. That will give uh, that I will give Hitch. Uh, that interests me. Uh, six Trinity. I don't know. I don't mean the Matrix soft reboot. 
I'm not sure that this was other than more shade being thrown at Lexi. Seems like a bad guy in every book, but Action Comics now. It's weird. It, she, they spell it. Cersei even spells it out like, hey, you know, we're the one. And it just that's why I think that it it shows him as a bad guy because it really seems like these Pandora pits, Eric, right. have called out to them because they're bad and what but I just have so much problems with this story about these Pandora pits. It seems even weird throwing Pandora's name out there anymore. And just also you're trying to get an evil that was too much of a pussy to come out before. That's my yeah. biggest problem. There's this evil ran. And now you're going to take over He's the world with it? now. That's, yeah, yeah, now. Also, I think this book is basically about threes. That's it. I haven't read all of Hal and the Green Lantern Corps, but you guys say it seems like a ton of issues and it's gone nowhere. That's how I feel Trinity has been. What's going on? Arc 1 Emmy saying, have mercy. Have mercy. And so far, this issue was just the pits. See what I did there? I shall call this issue Peach Pit After Dark. I just, that first arc of Trinity was not good. It really wasn't. It, it it was paper thin, that fucking, you know, the story that we got. Oh, yeah. There was and no fucking rules. You really didn't get them. I, you're supposed to believe that they were working as the Trinity and coming together and doing all this, but I didn't get that fully. Then you no. go into an issue that doesn't have the Trinity in it except for a monstrosity. It, it was off to me, and this was, we'll talk about it uh, during the thing, but it was an issue that was uh, kind of put together at the last second because DC did not want to release the Manipool issue that he did because of some political reason, some sort of thing that was offensive, uh, and they didn't want people to get upset. So this it's weird was, it got to that point. Yeah, this was, uh, Cullen Bunn is going to do, and this, this story does continue. It continues in the annual in a couple months. That's uh, weird. So we're going to see that, but yeah, I think that basically, to me, this must have been the first part of that annual, and then he kind of grabbed that, put it here, and then extended the annual. We'll see how it goes. I wouldn't even be shocked if the annual has like two stories, like a backup because right. of this. Uh, because I do think that this probably was originally that annual, and then they kind of grabbed it from that. The art was pretty good, though. I still have more to read. This week is nuts. Anyway, now for some pop culture crockpot cricket. Pop culture thoughts. Wait, wait, wait. Did I hear right? Both of you dudes who made The Matrix, who are your brothers? got gender reassigned yes did i hear that right are you freaking mm -hmm. joking what are the damn odds yeah the one got it first and then the other one followed suit that's what yeah. they wanted to do honestly whatever floats your boat it's 2017 baby but boy buoyancy floats my damn boat and wonder if they did it at the same time or one peer pressured the other i, I actually the one just did it first uh, and the other one I, did it actually uh, pretty recent in my mind yeah yeah and i i sure that you know he had his reasons why and whatever. But yeah. yeah, I actually, it's just funny because I'm so, and I did chuckle and I felt so bad, but it's because I'm so used to saying the Wachowski brothers and I don't even know, maybe they still go by that. I don't know. No, they know. go by the Wachowski siblings. Siblings. So there you go. There you have it. I'm going to check out the bulk and hit you up on that later. It sounds don't so do bad. It. It's good. Kind of like Orgasmo. It's nowhere even no. close to as good as Orgasmo. I, I played Eric two seconds of the trailer, and he just was like, that is a piece of shit. Did Eric Sirius uh, ask when the Canadians got a basketball team? Eric Stray, come on, baby. Like 22 years ago. Eric, can you name any other Toronto professional sports teams? Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs, yes. How about what else? 
No, that's it. Blue I Jays. I got Maple Leafs. How about, I believe, the Argonauts might even be oh, uh, yeah, the Argonauts. in the uh, CFL. I believe Toronto is the Argonauts. But how, oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. I don't know why I don't read ahead. How about Blue Jays, Maple Leafs? Hell, let's go Canadian football with some Argonauts. You seriously didn't know they had a basketball team. Nope. I don't follow basketball. I have no idea what's going uh, on in that we, Rafe was watching a thing yesterday about a guy who has had, he's been to every, he claims every uh, Raptors game. He got tickets uh, their first season, and he went, didn't know anything about basketball, and now has become this, like, almost like an ambassador himself. He sat with Drake and Weird. met the uh, prime minister and all these crazy things. And the guy seems like a really cool guy, like a really nice old guy. Uh, number four, I don't mind the Big Bang Theory, but it's kind of fizzled out. The same shtick. But a show you guys should watch, if you haven't already, is The Goldbergs. I love that show. 80s pop reference and humor, and it's your wheelhouse uh, in your home of Jenkintown. And I'll tell you, I've tried con- over and over to get into it. I think the acting is fucking horrible in that yeah, show. It's, it's hard. Uh, I actually the watched the mother is way, and... way too over the top. It's it's fucking nonsense, and I I can't take it. And yeah, there's tons and tons and the of 80s references and, really, and 80s really yeah and 80s references from our area. They really are. Oh, but yeah. like you just said, you they seem so content to throw this shit at you to the point i told right away me and you both had an issue where it starts and the kid has every poster from the entire and 80s in his room and it's it's too over the top no oh, yeah. no you know first off it didn't make sense but kids as far as when i was a kid you have kind of your specific deals where you're like yep. heavy into this heavy into that this was just there that what that room of his was to me is these motherfuckers on youtube that have to put shit behind them when they're gonna film something like they they have war and peace on the fucking shelf and they you know fuck them i i'd have my thing right behind me now i'm looking i got a hole in the goddamn wall where the where the men go to find out that <laughs> and they, and, they uh, and a box spring uh, there you go that's what you'd see a hole in the wall <laughs> uh, yes Ruben Amaro yeah, Jr. is on the, the show Ruben Amaro Jr. is on the show as a kid because he went to school with them Eric that was the general manager of the Phillies in case you didn't know and it was. Uh, he goes on Stallone movies. Here's my top five. Number five, Rambo, 2008. Why? There is a point in the movie where he sneaks up on a guy from behind. You see Rambo had options. He could have shot the guy, knifed the guy, cut his throat, snapped his neck. What did Rambo do? He literally ripped out the guy's throat with his bare hands. Who the hell does that? The Italian Rambo. stallion. That's who. Number four, over the top. Drives truck and works out while he drives down the road for Pete. Pete's peppers. I imagine Eric turning his hat backwards before each pod. We do turn our hats backwards sometimes. I wear a hat. You, you. Whenever, do not, whenever but... I, like, you know, I need a hat before I arm wrestle. I need that just so I can turn it backwards. I'm telling you, the one day, just last week, I was doing some lifting uh, for part of my job, and I made the joke and turned my hat backwards, and still couldn't lift what I was trying to do. Number three, Rocky one. Why watch the movie again and see how much it creeps you out? He stalks Adrian through the entire movie because I guess. Yes, it's okay in the 70s, and he sounds like how you describe wrong turn. Plus, he has a dog named Butkus. Butkus. And if I want to pronounce it right, Bootkus, Eric. How about this? Yo, you, you want to go out sometime? That's right. My favorite part is when they come, you know, they get home from the date. 
back to Rocky's place. And Rocky immediately takes his shirt off and then starts, like, you know, flexing his arms yeah, up and yeah. he's touching his head. Hey, uh, you know, I got these muscles here. You know, you can touch them <laughs> if you want. Uh, I actually, like, I forget if it was. It had to have been Rocky 1. The, the, the Rocky 1 and 2 go into each other for me. But it's when uh, Paulie starts yelling. I want, Sometimes I want to fucking slice your goddamn throat. He gets so <laughs> mad and starts yelling about it. Is that Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> It might have been. I, I don't even remember. I'm telling you, Rocky won the first Rocky. I find very boring. I really do. Uh, number two, Creed. I don't care what you say. That is a good movie, and he was in it. Maybe I, not I the main character. I didn't say it was wasn't a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. Number one with a bullet, Rocky Four. It is. How yeah. could this not be number one for everyone? He single-handedly stopped the Cold War. I mean, these quotes are great. Rocky says, if I can change, if I can change, and you can change... Everybody can change. It's poetic. <laughs> or these next ones that you can't say without trying to sound Russian. Eh, I can't hear. I must break you. That's that's struggle there. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. If he uh, dies, yeah, he dies. He die. I love the people. There is the theories, and I do love the theory. And I've heard this on podcasts. This is not my theory. I'm not even going to fucking fake the funk. I love it that they say that because Drago says... I must break you. He was doing that against his will, and he had some family members being held. And if he lost to Rocky, they would would kill. They would get killed, which they did. He doesn't say, I want to break you. I will break you. I must break you. Even Apollo gets in on it. Apollo Creed says, well, I've I've been with the best. I've beaten the best. I've retired more men than Social Security. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, gents, have a great week. And Eric, I too have seen every episode of Gilmore Girls, not because I wanted to, but because that is my wife's favorite show and I was forced. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Cra- fuck Crave. Party's over. Kill the thing is, out. I started out that way too, but then I got into it. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. That's kind of like me uh, when uh, I went to see Magic Mike by myself. Yeah, and yeah. Then, no, I didn't. Magic yeah, yeah. Mike XL, possibly. I what? It was so weird that time that we were talking, and I said, I guess I said my mom was gonna go see, fucking, uh, what's it called, Magic Mike, and somehow you thought that that I said I'm going to no. see it by myself. Or, no, no, no. I don't what remember happened what was, happened. And you were talking about like, oh yeah, and that we were just talking about movies and going to see movies, and like like when I saw Magic Mike, and I didn't really pick up on the joke at first, and then you just looked at me by myself. <laughs> I don't even remember the shit I say. Those were back in the good old days, Eric, that we thought we meant something in this world. That's right. Now we're done. But that speaking of done, that mail section is done. Uh, thank you, Brett, for an entire mail section there Jesus and keeping Christ. me and Eric up. But uh, I'll tell you, we're not done with Brett. He still has two more emails in the final uh, section, and they're pretty long as well. But we'll be right back with some more books.
Ah, yes. We are back, and we have Hello. with us Reggie. And Reggie is straight back from himself, straight from Florida. He just flew in, and boy, his arms are tired. And, uh, yes, and yes, where Reggie, you were in Miami. You were in Key West. <laughs> you were in where the hell else were you? That was basically it. Miami was and it. Key West. That was the two locations that I no. visited on this particular no, trip. I, What'd you I get keep- me? Yeah, you know what I got? A bunch of pictures of fucking mutant cats. That's what I got. <laughs> Reggie sending me pictures of six-toed cats. I That's don't right. need the, the fucking five-toed variety. I get so I I was, upset. I told you I brought a couple home for you. They're gonna. That's it. Now you're you're out of the bed now. Now it's yeah, all gonna be six-toed all cats. That's all I need. My wife fucking complaining all the time that I've turned the cats against her and all this stuff. And I just keep <laughs> well, yelling. That's crazy cats. Talk, Jim. That's all I keep yelling. They're cats. <laughs> Yeah, they don't know anything <laughs> different. They fucking walk to one side of the room and the next. Fucking look at her and she's all upset. Oh, they don't how like did, me now, anymore. Hold on. How did you turn? How did you supposedly turn the cats against no, her? Uh, here's the thing. And oh. anybody who has a pet, especially cats, I'm telling you, I am not a cat person. I, I actually hate cats. And for some reason, cats to me are the only animal in existence that always tend to go to people who hate them. You have so if you hate a cat, that cat will love you for life. And so yeah. these cats, I'm like, just get away from me, just stop. And the next thing you know, they're like, it's they come cats up to are me. Full of hate themselves, so they understand yeah. that. You know, yeah, visceral they, they just, feeling. They they are the most pretentious animal that's ever lived. Ooh. They look at you, and they when they look at me, I just get angry. I get angry I looking at these cats. Baboons can be. My kinda... cat loves me and sleeps with me every night. Yeah, kind of snot. That's what he calls Jess, his yes. little kitty cat. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, you were sending me uh, from uh, Key West. You were sending me pictures That's of right, cats. And was uh, that Ernest you Campbell did? Yeah, says. you told me at that one point it looked like you were sending me a picture that appeared to be like maybe a bed and breakfast that you were staying at, or well, was that, that was something Ernest else? Hemingway's bed. Okay. The, the oh, I said to Eric, I said. Reggie sent me this goddamn picture, and it looks like you check into this hotel bed and breakfast, and when you go uh-huh. to your room, there's fucking cats on the bed. Cats, you know, don't now don't mind the cats. You know, yeah, they I also like said, Derek, I said, I don't know about Reggie, but they won't bother you. <laughs> I said this this fucking place looked a little fancy. I guess it would have been uh, Ernest Hemingway's. Hemingway's place was ridiculous. It was it was the largest privately owned you know space on the island. It was one really? acre big. And now it's owned by cats. Yeah, now it's it's basically yeah. overrun. I mean, it's like fucking everywhere you look. There's damn cats everywhere. But it's it was, it's, it's pretty cool if did, you like did, a cat. I gotta say. Did he have like shotguns laying around in that house and shit like that? Oh yeah, they, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole yeah. the whole thing was about his overcompensation as you know as the the manly man, you know, and uh, the whole thing, it was it was a bunch of bullshit, you know, because it, it basically he was married to this one woman and then he married this other woman Pauline who was rich and her uncle gave him That's this one house. Does. Yeah. And he would fucking wake up at 6 a.m. and write until noon. He would write six to 700 words a day. I mean, we write double that on an average fucking comic book. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They do that six hours a day, five days a week, and spend the rest of the day fucking fishing and, you know, shooting and shit drunk. and whatever. And, and drunk as hell. I mean, yeah, drunk as hell. Drink, That's well, drink, here's drink. the thing. There's the other thing I have in common. While I do my reviews, I'm drunk as hell. I mean, this is where you get all these goddamn references in my reviews. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm fucking hammered. So all you got to do is you got to marry someone super rich yeah. and get their own. Give you a fucking house and you can be a famous writer. What, it's very what, what, I do need a sugar mama. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't we all? This, uh, you dream. know, 
Unfortunately, I don't think any sugar mama's coming for this, Reggie. <laughs> any blind sugar mamas out there? Blind. No. Actually, then all of a sudden they'll have the, like, uh, fucking, I'll get Lionel hello. Richie involved. Yeah. The hello and the, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck happened to you? But yes, Reggie. I didn't you, sign you, up for Rocky Dennis. Get you, the fuck out of here. <laughs> you had a couple books this week, Reggie. And, That's uh, right. They're okay. Uh, yeah. I messaged you because you actually told me, hey, I'm, I'm going to be flying back. And when I get back, you know, I'll let you know and you'll come on. And you got back. I saw you started tweeting things. So I'm like, okay, Reggie's back. And I say, hey, yep. when can you record? And you're like, I can't record till a little later. And I knew it. it's because you're working up these goddamn songs. You, yep. you needed you needed more songs. I thought maybe you sat there in Hemingway's fucking room writing your goddamn songs. <laughs> and, and then maybe it would, you know, like oh, you I said, the guy barely wrote anything. So yeah. You would have written to. more. More, I always but drink yes, heavily before. I don't know if I ever told you. I always drink very heavily before we record, <laughs> just to calm my nerves. Yeah, so, so does that, Eric. Part of my, it's part of my process. Yeah, that that is part Segregation, of <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> Segregation, Reggie. Ah, uh, yes. Who is laughing? I hate uh, them. But yes, we're gonna do your two books. You did two books with us, and then you this. also had your. <laughs> Uh, young animal book which was cave carson now i do want to yeah. say i i gave you a shout out uh while me and eric were working i got the review copy email in and i was so happy i'm like hey eric i was yelling to him eric doom patrol's actually coming out next week reggie will be so goddamn Can happy when it? i saw that yeah. i couldn't i saw it and i'm like yeah reggie's gonna be happy uh but yeah you only had two of these dc books this week yep. and they're kind of your Very usual suspects so I was yes, out yes. of town, so yeah it worked, it worked out, out for one Usually this shit usually, doesn't work out. No, it usually <laughs> isn't. You'll go out of town and you have nine books. I have fucking uh, yeah, I have, I have so many books, but uh, we still get them done, don't we, there, guys? Yes, huh? we do. Yes, somehow, we do. some way. I don't well, know what I was writing this week. I was fucking sick as hell. Could not focus, so I have no idea what's on my review. Are you sick this week? How many, days, how many days did he work this week? He missed two. He missed two yeah, days every, of work. Everybody missed one. I, I didn't, snow, Eric. Right. You didn't know. I went in. I took a snowmobile into That's dedication work. right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, the, uh, the, the one day, uh, we both missed Tuesday. They closed down our work. But then Wednesday, Eric just assumed I was staying home. <laughs> Yeah, I went. In. I didn't yeah. message anybody. I just stayed in no. bed. Fuck, I felt like shit. I'm like, and then I found out later on when we had to record. I'm like, oh yeah, you went in, did you? Yeah, oh, I was good. like, I was at work. Uh, well, I, I was that. at work. Getting yelled at. Uh, getting yelled at, That's and then nice. uh, then afterwards we uh, for the rest of the week it seemed as if they were testing Eric somehow or fucking with him for missing those days. Uh, it really did seem that way, but it's nice. Yes, it's good to play nice. mind games with your employees. No, no, not did only you guys, that. The mind did you guys, games you guys were... got a lot of snow though, didn't you? you yeah, we did. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, that it was bad. like nine inches. Uh, so Nine that's inch. pretty good. I mean, it, in, in New York, they were all complaining, I heard. It's, it's funny. The weatherman said we might get nine inches. I said, what, am I going to fuck him three times? Uh, that's, yeah, that's boy. But boom. That's the second time I've used that joke uh, tonight. Uh, but yes. Uh, yeah, we got about nine inches, I think, Eric. You didn't think we got that much? I, I did not leave the yeah, house. Yeah, you didn't leave the house. Days. I was basically asleep for like you know most of that time. Huh. I ended up uh, – th- well, actually, I pointed the way for my kids to go shovel, and they broke That's the right. goddamn shovel. They, they broke they, our shovel. They did it on purpose. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, so I made. I actually like, gave them spoons. I told them to go out and shovel with fucking spoons, and then they did. All the spoons are broken in the house now. Yeah, they're all broken wow. now. Uh, Reggie, what's your first book? My first book is Aquaman number 19, written by Dan Abnett, art by Philip Briones and Gabe Altayeb. Early in the evening, 
right about supper time. Arthur and the Aquamarines solving them a crime. Seems this fella's quarrying on Ethan Evil Spook. I don't know, I didn't read Aquaman New 52. Dead in the water, from the ocean to the creek. It looks like, I like the looks of this monster, but it sure ain't that unique. Specialist Ali is the first one to get done. I was hoping for a horror flick where they get killed one by one. A creature using water to teleport sounds cool. But just as the story's ramping up, the comic book is through. Dead in the water, from the ocean to the creek. I like the looks of this monster, but it sure ain't that unique. <laughs> was that down on it the corner sure by CCR? Ain't yeah. that unique. <laughs> it was. It was. I know. All right. Yes. Yes. I, I like it. Go. I yeah. like it. But <laughs> wow. I, I, I didn't love this issue. I know that it, it, it it's weird. It's this so even, you guys are bringing, you guys brought with you new fifty two baggage that I don't yeah. have. Well, and the problem is, is I ended up even this week. Trevitt is one of the biggest supporters of this run of Aquaman, and again, yeah. we, we even just talked about it in the mail. I, I think it's solid. I just it's weird that it's become a darling to some people. And it's okay. I, I like reading it. I it's yeah. one of those. It's it doesn't excite me fully. You know, I'm not reading this and going, "Oh my god, wow!" But I never hate it to the point where I want to kill somebody. So I, I do understand, you know, the consistency of it and being, you know, happy that it's average. It, it's actually it's above average. It's it's not been it, horrible. It never you know what dips I mean? below average. You no, know what I mean? that's what it, I'm it saying. Its, so it is above average, and I do like it. The it's just that good. I've I've always yeah. said if you're already a fan of Aquaman, this is a great time for you. This is this yeah. you're gonna having a good time with this. Now, but if you you aren't. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. go crazy. Well, and here's the it. thing: like Trevitt has read the. Uh, he's gone back and read the New Fifty Two. Jeff Johns start. You know when uh-huh. Jeff Johns came on in the New Fifty Two, and I even said it earlier. That was the first book I read. That that number one issue was the first issue I read of the New Fifty Two, and it, it actually it floored me how much I yeah. liked it and how much. And I think that now because you're coming from that into this. I don't think you quite get the concept of how game-changing that run was because uh, going into Rebirth, Aquaman's not a joke anymore. Yes, you see it on, you know, Robot Chicken or things like that, but if you were actually reading comics, he is no longer a joke. Uh, And because... Jeff Johns changed it. That it wowed me so much. And then you had Throne of Atlantis. It's funny when I went back. Do you remember the big villain that that uh, arc started? The uh, New Fifty Two started with Aquaman. The huge villain. It said in the solicit for the first issue, the next great DC villain. Do you remember what it was, Rich? I don't it's remember so what nice. it was. I the did trench. It, it was, was the it? trench. Oh, Remember the ch- I'm like, I know really? they all had to have new villains in the first. Yeah, arc, yeah, really? and I'm like, really, you're oh. really pushing the trench as the great villain, but it, the book was all about making Aquaman. I remember, kick I remember, out. I read at least the first arc of Jeff Johns, yeah. and I remember being really impressed. And then, you know, they kind of addressed this an issue or two ago, just now, talking about how now Aquaman sees that people are afraid yes. of him. And yes, it's yes. kind of swung that way and i like that too he's kind of and, a, then, you know, and the thing and the thing is i do think though that people are you know jumping in with rebirth are going into this aquaman 
kind of that way as like, oh man, you know, he's not a joke anymore. And I'm telling you, me and Trevor were talking and, uh, you know, Trevor was being nice. I was getting angry. He has no, probably no idea how angry I was getting, (laughs) just freaking getting so angry. But no, and it's great that he loves it. I just, and, uh, but he, I said, I'm, I'm just sick of the, any of the brunt of that ire. Did you have, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was yelling at Eric, but no, yeah, it wasn't like I was mad at Trevor. I was just going, and like I would say to him, I'm sick of Aquaman being against the surface world. I mean, we've seen this now for six years, uh, but if it's new to you, it's new to you, and I want more adventure and stuff like this. This is the thing, though. This issue kind of starts with that. You, you have something new, but if you read the New 52 and the end of the New 52, this isn't new at all. This is yeah. a villain and a storyline that me and Eric not only read, Eric reviewed it, and Eric hated it. And, and hated I it. was yeah. not a big fan either, and I went back to look at Eric's review uh, of the, the two major issues that Deadwater was in. And Eric, I mean, I think they're f- a 5 and a 5.5. Like, he did not like it at all. We talked about it on this podcast way back when. And we didn't enjoy it. But one of the big things that we didn't enjoy was Dan Abnett never really either had the time or the wherewithal, whatever it might have been, to really set up what Deadwater was, what was causing all this. And no. so when I heard that Strange Deadwater was going to be in Jim. this, yeah. And when I heard that Deadwater <laughs> was going to be in this, I actually was like, That's my favorite you know what? Keaton Chong movie. You yeah, know, I know. Strange, Strange Water. Water. And I thought maybe this is, you know, Dan Abnett agreed to do, you know, carry on and do the Rebirth Aquaman. But he said, listen, I had this story that really was, it was cut at the fucking neck by Rebirth. They really did it. It got cut short. Eric's review says, I don't know what the fuck happened because they really rushed to end this to get to Rebirth. And maybe it was one of those things. We'll let you get back to it. So I was really. I don't know, not looking forward to it because we didn't like it, but I was thinking to myself, okay, now we're going to get the full story. The problem with this first issue is it's not even – me and Eric talked uh, you know, beforehand tonight. It's like a weird combo. It's not a full-out retelling, and, and uh, to me, knowing what Deadwater is, and Eric I think said the same thing to me, is it seems incomplete still. I don't yeah. know how they're not or giving what... us enough references no. about what happening and not showing us enough in this issue to actually get you on board with what's yeah, going on. Yeah, and in my maybe life. it's because we kind of know what happened and what's going on, and that's what we're going to get the next issue. But to me, this issue was a little bit. And Reggie, I agree with you when we go into it. One of the biggest problems is you have the Aquamarines there. We've seen them. We said before that we thought they were out of the picture right away, yeah. and we were upset. We wanted to see more. This was the chance. And they did it again. It, yeah. You have these guys. The best thing you get is them <laughs> jumping out of a fucking helicopter. And I even know. they it's so weird. But uh, we'll start with we'll get into the issue. Because yeah, again, I, I do have some issues. Well, but I, it, I, I think this is interesting. Like I said, yeah, like you guys do come with a little bit of baggage to this that I don't have. However, at the same time, it was it was hard for me to get like a bead on I, who yeah. is it? Paul is the name of the guy that got turned into uh, Deadwater. One of the, whoever got turned into Deadwater. This they kept imp- trying to impress upon me that this was a big deal. Yeah, and it, it was I, weird. I uh, didn't feel it. It was just it was, like uh, it was the name to me. I, I think was it was like, Jason oh, Payne. I I want to say right. Jason, yes, but it, yeah. I know his last Payne. name's Payne. The last Payne. name is Payne. Yeah, I know and, his last name's Payne. Because just like, all right, well, that was a guy that was I was Jonah Payne. Jonah Payne. I knew it was something well, that with makes the sense. Jonah and the whale. And, and in yeah. this whole thing, it's funny too. In this story, well, when we get into it, it's funny though that they make it seem like they want to make Scavenger 
this sympathetic character where he's, oh, no, don't let me near it. That motherfucker caused every bit of this. He was the one who uh, fucking threw it. Jonah ended up fucking turning into this Deadwater because of everything that Scavenger did. And they do point out he didn't get a hold of the authorities right away and short, things like that. But once, the, you know, he's yelling in that no, goddamn wheelchair. he was a scumbag. No, I, no, I, he I definitely thought he was a total scumbag. And I know that Eric can't stand. Uh, you know that Eric hates burn victims. He doesn't like people with scars. But I'm telling you, I know for a fact that when they show Scavenger and he has that one eye that doesn't look like it'll ever close, <laughs> that fucking freaks Eric out so much, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, but it starts off in, uh, you know, Aquaman and Mera, and the Aquamarines are heading off Jonah to go to this place with uh, Deadwater. And it's funny because they do keep – it's why do they keep calling it strange – it's so weird. It's, I know because, that the strange water is the water. Because we never got an explanation about what I this know. fucking water was. I know. At it's one strange, point, man. and it is funny. At one point, he was like coming out in pools and things like that. But this he was does. He's coming out of glasses of water. He yeah, can do anything, and you know, dead water can move through water. Amount, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter the amount of dude. it. He can move through like a goddamn mirror master moves through mirrors. Yeah, dudes, yeah. And dudes, you you drink the strange water, bro. Strange water. You know well, what I mean? It I'm comes not out of the strange brew. And I'll tell you, if this comes into play, uh, watch. Because the way you get rid of him is to pretty much suck all the water out. It it get it got a little bit nonsense until it at the isn't. End. Until it isn't. Yeah. Remember, he was uh, in the new Fifty Two version. They put him in a, a cell type thing that sucked all the water out of him until he started and kept crying. Heat lamps on him. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, he, he started crying. Into a fucking monster. Yeah. Yeah. He started crying because uh, really, I just want to point out if if he's so he wasn't go. a monster in Two Fifty Two. The new. Yeah, yeah no, he, he was, was, but he reverted oh. back and forth. And here's the thing: oh, just oh. as a little background, what they probably will go and this might be spoilers to this but it's from the other thing he doesn't want to be this monster and he's he desperately it's more emotions and things like that that cause him the problems mainly his hate for fucking what scavenger did yeah, to him they, caused a yeah, lot of issues get into it here yeah the rage. Well, saying, yeah. everybody that he killed previously deadwater when he was jonah Payne, who i gotta i think is still dead yeah everybody yeah. he killed was associated with something was that went wrong with with he even killed yeah. his ex-wife because you know yep. it's an ex-wife now yeah. and there was the monster took over this rage and just manifested and went after the things it thought it didn't like yeah and and through this whole thing me and eric both assume that jonah is not the guy who we see here that he has died and this is somebody else but if that's the case it may be somebody that's personal to them uh they even uh, the time are the the space part doesn't make sense but they do mention a couple people who did die you know even at the hands of the aquamarines or something maybe somebody didn't die i i don't know what they're gonna go with but yeah they're heading i, I just they imagine heard about somebody Deadwater. in the sea lab yeah well that's yeah but they go they're heading there and there's the aquamarines and we wanted to see the aquamarines more you know you have mm-hmm. you know great white who is the main uh, ronda that's who's the one the we main want to one. see basically yeah. Yeah. and <laughs> yes and you, wants to go see great white you don't want to see stone <laughs> i want to see yeah, great stone White. is the one we didn't give a shit about yeah the stone's like, oh, there and they're shit. there and you have a little deal where there's aquaman and mara and you know mara doesn't know why they're dealing with this you know why are you helping the aquamarines and you go through this whole thing which is very odd to me because it's her basically saying you know what these aquamarines are pieces of shit they they killed your people they killed the they tried, you know tried they, deal. they did this and and all arthur's like you know what this is what we have to do and she's like okay then i'm coming 
it's it's it a weird kind of, catch up. I, I like the exchange though, because he's basically saying, "Look, this is we have to. This is diplomacy, yeah. you know. But this yeah. is what we got to do. This is big boy games." And she was like, "All right, you know, if you, if yeah. you're in it, then I'm in it too." But it, yeah. it was they they did kind of drop it quick, fast, and it's you know, just it was, a catch up. But you go. And in my mind, it's your issue. You kind of want Mara there because she was kind of a big part of the original. Dead yeah, Water she story. was. So that's, that's why I think they're trying to make it so that you realize, okay, she's in. That's why because yeah, she was a big part. Uh, this was the part of the uh, Dan Abnett story where Mara, Mara had really kind of stepped Aqua to the, the front. She was Aqua Woman at one point, and all the stuff that this happened. This included the Spindrift uh, yep. station and all that stuff was where all of this started. Uh, so, yeah, if you if you like this stuff, you can just go back and read the last bunch of issues that Dan Abbott did in the New 52, and I think that people will enjoy him just as much, uh, though we didn't. But uh, go with it, Reggie. You, Nothing you was explained. I know. Well, so uh, Great White and uh, Stone shark up, which means they turn into their second sharky forms to dive out of the helicopter. They need to do that, you know, so they don't need to have a, uh, I guess, a, uh, what, what would you call those things? Parachutes, you know, yeah. they can just kind of go right into the water. Aquaman and Mar- I mean, this really makes you, this really begs the question, why did they take a helicopter? Why did that, they just uh, But also what's water? weird but to me whatever, is you know? Mara <laughs> even says, though, you need the ship near monstrous forms to jump into the sea. And they're like, no, yeah. no, that's just routine. That's just, like, that's just how I, they do. Again, I think that this was just to, sh- to remind people or to show people who hadn't been reading what they do. And I just – it, it threw me I, off I, a little. I mean it, it was it was definitely superfluous. And they, they come ashore and they basically turn right back into humans. Yeah, so yeah. it's right, literally like two panels. But I, I can't deny I like to see it. I, I really I just do like, like to see it. become but, fish people. But I, I wish they did a lot more with it. But again, we got you know? all, we got to the credits part in this issue with basically all catch-up, which is fine. I know that it's a new arc. You're going to have new people jumping in. But, you know, we, we get the whole thing with Mara and Aquaman talking. Uh, we're, we're told about, you know, strange water that they're heading to. And then you see the shark up bit. And I just – I was like, I, I want to see something new. In, well, then we move, when we find Finally, get to the freaking lab. We have to get reintroduced to Agent Ajar and Agent Irving, who we had yeah. at the freaking end of the New Fifty Two as well, who also dealt with the dead water phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. but even yeah. before that, you meet the rest of the Aquamarines, who just happened to be there already. And I, I thought they were dead. I actually did. I didn't know where they they were or whatnot. But go, Reggie. You. Oh no! So they they meet up the rest of the Aquamarines. They do, and they and Eric's right. To me, they met. A bunch of superfluous people that didn't understand why we're no. introducing so many people to this story that yeah. seemed not not important. But to yeah, it they were I... from the new Fifty Two story, and you can tell yeah. from this a little once we say they they were, and we've seen them in this series up until now. These were yeah, the people really Aquaman has gotten a hold of them a couple times, and they are. Oh, yeah, these are the FBI girls. Okay. Yes, yeah, they're yeah, the FBI okay. girls, and it. they are mm-hmm. Mara fangirls. They love right, right, Mara. Right. Anything about Mara, and they they go, and then you get Scavenger. It really is like a the gang's all back. Uh, in this Deadwater story. Deja New 52. uh, That fucking fucking, uh, jumpsuit he's wearing or whatever is awesome. You know (laughs) what I mean? I think he's actually... When I I get my, my scooter, and that's a when... Yes, <laughs> my motorized scooter. I'm definitely. You, you can expect to see me rocking daily jumpsuits and sweatsuits Fuck like yeah. this. Track suits, yeah. No he, question he, about it. Uh, with his injuries, he he's put on some pounds. Scavenger, he's there. He, when he's I get my scooter, tubby. I'm gonna you know, believe me. I'm gonna I'm gonna really. You can really see this. Is, I'm gonna be on Jim's dad levels over here. Yeah. You know I mean? 
Be kidding yes. me? Oh, I have to aspire to something like that thing. That's yeah, no, oh, yeah. He's off road. I, I like yep. it. I like that guy. Like that jazzy. He's on. It's pretty yeah. fancy. Look my uh, lifestyle. Okay. But yeah, then you get the description of kind of what Deadwater is and how he was involved. But yeah, tell us about no, it. I mean, what, it what it comes down to is I thought Deadwater looked really cool. I really like the way Deadwater looks. I like the oh, idea yeah, of it. Great. it. Reminds me of like a Greek, a mythological type beast. Maybe like uh, what? Are they, what were those guys? The uh, I don't oh, know. I don't know. <laughs> this, this, uh, one of the we actually talked about it when we uh, we, we we mispronounced it years ago. There's the Sheribidus, right? Wasn't that what it was? The Whirlpool? I, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't remember back, how to say Anyway, uh, whatever it is, though, I really like the yeah. way it looks. It, look, it looks like a super snaky, you know what I mean, fish yeah. man monster. And it's it's an awesome look. And uh, so they're basically going back. So this, this is the part I got excited. They were going into this, like, scavenging operation to... Essentially, I guess, find out what happened and see if there's any yeah. survivors. Yeah, you know? because at this point, they, they're they going there not to find Deadwater the monster. They're trying to discover they what created it. That, they want to find what was the thing that created it. Only because he thinks Deadwater is dead. If yeah, they think, and that's... Anywhere near it. And that's what we've been, me and Eric have been waiting for. Not that we've been waiting with bated breath, but when that when it ended, that story before Rebirth, you never really got the idea of what did create it. And they do a decent enough job that, and it's weird though, because the stuff that they call out are, is things that me and Eric know, and I don't know if it hit you. Like you said, some of the things like, oh, those characters, they're just side characters. But one of the big things was this Aquaman did go into the strange water and he couldn't and breathe. i was waiting to find out if he was going to be affected like like jonah Payne was when he became dead water yeah, yeah. like if we were going to see any aftermath of that once you know aquaman picked up in the rebirth and it and even seemed like it was like, like some ancient thing and since third grade yeah bro. yeah <laughs> yeah and it, it really was when he went in it like really affected him and it, it seemed like something ancient he kind of went with all that and they do kind of spell that out he does say that they do mention well, jonah mean, Payne. If strange and, water fucks with your emotions, we all know Aquaman is basically a maudlin, you know, yeah, you know, poetry just, boy type. So yeah. I think that was obviously going to fuck him up. Badly. <laughs> he started writing dark poetry yeah, on the he, side. It's like all around me, nobody understands. Yeah. Oh, half Darkness. man, half Atlantean. <laughs> oh. Half man, half fish. To yeah. be accepted is my wish. See, I, can write, I can write wow. the songs kinda, like I was, you. I was kind of hoping that when we got into the lab, it was going to be more like the thing when the friggin', you know, everybody went to go see that Norwegian campsite and Absolutely. everything was gone. That's exactly what I wanted here, but it didn't. It never really came to be that. I don't know if like what was missing exactly. That's, it's just that's, the suspense was not there that I wanted. And, exactly and this is what the second verse of my song was about was the fact that I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is going to be like a horror flick, like exactly like the thing or alien. Yeah. All about, and, and the way they split up, I was like, oh, this is perfect. You yeah. Know, they're yeah. going to pick him off one by one. He kills one guy. And I was like, oh, and then the issue's pretty much over. He just yeah. blasts out into the fucking center of everything. Uh, there, there is like, there is some side stuff where they come upon a room full of jars of prehistoric animals that uh, have obviously been scavenged out of this strange water area. That is coming in. That Yeah, and, and that's the uh, other uh, thing is when when Aquaman does say earlier, they're talking about the strange water, dead water, and he said when he went in, it had 
a almost alien like presence in there and yeah. it was peculiar there it was had, an like, otherness to it it had yeah he and not, he, you know, like you said we out. couldn't even breathe in it and all that and i think that that's yeah. kind of what they're leading to because some of these things even look you know she mara says prehistoric which is odd she says it as if she was around for a trillion that's what years it seems like i know right uh yeah it was yeah. very odd that it almost she, seems like oh i know museum natural history you know come on she yeah knows. well it says you ever see anything like these before mara and she says not for a few million years age in a jar she's <laughs> really? been around yeah, Aquaman likes older ladies uh, but yeah and then and then she's like yeah, oh they're from the Devonian period ah oh, really but oh. yeah they go on and I like the one panel because as they're talking about this and you have Scavenger. Scavenger is very afraid that Deadwater is still alive and all these things, but they have the panel where it's like close up on his face. I'm like, Eric's yeah. going to hate that. Yeah, I'm telling it. you, when I saw this, I went to another heart. It really reminded me of Hannibal with that guy who ate his own face and he's trying to get revenge on Hannibal there. And that guy bothered the shit out of me. And I'm thinking, yeah. like, you know, it, it bothered me actually that he was that afraid of Deadwater. I know this thing, you know, chewed him up and spit him the fuck out. But yeah, in yeah. my mind, he wants to take this goddamn monster down, kind of like the character from Hannibal. I can't recall his name right now but we yeah. never really get that i don't know if we're going to pick up on that in the next issue or, or whatever, even if but... it was like he seems afraid though i mean it could even have been like uh jaws where you know yeah. oh look at this this guy tried it but i i get that he's just afraid he he wants yeah, to get the fuck like. out of there uh but yeah nobody's there at that base they're they're trying to find them and they do find this contraption <laughs> which makes yeah. it made me laugh because they're like i think this was a low frequency pulsar field like a jamming device and the guy who was looking at it's like oh i see that now yeah. <laughs> you didn't see shit uh, i'm telling you and this Arthur better speech. play th this better play into something because if yeah. we have this whole thing for no reason we're so angry because the jamming device was there but it was never fully built and no, now everybody's so it, gone yeah so it couldn't explain she uh she says uh great white says does that could that explain the radio silence and they're like no no that whatever it was it was never finished or used i don't know if it's going to be one of those things because again uh deadwater may have been sent it maybe this was something to drown out like the the pulsating deal that that deadwater create i don't know I, I really don't know uh but yeah they can't find anything uh until they go into the washroom and uh yeah there's Watch water room. there and yes, it doesn't what even the hell's say. Wrong yeah. with you? This is the thing, though. That's what he calls it. He says, "This is Ollie Washrooms." No sign of, and I, I just saw it. He says, "Washroom." <laughs> He's old school. Yeah. It's funny too because if they pan oh, out, you'd old. see my ass over on the right side washing Wash my goddamn shorts. fucking yeah, exactly. shorts with his shorts fucking on. Yeah, dead water's the shit that comes out of my shorts while I'm in there fucking washing them. Strange water over yeah, here, boy. Strange water indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then the fucking there's Deadwater. Deadwater pops out, and like you said, it's, it is a pretty cool deal. I even think yeah, that when we talked way back, we this thought that he looked great. I, I, yeah. I mean, this page, this this splash page is great. It'd be all coming out ripped and horrifying. I, li I like the way it looks. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, you know, this is it. He, he kills this uh, specialist, Ollie. Yeah. And, uh, then in the washroom. Isn't it in the washroom? Ollie, we hardly <laughs> knew ye. Oh, and, and she even like semi sharks up, you know, but but she doesn't even fully shark no. out, whatever the hell they call it. Basically, and, uh, that's it. Basically, I mean, I mean, they go back to the main room where there's like fucking everybody, and uh, Deadwater pops out of there, and Aquaman says, "Your killing spree ends here." So I can't really see how this is going to continue to be a you know kill everybody one by one 
the yeah, thing yeah. type scenario. You know right. what I mean? Like, so to me, it's a totally missed opportunity. I said to Jim earlier, well, one of my big problems with this book is that it really is front heavy. And it's yeah. all this recap you're talking about. Like the whole fucking beginning, there's just too much of it. You well, know, and we end up having to, to, to like, a degree, whole... we do need a bit of recap just because of the how yeah, strange the story was too. told previously, because nothing was really explained to us. But and the thing is it's weird here, because like I have the idea that whoever this dead water is, it was somebody at this lab who was affected and turned into the monster as well. But because the monster can teleport anywhere once where, where there's water. It would just go off its baser instincts of the yeah, rage yeah. and go after any people it perceived as enemies at some point in its life and take them out. There's no reason that dead water should still be here. Yeah, and that's that's the problem in, in the new. And I don't know if he's going Unless. with that anymore because that's what Jonah Payne did right away. He yeah. used this, and the, and, and the anger consumed him to turn him into this monster that he did go off and pretty much pick off. And it was a, it was a mystery. They were trying to figure out and they were trying to piece together what cool do these people have in common. And then when they finally found out because scavenger didn't tell them what had happened and they found out uh what had happened because even then there was dead water but the he ended up getting eaten by sharks and i mean it was it was pretty gruesome what happened to this jonah Payne, and that's why he wanted to take revenge on anyone without knowing who or what this monster is now and like he's like eric's kind of saying he's just willy-nilly attacking anybody on this it's it's odd or is he or is he that's well that's question. what i mean See, we we'll don't know who it might is be a connection here yeah now but it could like i said maybe it's somebody who we've already seen that ended up in this maybe he hates black people he Whoa. might <laughs> maybe he's racist <laughs> he might Christ. be Maybe you know? it's somebody who I don't know. Maybe it's somebody who knows, you know, Aquaman or knows the Aquamarines. Maybe it's a, one of the Aquamarines, yeah. a former Aquamarine. That, the, the, I, the whole thing, though, of like getting rid of everybody in the lab is just odd to me for that yeah. scenario. Yeah, they might well, have you know, it doesn't look like they were, it out. I don't see blood everywhere, though. It looks like they were they either ran away, in which, but in which case you'd wonder, wouldn't one of them? Have yeah, why wouldn't they in? report it? Or I think they, I think either they all, they might have all got strange watered, and we're dealing That's with what, several. Or they're all books. dead waters. Or they're yeah, all. Yeah. Well, dead. I was thinking maybe we'll get more than one, but it, there's also that whole thing where Aquaman was talking about uh, how even an Atlantean would drown in the in the dip. Maybe they just all went in the water. They were swimming. They were skinny dipping. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, he gets enough time well, to tell the story. Well, if they were skinny dipping, then Jason probably killed them. That is true. Oh, yeah, that is true. You can't have that. But yeah, I do. And yeah, like you said, then he disappears in like a, uh, you know, in a tiny bit of water because that's what he can do. He doesn't need to dive into water. You can have just a a drop of water that he'll disappear into. Because the strange water itself seemed to be like another place, almost like another dimension that like, you know, you can connect to it through water, but it's another plane of it like existence that is underwater itself. So it's very odd to me because I'm telling you, nothing was really fully explained or like discussed in the previous story. Yeah, so even in the previous, now, it just, I'm going into this blind as well as yes, I was previous. The previous way that it seemed to be mainly uh, described was that with any bit of water, a person can turn into uh, dead water. That that was like the thing because they actually were able to stop Jonah from being dead water by again putting him in the cell and keeping all water away from him and things like that. Until but it, it did. 
until it didn't but that was you know now it seems like or they can jump it. and it's weird to, <laughs> <That doesn't laughs> it's weird though oh, the, the worst part is though <laughs> is again it's very heavy-handed where they say listen this dead water can jump through any bit of water even a glass of what and then all of a sudden he pops up in those jars uh yeah. that were were already spelled out yeah. so and he's attacking everyone and again he's attacking everyone is it something that he's protecting the lab he's mad that you know something happened there i don't know uh we'll see but it's okay it's joanna stubbs Ooh, maybe it's maybe Ooh, it's her dad cool. crikey her crikey. dad crikey it's black manta <laughs> but uh what did you give it uh, uh reggie well like i said you know i didn't bring with me any feelings from the new 52 run and it took this totally at face value and overall i, I like the story i just wish we had gotten more of the uh you know suspense part and less of the uh, yeah. background i know some I, th- I think some of it was necessary but only to those that had read a lot of that you know i think you could have cut a lot of that out and it would have really pissed off eric but that's that's what yeah. we call that Tuesday. Pissing off Eric in a comic book is really nothing like. <laughs> no, that's called Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's more of that's called new comic book again. day. Yeah, it's just like, uh oh, <laughs> continuity yeah, kids yeah. got to ride again. You know, the art was great for Where's the most part. Some, some weird, uh, some weird angles, but for overall, it was uh, it was good. I enjoyed the hell out of it, so I gave it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yep. I um. I liked it enough. It was just, it was kind of, you know, middle of the road again, as it, it always seems to be. There was nothing that infuriating about it. I actually am a little more positive. I, I'll admit, I don't know how Eric feels, but after this one issue, thinking back at how much we hated the first issue of Deadwater at the end of the New 52, I certainly am less angry now than oh, yeah, I was definitely. then. And maybe it's because now I have that background a little, but hearing you talk about it, Reggie, that you like it, I just think that maybe he's doing it a little better uh, this way. I did want to see more of the Aquamarines. I was kind of upset that, you know, some of them are going yeah. down. And even at the point where uh, the Ollie, it's right, wasn't yeah. uh, the one. Yeah. She she dies, and then they're like, oh, geez, we didn't even have a chance to shark up. I'm like, why couldn't you? There there was nothing stopping you from doing this. This is this is a comic. Just have it happen. Have here's why the thing. Why wouldn't you just be sharked up? That's what all I'm saying. Time. I, I was just gonna I, say. I would never be a human. This what is you, the whole thing. Not people? even that, but you're on a black ops on special a, ops dude, mission. Yeah, no, the minute up, you hit that island, I don't care if you're looking for goddamn <laughs> a shiny nickel somewhere. Shark the fuck up. Always. You would not. You know, maybe on Friday afternoon at 4.30, D-Shark, so you can, you know, hang loose. Don't take your work home with you on the weekend. You can fucking relax then. The minute Monday you punch in at 7, shark the fuck up again. There's no reason not to. They didn't even make up, like, there's not even any sort of, like, rule that seems to be put in place so they wouldn't. Like, oh, you know what, if we shark up too much. Yeah, there's not like if we shark. Yeah, there's like, not that. We or we only shark up for thirty minutes or yes. something. You know, whatever. Or, like, or we, you know, if it we do, it rip their clothing. You know, what yeah. I'm like like if they shark up in their uniform, it's fine. So yeah, it's like, they, they no could have easily do it. Yeah, they could have easily had the. Yeah, you know what? We we devised this shark up deal. But if we shark up more than thirty minutes, we ch- we have the possibility of losing our minds. We're we're going to become something fucking like fish that. heads. Uh, or say, hey, we can shark up all the time, but we need to be in water every so often. You know, something like that. Right, right. Nothing. Yeah. There is no like so repercussions. As as 
As far Why as I'm not concerned, they falling into the fucking Taco Bell drive-thru sharked up. Sharked no up? no reason not to be sharked no. up. No! I mean, and, and, you know, there's nobody that's going to shark shame you here either. you got Aquaman and Mara with you. They're not going to care. Even though they actually, at one point, Mara looks at them like they're freaks when, when they, they jump are. out. And I'm like, why does she look like that? Why, you know? Oh, because they're abominations, Jim. Yeah, it's true. But really, if you're going to be an abomination, be a fucking abomination. Just go for it. Shark up. Shark up. But yeah, I, I did like the art a lot. And uh, I would probably give this, I want to give it a seven, but I don't think you get enough in this issue. So I'm going to go six, nine. What about you, Eric? See, I actually, I look forward to this story, kind of like, you know, we were talking before about with the Justice League, about how I was all into this Here we Justice go. arc because of the Zodiac Crystals. I'm like, all right, Hitch is finally going to give me some explanation about the shit that he threw out there and didn't really talk about that Reggie, much. Reggie, he like, likes this Justice League oh this week so much that he's bringing it into your Aquaman Really? You. No, no, he's lying, Je- Reggie. Oh. Um, ten uh, out of uh, ten he gave it. It's yeah, nonsense. Smell you later, bitches. It's so oh, funny. Wow. People have already oh, heard us talk over, about huh? it. Yeah, he, he no, loved no. it. He thought but it was guess, great. I, w- I was so upset with the Deadwater arc because it ended the New 52 and we did not get much of an explanation. It was really rushed to a conclusion. Now that we can take the time and really get into it, I hope yeah. that the things are like you know yeah. really d- explained and discussed. And I, I have optimism there. So I go into this actually more optimistic than I have been for a lot of things just because this is something I think we can resolve now and it can be properly done. I love the art in this issue, but – it just did not do a lot. You know, it explained some things, but not enough to really get people, you know, a full background on what was going on. And because of that, I think I'd give it a seven point two out of ten. Ooh, seven point two. Would Look you? That. Holy moly! Look at that. This guy can't stop talking about that Justice League. Jesus Christ! What is your next book, Reggie? The next book I have is Harley Quinn number sixteen, written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, art by John Timms, Joseph Michael Lindsner, and Alex Sinclair. I I read a whole issue where Power Girl was on a date with Zorkrom. How could a person like me care for that? Why do I bother when the comic doesn't match solicits? Ooh, ooh, is not enough. I saw the boobs, <laughs> and they opened up my eyes. I saw the boobs. The story's frustrating, but breasts are great. And I saw the boobs, and they opened up my eyes. I saw the boobs. No one's going to twist your arm and make you read about Zorkrom. But seriously, Fuck Zorkrom. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, I yeah. never thought you I, would uh, have Ace of Base in, in our really podcast. I really imagine there where he started laughing, though. His wife just walked in and shook her head and <laughs> walked away. The best was I at was... one point I almost spit out my drink when he started <laughs> laughing. I was going to get a drink. I almost spit it out. Oh, sometimes. Uh, I, you, I you're not a big Zorkrom fan? Up. You're not a Zorkrom fan? Uh, <laughs> I mean, this story is the most fucking nonsense. It's it's so. Well, Reggie, we did find together. out that you know he doesn't. Really, he's not really packing it where it matters. Who the fuck can I don't give a shit. And, and, I mean, we we can talk. We, I can really break this book down in in a couple of sentences. After he fucking flips out and chucks Atlee and Harley around for no particular reason, Harley no decides. 
and the cars. Thing, the other thing that one thing that annoyed me is like he spent the whole last issue going all over Central Park and then all to Midtown to this to this Jewish deli that they kept mentioning was a Jewish deli over and over again. Pastrami. But he wants Paragirl to be his queen. Why? Why, yeah, of why would you do Harley? Because you saw her. Yeah, because but that this is the problem is then you go and now we're gonna do the why. same thing again Size with matters. Power Girl. Now they're it, on a date. Now they're exactly on Exactly what happened. He went on a date and while they were on a date, because he's he's powered by stored solar energy, uh, as the night wears on, he gets weaker and weaker and actually contracts the rabies from the squirrel that bit him. Was that two issues? I feel no, like that it was, was last fucking, issue. I feel like it was a yeah, year ago. I actually now, thought of, I, Yeah, I know it does seem. And and the thing is, it actually, it angers me about this. It's never explained about how a rabied up squirrel can get through his fucking skin to give him rabies. It just place. is. I know yeah. it's uh it it it. And so now he has rabies, and Power Girl beats the shit out of him. And uh, he actually, uh, he, he, oh, he gets hit by a bus. That's right. He steps out in front of That's the bus. That's how he dies. Up. Yeah, See, basically, like basically, Power Girl, Power Girl rockies him. She fights him until he gets tired, and his powers are gone because there's no sun to and, replenish and his then powers. And he dies like that guy at the end of RoboCop who got yeah. the toxic waste spilled on yep. him. Yeah, yeah. And you, you even get a Conan the Barbarian fucking really heavy-handed goddamn fucking reference in here, and it's Crumb. a bunch of nonsense. It's really a bunch. And of And then nonsense. the other stupid story is 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 about the of course the homeless thing with the vampires, which now it turns out that they're cannibals. Yeah, that, that was really that just fucking that destroys it for me. You know, I'm it, telling you, here, all of a sudden <laughs> the Lost Boys are gone. Now we have a punk rock Texas Chainsaw Massacre that I'm not a fan of. And here's the thing the is, the did, Vampire Coalition called yeah. DC and told them, hey, you got to change I, that. They're not. They I, I think that, I, I mean, and Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, they really... You know, it seems like they're down with the fun, right? They like the fun. I don't think so. Cannibals are not fun. It, oh, vampires can be. It, yeah. Vampires greater than cannibals. Just I, stick I with of, it. I, I kind of yeah. feel at that one point when the homeless man is like strung up. He's like, are you vampires? Jimmy Palmiotti and Manicotto were speaking to me. Vampires, they're not real. Don't yeah, be yeah. stupid. I'm like, yeah, oh. And it's just weird, though, because you go from a cool, fun, creepy to just kind of just disgusting yeah, <laughs> and not even disgusting kind of you know? like huh i don't i don't like this this isn't i'm fun. a pedophile too you know just yeah like, yeah well, really <laughs> that's i'm no vampire i'm a pedophile oh thank god god damn it i'm no here. monster but uh, all that being said that 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 scene was stupid and i hope that i hope i kind of hope that story just kind of if they just walk away from it i'll be fine i, yeah, I, don't really I wouldn't mind it anymore. i wouldn't mind if they but walk away from that the shit that i did like of course <laughs> yes was the the future thing even <laughs> so though ridiculous it, it came out of nowhere like, it's yeah. totally inserted out of nowhere but i i really Again, enjoyed that it sets trend. up the next arc of the course. next arc has to be that but what uh, but it upset me highlights how stupid this story is because i didn't you know i was like yeah i want to see this you know the more yeah. of this fucking future Eric, shit Eric, did you get mad when that happened? And you're like, no, no, no. Gotham Girl's supposed to kill Batman. I did. I, I knew really it. Did. I knew he did. I'm reading it. Because what happens is this girl who well, we saw in the future is in this, this Batman fight Batman club. Fighter, and they, yeah. they win. And the ultimate deal is you win. And then you win the prize of going back in time to meet the real Batman. And she says at the end when she wins, which she, you know, kicks some ass. She wins. And they say, you know, her, her friends like, oh, you're going to get to meet Batman. 
Batman. No, no, no. I'm going to use this to go back and kill the woman who will kill Batman, Harley Quinn. And I knew it right away. I was going to sit. I'm sitting there reading. I'm like, Eric is going to be so angry because they have spelled out that Gotham Girl is the one who's going to kill Batman. That Gotham Girl thing makes me angry, too. But I know. I'm more angry because Power Girl is a part of this universe for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things angering you. Although, I mean, you know, we'll see how that specific thing is resolved but i loved the way the uh the girl was fighting oh I yeah mean, i liked so it i actually dirty. really that liked that it was great like i was like yeah i would like to hang on a little more in this evil you know this crazy future yeah. god oh well here's <laughs> my problem this that you just said my exact problem you have this set up you already have harley who's been involved in the roller derby all that stuff i really like the idea of this future why couldn't they have harley go to the future instead of this girl coming back i would have really liked harley to go in this future and get involved in this crazy fight club and things like that where people would you know all of a sudden even if in and then play around with the continuity because it is in the future where she can go and they're like why would you want to dress up like harley quinn she's the one who kills batman and, and her getting all upset I holy really would have liked that. Yeah, holy it moly or roly. Yeah, I would have I would have liked that more <laughs> because I re- <laughs> I really want to see more of that future. Uh but yeah, there, she's coming back to to go after yeah, Harley, I, but I, yeah. It's, that kind of sucks. I, I I agree with you. I wish I wish it went the other way and there are a lot of possibilities with you know Harley going into yeah. the future instead. Maybe yeah. she will by the end of that. Arc. Yeah, maybe they'll switch or maybe they'll true. take her back. I'd like that. I this hope that that does is, happen. But that, that whole story is like is like twenty times more interesting than anything else in the fucking comic yeah. book. Like, yeah. you know, I really the fucking thing with Zorkrom, I, I really can't well, yeah, shit about and the whole thing with Zorkrom is basically nothing at yeah, all. <laughs> basically, Power Girl goes on a date with him to figure out how much power he has, and for them to deplete his power, she gets in a fight for no reason except for that. They fight until his power's depleted. She kind of knocks him over, and then he gets hit by a bus. The end. Now, <laughs> it's just one done. thing I'm curious about. Maybe you guys know things that I don't. You know, as you would, you would. Most people yes. do. But when uh, Atlee and Harley are leaving the place where Power Girl and Zorkrom are having their date, and they had their martini glasses, why do we spend so much time with them finishing those martinis? I just think that because and then luscious. tossing it on the ground, and then we well, have to and the guys like you can't leave that. with that. You know, those with glasses. Those glasses. I, yeah. I have a feeling that that's at some point me. that's a Greek. That's a Greek uh, tradition. That's why. <laughs> Oh. What, leave with the... Go- I just think that Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor went out drinking one time and they got yelled at because they fucking left the bar with gl- martini glasses. I used glasses. to steal glasses all the time from bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're a piece of shit. That's, uh, you know, I don't no, know why I you're telling everybody this, but yes. Uh, but yeah, at the end, then he does get hit by the, you know, the tr- the bus and then you have, you know, the typical funny shout-out. I don't know. You might as well have that rat running with the piece of pizza. Reggie loves yeah. rats running with pieces of pizza, but here Absolutely. it's, a, it's, it's an eyeball. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, we've now, does seen that mean this. Now, can come back from the dead once the sun rises? Or, will that's true, will he reconstitute, or will that rat catch Zorkrom rabies? Ooh, the most, that might be. The most stupid the most form of rabies. rabies. Like, the most retarded like rabies ever. This. Yeah. The yeah, fifth, the yeah. fifth level of Zorkrom rabies is you gotta eat pastrami. <laughs> the fourth, the fourth level of the Zorkrom rabies is you don't have a penis. There, there you, you go. go. That's what Got a small winky. Uh, the sixth stage of the Zorkrom rabies is you live in strata. It's That's not what fun. she said. The, the Zorkrom hey. rabies ain't no fun. Yeah, and that, we get a bunch of That's What She Sent jokes. Oh, great. Really? 
Yeah, can... well, Harley has been pretty fucking lame lately. Uh, I has. do think something happened to this to this particular arc. Like I said, the solicits have not matched up. There, there was supposed to be this story with the homeless and the vampires and or cannibals was supposed to be <laughs> the main story, and something changed, and that's fucked it up. But it also hasn't been good for like three months. You know no. what I mean? Like it. It's it a shame too. We won't get back to the future or the cannibals because next time it's Paul Dini taking us back and doing a, a past story. Well, he's just doing backup. Oh, is yeah, he? Okay. Yeah. He's, he's just next just Paul Dini joins the crew yeah. to take us back to the good old days. Which, so I figured yeah, that would be a Paul Dini joint. No, I am excited he's doing for the backups. Oh, Brian, yeah, it's just All the right. backups. So we can still have, hope, hopefully, good, good. maybe one will inform the other. I don't know. Whatever. Well, whatever and, and, Paul Dini is a great writer. So and I here, am yeah. And here's the thing is, to me... That's pointing out what Reggie's been saying for months now. I do think that uh, Palmiotti and Connor, I think that they're overworked. Yeah, I think that they, they're a little burned out on this book. And now they're uh, they're doing uh, the Jetsons book coming up and some other you know stuff, the Looney Tunes stuff. I think they're doing one of those. And I just think that they're burned out in this book and the the Paul Dini's been called in just to <laughs> kind of, you know, reinvigorate it and go, uh, because they are well, I mean, like the that. thing is, the thing is truthfully, if, if, if Palmiani and Connor leave this book, you might as well cancel it. And who else yeah. could do this? No one else can, can, can keep this kind of continuity no. and write this. It, 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 it's totally their joint, their world. Yeah. You might just shut it down, leave, leave it be, and that's it. And I, I think that we're going to see that in a year or so. I think that the Paul Dini thing is, because the sales aren't, at one point, me and Eric, and we've mentioned it to you, uh, Reggie, as well, uh, me and Eric always would talk because it would always be the top two books yeah. for DC were Batman, Batman and then Harley. Harley. I mean, it I was, it was, and it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And then they really... You couldn't go anywhere without seeing a Harley book, a special, a holiday deal, and whatever. We've had Little a couple of holidays book. come and go without a one of these books. I think that they are dialing it back a little, and I do think that eventually this book uh, will probably end up being at the at the least uh, monthly. It won't be uh, twice a month uh, shipping anymore, and I think that might help it. it. You know? I do. I, I think, think that that would help it immensely. I think that then you could have uh, full stories and things, give them a little bit of a break. But first, before that, they're going to have Paul Dini on it, see what he can do with these backups. But I believe my, my guess would be by June, uh, somewhere around there, this will be a monthly book. And I think it'll – I do. I think it'll make it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, what did you give it, Reggie? Well, you know, like I said, mostly kind of a bummer. I like the future thing. As usual, the, the art is pretty solid throughout. Yeah. Actually, I like the art on the future part least, but I still liked it. It was still yeah, good. Yeah. I really like the art on the future part. I, yeah, I didn't I, like it know, as much. I, that's I kind of a style all, I don't like. If I had to compare it all, that would be the one I was I was least hyped about, but I, right. I, still, I still enjoyed it. But uh, overall, this whole arc's been a bummer. I am glad to see it go. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think that I'd go a little lower than that just because we just had an issue where, you know, Harley walked around with Sorkram and then yeah. this one, he kind of walks thing. around again That's on a date. The thing, too, is where we do that, and I was I, like we talked about last time, I was really interested in the stuff they were talking about because I find that interesting. Here, they're walking around, but they're not talking about any of the stuff I like now. Well, so they started out. The, the thing was, they started out with that nonsense that you said you liked. You know, oh, if you, if you want to take over, you should go on a vacation first and take over nine first because it's a big world and you they started with that and then that just disappeared out of nowhere and then it was just them you know ice skating and then fucking yeah and it just and then power girl taking cash out of her boobs 
And Holly putting her face in her boobs. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Just say, her boobs are a cash machine. Uh, what are you talking about? Especially but yeah, if she uh, was at a strip the, club. The main thing, though, I did I did seem to be, uh, I not even seem, I did like the things in the future. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, turning vampires into cannibals, that's stepping down in my mind. May, may uh, as well. And there's no reason in this book... You needed cannibals. Vampires fit in just fine here. And, you know, we don't even get the continuation of that Harley Sin bit where she's going. So we, oh, we're God, still going to have to deal with that. that. Yeah, we're still going to have to deal with that. Like, <laughs> oh, this God, book has to. become too <laughs> overcrowded to even yeah. keep the goddamn stories going. Yet you had filler galore with Power Girl and Zorkram to only get yeah. them hit by a bus. <laughs> for nothing i mean really what we've had with sorecrum it meant nothing at all yep. it's just ridiculous he got rabies and got hit by a bus uh but yeah what would you give it there would you give it six okay six i'd give it a 5.5 out of 10 i i enjoyed the art for the most part in this issue but this was a step down completely from what we got previously like even the future part where we find out she's going to go back to the past and you know okay i don't care anymore because I want to see this future world that you've been showing me the past yeah. two issues. But yeah. uh, so everything has been a step down from what we got previously in my mind, um, except for the art, which I liked uh, enough. But 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fair it's, enough, it's a shame. Lad. Fair enough, it's a shame. Lad. It's funny, too, for longtime listeners to the podcast. Uh, they have to realize by now, it's been a while since we've said our standard phrase that Dancing Mike made fun of us a while back of, if you like yeah. Harley, you'll like this book because it's starting to fall. It, it really is. And it, it's, it's not it's a true shame. right now. I would I would say even if you are a huge Harley fan, this these books have been boring. The stories have been middling and there's yeah. too much seeding there's too much seeding of future stories not enough telling of current stories yeah you know? yeah yeah it's always uh, like they're looking for the exit for the next goddamn yeah. story but yeah. that's how it goes but uh you are back reggie and you also had a young animal book uh I that did. was cave carson and i have heard rumors that he may have a cybernetic eye i'm not sure if that's true uh, but oh. I did hear it. Me and Eric are waiting for when Cave Carson gets so big that they're going to have the spinoff book with just the cybernetic eye. Is that possible? Yeah. Is I that know, a possibility? I, you know, no, I don't like to give away what happens on our wonderful Young Animal segment that I did record on location in Key West. So you, yes. might, hear yeah. roosters. you might hear roosters in the background. Roosters? There were a lot of roosters. There were that was when we were. That was when we were doing the spotlight, and uh, you were on, and I tried to get you on the spotlight just to yeah. give a uh, your. Uh, I guess we were Superman. talking about on Superman. Yeah, Superman Reborn. That we were. I was just going to say, Reggie, what do you think about Superman Reborn so far? And you'd say, I'm pissed or whatever. That's all we we're going to do, and you didn't answer yeah. the phone. Yeah. You left me. No, the mic didn't work. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah and that's true. Did you did but, answer but anyway, the mic. Didn't work. But anyway, there is a development with Cave Carson's cybernetic eye. Oh, in Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye number six. Is there a possibility that the next number seven does is Cave just Carson called... get supersized fries? I'm not going to. I'm not going to reveal it. No. Is there any possibility that, that number fries. seven? Oh, shut up, Reggie. Don't is ruin number my seven <laughs> Cave Carson misses his cybernetic eye? Have they changed the the title of the book? Is it, it possible? Be. Because it that's might how be C, it might again. CI in uh, September. Ooh. You know. Ooh. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, uh, we're going to go off to you and Chris talking about said Cave Carson and said cybernetic guy. Mm hmm. Once in every lifetime, comes a love like this. Oh, I need you. 
segment to you for WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. I'm sort of at a deficit this week because I am recording in Key West, Florida and using my laptop mic, so it's actually going to sound like a lot of, lot of other podcasts out there, right, Chris? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe. Not naming any names, but there are some that I do think could use a microphone. And, uh, you know, you let us know if, uh, you know, this really sounds like a... Heap of crap because uh, a prison phone call. Yeah, and you know we'll see. You might hear my wife cough in the background. That's all right. There's no big deal. Sure. Uh, we do have a book this week for the folks, um, and it actually is a book that I would consider the end of the opening arc. But I mm-hmm. think I think that's an arguable point. That's uh, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye number six, written by John Rivera, story by Gerard Way and John Rivera, art by Michael Avon Oming, Nick Filardi, and Tom Scioli. So we'll jump right into it, and we open up with a flashback, which is appropriately colored and hued to let us know that it was in the long ago. And we see that Edward Bordstein, he's the guy that owns the EBX mining company. He digs into a fungus-filled cave, th- cave through its roof. We see it sort of from the cave's point of view. And he's there to extract the crystals that he needs without dealing directly with the Muldrug folks. The Whisperer gets a hold of him and beckons, and Edward has kind of a one-sided conversation with him the whole time. He's sort of saying, like, oh, my apologies, I thought you were somewhere, I'm on my way. Uh, But we can't hear what the Whisperers, nor do we technically know at this moment that it is the Whisperer, except that we've read five issues that tell us that. and there are also some, do you notice this, Chris? There are some kind of weird skeletons in this one panel. Have you, do you see this? Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, they are very uh, oddly shaped. Just those, especially the skull. There's one that looks like a saber-toothed cat kind of skull. I don't, I don't know if this will ever come up. It could very well just be like, you know, miscellany in the, you know, deep down below. Uh, mm. But I thought it was worth noting because this, I mean, this one even looked kind of like, an, you know, a typical alien head, the one that's elongated. It did. But anyway, that could, it could end up being nothing at all. It could just <laughs> or, be a stylized yeah. take on a skull. And, or just to show that, you know, deep deep beneath the Earth's crust, there are fossils and skeletons and stuff. <laughs> um, so true. So, so using a flare as a light, uh, eventually Edward finds the Whisperer. It's sort of a, the way it's being shown here, it's sort of a wispy, wavy force field that's sort of kind of hard to explain. It's sort of this essence uh, in front of, I guess, what is the crystal, or I don't really know what it what, it seems like some sort of light anyway, but uh, mm. when Edward touches it, it pricks his finger, and there's some green goop kind of splashes out of it. He says, ow, and we have to, I assume this is where he becomes infected with the fungus thing. It's got to be, right? I mean, we just don't yeah. know for positive, but yeah, I'm pretty certain it is. I mean, what else could it be? If it, unless, unless, you know, we, we missed the off-panel scene where he stuck that finger in his nose. 
Yes. That could be that. Or he had, a, <laughs> or he had his iodine packet with him that he could uh, disinfect with. Yeah. Uh, we pop back to the present where we see Team Carson. And uh, you remember our friends in the half shirts with the Batman logo? Yep. Well, they're there, too. They're oh. the uh, Shah Maldruga Batman fan. <laughs> uh, they're, uh, they're all about killing fungus monsters. Uh, also, Ace Morgan and the renegade members of the other EBX mining team, they're there. Uh, Cave Cybernetic Eye, he uses it. It scans a big pocket of magma above them. We always have to mention when he uses it. Yeah, it's, not, it's rare. <laughs> it's not every issue, either. So. No, it's certainly not. Uh, now, uh... The Mighty Mole cracks it open and outpours liquid fire, which kills the fungus monsters, mm-hmm. thankfully. Uh, another person who's thankful is a Cave's mother-in-law. She is very grateful for what happened. However, she needs to ask him one more favor because King Pathral is still in the clutches of the Borsteins. Because uh, you remember uh, last issue, uh, we found that giant door that would only open if you had uh, the DNA of a uh, Muldrugan or whatever. and uh, Of a royalty, yeah, the royal, royal family. Yes. Yeah. So they could get into the Temple of Palud. Which, within that, is the crystal. And the the Whisperer, right? Yeah, is inside that. So it, it's pretty complicated. It's sort of <laughs> This is sort of like the Russian nesting doll of uh, <laughs> traps here, but, you know, they'll get to it eventually. Now, Cave's cool to go, but he has one re- one request for uh, Mrs. Bethral. He wants some of that delicious psychedelic night pudding. Oh, yeah. Well, who doesn't? I don't even know if he needs mm-hmm. that for any specific reason. He just wants it. Yes. Uh, down, <laughs> Meanwhile, down at the Temple of Palud, a cat monk smashes King Bethral's head against the thingy that opens the door, whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ed Borstein's looking pretty bad right now, too. He's looking like... Uh, it's barely human, you know what I mean? Like he's sort of melting, and it looks like his the, his costume is the only thing holding them together at this point. Seems, you yeah. know. And uh, doesn't it kind of look like he has a cybernetic eye? You know, I was gonna say that it did look that, that there it does look suspect. There's some his there's something with his left eye. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. And when I when I think about it, I I I actually you know we get these comics as comps. I end up having to swap them out quite a bit to be able to keep them. So I don't have the last issue to hand. I couldn't. But I could swear there was. Always something hinky about his left eye, but anyway, I don't, I don't. Nothing is stated. We don't. We're not sure, but it seems like his left eye is funny looking. Yeah, because it, it doesn't even look. It looks kind of like a like a marble, like an aggie. You know, it, it does. Uh, it doesn't look organic. It, it, yeah, it looks it looks metallic to me, and like yeah. there's like a little button or depression in the middle of it. I don't know. It's it's difficult to say. It could be nothing. It could just be you know. It could literally just be a false eye for all we know, or maybe it's just making sure. his eye the fungus disease is making his eye look weird. I don't know. Uh, something to look at though. Let it, let us know if you, if you think it's anything. Uh, his son Paul, he's annoyed because they could have simply dug up Cave's dead wife Mazara instead of bringing King Pathrol down here and used her DNA DNA to open the door. Because we all know hindsight is always an exact science. Yeah, it's always shoulda, coulda, woulda with these guys. And besides <laughs> any of that, his dad points out it's always a nice thing to be able to humiliate someone. So you know, it, it was so this is all worth it. Works uh, to live by. Yeah. <laughs> and, and within the fungus-filled recesses of the Temple of Palud, the Mighty Mole, their Mighty Mole, prepares to breach the crystal. And then we bounce back to uh, Ken Kesey's Merry Pranksters, where uh, we see a wild dog reloading his guns with hollow point bullets. He He's kind of nervous, but he says, hey, I got a mask. It's okay. Uh, 
<laughs> Chloe's got a face full of night pudding. She's she really having a good time. It. Oh, boy. She loves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Cave explains that they will need to withstand the psychic onslaught of the Whisperer, so they're going to be drinking that to, uh, you know, block all that stuff out. Hopefully. Yeah, somehow by having a psychedelic trip, then the Whisperer, I, I mean, I guess kind of makes sense. Their minds will be sure. racing. Uh, but then the best thing is after, you know, uh, Chloe has her bowl, <laughs> Cave just <laughs> grabs, like, the bucket and just, yeah. just like, drinks some <laughs> I'll have the rest of it. I mean, he just—it looks like it looks like he downs at least two gallons. I don't know, Fred. Sure. Visually, so I, I think he actually likes it more than Chloe. He just might. Yeah. Um, now we go from you know the regular style of art here to a very psychedelic style. This is a uh, for most of the rest of the issue. Yeah, not every um, not every page, but a lot of it now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, it becomes kind of unclear as to what we're supposed to be really seeing and what is just perception that, uh, you know, like we get like distorted shapes, uh, the colors are a bit off. It's uh, we just don't know what's real from here, which yeah. is probably the point. It, 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 I I have to say I like the way it was handled because ultimately, sure. and we're gonna tell we're obviously gonna say what happened in the issue, uh, but hmm. it's not hard to tell what actually happens. But hmm. it's all depicted very distorted, you know, yeah. uh, not unlike you know not not to uh, reveal that I have any experience, but not unlike actual drug experiences. So I I have to I I really the first time I saw it I was like that's interesting. The second time I was like that's really pretty clever because it sort of <laughs> takes over the rest of the comic comic book it and, does. and becomes subtle it becomes like it becomes almost i don't know a background thing almost like a drug experience can be but anyway uh it doesn't make the comic difficult to understand for the most part it just looks different uh although you know it's worth saying that maybe half an issue was too much but that's uh that's for you to decide uh, so at the Temple of Palud, there, a mighty mole cracks open the crystal, and Ed Borstein is still distilling his blood into a fungus monster serum for some reason. It looks to be turning some cat monks behind him into fungus monsters. No, why not? Um, it's also possible that this is part of the psychedelic uh, perception of what's going on. Because sure. then when, when we go to the long shot, the cat monks don't look, don't look like they're turning into fungus monsters. So again, like... It's strange. This the whole situation is strange. Plus, we see in a minute, and you know, mentioned it, that Paul Borstein's also knocking back some night pudding. And uh, but, but what happens is, is that the Whisperer eventually comes out of the Temple of Palud, uh, or out of, you know, ultimately out of the crystal and into the, out of the temple through the doors. Uh, Ed Borstein's real happy to see him. This is what he's been, you know, working towards. What he's been waiting for. The Whisperer looks like a giant green larvae, like a big. Almost like a Ren and Stimpy kind of monster, no? I don't know. Yes, it looks very John K. With big, with bugged out yellow eyes and uh, yeah. yellow tentacles. Definitely looks gross and veiny and creepy. Unpleasant. Unpleasant. <laughs> and uh, at this point, Paul Borstein is also, he said to take night pit pudding. I assume also to, you know, protect himself psychically from the Whisperer. And he's very happy because they've won, as far as he's concerned. Uh, just at that moment, Team Carson shows up, and Wild Dog is 
taking cat monks apart with his automatic guns. He shoots one guy right in the mouth, apparently. Uh, <laughs> he does some dental work. And the Mighty Maul has no problem mowing down some cat monks before it as well. Just, you know, and uh, this is a great little panel, too. It's like the, the lines emanating from Wild Dog are just like make him look like he's at the center of the universe here. Yes. Uh, Chloe is having a blast. She is just like, <laughs> woo! She's, you know, she's. it's like she's at a prom or something. And then at the same time, the Whisperer sort of absorbs uh, Edward Borstein into his body, um, sort of like sucks him up like a piece of spaghetti. It's pretty gross, but I think Ed uh, Ed was happy with this. He I wanted think, yeah. it this, this, way. this This is what he's been going for, so I'm glad to see that. It's sort of a, ha- a happy ending for Ed Borstein. Sure, That's nice. sure. <laughs> now the, uh, the next page is interesting. The uh, the panels are laid out in kind of a, like a silhouette of the Whisperer. So yeah. like every segment of this disgusting larvae creature is a, is a panel. Um, uh, but it's, now weird. We have, it's weird because... It's not totally just an outline, though, you know? Like, there's detail yeah. at the top, so it, it makes it really strange to me, but I liked it. Oh, it's very, very nice. Yeah. It's a very striking page, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, Chloe happily running over to the door control and blowing away cat monks along the way. Uh, it's great. Uh, she shoots a couple, and it creates, like, a rainbow between them. It's, yep. it's pretty wild. Um She touches the door control, and it crashes down on the Whisperer, uh, but its head is stuck. Cave suggests that Wild Dog maybe plant a little bit of C4, and uh, Wild Dog says, eh, he can't do it. He, you know, he, no one can throw like that." Mm. But Cave reminds him that he is not only Wild Dog, but he is also Jack Wheeler, the All-Star quarterback for the Quad City Bulldogs. Mm. And hey, he can do it. That's right. Flattery will get you everywhere. He says, "God damn right, you do." <laughs> uh, so this part, maybe you could help me out. They pull some sort sure. of complex maneuver in the Mighty Mole. It looks like they kind of like do a run around. They they carve behind the Whisperer or above him somehow. I you think know, so. With the Mighty Mole, um, they burrow up. Yeah, they they burrow up <laughs> and sort of like uh, yeah, exactly above him. Uh, so. Um, the Whisperer, he looks really messed up now. There's blood just pouring from his face. It's red blood, too, which is strange, I thought. I would expect it True. to be green. I didn't even think of that, yeah. But maybe this is visually better, or maybe we're actually seeing that there's something more uh, physical about the Whisperer than we thought, or, you know, more, I don't know, human? I don't know how to put it. He, he might have been human at one point. Possibly, could be, possibly be that. Uh, Cave sees his dead wife, Mazra, again, while driving them all, and he's, he's cool with it. He's kind of come to peace with it, actually takes a little support out of it, and she she gives him a little ribbing. She says, it's good to know I still drive you crazy. <laughs> uh, the Whisperer tries to get into Wild Dog's head by emulating his asshole father, and even it kind of takes <laughs> on his face, or at least that's the way yep. Wild Dog perceives it. You know, uh, it starts to look... To be honest, this is even creepier than the face it had before, because it's more human and has, like, a mustache. <laughs> Yes. It's kind of freaking me out. Um, so, but, you know, this isn't going to work with a fuck you, Dad, Wild Dog Chuck C4 at <laughs> the Whisperer's face. You know, this is, what what teenage son hasn't wanted to do this? Uh, sure. <laughs> this weakens it enough for the Mighty Mole to, I think, it's sort of like it falls out and kind of carves it up with its laser drill. Yeah, it looks like a like dark seed, dark sides uh, omega beam a little bit. <laughs> kind of, right? Uh, yeah, it sort of like winds around him. Like it, it doesn't look like he's winding some kind of cord around, and maybe that's maybe. where it is. Um, but the whisperer is dead and in pieces at the end of it. 
Yeah, like uh, maybe uh, similar to the segments expressed on the uh, that page earlier. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that silhouette. That's interesting. I mean, maybe maybe that was like a you know kind of a preview of what we were about to see. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, maybe that was the plans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now uh, we do find here that King Pathrall is alive, and everything seems cool. Then a multicolored beast, <laughs> uh, brain beast, spews out of the Whisperer's corpse. Yep. It's very pleased to do so. It yells, "I'm free." <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul recognizes it as his father. Cave recognizes it as Edward Borstein, Paul Borstein's father. Mm-hmm. So, I think so we they're, they're in agreement there, yeah. Yes. Uh, then Cave's cybernetic eye yanks itself out from its socket. Uh, it grows little spindly robot legs, and it just takes off to uh, confront the brain thing. Uh, looks like Cave might be dying while his eye, uh, cybernetic eye attempts to merge with Edward. Maybe, or... Maybe it, attacking it—it's impossible to know. I mean, that's pretty much where it ends. You know, it says the end question mark, and we see that conflict. Yeah, because then we have uh, the the Shamal Drug folks. They rush up to meet this thing, and uh, maybe to fight it, maybe otherwise. We don't know because we uh, we leave with a cave laying uh, in his daughter's arms, talking about how the, the time he met Superman. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> so. Th- th- this is what I mean. So this is the end of the arc, and. It's still open-ended. It's it's more, you know, we were saying before we recorded, it's a lot more open-ended than Shade was, which still left plenty of story to tell. Uh, this is like, I, you know, I still can't wait for the next issue. Which, again, I'm not trying to denigrate Shade, the changing girl. <laughs> yeah. uh, which I, I also can't wait for the next issue. But this one, I'm like, oh, uh, I need to... I need to see how this situation concludes, like right away. Yeah, they leave us at just the perfect spot to wet our wet our appetite. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it's it's a really cool story, and then we do have a Tom Scioli backup, and you and in the past, I have dumped this on you and <laughs> told you to explain it. This time I'm going to be nice because I understand this thing. Backwards and forwards. I, oh, good. I could tell you all about. I have no idea what the hell's going on. It looks like <laughs> it looks like there are Cybermen in the first panel. I see uh, Firestorm is there. Uh, Batgirl with glasses. I don't know. I really yep. have no idea. The Guardians are in the background. The Guardians are hanging out in the background. Um, there. We got Red Tornado. We got uh, Mr. Miracle and the Forever People show up. How about that? You like that, folks? Yep, that works. Uh, looks okay. like the Joker and the Penguin escape over a fence and then through a wall that builds bricks behind them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then on the next page, there's a scene similar to the end of a Star Wars A New Hope where everyone gets gets awards from Princess Leia. You ever see that, Chris? Yep. Uh, it's like one of the weirdest, like, quiet <laughs> you know, scenes. Except <laughs> instead of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Chewbacca, it's Green Arrow, 1989 movie Batman and Wonder Woman, who actually might be the 77 Wonder Woman from the show, but it's kind of hard to tell at a distance. And also, they seem to have Olympic medals. Yeah, because like it's a silver and yeah, and and, it's got and they have the the colored, you know, the red, white, and blue or whatever yeah. the colored uh, thing. So okay. Yeah, and then uh, Bat. It's weird. Batgirl. They give her Oracle. Yeah. To guide her, and it's in it's you know it looks like the, you know that that uh, the digital green, face. The digital face that Oracle would present. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, we have the Wonder Twins. They show up again, and they're uh, 
they're like on the run and they're looking to assimilate into regular society yeah. or, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> like they, they change their look so they can fit in somehow, which uh, unless they were both like planning on joining the Beatles, I don't know who they'd be assimilating with. Well, they still have giant pointed ears. Giant elf ears, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what that's about. <laughs> uh, then Gleek gets caught up by some sort of oozing thing with a face? Yeah. I, I At this point, I'm so lost, I'm not sure at all what's happening. But it says the end. At the, uh, volume one. Volume oh, one? Like, what the hell? Lord. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I still think this is a kid playing with his toys. I don't think there's enough night pudding in the world to explain this here, Chris. <laughs> I'll tell you, be honest with you. <laughs> I wonder if, if we have, like, a contact hire. Yeah, I, I feel like it. I feel like I, I've read an old issue of, uh, you know, Binky and his buddies or something, and I'm, uh, I, it, it, it just flat out makes no sense, and, you know, the art yeah. isn't, like, it isn't great. It, no. If if this was a fascinating or funny or even nostalgic, there are a lot of things this story could be, and it's none of them. It's just fucking confusing and frustrating. Yeah, it's like if anybody's ever taken a creative writing class, mm-hmm. there's always that one person in that class who who kind of portrays themselves as like deeper than everyone else. Yeah. That's what I get from this. This well, is like they I, want, I don't they know want to this... reinvent the wheel. They haven't even you know learned to drive the car. That's that's what you get a lot <laughs> of times. And this is just like what is this? Two pages? Three pages? Three pages. I, I don't know why it annoys me so much. It shouldn't. We're not paying for this. Over it time, <laughs> it has it has come to annoy me because it should. It doesn't need to be this way. You know it's what I mean? Like, it's like those. It's like oh, you're just you're just not smart enough to get it. I mean, I you know I, I I can't speak for you, but in another context, I could be okay with this art. Which again, like I say, it isn't great, sure. but there's something very uh, almost crafty about it. You know what I mean? There's okay. something very sure. like um, not not crafty as in shifty, but something like something yeah, like you would draw. You know, there's a craft to it. Yeah, yourself. It's, it's, it's you know purposeable I mean? for sure. Yeah, it's it's and it sort of has a you know I don't know. Everyone's it's, recognizable. It's you know right, it's not that part it's works. Scratches. Yeah, something very DIY about it that that could speak to me. If the story was like something, I just don't even know what the hell's going on at all. It's just, it makes no, no sense. Now they're trying to like. There's also a bit where, and this is another thing that I hate about pretentious writing is they're breaking the fourth wall on us here. Yeah, we got like uh, there's a hand pointing, and it's it's the person it's the person reading us. It's yeah, like, I know. I, I didn't even get into that part, but yeah, that's all. That's like I I can't see him. It's like I'm, supposed to be us, and where the reader I mean, is the works. one ruining things, and it's like I'm once. If I knew what the <laughs> hell that. was going on, I might ruin it. I don't even know what's happening. Um, when Animal Man looked at us and said, "I can see you," it worked then. It exactly. hasn't worked since. Well, you know, I'll tell you something. Quite frankly, that's something I feel that is earned by a story. The, I think you know, right. when Graham, Mor- Graham Morrison showed up in Animal Man, well, that wasn't after, you know, five issues. That was after a run. That was like a, towards the end of his run. Yeah, that's when he was wrapping things up. Pretty much, yeah, that pretty much more or less wrapped it up. Then they had like one of the couple issues after that. Uh, and, they, you know, you, you've seen it plenty of times, a hundred times in comics, thousands of times. Yeah. But it's it's something that can be earned. It's And it's something that can be used to good effect or even comedic effect Sure, but this thing isn't funny. I, it's not. I don't oh. know what it is. It's nothing. It's I don't, you know. It's just confusing. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not enlightening. It's not nostalgia-inducing. In, except when we saw that Superman car that I remember. Yeah. Remember yeah, that the, uh, the the Superman yep. spaceship. 
Um, I don't. Even, I just don't get it. I'm sorry. Uh, no. You know, maybe maybe you need to be 20 years younger to get it. And if so, please please explain it to me in a language that I would understand. Yes. <laughs> uh, we also uh, wrap up after this with those same uh, those same who's who pages that we've been getting for a while. This is uh, the team Carson Page and also the Whisperer, which yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure both of those have been in all the books this month. I think they have been everything from this month, or at least in the last. I don't know. The last two or three, two books, or three yeah. issues of uh, any young animal book. Let me tell you, um, I'd rather see that than anything than this Tom Scioli backup. Go, you know, just run the Who's Who pages, rerun them. Give me They're some f- ads. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, really, you know what I mean? Like, or whatever sketches, you know, whatever. Like, I thought, if you think if you really think that this backup is a value add, then you need to add something with value there we go how about that? i just made up that i just made that up how about that, that should be on the, the trade paperback collection mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't think they're going to use that one um Probably not so anyway though uh you know i really I, I i have grown to really loathe that backup by tom scioli but i i don't <laughs> judge the i feel like the book doesn't need it and if they if they left no, it out i wouldn't well. yeah i wouldn't feel ripped off at all so I judged the Cave Carson story on its own, and on its on its face, I really liked it right away. But when I went through it again to review it, I found I liked it even more because I saw a lot of the technique that uh, Michael Avon Oming was applying or aiming, aiming. Sure, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I always say Oming, but I say everything wrong anyway. Yeah, we we're we're, we're the worst with this, but uh, you know, the artist, <laughs> the the you know. Uh, you know, like I say, yes. I like I liked it at first, but then when I really saw, like for example, that segmented panel, and I saw like sure. the, the tricks he was doing that were some, at times kind of subtle to show the distortion. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. Nick Nick Filardi gets credit too because a lot of it was color. Absolutely, um, yeah. So I uh, I really appreciated that just as a, a technique level, and this definitely made me desperate to read issue number seven, which is pretty much job done for any comic book. You know, if, we, if you yeah. want to read the next one, it's done its job. So yeah, you win. Uh, I gave it the same score as the last one, but I think it's a good score to be, you know, proud of a high recommendation. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. What do you think, Chris? 8.5 sounds good. And that is not a soft 8.5. No, that would be firm on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might, might be able to convince me in a good mood to nine, maybe, but I, that that's, that's where that is. But 8.5 <laughs> all day on this. Uh, and as far as these first six issues, which I assume will comprise the trade collection. I'm almost sure. Well worth it. Uh, t- totally, totally a real fun, enjoyable book that gets better as it went along as, and you get more, into the characters, uh, the story is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe one of my only slight misgivings is, and and this makes you know this makes me almost feel like a Puritan. I do feel like some of the cursing is unnecessary and superfluous. I I I would agree, but I like I like that it's mostly Wild Dog doing it because yeah. just a you know a, just a dude. You know, You're right. Not, it's not a teenage girl or or you know something like that. It's I, I like it because it's wild dog and that's it, it's you know, true. Really and, and it's, it's not like King Patrol is throwing around. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, can, I can think of one time that Cave. I can't remember exactly what happens now, but he does exclaim "fuck." But something mm-hmm. happened. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he's reacting to something. So yeah, it's not like superfluous, but. 
I, I it is know. excessive, but it's it's not. Uh, it's definitely not. He, neither of them are Violet Page. I, I think what it is is that when when I see a character in a comic not wearing a trench coat and smoking a cigarette, cursing, it, I don't know what to do with it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not cursing with an accent either. Exactly. I'm like, where's the blimey? Then, then yeah. but, but anyway, it, it, that that would be such a that would be such a nitpick. It's not even. I shouldn't even brought it up. It's this is a real fun book and uh, just not it's for great. kids, obviously. But uh, yeah, I recommend it highly to anybody. And uh, if you haven't been reading it for whatever reason, but you've been listening to our segment, thank you. You're a very strange person. And uh, go pick up the trade when it comes out. Um, <laughs> next week, Chris, we got. One book at least that uh, we know of, yes. that we know of, and it's a book that we've been waiting for for a long, long time. Uh, but I, I am, I have it on good authority. I have seen copies of this comic that exist in the world. I have not seen the comic yet, but I know the comic exists. It's Doom Patrol number five. Should be out next Wednesday. Nice. Uh, the solicits say Mother Panic number five. Not so nice. That, but doesn't that, I mean, we did Mother Panic last week, dude. You know what I mean? I like, know, I just I don't know. think it's possible. I, anything, you know what I mean? I mean, DC does crank out most of its comics on a bi-weekly basis, so it's not like it's impossible, but I'm dubious about that, and I haven't seen corroboration like I have seen for Doom Patrol number five. Sure. Uh, the following week is uh, supposed to be Doom Patrol number one director's cut. Um, which I have to assume is coming out. The stuff is all done, right? They just have to have Gerard Way yes, say something stamp about it. it. Stamp it to say it was cool, and uh, you'll know it because the the cover has a hot dog instead of a gyro sandwich. So that'll uh, you'll recognize it. We're it not was gonna... originally solicited for the first. I don't know how that got pushed back. I, I something is going on it's over like there. Everything it's all it's already done. We they, we have the book. They gotta put <laughs> they gotta put that. In, I mean, what, what I assume director Scott's gonna be is black and white art and sketches, sc- and script and sketches, script. and maybe a little bit of like Gerard Way's thought process. Maybe even a little bit of uh, the the you know the art team's thought process. But it's, it's, I don't know exactly, why would this be delayed? This seems like something yeah. that it's its mostly done already. Who knows, I maybe just, too much night pudding. I just hope it's pudding. $6 worth of insight. Yeah, well, I mean, I, <laughs> unless, unless you feel differently, Chris, I wasn't planning on covering this. Uh, I guess unless there's something earth-shattering, we probably uh, yeah. just... You know, yeah. we'll, we'll take a look at it. Maybe we'll just make yeah. a comment about it if, if, if we we'll think there's something you. worth talking about. But uh, otherwise... I think that uh, that's all we got for this week. You got anything else for him, Chris? No, I think that's it. We uh, we we got uh, we have what three full arcs done here. Uh, we have uh, all the shade is done. We had that short three issue arc of uh, Mother Panic, and that's now right. we wrapped up an arc of Cave. Uh, we're we're building up quite a uh, <laughs> quite a library here. That's right, a young animal repertoire. Yeah, yeah they yeah. are they are plugging along. It's almost looking like a real comic book company by now, right? Getting there. So. Getting there. Um, yeah, and, uh, we're glad to do it. We have been enjoying doing these segments and this uh, having our little corner of DC to uh, talk about. And by and large, this is a pretty fun imprint. So going to keep plugging along on it as long as it uh, is still around. I don't see any reason to stop. But until next time, I'd like everyone to keep it young and animalistic. See ya.
like to call this mail with brett because <laughs> yeah. this is mail section number five we're going to continue the brett train with another email from brett and brett says what up get fresh crew boop, 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 boop. cricket and again again i only have one thing to say and that is where is it hello motherfucker ah <laughs> uh, yes we all love that little kid that little scamp uh, what does he say when he goes to school and they say, "Hey, what's going on, buddy?" Hello, motherfucker. Oh my. Goodness. And I say, I, I didn't, I, I asked what was going on with you. Why you got to call me a motherfucker? Hello, motherfucker. Jeez. Then he's like, "Hey, uh, we're passing around the collection plate in church." Oh, oh, hi, uh, Eric. What are you doing? His name's Eric now. Oh. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I really think he we need to get this kid else. some help. He only then, says these two words. He, he does. The the best part of it is they actually have a doll that you can pull the string, one of those string-pulling dolls, and when you sh- pull the string, Eric, this is what he says. Valentine's. It's very weird. Jesus they, Christ. They messed it up. They, uh, he, they only had one thing to do. I don't the want that guy, doll, Eric. The guy was uh, not paying attention that day at the factory. Uh, but, yes, this is Brett, who has some rapid-fire questions. What do you call a sandwich with peanut butter and marshmallow? It's Fluffernutter. The correct answer is Fluffernutter. If you don't know that, you're a moron, he says. Uh, wow. Do you like Fluffernutter? I haven't had one in probably 15 years, but I remember enjoying them as a it's kid. It's okay for me. I have already said on the podcast, I believe, that I don't like peanut butter. We already yeah. mentioned that. But I don't mind a Fluffernutter. I don't mind a peanut butter and jelly. It's just peanut butter by itself. It makes me gag. I Hell, do we have had one a... of those uh, Fluffernutter donuts from the Shady Maple. Oh, my God. That thing was so filling. insane. Um, intense, even. Uh, <laughs> would you be surprised... Have I told you that I have a correct way of making a fluffernutter uh, sandwich? No, no, I would not be surprised at all. You wouldn't be surprised. And this is more of a personal thing because I don't know if I can fully spell this out, though. I've mentioned this to you before. You agree with me. So I hope you remember that and actually still agree with me. I do not like the way that fluffernutter, the the uh, marshmallow gets when you just spread it on the bread itself. Yeah. It has a weird thing that makes the nooks and crannies of a piece of bread almost like crispy. Hard, it's very yeah. weird. And so when I make fluffernutter, I do actually have to spread peanut butter on both bread, both pieces of bread, and then put the fluffernutter in between. But huh. my normal way of doing it, one piece of bread, peanut butter, put that folded over, boom, then I'm boom. But I really don't eat a lot of fluffernutter sandwiches. Back in the day, I did. Yeah, me as, um, me as well. Yeah. Uh, do you like fluffernutter sandwiches better or peanut butter and banana sandwiches? 
I don't know if I've ever actually had a peanut butter banana really, sandwich. If, if you make it okay, sometimes it all depends on the, the banana itself, but th- they can be very good, actually. Again, I am one of those guys, I can't eat peanut butter by itself, but when it's with something... You fry it down like do Elvis? It. I could. I could, Eric. I may have that for We can do anything if we want to. Next one. Meatloaf will do anything for love, but he won't do what? That. I always thought that that was anal, uh, but we are corrected because... Brett says that he saw an interview, and it's P.F. Chang's Lettuce Wraps. And I know, you know, Meatloaf, bigger dude, at, at one point at least. And he did state this in an interview. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. And then he has the next bit. Pop, pop, pop question for Eric only. Eric takes Jim to Burger King for a two-whopper meal of that costs nine ninety five. Eric decides to pay with a $10 bill. How much money do you get back, Eric? Well, no, no. I let them keep whatever's back. Oh, yeah, you know what I think. I'm, I'm a I don't know guy. what he thinks. When, when the fuck are you taking me to Burger King? I, if you're doing this, I'm Valentine's getting my, Day. I'm putting my Sunday uh, best on. I'm putting exactly. my dress on. We're gonna go. You better treat me well, my friend. No, man, and, you gotta real, think right there. You don't get any. You, I owe money still. There's tax to this. No, there. Uh, also, the problem is I don't know. That if I want to, I don't know if I'm going to take this Whopper meal from you because I know that you will at least expect a blowjob. And I'm not sure that after a I Whopper. I a fancy meal. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'm going to actually want to do that after a Whopper. Maybe beforehand. Maybe that's why you're taking me. I've already blown you. How about that? And we All might right. even get busy in a Burger King bathroom. Ah, <laughs> and he says the correct answer is five cents, Eric. Five no, cents. It's I not. hope someone doesn't have Nickelback on the mind, which you do not. They do not pay taxes over in Lancaster. I guess not. He runs. They they're like, okay, I'll have that two Whopper meal for nine ninety five. And like, okay, that's uh, ten dollars and fifty nine cents. And he runs. He just gives them nine ninety five and fucker runs with the Whoppers. I don't know why they're giving them to him before he pays, but also I think that if I blew you after a Whopper, your your cock would smell like raw onion for a little. Uh, it would too long. Those onions are very strong on a Whopper. I know you like that. I do. I don't know that you want to like your cock smelling like that though, especially when you know Jess will come home and know that I've been around again. <laughs> like, I smell that onion on your cock. Where's Jim? Where's he hiding? Uh, the next question, Eric, finish this phrase. Jim, you can play too, but you have to be honest. So anyway, Eric, finish it. New boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs, and it's understood. He's there just to take care of me like he's one of the family. Well, what is Charles that? in charge yes. of all Keep days and our nights? And bing, I say, bing, bing. I Oh, won't. you forgot that. Charles I in charge. Won't. Of all wrongs and, and all, all rights, right. and, and I, I sing, I want, I want, I want, I want Charles in charge of I me. I want Charles inside of me. That's what I yeah. want. And then he says, crock pot, pot, finish the next phrase. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I don't know. Fr- golden there, Girls. That, that is the Golden Girls, but yeah. I, I Unlike uh, Red Robert out there, not a huge fan. Red yeah. Robert's singing along right now. Probably actually tuned out already because he, I'm fucking hateful this week. He's probably like, what a jerk. Uh, number five, have either of you been to Knobles Grove uh, Amusement Park in Ellisburg, PA? No, My I have not. My answer is yes. My answer is yes, and I almost got bit by a snake there in like the Tilda World. My dad took again. all my other brothers and sisters, never took me. He said, I'm sure you have most people in and around our area. Have I used to camp there once a year for about 12 straight years? I went there one summer uh, with my buddy get the guy's name but i went with his family and i almost got bit by a snake uh but have you ever camped there no 
No, I, I'm not no. camping there. There's no way. He says it's a cheap vacation spot. Fuck that. I'm not going. No, we'll go to hell. Six. Jim, you tricked me into putting coffee. Oh, you, who tricked you into putting coffee up your ass? Me. There's no way in hell you did that mm-hmm. on your own. Please tell me it was a dare. You were drunk. If not, what the hell is wrong with you? I'll he was trying tell to you. find himself. I'll tell you the whole actual reason was I was a big Howard Stern fan. And if you listen to Howard Stern at that point, Robin was very into high colonics. And I kind of looked into it because of that. And one of the biggest ones at that point was a coffee colonic. And I, I tried it. Didn't work out. Uh, then he can complete this analogy. Coffee is to a turkey baster as selling Cutco Nice is to... The fuck right. is Cutco Nice? No, no. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I, I don't. Seven. Eric, Michael Jackson's dead. I'm sorry, but he's not coming back. Paris modeling for us will not change that. It actually probably just makes it worse. Let it go. Frozen style home fries. <laughs> right? I don't know what he's doing. I, I, I agree with him. Paris, nonsense. Frozen and style what, home fries. And where was PYT on your list for MJ? How about the way you make me feel? I think I had the way. How uh, the way you make? I thought me you feel. had that one. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have PYT. I don't know. PYT. That was a the PYT part of that. You know the PYT. Yeah. I don't know if that was considered a auto tune. It sounds like a robot though, and I loved it. I loved it. It's the robot from Rocky Four. Yeah. Happy birthday, Paul. I want to love you. Happy birthday, Paul. You're pretty. <laughs> Come on, guys. Dirty Diana. And uh, really, your lists were good other than that song. That's a good song. I love Dirty My Diana. My favorite scene in E.T. is where E.T. makes the kids smell his weird dick finger. What is your favorite part, gents? It's a weird thing to really that like. Part. And uh, I, I'm telling you, Reggie, huge E.T. fan. Not a real big fan. Really? I actually am not that big a fan. My I'm not favorite a huge part. Fan of it either. It's okay. My biggest favorite part is when those uh, FBI agents are running around and they're going to shoot somebody with their walkie-talkies. How dare you! That's, my <laughs> favorite part is like when Elliot runs, runs in and his fucking brother and his friends are playing yeah, D and D and they're all like part. making fun of him and start yeah. going out and they actually see some shits going. Actually, I think it's when his brother comes back, like uh, home from school and he actually has freaking ET there and like the the like uh, Drew Barrymore shows him and he starts screaming. Yeah, actually, I'll tell you, my favorite parts of ET are probably all the stuff with Drew Barrymore. She was cute as a button. And I thought that her and E.T. played really well off each other. I told you, I'd said it on the podcast way, way back, that when I saw E.T., I actually saw a bootleg copy on a, you know, a projector television. Yeah. And it was awful, and it made me sad. I don't think I ever recovered you know, from that. Do you know what makes me sad? Do you remember when uh, Drew Barrymore dressed him up as that lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got. I think I, no, no. I, I have a, I've seen a lady that looks a lot like really? that. Really? In real life, it's crazy. Yeah, it no, scared the shit out of me. I like that though. I like Drew Barrymore in that with ET. She was so cute. She accepted him right away. There was no hate in her heart. Eh? No, no, no I would have killed and that no, up. and no uh, desire to say no to any pills that were handed to her at that point. Ooh, uh, let's oh, see what the cellar dweller really knows. Are you ready, Eric Stray? Name for these uh, full villain names. You need full names, Eric. So I've dug around and done some research to find the full names of these villains in pop culture, comics, TV, movies, and of course horror. Let's see if Eric Stray knows I'm ready. What is the full name of the con from it? Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Yep, or Bob Gray. He says. Uh, mm. Correct. What is the full name of the Friday the 13th bad guy? Jason Voorhees. Yes, he said that was a gimme. What is the full name of the bad guy in He-Man? Skeletor. Uh, yes, the, he has a real name, though. He says, Keldor Miro, King Randor's long-lost brother. 
That's what he okay, said. Okay, but he, he stopped being that years before. Okay, and that so was, there you have it. There you have it. So he's wrong. What's the full name of the toy in Child's Play? Charles Lee Ray? Yes. What is the full name of the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh, fuck. Principal Rooney. What the hell is it's his goddamn name? Edward R. Rooney. Edward, What's the name of the predator? Edward R. Rooney. Yes, yes. What is the full name of the predator uh, from the movie Predator? I'm not sh- uh, I'm not sure if he actually is uh, or if that's he's still talking about Edward R. Rooney. The uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Ah, now, yes. Now, what is the full ta- name we, of the Are we predator? talking about the original like Predator or the one that we actually saw in the he theater? He says the original there are two one... species of them, oh. and they both have – it's both translated into Hunter in their alien name. Oh, good. First off, if you know what this is, we're stopping right now, and I'm coming over and slapping you on the fucking face because oh, I, I hope you say- don't know. The original name of yeah. the original Predator in the movie before they went and recast was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, yes, it's Yatja and Hishkutin, Okay. translates into Hunter. What's the full name of the ape that normally goes against Mario, who had a son named Diddy? Donkey Kong. The third. He says the third is needed for full credit. And what is this Diddy stuff? I'm t- his original son is Donkey Kong Jr. Yes, what is the full name of another Mario villain that rhymes with Mario? Wario. Wario Mario. Mario's evil, evil twin. What is the full name of the person you think that's uh, Yellow Lantern? He's the first name that comes to mind. He's also a co- has a core named after him. What is this whole his full name? Ah, uh, fuck me. What is it now? Thal Sinestro. Thal Sinestro, of course. Uh, what is Zod's first name? Zod's first name is General. <laughs> it's so funny. That's what I go with. General, Mister. It's Drew. <laughs> General Drew. Zod. Is, Enjoy is, the Drew, week, is Drew short for Andrew Zod? It, it might be Drew. Enjoy the week, gents. Keep up the good work. As always, you complete uh, DC. And we're welcome, by the way. I'm sure Hitch is listening to your pod right now, thanks to my tweet. Go on, guys. Tell him how much you love the Genie app story arc. Tell him how great it was. Thank you. As the hell did he tweet out? P.S. I think he said you should listen to this. The guy uh, only listens to classical music. He has no time for podcasts. What are these podcasts? I do not understand. Man, that's my impersonation of Brian Hitch. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, go, going back to that, I was thinking of this because I was actually editing the beginning of the podcast earlier today because we right. are. it's now Sunday afternoon. We're still recording. And I'm listening to this, and I just, I just want to point out that the people who like him, like, oh, I didn't even know who the Beatles were. Well, you know what? You're ignorant. That's all that is. That doesn't make you better than anyone. Somebody who says, oh, you know what? I don't watch TV. You know what? Fuck you. That's what I'd say, Eric, because what, why are people so proud to be so, you know, in a shell? You know what I'm saying? It's like me saying, you know what I don't like, you know, and just name something. I don't like food yeah, or, you know. Pancakes. Yeah, not even, not that, because that's something <laughs> I've had. I'm trying to even, I, I could get real, you know, racist in the thing of just saying that's as much as saying you don't like a certain person because of, you know, you don't know anything about it, but you have to be happy that you don't like it. It, it just gets me angry. Plus, everybody who has said to me personally, I don't watch TV. I'm like, I, I know you have a TV. I know that you pay for cable. I, so what you're telling me is you're a fucking retard. You pay for something that you're so proud not to watch. And then it, it goes from there. Well, I do watch the History Channel. <laughs> do you? Oh, <laughs> the my. The History Channel, do you? Oh, whoop-de-doo. 
Like, what is it so bad to watch, say, your favorite show, The Big Bang Theory, Eric? What is so wrong with this? Why do you keep saying things that no, I love but that's not again, true? Again, though, you don't like The Big Bang Theory, but you've seen a couple episodes. You've seen a season or two. Oh, yeah. And you've decided you don't like it. You just yep. don't sit there. Like, like I said, we laugh. I'd listen to some classical music. Not a big fan. But I'm not like, I don't listen to that bullshit. It's just nonsense. I just hate it. I hate it. I was listening to, to fucking me talk about I got myself angry this morning. <laughs> listen to me talking about Brian Hitch not knowing who the Beatles were. That is just an insane thing to be proud of. I insane don't understand in the membrane? it. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's going to, uh, you know, discover fucking Jimi Hendrix or something. The, the guy's so goddamn behind. Have you behind. guys heard of this new thing called McDonald's? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. They have a burger well, there. there. Yeah, you know what? There you go. Now you really got me angry because we had this big fat fuck <laughs> that came to our work oh, that Jesus one time Christ. and says to us, hey, and it's Wednesday. He says, you know what? Where's there to eat around here? Quaker Town is not a fancy town. It's not no. a very big town. Also, the guy is working on a machine with us. I'm not going to send him to Philadelphia, you know, 45 minutes away. So, hey, where's there to eat around? I, I Oh, it, it is Wednesday. I've noticed you're a big fat fuck. You might yeah. like Burger King. They have Whopper Wednesday. Oh, I never touch that stuff. What oh, really? Yeah, what do you stuff? That a fucking just thing of lard? Like they say, Eric, you can't win friends with salad. That's what I've heard. <laughs> you can't win friends with salad. Ah, oh. uh, yes, and that is the end of Killer B. Killer B out. Thanks, thanks, Brett, again for riling me the fuck up and myself riling myself up. We're going to go to the next mail, Eric. Oh, wait. It's from Brett. Oh. <laughs> hello, Jim. Hello, Eric. Hello, Get Fresh Crew. Doop, doop. And hello, Dan and Cody, who I can only assume had a come to Jesus moment and are now Get Fresh Crew members after the crew put on our big boy pants and laid the smack down on their candy asses. Uh, yeah, Dan and Cody are, are done. We moved on to the six-sided pod, when I think it was. They're done. And now we are moving on to the next to round. Something that we don't and know yet. I think yet. it's outside long boxes. The Is it podcast really? okay. we're against, I think, allegedly, there's been talk of cheating. And uh, a lot of people seem to have bailed on this. It may not continue. So. <sighs> and boy... It got heated. It got heated on the uh, private message, and I think people are starting to question why we ever had this modern pad, modern, <laughs> modern madness. And, uh, I have actually lost complete interest in it because of that, and also I get mad because while all this is going on, goddamn Eric Shea made me promise him that I would not even look into cheating. Yes. Like he said, listen, just we, we're good enough. We can do this. So I didn't even get – and now everybody's yelling about cheating, and there I am sitting there with my thumb up my ass thinking I was the one left behind. And, uh, <laughs> but we, we kept winning, though. I just want to be part of the group. I want to sit there and go, yeah. You, be Kirk, you don't want to be Kirk Cammy. It's weird, though. I, this is the thing, though. With me personally, I don't know. This is a role that I have yet to play in life, the on his high horse – guy looking down at cheaters i i don't know how this it's is a good role up. to play man no no what you have to do and i'll tell you here's the role that the usual deal is if you're gonna cheat you better win number one so right. cheating and not winning why the fuck are you even there if you can't win with it with you know either way then just stop just go home but 
you also have to be smart about this. And and supposedly somebody in this, you know, setup of this pattern madness deal, maybe the guys were going against, maybe not, uh, kind of had like, I don't know, over hundreds of votes in the last like minutes of the round. And it just doesn't seem right. It seems completely wrong. And then when they got called out on it, they kind of just said, ah, fuck off and bailed. That's not what you do. No, no, no. If you're going to cheat, Eric, you, you go, the next step is the lie. You got to cheat and then lie. I don't you like don't, any of these don't things. Don't ever admit to anything. Bill Belichick, Eric, do it that way. I don't want to read kids. Yeah, so. Our next service announcement goes out this week's up to this week's opponent. This week we have some D and D podcast called Princess Diaries. Now this is a little behind now because this it's over now. It ended on Friday. We did beat them or some shit like that. To which we need to take down to Chinatown. Is that right? Well, I'm hoping by now we already know that we wreck shop and are moving on to the final four. So let's use this time to explain why, uh, shall we? And yeah, we did. We did beat them. And uh, I don't know. I like D&D. I want to listen to that podcast, but they may be too good for me to listen to her. Here's what you need to understand. Don't feel bad, Princess Diaries, but we did the same damn thing to Dan and Cody. Let's explain what happens in terms you ladies need to understand. It's kind of like we crippled you and you're screaming in agony while you're trying to use diplomacy to get Fresh Crew Summit a fucking Kraken, rolled a plus five on our seven-sided die. He doesn't know what he's talking about, Eric. <laughs> and trampled all over your dumb asses. How about this? Uh, the first round... The Get Fresh crew rolled a 20, Eric, which is double damage, as everybody would know, and really stomped them. The second round, though, on the six-sided diaries or whatever, uh, we rolled about a 14, and we needed a 12 to hit. So we did hit. We did yep. take them down. Not as big as that double damage, Eric. No. Hopefully the next one we don't get a 1. A hard roll, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or actually, in our, in our neck of the woods, when we would play D&D, if you actually had a dice foul where you rolled it off the table, we'd have a special uh, uh, a cup, I guess it was, filled mm-hmm. with, like I think, maybe 10 six-sided dice. And you had to roll those dice and take that damage for your character. And oh, it almost always up. killed you. So you got to make sure. Don't fucking dice foul. Even though sometimes Jim and Eric may stick their junk in extra dimensional glory holes and call it diplomacy. We got their backs. They said they wanted to win this shit. And we're going to make it happen. Come on, baby. Eric needs a new battle uh, action He-Man. Bat- that is battle damage, battle damage he-man. he-man. Ladies of the Princess Diaries, at least you died stealthily. People in glass houses shouldn't throw bears, if you know what I mean. Plus, you were probably just distracted by the sexiness of the crew. It happens. Putting it in better terms, you may understand. You rolled to check the shelves for a vampire erotica, but failed miserably. Your clan is weak, and our clan is strong. And what is he playing? Now he switched to Vampire the Masquerade or something. <laughs> I know all these things. You um, ever play that? Yeah, I did. Uh, when it first came out, though, it was more of a live-action deal. Right. And fuck no, I wasn't getting involved with that. But I knew a bunch of guys in college that were doing that. And then once I looked into the game, I actually uh, – and it's like White Wolf Publishing, I believe, is who did it. And I bought a bunch of the things. I got Mage. I had Vampire. And I did – well, you asked if I played it. The answer is yeah. no, Eric. Do okay. I know how to play it? And did I read the books? Yes. Just like every other role playing <laughs> game, I would just read the rules, read the books. I'd make a character and have uh, nobody think to yourself, play. Man, I wish I had people to play yeah. with. I'm like, when is Eldrick the uh, the sixth century vampire ever gonna get to blossom? 
<laughs> but ladies, don't feel ashamed and cuddle up some sort of pentagram shape on the floor. It's not you. It's Jim and Eric. To a degree, wrong turn stories, too. It's just hard to compete with 10 hours of comics and the goddamn nonsense that is made up of all the rants, raves, and Jim's anger. You just have to be willing to go balls deep. That's not balls inserted, Eric. You live, no, absolutely you learn, not. and you roll again for magic damage. See you next year. Peace out. Sincerely, the Get Fresh Crew, sponsored by Brian Hitch and the Justice League. And, uh, yeah, the best thing is... This whole thing, and the people who run the Potter, uh, Potter and family thing are awesome. It's really cool. And yeah. for the most part, everybody is friends in that. And we're kind of a silent partner, Eric. I, I used to get involved in the chats on the Potter and family stuff, and it did start to get a little catty. Uh, when you start having contests, it, it, then it gets to be really catty. And I don't know. I, I kind of try to stay out of that nonsense. But uh, when we did go... A couple of the guys, even people who weren't even in our uh, bracket or whatever, everybody's like, oh, you know what? This is cool. We're going to get involved with listening to all these podcasts. You know, it really opens the doors to say, hey, I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to listen to that. And uh, Troy from Comics Confidential, I already listened to them. They were in it as well. And he listens to us. I listened to their podcast. And it was funny, though. These other guys obviously had barely heard of us or they did but never listened. And every time I'd get this note like, oh, man, you guys did good in that first round. I'm going to give your, uh, you know, your podcast a, a chance or a try. I'm going to listen to it. And then three minutes later, I get this message. What the fuck? Is this really 12 hours long? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, sorry, I don't have that time. I'm like, eh, go fuck yourself. Thank you, old man. But yeah, every, every time. I think there was like four or five guys. And it was, I just wait because they'd go, oh, you know what? We think we're going to, you know, meet you in the next round. I'm going to listen to your podcast to see what we're up against. I'm like, okay, I'd sit there, just tapping my fingers. Mm, okay, here we go. Beep, bloop, a fucking message. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm not going to waste that time. I'm like, yep, that's how it is. But we have one last email for the night, and that email is from Travis. And Travis says, hello to the Get Fresh crew. Doop, just doop. some random thoughts. Not much to say this week. Not even sure this will arrive in time for the podcast. Here goes. It obviously arrived. First yeah. off, Batwoman was so much better this issue than in the Rebirth issue, but was still hard to follow and enjoy. However, the art is amazing. Why can't this guy take over Batgirl? Steve Epting is really good. I will tell you right now, go to however the art is pretty good. And I think Travis and me are on the fucking – we're not only on the same page. I think we're I writing know. on that page exactly together because I completely – right now, we don't even have to talk Batwoman there because Batwoman was so much better this issue than in Rebirth but was still hard to follow and enjoy. Yes. Yes. 100%. I agree. Where's my uh, cliffhanger? I need yeah. fucking satisfaction from that last I Rebirth know. issue. I actually, I actually forgot about that until the very end, and I'm like – God damn it, where's that cliffhanger? I want to see me and Erica the only ones who are right or if we're fucking wrong again. Next, and I know this will annoy the crap out of you guys, and I don't care. I have to say, uh -oh. I love Pandora. It, it, does he mean the music? That's uh, what I would thing? imagine. There's I too like many, Pandora like, you know, too. Like, you don't exactly get what you want out of that music thing, though. You type in, I want Aerosmith, and it starts playing Bon Jovi. It's like, no, I said Aerosmith yeah, Pandora. Yeah, I have problems with that as well. That Pandora. When, now I use Spotify. Mm. And I like that a little better than Pandora, but still, I, I'm too cheap to pay for it, so I have to listen to ads. And while I'm listening, I, I don't mind. You know, you can't pick the song. So even no. if you pick an album, it's going to randomly go. Then out of nowhere, they give you this suggested song, and they, they're never good. 
Absolutely. I'm telling you, they, the Spotify thing is not, oh, we're going to have a suggested song. You're listening to, say, Nirvana, and maybe a suggested song will be a obscure Nirvana song, or maybe they'll give you an Alice in Chain song. No, instead they give you some fucking nonsense that you want to kill somebody when you hear it, and then you have to pay. <sighs> and I mean pay, I mean life in prison. Oh. But he says he loves Pandora and hopes she's coming back. She dead, boy. She dead. Yeah, I don't think she's coming back. I loved whatever that long event crossover was with her in the new 52. I think it was called Trinity of Sin or something. Eric mentioned Trinity of Sin this week. He was not as kind uh, to it. Trinity I of really... Sin, where we got the question of Phantom Stranger and Pandora together, that six-issue, uh, I think it was supposed to be a series, became a six-issue mini, I believe. It yeah. was just garbage. Yeah, it was bad. I really liked it, and I think she got a bum rap. And I love her, and I think she's going to be the one to ultimately save everyone from Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> she dead, boy. Unless she's coming back from the dead and from what appears to be Dr. Manhattan possibly killing her. I don't know how she's going to do that. With Batman's help, of course, he says. Batman would fucking – I don't even know that there's pieces left. To, to even go to, say, a Lazarus pit. She was a splotch on the wall. Yeah, she's no Harold Meacham, you know, Jim? No, no, well, no. Harold and, Meacham? I don't know. I know Bobby Meacham. He no, was an old a, uh, Yankees shortstop. It's a character from the Iron Fist. <laughs> oh, he's no Bobby Meacham from the no, Yankees. Bobby Meacham. <laughs> uh, I, I would love it if anybody that's listening knows who Bobby Meacham is. He's such an obscure old guy back in the 80s. Uh, but yeah, Batman was going to have to put those pieces back together again if, if anything's going on with that. Uh, but yeah, but also just to, to point out, also kind of what we say about Rorschach as well. He, he kind of died the same exact way. Sure and, and there's trouble. I don't see either of them coming back. Uh, but he says, smell you later. Don't forget, Batgirl used to be good. Batgirl used to be good. But that is last of the mail. For the night, and now we're gonna finish up the podcast. One night I fell asleep when I had been smoking. I woke up with my bed in flames. I have had multiple cosmetic surgeries, and now I live in constant pain. Scar tissue makes my skin feel so tight It cracks and it oozes and weeps Someday I'll find you I am a burn victim And I'll fondle you while you sleep Ah, uh, yes. Dancing Mike says that is his best work ever. Eric. Such a strange progression I, I of events may... where somebody is, you know, it becomes terribly disfigured because they fall asleep with a cigarette and then they're fondling people in their sleep. And then they're suite. fondling people. People, they're fondling you. Oh. They're fondling Eric Shea in his sleep. Ah, uh, yes, Eric. We are. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. About time. Yeah. It's been all week. We're We've been driving there. all week. Almost there. And I will say, we are going to be missing a book this week, and it is the finale to He-Man Thundercats. Uh, Brandon, somehow, his Brandon computer does not it. like Skype. 
And I don't think that your computer is going to like Google Hangouts. So we're at an impasse. <laughs> we, we're at right now. No, no. Tell them the real thing. Like, we think that Eric's too much of a dummy to figure out how Google freaking works. Well, that I'm telling you, I think that your computer is going to have problems anyway. But right. yeah, I, I'm not about to sit here today and spend six hours trying to describe <laughs> to you. Eric, listen, you got to download this program and then download? hit the options. You're like, what? D- d- download? I don't understand. But yeah, I have a feeling that it's going to take us a little. So, Brandon, I I said we were going to try. Problem is, it's now 4 o'clock on Sunday. I like to get this podcast up and relax on Sunday night, so I've got to edit it still. And so what we decided would probably be best if we wait for next week, which we have less books next week anyway. Uh, But also, that'll give us a chance to kind of try it out and and see if it'll work for you. It took me a lot of time, a bit to try to figure it out. So, yeah, yeah. You and computers, they they don't mix. They don't mix, Eric. Pretty much me and anything. This is the last section of books. So, so again, Brent, me, you, and Brandon will talk He-Man Thundercats number six next week in the podcast. I promise everyone that that will Can happen. Can we have its own section where we have like He-Man going on in the background and stuff like that? It may. Actually, I was going to say, and I forgot because I keep forgetting, which has led to a little problem tonight that I took care of in the editing room already. Uh, I actually spoiled the shit out of the upcoming Superman story, uh, the finale of the Superman Reborn. I had to go in and I really – I haven't edited a lot of the podcast yet. I made sure I went back and did that. Last night. Didn't forget? No. uh, If I forgot, I really did. I spoiled the whole fucking thing thinking that that was last issue. And even then, there's Brandon. You know what? Maybe we could do He-Man Thundercats next week. I'm like, oh, that'd be good because me and Eric were talking. There really isn't a good book for the spotlight. We could just throw that in the spotlight. But I'm like, what am I, a fucking moron? Yeah, of course there's (laughs) a good book. It's the goddamn finale of Superman Reborn. Uh, though you did tell me you didn't like it as much as that Justice League book tonight. I, I haven't read it yet, Jim, because I'm afraid that I might end up spoiling something. Yeah, you I tell me that all the time. You say, listen, I don't like to read the books ahead of time, before the podcast at least, because yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to spoil it. I'm like, what are you, a fucking moron? You, you could uh, – nope, there I go. Brett's mail. I'm reading Brett's mail, and I'm like, no, no, it's this that happened, and then this. What, didn't you read the book? And you're like, I'm sitting no, there, you and doing? you tried to get me out of it. You're like – no, you said this uh, yeah. during the podcast. I'm like, no, no, it's this and that and the other thing. Shut up. And then I'm like, huh, was that the – and then you're like, I don't know. I think that might be the next – I didn't read the next issue yet. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I did. I ran right to read it the minute it came in. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I probably – Went on for three minutes spoiling every single bit of that issue and then arguing with the you worst about part it. Is you kind of spoiled it for me. Yeah, yeah, I know I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Edit Spoiler my mind. alert. Come on. Actually, I told you all about that and I actually I showed know. you, you things. Ran and out we were, immediately. Yeah, and we were, uh, we were still a little confused, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't even want to get involved in that anymore. I'm going to spoil shit again. Shut up. Ah, the first book of this section, which I'd like to call the Wild Batman of the Odyssey. How about uh, we'll call this section the Odyssey of the Wild Batwoman? How about that? And then How about two thirds of the Trinity, the perfect storm. Wild storm, perfect storm with Batman, Batwoman on an Odyssey, Julia Pennyworth. How's that? That's like pretty good. Here we go, Batwoman. 
number one is the first book. And obviously a lot of people are getting ready for it. And of course, Eric Shea uh, wrote a blurb for this, correct? Yep. Of course you didn't. That's why I did, Eric. Batwoman, number one, written by Marguerite Benet, James Tynan IV. Art by Steve Epting, Jeremy Cox, and Darren Bennett, Eric. He does not like to be called D-Ron. He told me to tell you that. I don't He care. said pass it on. D-Ron. He said it is not D-Ron. It's Darren. And if you say that again, he's going to find where you live and leave a, a pamphlet about smoking pot in an apartment. That's what he said he's going to do. Oh, I no. think he, yeah, and he he's a man, it. he's a man of his word. That woman is back this week, and I think this issue is better than her rebirth number one outing, but it still has a bit to go before I get excited for this series. We get a very small monster man scene that hopefully ends all that goddamn nonsense, and Julia Pennyworth's participation, which surprised the hell out of me. me still. The issue seemed to be more confusing than it needed to be, and the dialogue felt a little off to me. I did like Steve Epting's art and hope that Marguerite Benet and James Tynan settle in and start giving us the kick-ass Batwoman book that we all want. And I do want that. I, I really do. Uh, I'll say before we go on, Dan does the review on the site. He did give this an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, he really liked it. He, he And I, I, he's a huge Batwoman fan. So I do think that he's looking at it with uh, kind of rose-colored glasses a little, but I think he's also going I, from the I rebirth issue into this. because he did not like that rebirth issue. Well, that no, much. that's what I'm saying. I think that it's also one of those where uh, you've done it before, even Raven or stuff. Like, it's one of those – it was a lot better. It was yeah. better than the rebirth, and I think he's excited that this is a good start to what he hopes will be a better series. Uh I don't know. P- Julia Pennyworth came out of nowhere for me, and I and love it Julia. My mood I, up something fierce. Yeah, I love Julia. I really, really do. Somehow, I get the idea that Dancing Mike hates her. It, oh, it seems like so another too. character that he would hate. Uh, but like, yeah, we haven't you, seen her since Super Heavy, have we? No, no. And and when Rebirth started, though, obviously Rebirth was not a reboot. It seemed like one of those characters that they were just going to push aside. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay, she had her chance, didn't really catch on. We're going to push her aside. But here she is. And I do like it, though. I'm a little confused about some of what's going on. Like uh, her and you, Batwoman scissoring, you mean? That's what I want to know. It, it yeah. does seem to have a little sexual tension with them, and I don't know if that's the case or not. I, I'd like to know. I'd really like to know. I'd really yeah, like to know. Yeah, yeah, I'd really, really like to know. But it starts off in the Grand Bazaar of Istanbul. And there's a guy there. He looks a little out of place in, in that Istanbul bazaar. And he pulls out a needle. I'm like, what is this, Jason Todd's fucking junkie? But yeah, I forgot. I actually completely forgot the whole Monster Men connection to this book. And I wish You know that, what? I what? did not. So yeah. I didn't even have that. So when I saw that needle come out and saw him doing it, I was like, right away, huh? We're yeah, no, right I actually it. was like, huh, what's going on? And then, oh, God, I forgot. Because, yeah, she swoops in. She hits him as he's injecting Monster Men serum. And I really, again, this is one of those where it seems like this is the Monster Men serum version of a suicide bombing. That he went into this bazaar. You go in, you monster out, kill everybody. Yeah, and kill everyone there. And she's there taking care of it. Kate, she goes and attacks. She's fighting this guy. In the meantime, Julia is outside uh, in the harbor of this. You mean Tuxedo One? Yeah, Tuxedo One. And uh, she is on uh, Kate's yacht, and they're talking. She's like the oracle kind of thing. She's giving the directions to Kate. And it's pretty good. It actually reminded me more of Frankie and Batgirl. 
It actually reminds me just like uh, Penny One with Alfred and Batman. Really? I just, to me, because of the motorcycle and all that, it really seemed to to remind me of Frankie and Batgirl, which is okay. I don't mind that. Uh, but yeah, this this crazy hideous monsters attacking, and they I don't know, they they're having too light a conversation to me uh, for what this is. This is what we've been led to believe could hey, end up being a Kate big baby. Kate has seen some shit, all right. I know She's she has, but enough. Julia has too. But it just it seemed to me so lighthearted that it didn't really have the impact that it should have. And again, you have the monster man, which I hated. All of a sudden, I see this monster. Like you know what, I can kind of get behind this a little. Yeah, it's I don't kind mind. Of cool we're, monster. Yeah, and we're separated. We're separated from that nonsense story. So yeah, I could I could see this. Uh, I and would also, have been. I don't know what like you know you talk about the lightness of the conversation, but like uh, Julia does say they've been doing this for six weeks yeah, now. I'm yeah, like yeah. you don't know how many fucking monster suicide bombers. I know, bombers but still, I don't think that this gets it because there are innocent people around. This thing's going to town. It is in a bazaar that is pretty crowded. And a bizarre they're just, bazaar. Uh, it is very bizarre. And they're just going and, and laughing to each other. I'm like, hey, well, tell me, did he get fur scales or a shiny new exoskeleton? And like, you know what? There, there's people that might die here. I mean, this thing is ripping apart the fucking bazaar here. <laughs> you know, you're there with your cross legs. Fucking, you know, who are you? Sharon Stone? I don't know her crossing those goddamn legs. But, yeah, she's like, she sends the... Uh, the bat cycle, and that's and where I think in it your reminded mind is me a the lot one of from Batman. the Monster Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it reminded me so much of that that Batgirl with the AI right, in the right. motorcycle because it shows up. It looks like it has eyes. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's gonna fucking fly her because it kind of does. Look, look at the next, like you know, three. <laughs> oh, I know. Later. And this thing's flying. It's running up, but goddamn it's running on balloons. I don't know what's going on, but eh, it's okay. It's fun enough, and it's weird to me because I think this is the most fun of the issue, and it deals with the monster. Thing is, man. Y- you say that too. We get the motorcycle in there. She's fucking doing her thing, like we just saw in Mon- Well, we didn't yes. just see it, but yeah. back in Monster oh, yeah. Man, yeah. And how does she defeat the monster? This is the problem. I have the problem with a couple things. It looks like she gets the, you know, those lamps the that chains have from the lantern. The chain. Yeah. They, he, they, she chokes it out with the chains that somehow it even catches on fire from the oil lamps. I would believe that these lamps are. It okay. can't breathe and then reverts to a human. And it does not make sense to me. No. That, that's not what we've seen. I think that that is kind of a shoehorn thing into the book just to get out of this. this and scene. you know what? At least you got the whole fire thing, which we saw before works on him. But like, yeah. I didn't even get the idea from the art here that the the lanterns broke and caused fire out. I just yeah, thought, like, I mean, why, why are these? You know, like, as, as you chains? see it, it's around the neck. There's see, fire like, going on. I didn't think of it as fire though, because yeah. in my mind, I didn't think of the lamps. You know, shit like yeah. that. Yeah, so like, but still, all of a is sudden, this a weapon. Then, what is this? Yeah, and all of a sudden, it reverts back to human, and it doesn't make sense. But this is Kate, and now they do. They do a good job here where, like you said, uh, Julia spells out, oh, we've been doing this for six months. So, yes, they've been doing it for a while or weeks, I mean. But at least then I know that we kind of are into the story. We're not going to see this forever. I don't mind this because basically it's not the monster men she's after. It's who is selling the the monster men serum or venom. Who's the monster uh, pusher? Yeah, who's the pusher man? Uh, But that's when the guy says – Many, many arms. Vishnu? Vishnu's up to no good again. No, many. An octopus? There's an octopus out there? But he says no, the many arms are tentacles, death. not arms. <laughs> They're not bitch. really arms. Arms, okay. What, a bunch of sofas? You're dumb. You are stupid, Kate. But yeah, he's going to How do you know him. my name? Yeah. <laughs> 
I the many arms know all. Uh, but yeah, he's about to tell him, and he the gets many hit. arms of death. The many arms of death, and then he gets hit by a fucking knife. And right I'm, the eye. I, I'm telling you, some of the art I really, really like. Didn't like that panel because it just it's weird. It doesn't even seem to have like depth to it or anything. No. I just didn't like it. And there's where you see that assassin that we know is from Kate's past. We saw that that in forgotten the year, yeah, or the, the lost for, year, the the lost or forgotten year, which it goes back to that. But she's there, and I like this. It's like she's there. She looks mad. She looks at Kate like it's a karate movie, like it gets close up. Kate looks like she's mad, and then they go to fight. She's she, whoop, 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 and goes out I, of fucking roof. I don't roof. know what is up with our heroes as of late. They see people get away, and they let and they them. Just, yeah, yeah. They just It's like almost like you can either chase them and, and stop the whole nonsense, or you can stop and look at a clue that may lead you to them later. Why are you doing this maybe. leading to later? Yeah, maybe. Because all you need to do is go up there. Kate, if this lady can go and climb up the rocks and go out, Kate could too. She just stops and looks at the knife. Huh. Doesn't really think like, hey, maybe I should now. Maybe it's clean up afterwards. But I think she just leaves. Leaves the guy who has monster fucking venom in his blood still. I'm telling you, now there's little pushers going. The the little arms of death now are involved. But she goes back to her yacht and there's uh, Julia again. And... The, the, the dialogue's okay. It just seems to be – I don't know. It seems to try to be getting towards that too clever for its own sake type of deal. Like, hey, thanks for the drink. Oh, I'll pretend that was for you. A little I, bit too I, playful. Yeah, I don't need that with what's going on. And again, you do get this idea that there might be some sexual tension between them. I don't know. I'm interested to see how that goes. It's not anything like, I'm against. I just want to know. Besides for this issue, they have never met before. Yeah, that's what's and weird. Like, but we have the six-week gap where they have been working together. But, you know, how close have they been? It doesn't seem like it's something that Kate initially wanted her being there, but she's doing it anyway yeah, as a because, favor. And really because it is Julia Pennyworth. It's Alfred's daughter who did work with Batman and Alfred and, you know, and all of them during the Endgame stuff and all that at the end that – it's one of those where she knows Kate's like, oh, he's, you know, you're keeping tabs on me for Batman. And she kind of seems like she is. Right. But yet there's still this playful type deal. They have a kick-ass computer system, though. That fucking All I want to do is have any sort of computer system that the screen is, look is in the shape of whatever the fuck my no, no, symbol I'm gonna, is. I'm going to have a giant computer screen just in the shape of a WS combined yeah, together like the that, weird that'd science be symbol. awesome, wouldn't it? It'd be awesome, though, when you're no, looking at it. No, because I'm looking at it, I'm like, God damn, this is hard to read this yeah, way. I'm telling you, you're looking at it, and you're not getting the full picture of what they're trying to see because it's stupid simple. It's not working. They have those laptops next to it or computers next to it. Uh, that's that's the real do. ones they use. <laughs> the other one's just for show. That's just for, for flashing back. That's yeah, just for show. Uh, but, yeah, they, they talk about that they're looking into that knife. The knife was the clue. Again, just chase the girl. And at the point, it was weird because she does look. Now, we know that she should know who that is. You don't get the full realization of that. If you hadn't See, read the I Rebirth issue. I don't really know because it's something from many years ago. I, know. I don't know. And it's something that she might have seen once. There might be more to it from the well, freaking Well, that year. assassin know. knows her. I think that's yes. why you had that second yes. panel of her just looking. It's weird, though. Kate is Kate. She should know, you know, but she's like, oh, this assassin, where does it go? And that's where the island is mentioned, Coriana, uh, you know, the island. You probably never heard of it. Of course she has because 
That was the lost you year. You don't know, so. Julia. I had a lost year there you once. You don't know. I was down and out. Of it. But, yeah, they're going to head there. And that's you're where it heroin? starts. No, I'm not a monster. Yeah, yeah like really. Roy what Harper? do you think? I'm Jason. <laughs> or not Jason. i Roy Harper. What did I think Jason? I think I said Jason earlier, too. You did. Uh, I went yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, I think he did some heroin at some point, too. Uh, but they're going, and this is where, actually, it starts to get not that fun for me. The Monster Men, it's weird. The Monster Men, kind of fun. I, I didn't mind that. But this is where you have the whole thing. Coriana, Safia. <laughs> like, what, what is going on, please? And uh, they're going into this, what? and you get a little flashback of what happened when she did go to that island, almost died, was saved. And Why did she almost die? I don't know. It looks like she was just kind of cliff diving. I, I well, don't she, know. At first, she jumps in the water, and then it looks yeah. like she's like, oh, my God, I can't breathe. Smacks her head into a rock, and then yeah. is pulled out. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Were you trying to kill yourself? What are we yeah. doing here? And it looks like she was on this island, like, undercover, possibly? Because even the uh, the lady, it's uh, Safiya, or how, how do you even pronounce it? Uh, uh, it looks like she's the one who pulled it. around. Have I caught a siren in my net? Safia, yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, But yeah, you go and you get this uh, Raphael, who's uh, Safia's uh, right hand man. Her manservant. Yeah, and they're uh, nursing Kate back to health, and she's there, and you kind of go. And I'm really, unfortunately, I don't know about you, not that interested. I'm no. not really that interested in this. You have a a conversation about tattoos or or nonsense. How'd yeah. you know? Blood is, you can tell from the blood. I'm like, what? Yeah, and even so, look, and even so, oh, I see your tattoos, but you know, some things go deeper than ink. I'm like, okay, I, I'm just, I'm not that into this, but then you do see when that she. That was so odd how long we spent just doing, you're a Jew, ain't yeah, you? Yeah, and then Whoa. she goes, she meets like what appears to be almost like Darth Vader has called in the goddamn fucking, you know, bounty hunters. They're all yeah. there, and that's where she first saw this lady who was the one who came and right, killed that guy so yeah you're getting the idea that safaya is, is one of the or the head of what's going on now uh but this is as they're heading towards Coriana, and it, it, i like the art i like it i don't love the art in this book i don't think it's the be all end all oh, no, of art yeah. there are certain panels though that i really decent, really like no yeah it's good I just, it's not the greatest. I, I know that, you know, Travis will be pissed off at me. But when she gets to Coriana and they dock, she gets out. She's no, I mean, the, the hell with being undercover, Eric. She has a huge yacht, which she just parks on the dock and jumps out in her goddamn Batwoman costume. I love she it is not going undercover. Not even undercover, but she the, the, the yacht is parked at the dock. She swings up a chain and just... Lands on the dock where she would yeah. have walked down at. Yeah, lands on the dock instead okay. of you know just doing that. But yeah, and uh, they she Raphael says nobody in the world knows you're here in suit or out. Well, I think they do now. You just swung off the. I mean, it's a kick-ass move. There's no need for it. Like you said, kind of you know do a Batman and walk out of the ocean or something. But that's where she sees immediately sees Raphael and he recognizes her. Uh, I don't know really how, because she was just Kate Kane there. She was not Batwoman, as far as we know. Maybe we'll find out a little later, but he some sees right through the... Some things go deeper than ink, Jim. He sees some, some things go deeper than a costume. Hey, what'd you do? Grow your hair out? I know you always said you want to shave your hair. Oh, no, no. It, uh, it's a wig, even though I have red hair. I just don't like to, to you know, get it long. It just didn't make sense to me, but he comes out, Kate... Little one, is that you? 
And then, yeah, she's like, yeah, it is. She just announces it. I knew it was you. And, yeah, he's been we go, stabbed we, in the, the back. That's the best part, too, because we go back to Jim's whole thing. As soon as anybody finds out a secret yep. identity, they're dead. dead. Three panels later, dead. Dead. He's, he's on the dead. the of dying when he says, Kate, is that you? Yeah, Kate, is that you? You came back. And she's like, yeah, you know, I always told you, why the fuck did you do it? Because, yeah, like, why did you come? And it seems like even as this, as their yacht were coming in, I would guess that that assassin knew what that was and saw and, like, cutting corners right now. Like, oh, Raphael will help, but he's not going to now. Because, yeah, I actually, it's funny because you get the idea, but I think that knife has been in him. He's already bleeding out his mouth and shit like that. You just didn't see it before, but, yeah, Yeah. he's dead. He's dead, Eric. And, again, I did like parts of this book. I do think it is a lot better than the Rebirth issue. I just don't think that uh, Marguerite Benet and James Tynan have a grip on what they want to do yet. I, I do right think... now it's it's still kind of boring to me though. Like when yeah. you when we were talking about earlier where the monster men show up and I'm instantly upset, but that turns out to be the most interesting. Yeah, that's part what of I'm saying. Book. That was I'm at like, least oh. exciting. I like the art in that a lot. Yeah. I like uh, the idea of Julia. But yeah, I don't there. need this lost year. And and again, here's the thing with the even the rebirth issue, they did do a retelling of her origin story. This lost year was their bit that they can add in. This is their way to expand on the origin i'm not interested in it unfortunately it's not doing anything for me for the character all it is doing is setting up some more part of the story that i'm less interested in really when when i was reading this book i'm like you know what i am all about Raphael here no Raphael, i'm (laughs) out now we hardly knew ye It's just like Raphael, whatever. But yeah, I get the idea. They want to do something Judar. on their own, like, I and then know more about yeah. this Judar. Dead. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, I want to know. This guy seems to know a lot about how tattoos uh, <laughs> affect your personal being. He can see beyond the tattoos. He's a very open-minded fellow, this Raphael, and really, he can tell between a costume vigilante and who they actually are. Be funny. It, next thing, Batman comes. And he, is that you, Kate? Little Kate? I'm not Kate. Oh, sorry about that. And then just walks away with a knife in him. But yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes from. But yeah, I told you, uh, Dan really likes it. So, and I don't say anything bad about it. Uh, if you're a big fan, I think that you probably will rate a little higher because it is better than the first. He hated the Rebirth issue, and now he's on board. I'm I not on board that, yet. What a, I thought he gave that a six out of ten. In my no, mind, exactly uh, he gave hate. it a four. Oh, yeah, then, yeah okay. he was really – yeah, he was really upset with it. Um, I like this a little bit more. I don't even remember what I gave the rebirth issue now that we talk about I it. I want to say you gave it a six as well. Or yeah, I think that this is probably a six five. Uh, you know, I don't think it's up to even a seven yet, but I am yep. interested in it getting better, and I hope it does. I love Julia. I always did. I love did. the addition of Julia Pennyworth. Yeah, really I love that. I really do love that. And you have a book where – it's really a tough sell to, and really a tough way to write a book when you just have a hero. When you just have a hero going about, so you, you have a lot of inner monologue, it gets boring. This is the problem with like a Lobo book a lot of times. And uh, even in the New 52, they tried to throw guys in with them. Or if you had like a Martian Manhunter book and it was just him by himself, uh, you have some problems. So I do like Julia in there. And I like the little bit that, oh, you're just here to you know keep an eye on me for Batman and, and your dad and that. And I like that. I really so do. do. I. And I like her. Uh 
But yeah, but everything's overall, going with the lost year. I'm not interested in no, it. No, it just boring. wasn't that fun. It really wasn't that fun. And again, we want to see that goddamn cliffhanger, Eric. We want to see that we were right and that was her stepmother. Totally want to see that. That's all yes. I want out of this book at this point. Yes, we'll see how that is. But what would you give it? I'd give it a 6.7 out of 10. Oh, a 6.7. What? Finally. Uh, a book that you might like as much as that Justice League. I hate you so I'm much. I'm just going to keep mentioning it until we're done tonight, but we're almost done because the next two books, uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time. The first Thank one God. is the Wild Storm, and I liked it a little more than you. The problem is it just doesn't fit in with the DC books. Uh, I, and I, I know I just have such a weird idea of how to rate this because, like I'm telling you, I was telling you this off air. I, don't even, I might even sit it on there. I uh, I did not read the Wild Storm back in the '90s. Besides for the like the like grifter and shit like that, I don't have a great understanding about who these characters are. I tried to get them to know them a bit when they were introduced into the DC New Fifty Two. Yeah, yeah. But besides for that, I don't have a lot of interest in them. And then when they're just thrown out here, you know, all willy nilly, like not even the superhero persona. I'm like, all right, you're gonna do this, like you know, we're gonna sit down and talk about a bunch of things with these characters, but it doesn't mean anything yeah. to me. And, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go through it very briefly. And I'm not even going to get deep into it. I'll just basically what kind of happened. But this is the Wildstorm. Let me get my notes here. Wildstorm number it's two. Uh, written by Warren Ellis, art by John Davis Hunt, Steve Bucciolato, and Simon Bolin. Warren Ellis continues to slowly show us his new Wildstorm universe. And while I'm still enjoying the kind of spot-the-reference storytelling and really smart dialogue here, I hope things pick up real soon so more can jump on board like Eric Stray. Uh, this is not a new user-friendly series already, and even though I'm enjoying it for the most part, uh, including the great art by John Davis Hunt, I want more, and I want it real fast, because really, you are starting a new universe. you got to get people involved. I know. I want it all, and I want it is, now. Yeah, and well, this is one of those, it's like a book that seems to be one of those that Warren Ellis wants to make you work for your fucking entertainment and he wants to, at the end, this is, I'll tell you, this is what it reminds me of, if this makes any sense at all. It's like being an Eagles fan. And you're an Eagles fan, they're 2-14, and 3-13. And, and then when finally they get to be 14-2, and two, you can say, hey, where were you motherfuckers when that team sucked? And it seems like that's what Warren Ellis wants you to do. He wants you to prove that you're going to be sticking with this and prove that you're a fan by sitting there and not getting much because you're not getting much. And that first issue I thought was really good. I really, really liked it for the point where I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. They're throwing you in. You had that uh, you know, progression of a story from one to the next as they passed each other on the street and things like that that I thought was really clever. I liked the dialogue. But it continues here and actually gets less. Like you get less information here after an issue that didn't get a lot of information. And basically what it sets up, everybody is after the end. Engineer. They want to find out if uh, An Angela is who she's involved with, it. and it's Angela Spica. She is the engineer. She is the one who turned into the you know the android uh, that saved Marlowe. And but in the meantime, you have all of the guys. You have Io. You have Halo, and then they're all trying to figure out. And Skywatch. They, those are the three bad, big bads, or the the government deals where they're all trying to figure out who Angela is. And basically, that's the whole issue of them trying to find out. And in the meantime, you get the shout-out. You see Grifter, who has red hair for some reason. I mean, Cole I'm Cash. Sure, I'm sure that is Cole Cash. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a weird red head, but then, you know, a little deal, and they're going to go and find it. But it Cole's looks like there's going to be... Cole's always been a redhead. No, he's almost always... Uh, 
what's it called? Blonde. Look up, Is look it? up a yeah, look up a picture of him. He's almost always ah. blonde, and uh, you do get the. Uh, you get a you get the what's it called the beginnings of death blow you get the origin continuing with him that's but the thing too you got these characters which I kind of know about but like we and were introduced previously in the last issue but like you know I don't know if it's because it's a monthly I don't have a great attention span but I see these characters again I'm like I don't know who you are anymore yeah yeah and here's the thing I was not obviously the Wildstorm was before I read comics I've yeah. had to go and research this and whatever and it's Michael Cray who hey, ends yeah. up death blow. It's and kind what, of a strawberry blonde. No, it's more blonde to me. I'm <laughs> telling you, if you go to certain things that actually list the attributes, yeah, it's I'm listed sure. as blonde. Uh, but it's okay. I, I think that that's. I looked at it and thought it was fine. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's cold it's, cash it's right kind there. of playing with the whole deal. But yeah, everybody is heading. Yeah, that's the blonde hair and all these pictures of looking at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it, it like, did yep, throw that me looks off a little. Now too. Uh, but yeah, uh, even here's the weird thing. Even if you look at the uh, the variant cover. Looks like right. he's a bit of a blonde there, but everybody is heading where Angela went. She went to uh, Montauk, New York, to Camp Hero, which is a big conspiracy theory place. Is it's it Montauk? Cool. I thought it was Montauk. Uh, it, it might be. I don't know how to spell it, but it is. A, have you That's ever? Montauk, I've, a, yeah. I've actually I, listened to podcasts about Montauk and things like that. With she still buys because remember when the Montauk monster hit that thing yeah. that washed up on the shores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's actually I heard with. because a lot of the things they think there was a lot of – well, they actually think there was like another Manhattan Project there right. and all these other things. You well, find out – right wrong with the, the Montauk monster. Yeah. What, is, what is this thing and Mont- what, where did it come from? Yeah. Well, and here what happens is she goes off to there and that's where they figure out, oh my god, you know what? Uh, she might be there uh, because that is actually an I.O. Uh, you know, a base facility, that, that a, they, like a safe house, and also like in this kind of facility. in this you see Skywatch, and you find out that, or you actually see Henry Bendix is involved. He's there, so there's a call out. You see, him, and I'm sitting there, I'm the like, boss. "Ooh, Midnight is going to come after you." Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, really. Uh, but yeah, you get a little bit of a voodoo. Looks like her music video. There's a lot of stuff, but really nothing I see happens. This, it doesn't do anything for no, me. I'm like, I we know. get this little intermission of like freaking, you know, oh, here's some freaking, you know, like some still photos from her album, like. I don't know what you're trying to do to me here. I'm yeah. trying to follow a story, and you do this to me with this fucking and, just little intermission. And again, people who know these characters more, it's hard for me to even talk about these and just look at them because I'm still learning a lot of these. So as I go through and see these, I'm like, oh, I can't remember her name again. And you know, but you're seeing the begin, and it's not. I like the way Warren Ellis is doing this. This isn't the origins of the characters. No, these characters are alive and well and going through their daily lives. This is the origins of us peeping in this is where we're arriving to see what's going on and it's go a lived in, in time yeah and it's a lived in universe no it's just a lived in universe and all this stuff going on which i do like but it is a lot of work seeing and at the end it ends with grifter and them heading to go see what angela's up to and you get pretty much four pages almost of them warping i mean actually you could even say it's one Two, I'm gonna count these three pages of them just leaving the scene, and boy, there is not a lot going on. Basically, yep. everybody in this universe seems to be heading off to go find out who Angelo is. In the meantime, you do have Jacob Marlowe, who's more than he seems as well, and I think that's where this is all leading to them, to you know, figuring that out. He's trying to stay away from Skywatch because he's an alien. There's all these crazy you, things. You know, what my favorite and, part of the book was what's that. 
Well, throughout this whole thing, Grifter keeps talking about how he doesn't like doing gags and shit like that. He hasn't written. He's like, like I told you, I don't like pulling a gag I haven't written. She, like, she, and then I forget who the character is, but gag, where does that word even come from? He's like, it's what old stunt people used to call stunts. And a stunt is a carefully prepared physical operation. If you don't plan a stunt properly, someone gets their neck broken. I'm like, that's kind of cool. I dig that he's calling these gags because it's a cool call back to old-timey shit that well, I enjoy. Besides here's the that, thing. I don't I, care about the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, it's weird. I do still like it. And I do like the dialogue, the written dialogue. And I'm telling you, this has to be the worst fucking time we've ever talked about a book. Because I'm telling you, I, I don't know what to say about it that much. And somebody who was a huge fan is probably like, but Jim, you missed this. And you missed that. I probably did. I probably. think the dialogue, though... Uh, flow so naturally this is dialogue that i could get behind any sort of time this isn't a keith giffen you know fucking sing song nonsense this dialogue and the dialogue there isn't even dialogue when you don't need it you have henry bendix yelling you don't need to know what he's yelling about you see him pissed and you don't get to hear it because you're at uh, i guess it's zealot at that point you're through her yeah. point of view and I think that's I think that's incredible the way he does that. And even she, it's uh, Trelane, and uh, she's there. But again, I I enjoy this while I'm do, reading it. But I do have to have my clip notes with me. I have to go to a Wikipedia of the Wildstorm characters to see what I'm missing and not missing. And, and while I, I do think Warren Ellis is writing this, that I don't really need to do that. Unfortunately for me to even try to talk or review about it, I do need that. Uh, so it is a lot of work, and but I do like it. I still like it as just a mature, si- kind of like a gritty sci-fi modern thing. It still feels a lot to me like an image book at this right, moment. Uh, I don't know. I think Warren Ellis is trying to get away from it being this over-the-top 90s property uh, that it is. Uh, I don't Kinda know give that it some I legitimacy. Yeah, I don't know that I wouldn't have minded that better. Like, have Johnny, it you just throw some bloodlines kind of shit like that at me. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm all I actually, that seems I, like I fun. just, I need something. Last issue we had the same type of issue, but out of nowhere, Angela became the engineer, took off, grabbed Marlowe, was, was going, and it was, it was amazing. Then, you even you had know, an attempted suicide, and or not suicide, an murder. attempted murder uh, yeah, from Michael, on. and that was really cool. This is a lot of people just sitting around talking and rubbing their foreheads through a lot of the issue, trying and to figure out what Angela is. And then yeah. a page of still photos from Voodoo's fucking Blue Book album. Like, yeah, that yeah. does nothing for me except for, you know, all right, she's into aliens or might yeah. be one herself. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a shame for now. I do think that I'm still in. I gave this a 7 8. I'm not even going to ask you to, you know, give a score if you don't want to because it is a tough cool. one. Uh, but yeah. I, just I am because still, I'm giving it a 5.1 okay. I'm just still because involved. I don't understand the book. I yeah. don't know the characters. And I can't say that it's grabbed me enough that I care to know who they are each yeah. time. Like I, In my mind, if I cared enough about them, I could be able to grab a hold of these character names yeah. more than I'm able to here. I like the art. Some well, of the dialogue is really and, fun. And but and I don't know what's going on besides for we got to hunt down Angela and, Spica. And are, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting Angela. That's really – and there's three – the three you know, businesses or three organizations yeah, IO, are doing Skywatch, it. Now, I will fucking, tell you uh, too Halo. what really frustrates me is that you want to know who these characters are yeah. and I don't know them visually. There's a lot of times that they he doesn't even want to give you a name. Uh, you know, there's points, there's a couple characters where they're talking back and forth, and it's natural not to sit there. Hey, Eric oh, I Shea, I, I but go you back need, in time and we see need the to know these. Thing. Yeah, we need to know these. So, and he really wants you to be thrown in, and I do think he wants people to be confused. I do think he wants to throw some people off with some of the characters and what they do and what they don't do. He has succeeded. Um, 
Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. But I, I gave it a 7, 8. We're going to go from there. I don't know uh, that we're going to talk about this book anymore on the podcast. Thank you. I will continue reviewing it. I will review it till the end of time. Uh, because I do enjoy and I want to learn more about this, but I, I just don't feel comfortable uh, with my knowledge even talking about it, let alone explain to people what went on. I really have a problem with that. But uh, the last book of the night is a book that I kind of have the same opinion of only because I, I just I can't take it. Eric. I can't take it. I just I don't even know why this book. Exists. You know, this is, this is very similar to the point where I there's all these character names and they're doing stuff and I have no idea who anybody is. And we're three issues yeah. in. Yeah, we're three issues in. It is Odyssey of the Amazons. And we're going to go quick through this as well. It's Odyssey of the Amazons number three written by Kevin Graveau, art by Ryan Benjamin, Don Ho, Tony Washington, and Seda Tamafante. I'm not sure who's still reading this book, but if you are and you enjoy it, then please explain how and why to me. I don't really care about the story going on here or even know 98% of the characters in it. I do know that I hate it more than any other book I currently read and really never want to read, review, or talk about it after this episode. And I may just take this stand and i know i'll finish it though i'll finish reviewing it but the problem is the problem is after three issues i only i can't say that i've learned any names because the names that i know are the names that i knew before yeah and that's hesha that's That's really the only one that i know offhand if you said to me okay jim three issues in what character one might be named simone yeah, Gail Simone. I'd say, okay, I know Hesha, and I know that they were on some sort of journey. And, oh, and what journey, Jim? I don't know. Really, to me, it seemed like they were going around the world and collecting uh, you know, women that deserved a better life and taking them back to be Amazons. That's all I got. To me... When you have the Odyssey, the Odyssey was, you know, Odysseus was, it was after the Trojan War, him returning home. Right. This isn't even like that. To me, you you didn't, like, make it that they were at some battle and they're heading home. It did seem like they were on a journey before, and then the minute they decided, even Hesha's not like, oh, we're going home. At one point, it was almost like, hey, Hippolyta and me know what's going on. You shut your mouth. I know better than you. We'll be home eventually. Into the only thing that's keeping them from going home are these Amazonian sisters that were captured by the trolls, kidnapped, and being used, you know, for nefarious purposes. I'm telling you, when we get in here and we uh, have a discussion with the Valkyries and they start to bring up the words like the Jotuns. I really thought that those were the Viking warriors are with, and then it took so me half the issue to realize that the Jotuns are actually the trolls. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, where are the Vikings? They're they're kind of gone now. We're going with this because the well, Valkyries that's, that's, are that's there. It's so weird. The Valkyries show up and like, hey, we don't want mortals here. They do a goddamn like a smash with a fucking weapon, and it sends all the Vikings that we've spent all yeah. last issue freaking dealing with. Now they're asleep and out of yeah. the story. It seems like. Yeah, and it's that weird smash. And it's just that they – like Kevin Gravota has no need to have these Vikings there anymore. There's no real reason. We've moved on the Valkyries now. At this point, you cannot – tell me that most people reading this book think that you're going to have a thing like, listen, you, ladies – yeah, we need, you know, the strong women of the world need to unite to get our women back. They've been captured. 
it ends up with this them just yelling at each other the whole issue fighting the not fighting they never seem to even want to come to hey, an sister, agreement of any you, your sister yeah it, it's so weird that this book you thought that at points that this was going to be on you know a woman power book and yeah. I, i'm all for it i know that reggie makes the joke that i hate strong women uh this is almost like kevin graveau thinks the only strong women are women that are at each other's necks and that's that's not they they both come off as hard-headed idiots that are possibly racist even you know that, that why don't they at least talk things out like you said that's just like hey sister i'm not your sister southern that is a she is throwing an insult a fucking you know a, a slur at her like this and why and then hesha all women are sisters valkyrie and shara comes goes with it and like not on my watch yeah. you, you yeah. got through and then they get attacked by you know these trolls who are dealing with the junt juttons and now i'm like i don't know what's going on the thing i is thought still, you we, were we, the juttons we started this story off, you know, the Valkyries put the freaking Vikings to sleep, and they're talking about, you know, you know, we had sisters taken, like, so yeah. do we, and, like, they think that the Amazons are behind it, they're working with the trolls and stuff like that, and right when we calm shit down, like, okay, we're going to work together, I think it's Simone yells out, trolls, and then to slaughter with the Valkyries come. At first, when I read this, in my mind, she's just warning everybody of trolls, but when everything's said and done, they're working with them. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I thought she was one, and then I realized, you know, I guess, you know, I don't understand old timing, but at first I'm like, I guess she was saying, hey, the trolls, come on out and kill everybody. Yeah, but to me, she's it really like, trolls like a warning to slaughter with the Valkyrie scum, and yeah, it seems as if at and the in the meantime, she might have been control. I, no, she just, she was a joke. It's herself. just yeah, it's just nonsense. It's just nonsense because we like you said you even like oh I think it's Simone. It, we don't even know this character, so it does not have any impact whatsoever. I said, when people die in this book, the only thing I could say is, oh, well, I don't even know who you are. It's yeah. really bad. So hey, then you're you not have Hesia. this. Even then, yeah. You have you this got, you fight. You got Hesia and a whole bunch of not Hesias. And then, and it is Simone, because afterwards Hesia's like, Simone, explain yourself. And she says, I, I don't know. It was as if I was bewitched. And you go, and I'm like, okay, I'll go with that. I'll go sure. with it. But the Valkyries just, all of a sudden, they're like, I knew it. These trolls do seem as adept at sorcery as the Cyclops, and more cunning. So they agree, and I'm like, to be I, seen. I, I, and like <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And then you have it. Now we're going to throw Valkyries' names all over the place. It's Hersia, how fair is Helga? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on who are these people who are these people i, I don't know and that's where hesha comes up and is like listen I, I we didn't have any prior knowledge of what was going on or whatever now you're getting the point where now you think that hesha thinks that simone was lying i, I don't know and no, valkyrie no, just I'm punches her the shit that really fucking irritates me it's like all right look you, with these amazons we can't trust them let's execute them no no we yeah cannot this is the worst part you know what we're gonna do we're going to send them out in the woods, find them, and then <laughs> yeah, execute them. That doesn't it's make called sense. a hunt. That makes Yeah, it I'm telling you. It goes, one of your own summon these trolls. Draw swords. The Amazons will meet hell tonight. Uh, Freya, wait. Execution is not the Valkyrie way. We do not take life. We restore it. But we can hunt them down like dogs and then kill them. Ooh, that sounds like a plan. It's just, it's nonsense. It Jesus really Christ. is nonsense. And they're like, okay, you know what? We'll commence the hunt. You Amazons have three hours to flee and play and to a place of your choosing. And when the time is expired, we'll hunt you like the dogs and you up, are. And I'm like, that's execution. Point, I really thought the most dangerous game was man, but it turns no. out it's Amazons. It's 
It's Woman. Woman. And and really what happens then is Hesha goes off and says, listen, guys, I know that you're not aware of this because it really hasn't happened yet. But I've seen this movie, Return of the Jedi. We're going to Ewok these sons of bitches. And they go off. And yet now they're going to have the infighting that has been going on this whole time. Like, we, we think you're an awful leader uh, there. And even that, you see the one, Dara, you killed Dara. Who the fuck is Dara? I have no idea. I, I don't know who that is. Is that, you know, I, I don't know. And they're like, nope. no, we can't fight them straight on. And it just goes on and on. And then you're having this person fight with that person. And then and- we find Simone. And, like, she's not she's not the person who is. And we find the Simone that was with them that called out to the trolls. She's actually a joke yeah. herself. Turned yeah, into she, a fucking she a was like a, a shapeshifter. So, yeah, yeah it, wasn't, it wasn't actually, like, the whole deal. But even that, you have the one. And all these ladies are, you know, different races. And, and you got the idea that this book was going to be another one of those, like, you know what? We're women. We got to get along, and they're just fighting the whole time amongst themselves. And yeah, they're like, I, I just, I don't know. It's funny because then they're like, we're gonna get the shit kicked out of us. And then the the Asian ones like, you know what? It is less about numbers and more about heart. But yeah, I think we're gonna lose. <laughs> what? And yeah, they're they're just making traps. They're busy making traps together. And then the the uh, Juttons come in, and they're you know, or actually they discover that Simone was the other Simone, and it was you know, yep. Jutton flies away. They cut her in half. They're all sad. And then that's when you get the more infighting, and then the the fucking you have what happened to those Amazon sisters, and it does look like they're at least I know that it doesn't look like it's they're being raped fully. Uh, it looks like they're being raped. And, I don't know what's going on because like now with the essence of, of the Amazons and yeah. Jordan's complete, the die is cast. I'm like, but are you what is going on with the soup you're making? Well, it, it even seems like at the point they're like, okay, they're gonna they're not really doing it. They're getting the hair and the blood. Okay, okay, but then they're just slapping them around like you're here for us to use the way we want. Then you get it the really one seems lady. Like they're kind of making orcs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get the one lady that you're gonna guess is the the Valkyrie woman that they were talking about who got captured, I guess. Yeah. She's and she's just, you know, yelling at them, You think you're so tough, why don't you do so it just I, I've just had enough. Uh at, it ends with the Valkyries going, attacking uh what ends up being the Ewok village. You get a bunch of people dying who I'll never know their names. And but it turns then at out the, end, the Ewoks did not win in the end of Jedi because here no. the traps did not work against the Empire, which are the Valkyries, because the Valkyries kill well, everyone. Here's in this the book. thing the Juttons come down and then just start slaughtering everyone and it's one of those where i do think that at this point you're led to believe yeah you're my mind it was the value no i think that this is where you know everybody's going to learn their lesson eric that they're only strong together the problem is everybody's dead (laughs) and i will see what happens don't take life they give it they give it. Yes, that was the tell. They're they're gonna bring them back to life if, in fact, they're fully dead. But yeah, they'll bring them back to life with their, and then they'll say, "Listen, we, we were too. wrong. It Women really should join like together." Only, it seems like the only two who might have survived, but they're talking about them dying, are two of them, Hesse and one other fucking Amazon. Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah, else seems to actually be seriously dead. I mean, they look completely goddamn dead. I don't know. Hesse to me looks dead too. She got run yeah. through. She's laying there. She and they're like. They did indeed die with honor. What? They were they made Ewok traps, and you were trying to hunt them down like dogs. Yeah, they did fight the the other one. Had a fucking head smash with a boulder. Yeah, 
Oh my god, they're fucking dead. <laughs> and yeah, oh, you know, it, it it became one of those with the, why did you save me? We are enemies. You must not. Oh, Jesus, you just got run through. You're dead. <laughs> it just ends. They're dead. They're in a pile of fucking meat. It's so fucking terrible. This book Three is awful. I gave it a 2.5. I thought the art was a little down this issue. 2.5. I haven't given a book a 2.5 in a while. And I, I can't get that angry about it because it's just a joke. It is a joke. This book is not worth oh, the joke. paper it's printed on. It's nonsense. It is complete and utter nonsense. We Just to the point where, look, look, seriously, we have said this before that I'm tell, after two issues, if somebody can write a great book – after one issue, you know the team. You oh, yeah. know the people in it. You know at least a main character. And I'm telling you, Hesha doesn't count. I know her from before. You know something going on. I can barely make sense of a story up until now. And I know Hesha. I know – I don't know any other character. I guess Simone I know now. She's dead. Uh, dead. Just, yeah, and – these other people, I mean, they spell out their names as they're dying because it's supposed to mean something. And I'm like, I've never heard this name said before. And if it was, I didn't care. And this book was, it was condensed from 12 issues down to six. So I'll give some sort of blame to that, that, you know, maybe. But I don't think that I've seen in these three issues that it would have been any better. Uh, you know, it might have even been worse. And they just wanted to cut their losses. But yeah, 2.5 out of 10, Eric. I am done with that. I'll, I'll probably stick with it, but we'll see. But I don't want to talk your, about it no more. Your what is your book of the week? It is uh, Super Sons number yes, two. That is mine as well. I got to take a drink. I'm coughing all over the place, and I I don't know for a fact if the soda I'm about to drink is from last night or possibly last week. But Eric, I'm going to give it excellent. That's why you don't go with fountain sodas, man. You get something with a cap. <sighs> I'm going to see. Wait here. I think that was last night. I believe. Good. We'll see. I didn't tell you. I drank a, a week old coffee. It may be longer than that. It was uh, on my desk, and I gross. went. I went and it was cold, and I just bought the coffee. So I'm like, oh, things are bad here. And I opened it up. It was a little fuzzy inside, uh, and uh, I almost threw up in my mouth. And then immediately, I almost did too. I had diarrhea. Then I really like when people say. That, oh, I ate bad food or whatever, and it's because they had Chinese on Sunday and then they got sick on Thursday. Bullshit. That shit hit my system, and I fucking – it fucking reacted. It went really quick to the point where I was really having some problems, but then I cleared it out. May or may not have washed my hands after that, Eric, as I went down to make dinner. Actually, I took a shower. I, if I, when I have, that's the problem. I'm about the cleanest man now because when I have diarrhea, I really do like to take a shower afterwards. <laughs> I actually feel, I just feel not even like dirty, almost well, like you don't have toilet paper. I feel corrupted. It's like I, I have an evil, like the Pandora's pits have affected me. Huh, but yes, yeah, wash sons. that evil out of you. I try to. I'm gonna wash that, and I'm gonna wash that man right out of my hair, Eric. Good. Uh, <laughs> we are going to go on now to tell everybody what we're going to talk about next week. Are you ready, Eric? We have oh, of course a, I am, we have less of a uh, a pull list next week. We have less of a load. Uh, I'm saying this as my app does not want to load up. I'm trying to get this app going, Eric. What what was your second favorite? Never mind, it loaded up. <laughs> next week, 
Uh, now I can't scroll down. What was your second favorite book of the week, Eric? That, what are you looking to forward because, to? Uh, you know, I was thinking about this too when you originally said it, and then put, like you know, put put me to the goddamn uh, to the fucking curb there. Yeah, you I kicked the you to the up. curb like your phone. Uh, it's all, oh. but no, because of how disorganized this whole recording process has been, I have no idea what we talked about now this week for the most part. <laughs> I know it's been such a weird week. I would say my second, my Batman. Batman would probably be yeah, a Yeah, probably favorite. Batman, yeah. Yeah, Batman. Oh, you Bat- know what? Batman might have been my pick of the week, actually, now that I think about it. Really? <laughs> no, I no. Think you, uh, I think no, I, I think you were tied. Yeah, yeah, I think you were tied. You you went low on those for how much you love that Justice League. I'm surprised that wasn't. Oh, my God. Uh, next week, we have Action Comics number 976. Uh, that ends the, su- I was going to call it the Super Doomed. Superman Reborn uh, story. And if you were live on Mixler uh, the night before now that we're recording, you might know the end of the story because I accidentally spoiled it, but I took that out of the podcast, so I am free and clear. Uh, We have Batgirl number nine, Eric. Batgirl number nine. See what that Ethan Cobblepot is up to now. Probably no good. Eric, what isn't Ethan Cobblepot up to? I'm sure he has another app. This time it, it summons helicopters. Uh, bat, uh, blue, yeah. I'm mixing what them up. Wrong, I, I'm you? telling you, I almost said Bat Beetle, and then I was going to say Blue Beyond because the next two books <laughs> are Batman Beyond number six and Blue Beetle number seven. All right. I will. I will probably guess that one of those is going to be decent, and the other one's going to suck. You can. You can guess which one that is. Deathstroke number fifteen, Eric. I hope we get more Power Girl. We have Detective Comics number 953. We'll see if a freaking Batman can finally decide to admit that there might be a League of Shadows. I would love it if he just – he'll never. He is so stubborn that he doesn't care what happens. He'll never admit it. We have Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 17. I would say that we're going to find out what exactly happened to Guy Gardner. We have Hellblazer number 8, Eric. And I like to say these quippy things about what's going on in the book. I can't even remember what happened in that because not much has happened I, in that I had book. something to do with the gin. Yes, the gin. Gin and juice, they call that. Suicide Squad number 14. Uh, maybe we'll see a little Amanda Waller come back. I don't know. We'll have Harcourt acting like a hard ass. I don't know. Teen Titans number six. I'm looking forward to that. I, I have well. enjoyed Teen Titans. It's weird too. Uh, we're going through all those, and I actually number say six, to myself, it "Seems like kind of high to me." For that's some reason. exactly what I'm getting at. I, I actually, when you go, "How Jordan the Green Lantern Corps number 17, I'm like, "Who? 17 issues? We haven't had much." And then Teen Titans six. I'm, Whoa! Where did we get to six? It, to me, it's like at four. Four would have been like this one, but we'll see. Four sounded right to me, too. Now, The Flash, number 19, uh, a book that we won't get, Eric, that's solicited, Vigilante Southland, number six. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Motherfucker! And uh, we have Wonder Woman, (laughs) number 19, which is your story, back to the present day stuff, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I am actually on the upswing with Wonder Woman right now, so we'll see. But yeah, not a lot of books. Also, like I said, we will be talking He-Man and uh, Thundercats, Thundercats next week with uh, Brenda as well. And I'm trying to th- – this app is really struggling today because I wanted to see – here we go – on the Vertigo side of the deal on the Young Animal. And what was your favorite Young Animal book? <laughs> trying to, okay, we will have – what says Doom Patrol number five, which I can verify that will be coming. Also says Mother Panic number five, but Mother Panic just came out, so I think that. I thought we were at Doom Patrol number four. No, we're at Doom Patrol number five. I, okay. I don't know. 
I'm going by the app, Eric. But yeah, not a ton of books next week, so maybe we will get done before 5 o'clock on Sunday. Be amazing. That would be. I don't know what's happened. We used to just get it done on Saturday night. Then we decided, listen, we stay up so late and into the early morning of Sunday that what we should do is record things ahead of time during the week, and yet we can't get done. It's like we actually are trying to make it and, and it's not. It's making it worse. There's some sort of booby trap that happened because <laughs> we're, we're recording now every day of the week and we never get done. We don't we record to... on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah. Every other day we're recording and we're yeah. just getting done by the skin of our fucking teeth. Yes. And, but we used to just show up on Saturday, fucking clock Boom. in, clock out, done. Well, what's going on? It's you going on and on about that Justice League book. It always happens. You Jim. love that book. What? You got to understand, Brian Hitch <laughs> is one of the best writers we've ever had at this oh, point, you and you have to take a, a lot of time to really discuss the ins and outs of the things that he's giving us. It, well, I will tell you, I looked at how long we we have been talking way too much about that book. The last couple, this this arc especially, right? You were clocking in at an hour long discussion on Jesus Justice Christ. League that everybody hates, and it's it's not. I blame you. We, we've got to end it. We have to end it. I even edited a lot out uh, this week because there was a lot of just hate at the end just yeah. me getting angry uh but yeah that's the podcast eric well, i gotta go and, and edit this bitch and then we gotta start it all over again but next week i only have three reviews I so have four. it's yeah you have four and reggie has four reggie was talking that he wanted to have a just for the hell of it podcast i think we're he gonna have a just it. just for the relaxation of it or right. we'll just get together a bunch of times and try to get this shit done before you know no that out. sounds good to me yeah don't add another fucking podcast in there no no but Everybody else to speak of other podcasts, we do have a Weird Science Pop Culture podcast that comes out Wednesday on its own feed. We have already, uh, when you listen to this, we have the first episode of the new 52 Review podcast. It's just me. I, I hope it's not that boring. It's just me talking about how the new 52 came about. And then I read through the all the 52 books and the creative teams and a little bit of snippets about what that might be. Actually, what I wanted to do with that was to kind of point out to so people who didn't know the variety of books i was hoping that maybe they'd listen and go like holy shit jeff lemire was on a book i want to check that out like that really was my my concept of that to go oh my god there was a, a hawk and dove book eric Ooh. a hawk and dove uh but yeah there was a lot of interesting books and i'm looking forward to that but that uh, will be every two weeks so two weeks from now we're going to try our best to actually talk and review the justice league volume one origins uh that first trade so we'll see and i want to mention because brett was in the slack chat and he's gone because of this he's getting excited he didn't read a lot in the new 52 if any so he's jumping back there is a snafu that got me a bit me in the ass way back when uh so i can imagine how it would now you don't read those zero issues first when you go yeah. to read the issue or and really, he actually, the way he spelled it out made total sense in, in the mindset now. He took those as that version of the rebirth number ones. Right. That he thought those came out to get you everybody on board. No, the number one issues were first. Those zero issues actually came out between issue 12 and 12 13. 12 and 13, yeah. And some of them are origins of the character in the book and could some are be read first. where we left off from some, number 12. Yes, some are the continuations from 12. Some of them introduce new characters of where the book's going to go, and yep. some of them introduce characters that you don't even get in that book from then on. I'm telling you, I read the zero issue, the first issue of the Firestorm book I read was the zero issue, which actually 
completely changed the and whole book. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's where the book got good, but you have to read that after issue 12 yes, to understand yes. what the fuck is that going on. That was a continuation. Uh, then you get stuff that was a continuation. That was another weird one was the Green Lantern book. Uh, up until then, Sinestro was a Green Lantern. And he had Hal Jordan with him. The Zero issue is the origin story of Simon Baz, who ends From up what happened at the end of issue twelve. Yeah, that ended up at the end of issue twelve. So, and then you have the Justice League, which was actually a Shazam and Pandora story. So, a lot yep. of these aren't exactly cut and dry origins, or you know, something to read before. So, that's my suggestion to everyone who wants to go back. And really, if you want to know if I'm lying or not, you look at the traits. Well, the trait because i lie i'll tell oh. people i'll tell people wrong information listen here eric i want to be the king of the new 52 i don't need them learning shit then they start <laughs> fucking asking goddamn questions and then calling me out on stuff so i might give them a little wrong info to keep me up it's like one of those like oh teacher you taught me everything ha <laughs> ha you think i taught you everything and then you fight, and the teacher wins because he gets, it's like you, Eric. I went, I worked with you, and you were supposed to teach me how to use a machine. You didn't teach me all the nooks and crannies of that machine because you I thought did. that you if I knew, attention. no, you thought if I knew, the minute I knew, they'd beat you, kick you to the curb. How could they you, kick America's sweetheart to the curb? You Everybody kept shit things. close to the vest. I had to learn by <laughs> watching. So this is what I'm doing with these people. But no, uh, I don't even know where I was going with this. Here to what? <laughs> oh, I said it just. Just to prove my point, when you do have those volume ones of the New 52, they do not include the zero issues. They are usually the, you know, one to six. Some of them are even one to eight uh, in the issue deal. So, yeah, that is my PSA for all the people who want to read some New 52. Also, if you have a library card uh, and have heard of that Hoopla app, go on there because a lot of those volumes are there and you can get them for free. You can read them for free on that app. Uh, you have never used that app, have you? No, I have not. You want to but hear it some... also only works in America. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and not even all of the libraries across the United States. So you have to, you know, you have to check in and see if your library participates in it. Now, here's what's weird about this app, Eric. To extend the podcast even longer, you you go in, you put your library card in. You actually do still have to check out the thing that you're reading. Like, say you so want to read Justice League Volume One, you have to check it out, and it is due back <laughs> digitally. In, say, a month or two do weeks. Do I now. have to do something in those two weeks or they just no. take it back? No, I think it just goes back. And then okay. you, but here's the weird thing about it, too. This. What I've discovered is, uh, and it goes for each library, has a different number. You're only allowed to take out certain amount of things a month. So uh, so here I go. I get the Just League Volume 1. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. It's, it's pretty cool. This is a great way for everybody to join in and not have to spend any money, just you know, read these things. So then I'm looking. I look. The second uh, trade that we're going to talk about is Animal Man Animal Volume Man. 1. They do not have that. I don't blame them. It, it is a very obscure deal, though it's digital, so whatever. But yeah. they don't have that. So as I'm going, I'm just checking out things. Well, I go and eventually, obviously, we'll get to Batman Volume 1, which is Court of the Owls. I thought to myself, you know what? Fuck that. I'm getting this now. Uh, it's one of my favorite stories and made me a huge con. That's what made me a comic book fan, that arc, that storyline. So I get that, and I realize now I'm only allowed to, to sign out, for, I think it's nine things a month. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So in the meantime, I'm an idiot thinking that, hey, I can only get these comics, but I might get some music to listen to while I'm reading these. Now that counts and the total deal. I, I got a Beastie Boys license to ill 
And I was listening to that, and I'm like, oh, no. Now I'm down to, like, I can only get six more things. I'm like, what What is going on? What is the big deal? So that strange. They, it is. It's very odd. But still, it's free. Uh, it's pretty cool. I had to use my wife's library card because I have an outstanding fine at the <laughs> library because uh, Rafe took out the original trilogy Star Wars Blu-rays and never returned them, and I didn't oh realize it. Well, he did eventually. He didn't return them at the point. Uh, it gets to a point then that they only can charge you $5 a, a thing. Right. But I, I owe 15 bucks, and I, I just like, fuck that. But now I'll probably go and pay it, so then I can put my card in as well and cheat and get 18 things in a month. It just goes by each card, but yeah. That's it, Eric. There, there is my PSA about Hoopla. the Hoopla app. It does have a guided view, which I think that guided view is nonsense, but it was kind of neat that it was kind of neat that it had it, though. It actually surprised me that it had that, but yeah, it's nonsense. I this is it. really neat. Yeah. It's got something I really hate. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I was like, boy, I just that that actually, I was like, okay, this this isn't just a PDF reading app. It actually is a little better, though. I can't really figure out on a computer how to enlarge the the book. That's a problem for me, but it works great on the tablet though but eric that's it that's it i gotta go edit this podcast i am not gonna say anything about getting the naked chicken chalupa what else do you love what's your favorite i'm not thing? telling you anything what I is love your fa- i'm gonna go i am gonna this is the weirdest thing eric i am actually gonna go to mcdonald's and get a double quarter pounder then go over and get a whopper somehow they're gonna discontinue both of those sandwiches uh, look, you burger king's gonna whopper. get rid of I, the whopper i haven't eaten a whopper in probably 15 years double whopper nothing, yeah, i'm telling you what so they're going to get rid of the Whopper. They're yeah. going to keep the double Whopper. Yeah. That is nonsense. The That's like meat sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, you know what, Eric? They're going to get rid of the six-piece McNuggets because now they have the seven-piece. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I remember when they had the 40-piece and my buddy Bob at my old work, the guy was 600 pounds, used to think that that was for one person. It and really, and it, well, yeah, forty nuggets. The yeah. the problem was it never Watch really go, was baby. a forty nuggets. It was just two twenty pieces. Yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah, and also, so here's what you're saying to me: your forty piece nugget is for one person, uh-huh. but the meal that it came with had four drinks and four fries, all of which he said was still for that one person. Well, you're going a little far there for that one. Well, really. I'm saying it's really spelling out that this is ten nuggets a person with a fry and a drink there. Look, care. when I show up and I order it by myself, best believe this is for one person. Oh, well, I, yeah. You're, you know, that's you. I also like that. I, I told like you eating. this was a guy who we would get a pizza for lunch and he'd immediately grab four pieces out of the pizza, half a pizza, and just walk away. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, oh, I didn't know you guys wanted that much. I'm like, we, well, there's three more guys and four slices. You fucking. I don't even want to get in. I guy. just know that he if we died. talked about getting a pizza for lunch and shit like that, I'm ordering my own separate one. Well, so that's you know what. I'm gonna eat that whole fucking pie. Yeah, no, because you don't want to tip. You're a piece of shit. No, <laughs> if me and you, if me and you were at work and we said, you know what, we should get a pizza for work. Yeah, I certainly am talking that me and you both get a pizza by ourselves because no, I'm eating that I'm, whole goddamn pizza. I might go with the one pizza for you and I because at work I don't like eating a lot. Yeah, that's true. Not that's hungry true. during the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, tomorrow we're getting a pizza. All right. We're getting a pizza, and then we're gonna, and I'm gonna eat seven pieces immediately. There you go. The hell with you. But that's the podcast. I'm Eric. Not what do we? In. <laughs> <laughs> what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Great week. Keep it weird, Keep and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go.